Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, but hopefully not too young, you're about to witness the greatest podcast on earth. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 149 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 149? Greatest show on earth? Ooh, listen to you. Greatest podcast you. on earth. Up on your, your high horse going on. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> Hello and welcome on all the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of November 11th, 2017, not 2007, sure. 2017. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby right. Geeks Network, the Batman yeah. Podcast Network, and the Tangent wow. Bound Podcast Network. Wow. Eric, you can go and find us all over the place. We are on Facebook where you can like us at Weird Science DC Comics. We're on Podbeam where we host this wonderful show that Eric has just touted the greatest podcast uh, way art. above what I think it is. But Weird Science DC Comics at Podbeam.com. We're on Twitter at Weird Science DC. We have an award-winning website at WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And we have an email address that we will mention again later. But if you email us, we'll be, you'll be part of the show. You become the star. Ooh. Eric, and that email is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We Says also you are everywhere you want to be. Yes, we also have a Patreon account that we mention Except quite often, I think. <laughs> but yeah, we go. And if you want to support the show, if you just want to support us, there's many a level. You can have levels where you just throw us a dollar a month because you think that we do a good job or we work hard. I think more the latter than hmm. the former, but. Uh, it's Working at patreon.com. Uh, you live in the life. Uh, you could go over to patreon.com slash weird science. And if you go, you can check out, I say this all the time, the minute that you do hit the support button and join up, you are not immediately charged you will get till the end of the month to decide if it is in fact worth your money you can listen to all the shows and then bail but i think that we give enough of a product and something funny and things like that for everyone that you will want to stick around i don't mention usually i should if you do join up at any level you become part of the get fresh crew Boop, boop. You go into the Slack chat and you're welcomed into that. And it is one of the best bunch of people talking comics, sure movies, is. whatever. They talk about life, Eric. Uh, at, at the point when I started the Slack chat, I thought that I was teaching them, Eric. When oh. in fact, they've been teaching me all along. But yeah, you, you get to go in there, and that's just for any level, dollar, whatever. Uh, you become part of the Get Fresh crew. You can be proud uh, of that, and you get to talk to a lot of people, and I really right. don't push that enough. And I really hope that listening to this podcast, you would be able to tell that we're not just two guys that spout off things and yell and scream. We do care about people who listen, and we do consider everyone who listens our friends. Uh, so yeah, so if you want to help support us and, and get and Eric some you. more – Action figures, go ahead. That's, that's I'm telling you, though, friggin' yo, back when I was a child, my father wouldn't support me. But you know no. what? I wasn't offering him anything in return. Here no, we have a weren't. whole bunch of stuff. You were a big supporting. fat kid with a huge head and big glasses. That's what happened. No, and even so, you say that. <laughs> you say that. What I like about this is, and not even just, just in general, is I was a kid who grew up just wanting friends and yeah. never had them. I never had yes, them. You're I, ugly. Yeah, that, and I mean, you know, I, I might be a bit of a hothead. I Maybe. might, I, I might at points want to be the center of everyone's attention, and that Maybe. kind of rubs people the wrong way. Though I am might very like killing good. animals. I don't know, but we Maybe. don't care about those I, things. Um, I'm not good at small talk. Actually, what would cause me to not talk. have a lot of friends is that <laughs> I just I'm too shy. 
I was yeah. a shy fella and really didn't want to talk to people uh, because of that. And I really it, it pains me. It was weird. Like as I was growing up, uh, most of the time I, I was dying to like to get to sixth grade. Then I was dying to graduate and then I was dying to go to college. And Eric, I never really lived. That's the problem. I never learned to live. And this week on the Patreon, if you do subscribe to the Patreon, I don't even know what we're talking about now, but on the Patreon this week, the big thing we had is what every week we have the Patreon only spotlight where the badasses of the Get Fresh crew and the Patreon account, they get to pick what books that are exclusive to the Patreon account. And this week, they ended up picking, and they're going to be pretty much double shots from here on. Sure are. And this week, they picked Action Comics number 991 and Wonder Woman number 34. And at this point, I usually play clips, which I will, but I'm going to play two because somehow during this week, when we were talking about Wonder Woman, I don't know something about Wonder Woman and Jason and Wonder Woman and Diana being twins and all this stuff ended up making us talk about Maury and if Zeus and Poseidon had to go on Maury to figure out who the daddy was and all this craziness. But we did end up having a very Maury-esque deal. Here's the first clip of us talking about the gods going on to Maury, Eric. Uh, what did you What did you give it? I'm still thinking of them on Maury. I love Zeus coming out and people are booing. He's giving the finger, and then and then uh, you know Neptune comes out. Poseidon's a good one. Poseidon, he wants to raise Poseidon the comes out. Yeah, Poseidon's like, you don't, he don't care. If it's I'm his telling you, that would be Maury would be like, well, what are you gonna do? Because what are you gonna do if in fact these kids aren't yours? I don't care, Maury. I'm gonna raise them like I have been. I'm the daddy, no matter. And they're what. all yelling, eh, yeah, yeah. And then also you have at one point Zeus going up to the picture and going look at this nose it ain't my nose i'm telling you that doesn't look anything like me there they're all yelling he's like hey i do what i do i do what i want to he's all yelling and then his guy would love it like zeus you are not the father he does two backflips gives the finger and gets the fuck out of there there you go eric that is us making no sense talking about if in fact poseidon and you are the zeus. father you are the yeah, now he ended up he ended up Zeus ended up not being it in this scenario he ended up doing two backflips gave people the finger and left Eric that's what happens on Maury Moon now out of this there. continued because I'm going to continue this because after we were done just to show you that these these Patreon only things we don't really just get in and get out we we usually end up spending Sometimes a little we try to but it doesn't work uh, that's ever. what i'm saying i don't know what's with us we we can never We're do stupid. that for some reason because we do these on thursday nights and it's getting late still we ended up i think talking about for 15 to 20 minutes about maury after this into the point where i said that we were having our own impromptu version of a necessary nonsense podcast on maury and that continued with this eric this is no joke. I love Maury. I love it what? so much. It actually, I said that's one of the few things. No, I'll go. Here we go. Necessary nonsense, Maury. This is the other <laughs> thing that doesn't get me is number one. My wife comes to me and says, hey, uh, by the way, we're, we're going to go on Maury next week. I'm like, bitch, I'm gone. I'm, I'm done Ow. now. There is no positive. They have never oh. had the Maury show 
I love my husband and have been faithful. They have yet to have that episode. <laughs> there you go, Eric. That is us talking about Maury, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah, but yeah, we also do talk about action comics and Wonder Woman as yeah, well. I think there. that one, just to show you like the amount of time, I think that that ended up being like an hour and 20 minutes, just that yeah. for those two books. So yeah, it's, it's basically getting just another weekly podcast as well. So yeah, just head on over there. We'd love it if you support us i i do have to stress again it, i just it makes me feel so good when when people do join up it makes me you feel make like me feel like so us. young you make me feel so good eric hey uh. but yes we're gonna go off now to celebrate some you of the people feel like yeah, bring 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 bring. yeah but these are now what we have is the badass roll call of oh. the people who do support us and we want to give light them a up. shout out here we go light up eric here we go you smoking like a badass yet Mm. Yet? No. Yes. Uh, there we go. It's the badass roll call, Eric. I'm going to turn this up a little. I, this, I still I, I have the worst time of this. Where's my editor? Where is the editor that can make things better, Eric? Here it is. This is the badass roll call, starting with the ultimate badass Toby Hagen, Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, uh, Andrew and Belfast, Dave J, All New Dave. You have Richard Richardson, your man, Simon, G Men, Monty, Hakeem, Jolly Drew. Manship, who loved that dead man, Eric. He doesn't know what yeah. you were talking about last week. He loved it. We got T. Werner going down. T. T. And we have Ian, who was upset. He wanted us to record tonight. He's going to have a mail later on. D-Man, Reggie Hancock, Brandon Murray, Swanee, Anthony G., Josh Vermillion, Missy T., Bobby Bain. You have Jazz Haviland, Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, and the OG... Christopher Hyman. Thanks Rich. all you guys for being badasses and thank everyone else who supports us on our Patreon right indeed. now. We do. You guys are actually I know that they are officially badasses but you are badasses. Everybody in the Get Fresh crew boop boop, boop, boop. are badasses in fact Eric, let's give them all a Get Fresh crew little deal. Boom! Yeah. We haven't done this in a while. I love, I love all the guys uh, in the Get Fresh crew. You know, and you know what? Going on. Yeah, keep going. We're gonna go with that because I love them all, and thank you for all of your support. And we're gonna continue on here with once this song ends, Eric. We're gonna keep going because we also have what we call the Rant and Rave Line, where you can call in at 641-715-3900, enter extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. It is just that easy.
Look out! Boom! Look out, Eric! And we're going to start off, that was, of course, Dancing Mike, the golden tones of Dancing Mike, and we're going to start off with his rant and rave, Eric. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. So before I get started, I want to make sure to give a shout-out to the Get Fresh crew this week. Whoop! Whoop! That was sexy. Holy moly! So, Jim, I hope you appreciate me sending out uh, pictures of non-alcoholic drinks on Twitter last week, because I did tweet out a picture of my wife and I. I bought us a couple of Cokes. Yep, Cokes. Um, another thing, I do want coat, to congratulate Josh. I- I'm telling you. Nonsense. It, uh, <laughs> everything that Dancing Mike does is just to, to make <laughs> – he wants to drive me nuts is what he wants to do. Yes, that, that whole southern deal of every Cokes. soda being a Coke. I, I just don't understand. I, I just want to know if there's a, a little wink-wink or a, you know some sort of interplay between you and the person. Get, how do they know when you want a, a when ginger you're in ale? you the south, Jim, you just know. I guess so. That's uh, just a southern thing that I'll never understand, Eric. That and how you do never, never interrupt a hoedown, Eric. Sean has continued great work on the um, Cellar Dweller podcast nice. because Ooh. I don't think I've ever seen Josh and the Cellar Dweller in the same room <laughs> together. I think I'm on to something there. Voices of an angel. And Eric, if you haven't checked that out, you really should. You it should seems like something that would be right up your alley. I don't know. I don't think you uh, like it. I also want to point out that... Probably not. Uh, Brosnan Pinchot was never on Perfect Strangers, and Death Wish did not uh, star Charles Brosnan, and uh, <laughs> Pierce Bronson never played James Bond. Just want to make that sure. So it wasn't Charles Brosnan in Death Wish, and it wasn't Pierce Bronson in uh, James Bond. And if you all say that any more Call times, me a I'm going is, is he throwing shade at you, Eric? Is that yes, what that is? Is. is he? Or is he throwing shade at the cellar dweller? I, no, it's me. Okay. I want to lose my mind. And I like I like Pierce Bronson the most, though. See, now I'm going to get back at him. Now, now you don't let me know it. Do it, you know, grinds your gears, Mike, because obviously you know what grinds. I also appreciate the shout out in last week's uh, Batman: The Devastator uh, review from Jim, where he said that. Uh, Dancing Mike would be singing Harden My Heart by Quarter Flash yes. while reading that. He's going to say he doesn't read it. He's going to get mad at me that he wouldn't read it. Watch. Would maybe happen if I were reading that, but I am Boom. abstaining from everything you metal, review, any of the metal tie-ins, the metal series, or, or any maybe of these I resultant that. series that are spinning from the pages of metal. Brother. <laughs> So, uh, that being said, I did buy a couple of books, uh, DC books last week, a couple of DC books this week. Let's start with this week. Uh, Wonder Woman. Boy, that was uh, it was an unexpected twist, but there was a lot of nothing in this story. Sure. Just, he's yeah. not doing anything. Recaps. It's like he's getting a writing advice, like you guys mentioned in the uh, Patreon-only spotlight. Uh, support yes. Patreon if you want to hear that stuff, folks. Yeah. It's cheap as free. Well, it's, it's pretty cheap. It's not cheap as free, but it's pennies pennies a day yes and you can Thank feed you. those starving children yeah don't do that Jim feed us. And eric <laughs> yes. um i have anyway. enough for both me and eric yeah so right. um there's a it, it's like he's getting script advice from tom king on this it's repetition and not much story going on so ugh. and uh yeah so that was wonder woman it was okay i like the art and the story yeah. is well some of the art was very very cartoony i thought we were getting some of the 
sidekick characters from the 40s on Jason's ship there. But anyway. <laughs> they were my favorite. Oh, we had some fun with them. Uh, that being said, Wonder Woman's okay. I liked Detective Comics a bit. It was, it ended up being a bit wonky and, you know, yep. it was, uh, it was, it was, it was okay. Poor standing, but no, I still enjoyed too. Nothing really happened though at the end except, hey, they're back to normal and here's the team again. And yeah, it was all kind yep. of a, Diversion into nothingness, and I don't think it will ever be spoken of again much because Probably it didn't not. seem to really result in much of anything no. changing. I so it's a good problem. So I mean, but you know, we already knew he wasn't dead, so kind of anticlimactic, if you ask me. So we'll see where Detective goes and from here. And then last week I bought, well, I actually bought three comics. If you count the uh, graphic novel Batman Prince Char Dark Prince Charming Part 1, which I still have not read yet. I will Damn. Either. I was hoping that he did because I he haven't did. either. And I want to, I, I don't know anybody who has. If, if you're out there and uh, you have, I want to know. Me. I want to know what's going on with it. I want to know if it's worth it. Get to that. But I bought uh, Batman number 30, whatever. And oh, I don't. It, it, story is nonsense again just a bunch of yeah fighting and yep. tiring us out and here bat cat uh trying to be i don't want to see <laughs> yeah. people acting like they're married bickering back and forth i don't need that i don't do it in my own life and I don't want to see other people doing it either. It's just kind of boring. I don't do um, either, Eric. I don't bicker. So, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, the story is, and some people like Joel Jones' art. I'm sorry. What are with all the lines on the face? When Superman, before he, there was one They're panel where he looked called, like he was. That's called life, uh, Mike. <laughs> Blackest Night Superman. It's, okay, it's a zombie Superman we're dealing with. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Batman was about, you know, kind of a fuck you five again. Why am I still reading that? I have no idea. Because it's Batman. And there's Batman White Knight number two, which everyone, everyone, everyone was raving about. Uh, I think Jim gave it a 9.4. I Yes, I did. And here yep. he goes. He does not like this book. Oh, I know. I gave it part of that. I gave it a four. <laughs> and there are reasons for that. Now, there are things I like because uh, I prefer the pre-New 52 Harley Quinn because uh, Harley Quinn was just another thing that New 52, I think, completely fucked up because she doesn't really look, look, look like a Harley Quinn anymore. So the name Harley Quinn doesn't really apply because she doesn't look like a Harley Quinn. She just looks like random hobag number three. I call the them all hairstyle. Harley Quinns. Um, so I didn't I mind the I old Harley Quinn coming three. back and saying, you're ah. fake and kicking the, uh, the big boob floozy's ass. That was kind of a nice touch. Beyond that, uh, you guys didn't think, seem to think it went to uh, that far with the SJW stuff. I thought it really did. I'm sorry. This whole 1%, 99%, and the villains are, you know, these rich guys might as well have the, the curly mustache twirling at the end and going he, 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 because it's, <laughs> it's so cliched. And or she, she, she. <laughs> it's, you know, the story we've seen a million times before. And my biggest, biggest problem with it, though, and this is why I think makes it so bullshit, and everyone's like, oh, it was great, and it really shows the different sides, and blah, blah, blah. That sounds like he's trying to be me, Eric. Is that a Jim impersonation? <laughs> In the very, very first panel, 
Okay. Uh, the hair, the makeup, the laughter, the police had never seen anything like it. They called me a murderous, incurable sociopath who needed to be locked up forever. They said I was a new type of criminal and even coined a new, ter a, a new term for people like me, super criminals. But it's a lie. So it's they coined a new term for people like him, super criminals. And later in the issue, you see that there is, let me take a look here because I've got it out here. Let's see, there's Clayface, there's the Mad Hatter, there's Killer Croc, there's Scarface, there's, the uh, of course, Mr. Freeze yeah. is there, Two-Face, the Penguin, Poison Ivy, uh, the Riddler, uh, I think Black Mask that might be. Uh, there's Bang. all of these villains, and they're apparently... By the way, they're talking, they're active villains, super villains in Gotham. Apparently, they're known to everyone. Super and oh, I forgot Bane was there. And so you've, you've, got, you've got all of these super villains, which I don't Criminals. think you could classify them as anything but super villains, but somehow it's all a lie that the police made up. That, Just with I mean, uh, and these guys have been fighting Batman. They hate Batman. And apparently, Batman has been saving people from them. So somehow. Everyone in Gotham is fucktarded enough to believe Joker when he's... I mean, there's... Uh, sure, they there's don't move out there. There's the police department. Well, there's guys making money off of it, whatever. But everyone in Gotham is fucktarded enough to think that when Joker says they made up the term super criminals, when you've ha apparently had attacks and uh, crime by all of these other super criminals, that when he says they made up that term, it's all a lie that the they're first. supposed to believe it. So, I mean... I think that just blows the whole point of that story apart. Uh, you know, when you see all these guys who obviously have been operating as super criminals in Gotham, when he says, oh, it's all a lie. There's no such thing as super criminals. Batman is bad. And yeah, the people are fucktarded enough to believe it. So that's why I <laughs> thought this story was bullshit. And I can give um, Sean Murphy's art a pass if I'm enjoying the story, like I did for the most part in the first issue. But when I'm not enjoying the story, I think his art is kind of bullshit. So that's why I gave it a uh, 4 out of 10. And that's my review of White Knight, which I'm sure people are just gnashing their teeth and wailing and, you know, turning in circles and their the hair is catching on fire. But that's, yeah, that's my opinion. And uh, I think John it. Lennon famously said, and many other people have said, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And I thought he was going to say he was bigger than God. Eric. Oh, <laughs> right. Don't so ever anyway, go that way. That's about all I've got <laughs> to say. Like, Where's uh, he going Have a good this? time uh, today. This is Saturday. Yes. I saw Thor Ragnarok in oh, theaters. Uh, enjoyable little flick. Nice. And um, I might go tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, besides that, go Ice Bears. Yeah, uh, right, go Ice Bears. Yeah, and the let's giraffe. see. What else should I say? Uh, Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to everyone yep. out there. Uh, to those who served, I thank you for your service. And let's see. Let's um, We're going to turn the spotlight off. We're going to yes. turn that Patreon spotlight off. Everyone needs to go to Weird Science. Uh, I'm sorry, patreon.com <laughs> slash weird science <laughs> and support Eric and his Masters of the Universe and Jim yes, and... Uh, T. Warner and I yes. think it's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven kids now. that you know maybe running around. I look at sometimes. Tiny, uh, apparently, a couple of cats that live up in the ceiling yes, somewhere. The ceiling. You'll hear and about a that dog the next that barks a lot on the podcast. So, um, 
yeah, I think that's all about I got this week. So um, keep it weird, and I will see you in seven. In seven. Boom. Thank you, Mike. And yes, you're going to hear a little bit more uh, this week uh, in the Jimmy's issues with his wife podcast. The the holes in the ceiling that she used to get the cats. That's going to come up. That's a pretty big uh, deal uh, this week. And I did say to people in the Slack that the uh, the Jim has issues with his wife podcast. We're going to try to do it probably, you know, more like once a, a week instead. And speaking of, of my he mans, no. I got to take a picture at some point because I got Snake Mountain all lined up with all the villains Ooh. like chilling around. It looks badass. Snake Look at Mountain. that right now. Woo wee! Well, that and of course Mike gave you that, so that sure is did. a good tie-in as well. But we're going to go off now to our That's second, awesome. our next rent and rave, and it is the Hollywood Kid, Luke Hollywood. Luke Here Hollywood. He goes. What's up, Weird Science? Come on. That is a crazy kid. accent. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm telling you, I love it. It really, it, it really takes me. Every time I hear him, it makes me pay attention, like he's going to kick my ass or something. I, I'm telling you. Bye, yeah. I got you live from Leakslip. It's your boy, the Hollywood Kid. Yes. Damn right. So uh, this week, I got around to doing something I should have got around to doing a long time ago. Does it have to do with get a girlfriend? <laughs> Boosh. All right. JK. Uh, that's right, ladies. Boosh indeed. The, the Hollywood kid is still single. Uh, you know where to find me in Leak Slip? Yeah. Uh, no. Since Leak Slip has uh, a population of four, I believe. Yeah. Yes. You just find the guy with the deep voice. Well, anyways, down to business. This week, I read a very important graphic novel. Some would say <laughs> the most important graphic novel of our time. I read Watchmen oh. for the first time. Wait a second. I wow. Kyle again. Well, I really thought it was going to be Kyle Rayner yeah. again. He read Watchmen. That, that's cool. Oh, yeah. uh, it's supposed to be one of them must-read books, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, this actually, I saw like that in the DC Essential Graphic Novels. 2018 edition, you know the catalog. Uh, I think it's I think it's on the on the DC app or on the store if you want to take a look at. But you know it's it's got like them 25 essential essential graphic novels yeah. like uh, yeah. all the classics. You know like Watchmen and, and Killing Joke man? and Dark Knight Returns, all them. But yeah. I don't know how seriously you can take that list. Cause Supergirl Rebirth number one, Eric, is that what? in there? The volume no. one of Super. Because oh. they don't have. Book of the Week, Green Lantern, <laughs> and Kyle Rayner, Volume 1. So uh, I think DC made a huge blunder there. Yes. What's going on? But yeah, it's actually it was Good actually time. a, buddy, uh, a buddy of mine from college who got me to read The Watchman because he's an English student. I'm uh, I'm I'm a media student. Uh, that's why I I'm always talking with my lovely voice. Yes. But uh, uh, he he uh, he had uh, in class uh, last semester. And the campus bookshop had Watchmen in stock, so he cool. just picked it up. But I don't know, like this bookshop's weird because it's got, it's got like, like Fifty Shades of Grey and and nice. and the Sexy. Lego Ninjago sticker book as well. So yes. I don't know uh, what English class is studying Watchmen, Fifty Shades of Grey. And the Lego Ninjago sticker book, but uh, yeah, that's that's that class. I want that great. class. But anyway, the Hollywood Kids Two Cents on Watchmen. Here we go. Get the dinger ready, Jim. Uh, <laughs> it was a roller coaster ride of emotions. Ding. The perfect mix of art and story. Ding. And I paid for the whole seat, but I only needed the edge. Ding. Ding. Uh, it was. It was. It was good. Now, like, yeah. it's no Kyle Rayner volume one, but of course uh, you know, not. I'm doing a pinch. Wait. 
But uh, I'm a lot more hyped for the Doomsday Clock. Yeah, that's now cool. Now I actually know who he the characters the are, who Dr. It. Manhattan Seriously. and Rorschach and all them boys are. Yep. Uh, so if you haven't read it yet uh, and you're you're looking forward to the Doomsday Clock, I'd say you should get on that right now. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how all them Rorschach boys uh, interact <laughs> with all them DC boys like Superman <laughs> and all that. But I also hope we see uh, a few more characters from the Watchmen uh, world show up like I, I i really liked night owl yeah. he's very blue beetle-esque uh oh, oh yeah, and i liked ozymandias as well but uh until he turned out to be a numpty in the end <laughs> spoilers alert but uh i also oh yeah one thing i really liked was the, all the extracts uh like from novels and newspaper clippings yeah. that showed up at the end of each issue because it really like it really added to the world building of the book it really felt like there was a lot a lot going on in the world, so I hope yeah. that uh, Doomsday Clock. I hope, uh, hope the boy Jeff Johns does something like that as well. You know, he he didn't do Green Lanterns dirty, so he's not going to do Watchmen dirty. You know, straight up. But I would give it uh, the Hollywood Hollywood Kids uh, final thoughts. I would give it four point five out of five. One hundred emojis. There you go. Uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. But anyway, uh, that's it for this Martin Rave. Next week. Uh, there'll be a special one because it's my birthday next Ooh, week. Oh, happy birthday! Don't you know? Uh, nice. On 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 a Wednesday as well. It's a new comic book day and birthday. That's awesome. Happy days. Uh, but I got yeah, a right. special rat and rave planned. Um, yeah, I got a, I got one uh, a present uh, from me. Even though it's my birthday, I'm in such a given mood well, that I'm just. Want. That's what the Hollywood kid does. He doesn't. He doesn't take away. He gives. He but uh, I got a present for Jim and Eric nice. and all the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop, boop. boop. And yes, if, if it was a present from me, it will have something to do with my boy Kyle Rayner. Yeah, I figured. Uh, shout out Book of the Week. But uh, anyway, I think, that, I think that's it. Jesus, four <laughs> minutes. All right, here we go. Uh, until then, this has been your boy from Leak Slip, the Hollywood Kid, XOXO, XO. Hollywood Kid out. Boom. Hollywood and- Kid out now and before yeah. we go on though i just want oh. to say that i don't know if you're aware of it luke but there are these other trades out there i'm not i'm never going to say they're necessary reading but i don't know what jeff john's going to play with with the doomsday clock but there is the trades out there for before watchmen if you want to add to your watchmen reading collection or whatever i would never say buy them go to the library see if you can get them or do it on an app or whatever but <laughs> you like them you actually like them more than a lot of people right i like the one the dr manhattan one why does that air horn still throw you off so much? It gets you so down. You can continue with what you're saying, even though I have air no, horned no, you. The nonsense, nonsense horn no. does not mean you have to stop, Eric. It just means that I think it's nonsense. It doesn't mean that you would think it's nonsense. You're supposed to keep going and fight forward through it like no, the I trooper that you quickly. are. You do. You really have lately. Uh, so what do you uh, – the before Watchmen, which was your favorite one? Um, I'm done. I'm not talking about this no more. <laughs> uh, I also want to say that uh, Luke said that he's going to have a rent and rave, a special rent and rave next week. I do want to say, we haven't spelled it out, next week is our uh, episode 150. And that means we're going to have some fun and games and stuff like right. that. So if you want to call in, do your rent and rave, write whatever, uh, we're going to have a drunken show, possibly. I think I may have a couple beverages for the first so you're time never gonna hear it. in a long, long time, which does say we're, we're going to do a lot of it live. I want to say that 
I don't think we're going to do any of the books live because I want to get those done before I get drunk. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But we're definitely going to be doing the mail sections, the rant and raves, all that live on Mixler and things like that. So if you want to get involved with that, then uh, we'll see you there. But, yeah, I may be drunk. We'll see. And then, Eric, then I can hit this. The guy is drunk. There you go. I might be drunk. But we're going to continue on with the rant and raves. And a, I'll just say right now. Happy birthday there, Hollywood kid. You know, Happy it's going to come up on Wednesday. I hope you enjoy it. Eric, you're down now. Maybe that nonsense horn, uh, you can forget about that when you hear Big Tony talk about metal. Yeah, uh, hello, uh, Weed Science, DZ Gomics, podcast.com uh, over there. This is Big Tony from Coney it's Island. It's been a little a while since I called you guys, but uh, it's Big Tony. You know, a couple of things in the gomics that got me heated over here, especially with that uh, metal event over there by yeah. uh, Scott Snyder and, and uh, Greg Gabulo. I'm liking the event. It's Gabula. all right. You know what I mean? A little Gabula. stupid, a little zilly. But, silly. Uh, you know, that's uh, kind of up my alley. But these dying's are fucking nonsense. I'm telling you. It's <laughs> fucking garbage. Uh, we got the fucking Devastator. All these cool, like, redotted Batman. And uh, these comics, they do nothing. They tell us really nothing. Big Tony is nothing but uh, politically correct about, uh you know the motivation why they why they was created. They're supposed to be the uh, bad dreams of Bruce Wayne or whatever, whatnot. And then the Earth is gonna get destroyed. The uh, Batman Earth. who laughs, he's like in charge of the whole thing. The worst was these tie-ins that we just had over the uh, the Flash had one and Wonder Woman, and then uh, the Green Lantern Corps had another one. Uh, you know they they had these guys. You know the, the Wonder, Wonder Woman battles one. the Devastator. He's uh, the Flash battles that red the the fast one and uh, Justice League. What do you call it? You know the Green Lantern Batman Vampire Two was in there. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> in the end, it's the same thing happened. And all of them though is that the comics they basically interrupted the flow of a comic series to tie in that had had no point to it. There was you know what I mean. You you, you killed two comics with one stone in a way. You know what I'm talking about? I know. Uh, you what know you're I understand they want to bring these people in. They want to like maximize the dollars. But you know you can give us a little something more than uh, you know just uh, two guys, uh, two heroes slugging it out. And then uh, in the end, they get thrown up on the fucking uh, tuning fork or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I just think it's a lot of it's a lot of baloney. They really aren't putting a lot of thought into he it. Doesn't stand for baloney. Uh, I would tell anybody, you know, don't even worry about baloney. them comics. Just stay with the metal if you're liking that. If you don't like metal, then uh, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit what the hell you do. You read whatever you want. You go read Adventures Time, whatever else you like out there. But that's really my big problem right now going on with the comics, uh, the DZ comics, of course. You know, with the metal crossover, it just seems like. Uh, I, I didn't realize it'd be going this long too. You know, I really thought this would kind of wrap up in a couple of months, but it looks like nope. this is going to go on for the fucking end of time or whatever. It's going to affect everything. There's going to be like 95 new characters. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't know really what's happening. And plus, we got Doomsday Clock. Somebody Doomsday help clue me in. Yeah. What's happening? What's what's the deal? I feel like DC is really grabbing its straws and. Uh, they got uh, too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever, and it's kitchen time saves night. So, uh, yeah, this is Big Tony from Coney Island signing off. Uh, Thank you, Big Tony. Big Tony's had enough. Anyway, him and Dancing Mike should go out and have a beer. They both, they hate this, they hate this metal, Eric, is what they hate. But, yeah, we're going to go now. Thank you, Big Tony. We're going to go now to uh, another guy, one of your favorite guys, Eric. Here is Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here. Yes, it's the real Richard Richardson, except no substitutes. A shout out do. to the yet fresh crew. Richard Richardson here, and today I'm calling, I'm calling for a special reason. Isn't every time 
my call for a special reason? <laughs> yes, this is a special reason. I know that Eric calls himself the cellar dweller. Oh, what are you talking about? But if you think about it, if you really think about it carefully, I always think about it. Who is the original cellar dweller? It would be Richard Richardson. Yep, he's in his mom's basement. Yeah, I'm sure, Richard Richardson Grandma. is the original cellar yeah, dweller. Grandma's, I'm sorry. Because I live in Grandma's basement. <laughs> yes, it has a dirt floor. And it's not finished. Are we here, cellar dweller? You can't call underneath of a trailer a cellar. Competition or can to you? To see who should not. be called cellar Up, dweller. Competition. And if I love games. Grandma will give me a list of questions that she has made up. I don't know the answers to, <laughs> and whoever answers the most questions is cellar dweller. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Grandma. Give me those questions. Here we go. Oh. Okay, she went right no, to it. they don't want to talk to you. No. <laughs> they don't like you. No. No. <laughs> okay. The first question on this list is, these are quotes from famous scary movies. Oh, here we go. And the first quote from a scary movie is, are you ready for this? I guess. Are you ready? I Liam, guess. Are you ready, Eric? I'm, I'm ready. Okay, first question, I'll give Eric a chance to answer. Is, I ain't afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost. That's Ghostbusters. Ray, Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> what movie, scary movie, Ring. is that from? Here he goes. Eric, I'll give you a chance to answer. <laughs> Eric, you get a chance. My guess is Ghostbusters. Oh, Boom! Ghostbusters is correct. He's one, one nothing for that Richard Richardson, answer. Eric. What? The next question <laughs> is... Here's the next one. What is it? What quote is this movie from? They're here. Do you know the e. answer to that question? guys. Okay. I'm guessing Poltergeist. He's beating you 2 nothing now, Eric. This is fucking bullshit. I even know these two. Peter, the grandmama's written it up. Is... Okay, this is the question. You're lighting up there, Eric. This mm -hmm. is the quote from the Here's scary the quote. movie. Here's the quote from the scary movie. Okay. How did you get here, Richard? What? What? <laughs> Quote is that from? How did you get here, Richard? What That's from that Grandma. From? That's going to be from some home movie. How hey, did Grandma, you get hey. here, Richard? Here we go. What is he going to say? Do you know it? Do you My know guess it? is Richard Richardson, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, and you are correct. It's the new if one. You got he won. You are the solo dweller, and there I think go. I know who that's going to be. I will accept your congratulations. <laughs> he got cut off, Eric. Thank and God. It, it did continue. If you then. got all those questions you correct, you are the solo dweller. Richard Richardson <laughs> got those questions correct. He's the solo dweller. I think dweller. I did. That's it. I will accept your congratulations. Congratulations, Richard. I will see you. 
in, in, in seven. seven, Eric. There we go. Uh, I think that Richard Richardson thinks that I'm going to take the time to edit calls together, and I do not have that no. time, Eric. But yes, thank you, Richard Richardson, or should I call him? The cellar dweller. Now uh, the cellar uh, dweller wasn't here to keep his freaking you know title I to himself. Know. I don't so know. I don't the think cellar dweller. I, I don't know. It, we couldn't get a hold of Josh, so yeah. <laughs> we couldn't have him. But that is Richard Richardson, the cellar dweller. Thank you, Richard. And we're gonna go to the last rent and rave, which is St. Patron. Oh. All right, this one's going to be a good one, so I just need you to fucking keep quiet while I record this, all right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Theater of the Bible. <laughs> I think he's the cellar dweller. <laughs> Hello, Jim and Eric. It's me. Don't you remember me? Oh, I remember I've you. I've been in the hat for a couple of weeks now. Have you guessed it that yet? That works? Oh, boy. It's Sid Patreon. The patron saint of all Patreon accounts, and I'm here with the Patreon Pooch, too. Say hi, Patreon Pooch. That sounds like the Attic Oh, good boy. <laughs> Sit and stay. <laughs> oh, he's such a good boy. Oh, Patreon Pooch, you're a great addition to the Patreon family. <laughs> oh, but speaking of which... Mm, Mrs. St. Patreon, if you remember her, uh, Carrie Russell, uh, she's been a little cranky recently. Oh, no. I, we, we can't have a cranky Miss Patreon or else Mr. St. Russell. Patreon's life would be miserable. I can't really go into exactly why she's cranky. Let's just say... Well, it's a certain top. No, I can't really go into it because Mrs. Ed Patreon listens to the podcast and screams everything I may or may not say about her. So let's just say, let's just say nothing and play it safe. She's not cranky at all. She's a delight. Oh yes, a delight. Well, it's been a while since I've talked to you boys, and there's been some great premium content on that. So I encourage everybody <laughs> to go on down to patreon.com slash weirdsciencedc and check out some of the cool stuff they got going. You don't even have to pay until the first of the month so you can do a free trial. But please, 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 please. Sounds like saying oh, Patreon's got to get that oh, shit out oh, of us oh, a little oh, bit. Please, please <laughs> let the Patreon account charge you at the beginning of the month so that I can take my 10% and I can help feed my family. Oh, the Patreon pooch looks so hungry because he's not getting any any, uh, money for the Patreon account. Kerry Russell hasn't worked in years. He doesn't need to, Jim. The problem is we already saw that St. Patreon had problems feeding his family before and now he's got a dog. Why would he do this? He's not right, boy. He doesn't think things through. (laughs) He doesn't. That's for future St. Patreon to deal with. Oh, he's so hungry. Just listen to that pooch. (laughs) Oh, no. Hey, what's this down here? Oh, this looks like a a trap door. Oh, no. Theater of the mind. (laughs) That's pretty good. Background music scares me. What's this? Ah. Oh, what's going on? Oh, man. I feel like I just had the worst dream of all time. Um, you were the cellar oh, dweller? Oh, look at this. Ooh. 
Oh, this is just just recording. All right. Okay. Um, hi, Jim and Eric. Hey. Uh, Jolly hey, Drew. Drew here. It's Jolly uh, Drew. I just wanted to catch Where up now? with you guys, let you know what I thought about uh, uh, Batman Lost. Okay. Although, I kind of seem to be lost myself. Yeah. Not exactly sure where I am. Oh, yeah, either at this point. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's a manhole cover. I guess I should probably just. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, close that up. Oh yeah, just move that manhole cover right over. That's oh, it's not a big a good black idea. hole. I guess I should jump right in, right yeah, guys? That's what Whee! I do. Close that now. Oh, no, he's that was a bad choice, Drew. That is always a bad choice. Eh? <laughs> oh God. Who is blasting this music in the street? <laughs> God. Well, it all makes sense now. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's the it's Fat Albert. <laughs> he's, he's going to Fat Cross Albert. Cross space creature. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cross space creature. Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, hey, 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 everything that's going down on the Patreon account, so you should definitely check it out. Uh, I read some comics hey, this hey, week. Hey. And I listened to the uh, the craw the the, mm, the the cellar dwellers. Cellar uh, dwellers getting a lot of play this I listened week. to the cellar dweller this week, and I hurt my brain. I think it might be not uh, a dweller at all, but it might be Eric Shay. What? So I uh, feel a little duped there, but that's okay. Uh, I like duped. Eric Shay just the same, and I like to hear him talk about. Horror movies and right. continuity within those different horror franchises, because that's what he likes, and I like he Eric Shay, like so I like what he likes. Not to mention I'm the crossbow creature. <laughs> oh no, another manhole! Whee! I think he's got a better stick than the cellar dweller. <laughs> he's definitely better than the attic animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what a wild ride, guys! It all ties back. I feel like I'm losing my freaking mind, kind of like Batman and Batman Lost. Oh yes. wow, funny how that lines up. Well, time to let you guys go. Remember, five dollars a month, just the price of a ham sandwich for Patreon exclusive content. I guarantee you're gonna love it. Oh boy, back into the hat with me. Woo! There he goes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. The Crawl Space Creature, Jolly Drew, and St. Patreon in that call. That was a uh, a chock full of characters, and I love it. I got yeah. lost. Yes, thank you. But I'm yeah. sure the Cellar Dweller appreciates what he said. The Cellar Dweller probably would. But yes, who would know, though, Eric? Who would I don't know. know. The Cellar Dweller does not talk to many people, but that is the end of of the rant and raves and the end of the intro of the podcast and we're going to go off now with some mail it's mail with jim hallelujah it's mail with jim oh yeah it's mail with jim hallelujah it's mail with jim amen it's mail with jim hallelujah it's mail with jim amen let's hear It's mail time with mail section number one, the first mail section of the night, Eric. Did you Good. know that? That mail section number one Whenever you switch starts it up, it off people. 
the mail section. I know. I was going to start off with mail section number three tonight. I figured that that might confuse people. So we'll start no out with mail to be, section like, number you one. Know, change things up like that? I know. Well, if you want to be part of the mail sections, and you are then the star, Eric, write into weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And you can write in anything, anybody, whatever. Whoever you are, whatever you want to say, you are on the show. Can I write in? You can anybody and you somebody from your family because I, I, I have written it and you never read it. <laughs> no, no, I I don't want you right in. I have enough of you and then right. you write in and you know all you do is throw shade at me. I I don't need that. What? Speaking of which, Eric, the first what? mail is from Amy. Amy is a first time writer, long time listener, Eric. And Amy says, "Hello, get fresh crew, boopity boop." This email is to America's sweetheart. To let everyone know that I listen to every episode. The reason? That is the only way I get to hear my son's voice. Pauline? This is Pauline? No, it's Amy. This is your mom, Eric. Hey, you there, Eric? Hello? Hello, Eric? He has muted his mic. That man-child that I had natural childbirth with never checks on his poor mama. You don't check on her, Eric. I'm very upset with you. Jim and Eric thinks it's cool to make fun of me and the women in their lives. Wait a minute. Wait, Eric, here. If you're not going to go in, I'm going to have to get things. Ding. Uh, Eric, are you <laughs> are you there, Eric? Your mom just said that we like to make fun of her and the women in our lives. <laughs> yeah, see, there you are. That is because they love themselves more than the ladies. Of course I am. Don't be yeah, silly. That's true. There you go. That didn't quite match up, but I hope that it would. would. <laughs> Eric, do you love yourself more than the ladies? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know Anybody why. Anybody who knows me will know that I hate myself. That is true. But I mean, a life with all of these great ladies around us, what do you think of that? That sounds awesome. What? It sounds awesome, does it? I don't know. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to go visit your mom tomorrow? No. Okay. There, there no. Uh, shame on you, little men. I hope you fall in a Verizon hole so I can laugh at you. <laughs> and that's the thing is, uh, I will tell you, Amy, that if I ever do fall in a Verizon hole, I, it will be it will be comeuppance for me. I will think that karma is a bitch, and I I will think of you in that Verizon hole. I don't know though that I'll know what that is. I I still don't know exactly what that Verizon hole is, but it sounds dangerous. Remember this, America's sweetheart. Without me, you would never have started reading comic books. Uh, she says, and she says, I'm gonna send Skeletor over to your apartment and tell him you are a son of buzz off and to give you matching arms and then call uh, signs off abused and forgotten mama <laughs> amy and then says p.s just kidding i adore eric which i know i i told you uh no joking aside uh some of my favorite stories that you've ever told me are some of the things that your mom did with you especially the skeletor and stuff like that that he meant stuff and then it gets all ruined by she then says dot 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 Jim is just a mangina, and I, I would like to think that, that though she gets upset at the Verizon whole talk and all that, 
Uh, my wife and kids sometimes listen to this podcast, and she just broke their hearts. She just Aww. broke the hearts of my – just like you don't like to hear Eric getting stuff thrown at him. Now you have broken some young kids' hearts, though I should probably not let them listen to this podcast. They do anyway uh, because, like Amy, I don't talk to them you know, like you do with her. So uh, this is the thing. Really, you, you don't realize this. Uh, most people would not know this. The reason why we have this podcast podcast is to stay in contact with those we love yeah. I, maybe at some point my mother will stop going to australian uh stripper thunder from down under man the thunder from down under and maybe listen to our podcast though i don't think she would understand what a podcast is yeah. uh my mom is not very smart so uh, i'll give your mom credit she was able to mail and my mom would not have ever been able to do that she would never know how to do so yes, and, and really, if you go down to it, uh, I am a mangina, and uh, actually, I wish I was. That that is, if I had a wish, it would be to be a mangina, because number one, then I wouldn't need anybody else, Eric. I'd be my own best friend. I'd have a lot of good times with that. But there has to be a monkey paw somewhere in there, possibly halfway up my ass. I don't know, but there it is, Eric. Your mom wrote in, and I, I wanted to surprise you with that. Uh, did you enjoy that? Was that a good I think mail? I've a lot of time was on that this a mail for some goddamn reason. With you? No. no. It's because you're not talking to me. I mean, that, that was good. It's fucking nonsense. Jeez, I hate everything. What, Eric, how dare you? We'll get on with the next mail. The next mail is from Ian. And Ian says, Dear Eric, why don't you talk to your mom? How did oh, Ian know that this was going to be that way? I, I don't know. And, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, Ian can uh, get over that. <laughs> you know, Ian says, hello, Jim and Eric and the members of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. What are your thoughts of Mike, uh, Brian Michael Bendis leaving Marvel for DC? And he says, I think it's pretty huge considering he's probably the biggest writer over at Marvel. And I think one of the things DC lacks aside from editors actually doing their job are writers that know the characters they are writing. Now, I will say, Ian, that I do think it's big. I, I think it's a big PR deal, especially – I have not read tons of Brian Michael Bendis stuff, but the stuff I have read, I was pretty bored with. And the problem is, if it is knowing the characters, I don't know that he's going to know whatever he's going to be on. I, I don't know. I, to me, it's one of those, let's sit back and wait to see what book he's on. I know Brandon was re ready to jump off a goddamn nearest building. He doesn't like – and it's funny. He, Him and Trevor have the Marvel Madness podcast, but yet he's still upset because I think he wanted Brian Michael Bendis just to disappear completely. Is what he wanted to have. Uh, you have any thoughts? Are you excited about that, Eric? Well, I haven't really read Brian Michael Bendis since he did Avengers Disassembled and then the new Avengers. I think that was over a decade ago at this point. And I, like, I, I read a few Marvel here and there. I think I was doing his Spider-Man when Miles Morales recently. Like, like last year, I read a few issues. But I don't really have a connection with him like everybody else. Like, I remember back in the day, he was an awesome <laughs> – Keep going. Keep no, I'm going. I just wanted to hear you. No, what, what, do you, what did you read back in the day? I just wanted I to hear you. you laugh. Oh, okay. I was too busy looking at the deal. See, you, you get thrown off. You never used to get thrown off by these things. I, you have not, you don't like You don't like playing around anymore. I don't have the crickets anymore. I don't like to throw you off like this. I am sorry. I apologize. <laughs> uh, 
I just are you with me though? We have to wait to see what book he's. Yeah, on. It is really the the main thing. It seems me. like what multiple books he'll be on the way he does stuff. Yeah, and I said before, I, I think I said it in one of the spotlights this week and, and stuff like that, and I've said to you and people in the Get First Crew, I do think that one of the big things is they need somebody besides a Scott Snyder or Jeff Johns that can handle an event, and whether or not you like you know the stuff Bendis is doing, uh, I think that he'd be able to handle an event more than, say, a Steve Orlando, they, oh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So uh, I just think that it's more PR deal for them to grab him and sign him exclusive. It's pretty crazy i mean it's it's tough uh, but brandon again brandon's the guy who i'm gonna defer to and he says that he can't wait till i have to review and talk about a brian michael Bennis book so then i can be driven nuts just like him so we'll, we'll have to see but maybe he, says, he was burned uh, out at marvel and this is exactly what he well, yeah to that's what he kind of says he said it in in a tweet and stuff like that that and in fact eric we were gonna have a news section but i ended up skipping it and i did have some stuff where he did tweet this is real. I love you all. Change is good. Change is healthy. And then yeah. he uh, he tweeted again, I'm bursting with ideas and inspirations. Details to come. Stay tuned. And this is one of those things. I mean, not to have to everything tie back into the Patreon account, but we have had some other things. The Cellar Dweller, I've heard about that guy, uh, the best songs ever, and all these other things. It is kind of exciting to do something new and gets you yeah. all fired up. So hopefully that will be the case. And some of his best work is still ahead of him. But he said, I like some of Bendis' work and never read a bad Avengers issue or Spider-Man issue that he wrote. I've read on forums. I don't know if he's just skipped those, Eric. Is that what he means? I actually think he liked them all. I've read on forums, spoke to friends that still read Marvel, and that they feel his big event books, and that's in quote, would drag on too long or be up and down in terms of quality. But I feel his overall body of work over over at Marvel uh, was great just the same. And I'm listening to the episode from last week as I write this and hearing Jeremy mention that he thought with a thought with a name like Reverse Flash, it sounds like he should be fast running backwards with Eric responding, wow, what a useless superpower made me laugh a little. <laughs> he said that running really fast backwards. I remember seeing a bunch of useless superpowered memes online that I thought were pretty funny and Trump's the running backwards really uh, fast bit. And he says, one, the ability to read your own mind. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. The ability. I wish to, I knew what I was thinking half the time. The, so the ability to attract bullets, Eric. <laughs> that'd be good. Summoning a lamp once. It sounds like <laughs> a Mitch Hedberg joke. Uh, the ability to always believe it's not butter. No, no, Mister Simpson, you cannot tell if it's not butter. Nope. Do you remember that? Or I do. There's a little deal for you. Having super strength when you're a deep, in a deep sleep. So he has super strength and deep sleep. Being able to levitate two inches off the ground inside an airplane while the airplane is in flight. And the last one, which is number seven, the ability to turn water lukewarm, not hot or cold, with a touch. And those would be good. I think I like the ability to read your own mind. That is the best. That'd be so good. I think that's what Afterthought thinks he does. But yeah, great job with the podcast, guys. And thanks again for all the content. And shout out to the impromptu Necessary Nonsense Maury episode last <laughs> week. Yes, he enjoyed that. And you are welcome. And thank you, Ian, uh, as well as being a badass. And now we go on now to the last mail of the first section. And Eric, it's John Wayne. John Wayne has written in 
It's and it's actually John Howdy Pilgrim. Howdy Pilgrim. What up, players? I am Jonathan it's Wayne. Not how John Wayne talks? He's like, I am Jonathan Wayne, and you guys are fucking hilarious. Oh shit! You, you just want everything. Am I supposed to, you know, go with John and have the joke where everything ends with Pilgrim? I'm yes. Not going to do that. No, I'm sure he has heard this every he goddamn place he's gone. He doesn't need that. In fact, it's J O N John. So take that. I talk to John a lot. So quiet down, Marion. Yes, I am from the fire country of Northern California. Been listening to the podcast for about a year. Talk with Jim occasionally on Twitter, which I love. And it's so funny. He goes into this. It makes me laugh so much now that I have the backstory of what we talk about here. But this is my first time sending you guys mail for the podcast because I just signed up for the Patreon last month. And he did. And thank you. you. I, I don't even think I ended up thanking him on Twitter where we talk. I'm sorry about that. My favorite titles are Superman. And Super Sons, basically anything that Tomasi writes. He's a big fan of Tomasi Tomasi Gleason. He is a big fan, Eric. In fact, I think that this is what got him going. Good question. My my favorite writer right now would probably be uh probably Tomasi. Honestly. It <laughs> like I, I get I give this fucking annual a low score, but I do love Tomasi Gleason together. Yeah, Tomasi Who is laughing? I hate that. Telling, if there's anything of the sort from me next week. Uh, I'm t- if anybody doesn't record it themselves and, and make a soundboard, you're never hearing me talk drunk. But uh, though my pull list is littered with mediocre books, and this Might is what well. he's saying. He said Batman, Green Arrow, Teen Titans, etc. That I keep out of loyalty to characters, though I have enjoyed Tom King's run more than you guys. Still, jokes and riddles sucked ass. He said, sure did. And you are correct. Uh, again, you say that I really love the I am Gotham. I am Gotham. I thought Best that one great. there is. I really, really wish you would all to write something as good as that. I am enjoying Rebirth generally more than you guys, but that is for a specific reason. My girlfriend got into comics because of Jeff John's Rebirth special last year, and that's awesome. Sense, and that yeah. alone would be enough to keep me on board with this relaunch. I've I've tried to give Tanya comics. She don't want none of that nonsense. She However, tried that Supergirl being super. She got sick of that immediately. Yeah, she did. However, her additions to our pull list are killing me and this is the oh, best the part when these are her to comic shop with me it would kill me <laughs> uh these are her books that she picked birds of prey mm. jla and supergirl as jim well Look, knows I, I don't want to say i like want any violence to happen to no. her but smack her and tell her no, to fucking no, pick no. better goddamn and, and book. really i hope i want to i want him i want God john to tell it. me if she enjoyed supergirl more this week because later on you're gonna hear we did so as jim well knows i despise steve orlando and oh i know yeah, oh, the tales I tell, Eric. Truly, I agree with you guys completely on how much he sucks. He ruins some of my favorite characters, and I had planned on axing both of his books from our list to make room for Doomsday Clock and some of the new titles coming in the new year. But she vetoed it. And he says, I still get Doomsday, uh, though. So somehow she loves Orlando, and it's driving me nuts. Now, I'm going to tell you the problem is, and I, I blame you, John, is that you let her read that Rebirth issue. The way it's calling out here, that seems to be her first comic. Somehow you let her then read Steve Orlando. She just doesn't know better right no. now. She, you got to give her a little more concept of what a good book is. Because uh, every guessing, book she's reading is mediocre to shit, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, guessing, she needs to know what <laughs> an actual good comic is like. And, and still, though, I'm sure she likes Batgirl, so she's you know the Birds of Prey. You got that, the JLA. You got some, you know, and Supergirl's an awesome character. It's just it's not a good book. She just might not know better yet. I'm not saying anything about her. Uh, obviously, I think that he will never let her listen to this podcast. I would probably she would never let him listen again. I'm sure, but <laughs> she's basically done listening to my complaints. 
So I've turned to you, my friends. I've given up Orlando's. I I've given up on Orlando's books. Yet I do my best with Birds of Prey because I love the characters. I'd buy yeah. the Black Canary solo title anytime. Uh, and you could read the one from the New I 52. I thought I did too until I read while. that one from the New 52. But, uh, <laughs> yes, it's Brendan Fletcher who wrote that, and a lot of people liked it. I liked it at first, but after 16 issues, I come to two major conclusions about the book. And this is uh, the Birds of Prey. The Benson sisters' background in TV shines through too often. Issues where nothing happens and then many arcs around a certain character and I'm not sure it's a good thing. And I would agree. They are TV it writers. It needs a new writer tell. something fierce. There have, been, there have been some strong parts of their run. Blackbird he says, and that, that was pretty good. And yeah. I have hope for the manslaughter there were aspects arc. aspects that I enjoyed. Manslaughter arc. But I kind of think Gail Simone should take over the book soon. And I told you that to me, if they are going to get this, the sales aren't good on Birds of Prey. To me, the only thing that you can do, besides, I don't think any sort of random creative team change would work. I do think you have to get Gail Simone or somebody like you that. You got to get Gail Simone. You have to cancel this and do a Gail Simone Birds of yeah. Prey number one. Yeah, and, and get that going. But Gail Simone should take over. He says, "You guys are too nice. The art in this book sucks. With all the talented artists, they've been uh, got wasting away on only one book. Not sure why DC can't change things up See, every once in a while." What the fuck is Jason Farbach doing? I don't know. Well, he's doing that Swamp Thing freaking thing with uh, Tom King coming up. Still. Uh, it's funny. We have – and uh, again, is it one of those things where you have the big, big books? You know, they're already taken care of. And DC doesn't want them to – you don't want Jason Fabok on a Birds of Prey because then it kind of makes – I don't know. You know it's what I mean? It's such a weird he's thing. He's kind of like, caught in better between. be on retainer where DC is just keeps paying him not to do anything until something big comes up so yeah. he can do it because – What's he, how, how's the motherfucker eating? It, it's like, to me, it's like, and now, Eric, I don't know if you realize that I have a, a sports podcast with Brandon, the sports oh. And when, it, to me, it actually makes me feel like it's like one of those things where you have a kicker, and a kicker gets really, really good. He gets paid too much, and then you have to get rid of him, even though he's great or whatever. Uh, Jason Fabak is too good to be on a Birds of Prey. But every other book, so he has nothing to do. He just sits around, and it's a shame because I like a Liam Sharp should have immediately been on an ongoing book once. Ba- you know, once Wonder Woman changed up, but nope, he's just doing things. He's done two in. issues. Yeah, but he's. I'm saying he's like a fill-in guy who I just kind of shows up. And hope he's I didn't waste too much. He's got to find a place to get back in now that Wonder Woman. He's off that Wonder Woman. So maybe when the new titles are announced, we'll get J- yeah. uh, freaking Liam Sharp back. We'll get Jason Fabok back. Be nice. We get- We'll get a bunch of things back, Jimmy. Well, again, we'll get here the you go. Pack, huh? You have Jason Falbach and you have Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis is not going to be on a nonsense book. They're not going to – I don't think they're going to sign him and his first book is going to be, I don't know, fucking a vibe revamp. You know what I mean? Or that. He's going to be probably taking over JLA or he'll be doing something big, a JSA maybe, something I like that. I want him to be on JLA, Teen Titans, and Batgirl. Boy, and he does. That's the one thing, too, uh, that we didn't say earlier about Brian Michael Bendis. That guy is a workhorse. You know, he does that. He he rubs his bald head, Eric, and gets to work, that guy. Can't stand when I see that picture of him. He he looks like, I don't know. He looks like it's, he's uh, Lex Luthor. He's his dumpy brother. (laughs) He's not like Sal Cipriano's sexy brother. Am I supposed to say this? Uh, Are we supposed to get on a good foot with him as he comes over? Eh, It's over now. It's done. (laughs) That's why we need support because nobody else will. Uh, he says, hope I don't waste too much of your time. Uh, in the future, I'll probably write in the try and shine light on parts of Rebirth that I'm enjoying so as to brighten your days when you're both disheartened about the state of books. And that Do is it, this baby. week. 
this week. Much love and stay saucy. Until next time, John Wayne, and thanks so much, John. And uh, yeah, that Have is a good the one, end. Pilgrim. That is the end of mail section number one, Pilgrim. Uh, but yeah, I just I burned the bridges with Brian Michael Bendis and one. Don't worry. Bit. The thing is, if he ever hears this, hear he gets this. upset. I'm just going to take a picture of you after you shave your head and how crazy it looks because you miss a bunch of spots. Yes, I do. I look like a, right a mental it. patient when you I do, do that. So yeah, ah, you, you know what? Shade of poor Brian Michael no, Bendis. Uh, poor shaded him. What you should do is feel bad for me because I don't have anybody in this house who'll give me a goddamn hand. I sit there, I go down, I'm like, hey, did I get everything? Yeah. Then I go into work, and you're like, Jesus Christ, there's a the huge patch of hair back there. I wear, that's why I wear a hat to hide my shame. <laughs> but that I is, can't cover everything. <laughs> the, the hat doesn't cover ugly, unfortunately, but that is the end of mail selection number one, and we're going to go off to some books. No. Oh God! What happened? <laughs> I feel like crap. That's what happened. We're about. It's about to start, Eric. The meat and cheese. It's here. All right. Good uh, eating. Is it? Is it good eating? Is it? Are, are you Hope trying to it. make me feel better about what's to come? Uh, yeah, you know, man. That's the come problem. On, we're gonna get all picked up. We're gonna I, have a good time tonight, right? I, unfortunately, uh, I have read these books ahead of time. Uh, it's. I don't yep. read them. As we record, Eric, and I, I know what's about to come down the line uh, at us. I, I can see the early warning signs uh, of what's going to be coming down our way. But this is the meat and cheese of the podcast, the books. And if you want to read our reviews, our written reviews, you can go over to the award-winning Weird Science DC Comics at WeirdScienceDCComics.com and see how we uh, like them or not, I know that Dancing Mike always says occasionally he'll bring it up where he thinks what you do is you read the comics, you read the reviews, then you listen to the podcast. That's how he says uh, it should be. But some people, maybe there's some people who listen to us that never have gone to the site. That's oh, not crazy. at all. It's crazy. But if you hear us talking and I talk over Eric and don't let him get any word edgewise and it's one of his books, you can go and see what he would have said. If I wouldn't have talked over him at our site, uh, what would you like the meat to be? Would you like a little bear? Maybe some moose? Bear. Moose, maybe? Possibly? You know, I have had moose. I do enjoy moose. I had bear. I had bear, and it was very good. Uh, yeah. I had it as like a almost like a roast. I and, like to yeah. imagine you were in an edge situation where you were out in the goddamn wilderness and a bear no, was trying to hunt you. Great. But you turned the tables on that bear. I turned bear the tables on the bear. The bear thought it was hunting me. 
when all along I was hunting it, Eric. Sometimes and, and, yes. you eat the bear, but sometimes the bear he eats you. Yeah, is that is that what I saw on Slack one time on one of those stupid messages <laughs> that I so shook much. my head? I'm like, God damn it, I don't need to, to see that. You From know, your the friends, it's Grizzly Slack. Man. He, the bear ate him, Eric. I, I don't. Have you seen the Grizzly Man document? Uh, document? I have not. I don't. I'll tell you, it doesn't end well for for a guy who lives with grizzly bears, Eric. But again, is, if you're is gonna, it as bad as Dear Zachary? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, oh, if I mean, spoiler alert: if you want to watch a guy who is so into bears that he goes and talks to him and has names for him and do that, and the final scene is basically a helicopter going over his camp while the bears are eating him, then yeah, oh, yeah it's pretty good. <laughs> it's like Into the Wild, Eric. Uh, you know what? The Wild One. That's what it's happened. Into the uh, Wild, the wild. But this one's called Into the Bear. Yeah, yeah, it's Into the Bear. That guy uh, from from where we once were is where we go. Uh, dust to dust, Eric. We're all dust in the wind. Just dust this, in the wind, baby. What kind book. of cheese are we eating this, tonight? Uh, this uh, yeah, what's the cheese? The cheese? I, I don't know. What cheese do you want? A brie? Possibly. Uh, I don't know. What? What's your Blue favorite cheese? cheese? Your bear. Your fa- Blue cheese and bear. Yeah. That's what you want? Is blue cheese one of your favorite cheeses? You like to nibble on some blue cheese? I hate again? blue cheese so much. The only thing I'm ever eating blue cheese is No, here we go. Ones. Here comes that pizza. It's blue cheese. It's on that pizza, right? That's mixed in with the uh, the buffalo chicken pizza probably has sure blue is. cheese mixed into that sauce. That's there. delicious. Did you have that this weekend yet? I did not. No, no. I've been trying to stay away from that because I did have it like two days in a row like last week, and I don't yeah, want to yeah, overdo it. Because I didn't oh, I thought, hate it. Yeah. Oh, I told you. I just, it's I a very rich pizza. I could see myself getting sick of it, though, yes, and I that, don't that want something. that to happen for yep, how much that I love That is something, and what Eric's talking about is uh, the pizza place near his house has a buffalo chicken pizza that he is very fond of, but it's very rich. I mean, it, it's it doesn't have marinara sauce. It has actually it buffalo wings. It is hot wings sauce, sauce mixed with blue cheese, and that is your sauce with cheese yeah. and then buffalo chicken on top, and it is the most amazing pizza I've ever had. Yes, it is pretty good. I had two slices that one day, and I approved of it as well. But there you go. Blue cheese and bear is what we're going to start with, and we're going to start with the books. You know what? That really points a pretty, like, you know, paints a pretty picture of how the books are going to go tonight. Blue cheese and bear. Blue cheese and bear. Dad, would you ever eat blue cheese bear? Would you? Or would that, no. Is that what you would do? Okay. Well, we're going to get on with it. <laughs> I don't know why we're even wasting time. We have a lot of books to talk about tonight. And I'm just going to try to maintain a positive mood, a very positive mood going forward. It's not going to last. No. I can I can tell you that. But here we go, Eric. We're going to start with a book that I, I wish I liked more. And I think that after reading it again, I do think I had a gut reaction that might have been a little lower than it should have been. But I'll stick with it because I, I still was infuriated by the end of just the wasted time. Of this arc, Eric, I'm talking about Detective Comics number 968, written by James Tynan IV, art by Alvaro Martinez, Raul Fernandez, Tamu Moray, which I, I had problems uh. saying his name, but yet it is a guy that I have all the time. And one Sal Cipriano. Sal Cipriano, Sal. hey! <laughs> Sal, oh, Sal, where's your sexy brother? See, I always can get a smile on my face because of Sal's... Sexy brother, I don't know if you realize, Sal's mom got a hold of me and and said, listen, don't go on and on about Sal's sexy brother. He gets a little upset, but his mom is is, uh, upset because Sal 
does not have uh, the grandkids for her. The sexy brother. He has a lot of grandkids, Eric, all over the place. So he, are he, the grandkids, <laughs> like you, my well, brother Simon. Well, here no, gives the me. grandkids that you need to give Simon. me. Your, your sexy brother Simon, he has a 17 kids from 16 of women. I'm not very proud of that fact, but still, the grandkids. The grandkids. You're off there with your funny books, writing your little words there. You don't even write it. You're just a guy who writes down other people's words. Sal's mom is very upset. Sal Cipriano, if you listen to this, is going to go, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know what Sal looks like. Maybe Sal is, in fact, the sexy brother. Maybe he is. Here we go. I know for a fact that Simon's the sexy brother. Simon is the sexy brother. The Lonely Place of Living story ends. And while I've seen some people loving it, I thought it was cliched and forced ending. And by the end, was rolling my eyes so much, I got dizzy, Eric. Oh, Tynan pretty much ends the book by hitting the reset button, and the hero of the story ends up being Hyper Time. This arc actually got me interested in seeing the Tim Drake of tomorrow, but by the end, I don't even know if he had to be in this story. I guess I will have to wait to see any ramifications coming down from this, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, and that's that's my blurb, Eric. There you go. Uh, the problem is, at the end of this, you, you had Tim Drake coming back. Really, you had the Tim of tomorrow. That was one of the main things. You needed him you needed somebody to get Tim Drake out of the prison of Mr. Oz, which was out of space and time. Yeah. This was not something that even a Superman could fly to and get it. The Green Lantern Corps couldn't go save him. Nobody knew he was there. He did you know, get that signal, but still, he's stuck out of space and time. You needed a way to get out. They, he, uh, Tynan used the Tim Drake of tomorrow that was a Jeff Johns character in an alt future of the Teen Titans. Uh, to get him out. And, and okay, that that made, to me, number one, it made Mr. Oz and this whole concept of this prison, before we knew even knew it was Jarrell, and it was about the same time that it was revealed, but I still kind of think of this, I don't even think of Jarrell as being, even though it was, but it ended up like, okay, now we're talking about Mr. Oz can grab people out of different timelines and different, yeah, and alt timelines. No, I just don't understand, though, like, you know, when the New 52 was ending, we had the Batman Beyond series, and that actually crossed over into Rebirth before it was canceled. We had the Batman Beyond Tim Drake of the, the future. You know, he was trying to leave Neo-Gotham as that series was ending, and then he just disappeared. And that was right around the same time that Tim Drake of Rebirth disappeared. So it would really, like, you know, stand the reason that this future Tim Drake we would have had should have been the Batman yeah. Beyond version, not this Tim Drake of yeah. tomorrow. It's just a weird thing to throw in there because now – we are still left like, what happened to Tim Drake of Batman Beyond? Yeah, what you have that, but uh, even more so is, like, where th- this, at one point, it did seem they were really pushing the Tim Drake of tomorrow, being that Jeff Johns deal. And then, out of nowhere, it seemed like uh, that the future Tim Drake, the Tim Drake of tomorrow, kind of realizes, oh, no. I'm not from an alt future anymore. I'm this. I, I, that, he that's cuts, one of the most fucked up things about it. This is the when, thing. This when is he cuts what, himself, yeah. this, is, this takes hyper time out of the equation in my yeah, mind because that's it the is problem. him from the actual future. Yes, and he cuts. He cut the young Tim Drake and like, oh my God, I have a scar now. All this thing. The whole thing of like, you got to tell Connor that you're sorry. I don't know who Connor is. Who the hell's Connor? Okay, there you go. There's another thing that Hypertime should have been pissed off at if you're going to make Hypertime yeah. a person. But where was where is Hypertime there to fix that? That makes no sense. Then as this went Hyper on, Hypertime's a lot like Santa well, Claus. It and, watches and again, you all year to see if you've been good or not. Yeah. Well, now the problem is, is like at that point when we said, "Oh my God, this means like Mr. Oz. This could put everything out on the table. This he oh, yeah. can take people from other timelines, other this, other that." 
I don't know what they're getting at by the end because they really seem to want to, in one little arc, push all that alt stuff under the fucking rug and just oh, go completely gone. We got with Tim Drake back. And now, like you said, yeah. we hit the reset button. The end. Yeah. And, and the problem I have with once all that could happen is I think Tynan was writing it. And then he thought, you know what? This is a Tim Drake from an alt future. He would know this and did know this. So anything he does would not affect Tim Drake in our universe, but that had to happen for him to make the story mean something. So out of nowhere, in a hokey way, I cut you. Oh my God, I have a scar. Our timelines have have come together. Uh, but even that, that should be something hypertime yeah. wouldn't allow. So all of this is complete and other nonsense. Now and the even other the thing, concept of hypertime, the whole yeah. idea, it always oh, it drives me, me nuts. So I try it, to think yeah. about it. And it, it never makes sense to me. And so I was so happy back, I think it was in 2005, when Dan DiDio said that, all right, we're taking hypertime off the table. It's never going to be a goddamn thing yep. anymore because he hated it too. And here we are, fucking how many years later, we're back at it. Yeah, and, and really the, the thing that really got me mad at the end besides hypertime being the hero is the fact that at the end, there's Tim Drake. He was stuck in this prison for how long? You know, It's not really fully knows, spelled yeah. out, but who knows how long when he was when he was taken – he actually ended up like, I got to do this. I, you know, even though I wanted to go and have my own life, I was going to go to Ivy University. He, you know, he told spoiler all this. I'd have hung ever out wanna, with Ryan Choi. Who yeah, knows? I, yeah, I don't ever want to be Batman. I want to do that. I can t- help people other ways. He gets captured and then comes back and then has pretty much Tim Drake of Tomorrow. You know, the whole Batwoman thing is thrown in there. But really, all that Tim Drake of Tomorrow wants to tell him is, you know, you shouldn't be Batman. Yeah, it, it, it's nothing different. Yep. This is what Tim thought before he got captured. It, it's all the it's same. Not so we at have the a end, big character revelation where no. Tim, you know, before Tim would say, "I can't wait to be Batman one day." Yeah, yeah. That, that's the problem. It's not like he was going to go to Ivy University and then at the end, it's like, you know what? I, I'm not going to do that. I want to become Batman. You know what, Batman? When you die, make me the Batman, not anybody else, because that's what I want. No, basically, the Tim of tomorrow to me is just a broken record to what we already had. There is no character progression. I think people were fooled in this issue because you do have the superhero moment of, you know, I understand what Robin is, and I'm going to... No, don't give me that. I, I need a story that, that progresses from the beginning to the end that gives you something. At the end, how this ends infuriated me to the point where we got nothing and this is another thing and it's nothing Tynan's fault this is another freaking rebirth story that fell flat on its face just like that goddamn microverse nonsense over Uh in JLA these are the biggest stories that we've had and and this is why like we talked uh, you know in the news uh, this week about Brian Michael Bendis coming here that's why I think that they grabbed them because nobody can seem to keep a story together in four issues to give you something that all four issues mean so this this well, is a honestly, reset one of button things at the end too it's like the, the writers are really freaking have their hands tied behind their back with everything that's going down because you you don't have a clear cut idea of where DC is going to be next year so you can't really do a lot of things even not even next year stuff that's leading up to right now you have to have a detailed idea of what's going to happen so you can't do anything off of Jeff John's script at the yeah, moment, so here's what the you're problem, right, it's kind of fucking, All you know. this is is bringing Tim back. It, it, yeah. Just bring him back with some emotion and and make it so that it's meaningful. If he came back and then decided, I mean, say you go the opposite way. He comes back. He's been in prison. He's been sitting in a cell all by himself. He comes back by himself somehow and, and just says, you know what? I had a lot of time to think. 
that stuff about going to university or whatever, you know what? I, I think I need to be where I need to be and be Robin and all you this. You know what? And, you College know, ain't for everybody. Yeah, or, or say, you know what? I want to go to what I was going to do. I didn't die. I don't know what's happened. Or he comes back and says, you know, you know what? I, I think I want to figure out what the fuck just happened to me for a <laughs> year. You know what I mean? Like, huh, fuck this Gotham shit. I was just in a prison out of space and time. I, I saw something figure this that out. I thought was impossible, but I might never ever bring it up yeah, again. Yeah, I something about, about yeah, that. That's impossible. Yeah, what, what was that? What was that? Because if you say that, oh, because he saw himself. No, no, because when Tim Drake of Tomorrow came into his, his view in this arc he was wearing the batman outfit and he thought it was batman at first he didn't even realize well, possibly that. you know why me being tim drake the nice guy that i know i am was locked up with somebody like doomsday yeah, yeah something like that but, why was uh, i taken i don't know that we're gonna get that but we start off with yet another drake. Hello, thing everyone. we're gonna start this this goddamn issue and it starts off with just something I, I really to me everything in this issue was forced because you have to have this big threat so all of a sudden we go back to ulysses and Ulysses, who was pretty much, I thought, pretty much kicked out of colony or was going off to do his yeah, own yeah. thing. Yet he's on a colony airship Alpha sending messages off to uh, Jacob, Colonel Jacob Kane, Kate's father, who's the head of colony at that point, and, uh, you know, saying that he doesn't want to be a, a code monkey. Yeah, what, I want to get back he... in there like the big times. I want to make the yeah. weapons and be yeah, a part of all time, the action. At this point, he is on the colony airship Alpha with a bunch of other ships flying around him. This yeah. doesn't seem like he's in an office. He's not there, you know, just typing in code. He's doing something, but it's like, hey, you know, I just want to get a hold of you, Jacob. Uh, I broke into your information deal, not as a threat, but to, you know, tell you, I realize you think I'm nuts, uh, but I'm not. I, I may be, but whatever. Yeah, I don't think is. I went over the top. But, you know, give me a chance again. I, I want to prove myself. In the meantime, we see that he still has that Robin, the Red Robin suit that he has hooked up. He's trying to get that. And that is the forced deal where all of a sudden Brother Eye, which was in the computers, we saw that the Tim Drake of Tomorrow has Brother Eye and also goes in a suit, kind of goes through, activates. He said, this is weird. There shouldn't be. Tim Drake's dead. And there's yeah. two other suits that activated. I don't understand what's going on. And Brother Eye takes over the colony ship. And this is only to get it so that all of those drones can go again. That originally thought we thought that killed Tim Drake that previously. That killed Tim. And to me, I'm like, okay, number one, it's kind of a repeat. You know what I mean? It's like that's what you're going to go with. Well, while this is going on, the, the, you know, the Bat family are fighting Tim Drake tomorrow in the Batcave. And well, you even do before have, that, you see, you see that freaking, you know, uh, I can't even think of his name. You just fucking said it. But Ulysses. Now, uh, Ulysses, yeah. you see that he is a little insane because even though he sees all the drones about to get set off, he's like, oh my god, the colonel is going to kill me because he knows they're going for yeah, KK. They say they're and then going, he stops, they, yeah. he's like, or I could finally see what all my toys can do, yeah. so, seeing that he is a little psychopath. Yeah, which he already saw. Yeah. He already saw it before. He was filing yeah. a grievance saying it's that he's not just. Oh, they, they just need a way for him not to contact anyone, yeah. even though, even if he contact, that's the thing. I'd contact Jacob because you're not going to be able to stop him as you are right now anyway. They're they're being controlled by Brother Eye. You better get your ass out of that. You better, you know, throw Brother Eye under the table right now under the bus because you're going to be blamed. But, yeah, he's just going to let it go. And then you see 
uh, Tim Drake Batman fighting Batman, Red Hood, uh, Damien. Pretty much the entire Bat family. Uh, yeah, the entire deal, and they're going at it, and he's holding his own. And a lot of people have a big problem with this. Is Yeah, he ended up pretty much fighting Doomsday. Now he's fighting the whole Bat family. He's pretty tough. but he, he, he's, he's an awesome Batman. I'm telling you, yes. I will go with this whole idea. Tim Drake being as smart as he would, had, would make sure that he could take out all these people. Yeah, but yeah, being smart doesn't mean you can beat up Batman. I really don't. I, I know you can train and whatnot, but, you know, but he's doing it. And it's so weird, though, because he's like, listen, I, I don't want to hurt you guys. Batwoman's already dead. I, everything's in place. It's going on. I need I want you to give you back your lives. And then the, the weirdest thing is like these all these things. It ends up late in a little bit of him saying to Damien, like, hey, Damien should be killed for what he did to that John, you know, that poor Kent boy. And yeah. that's just out there to throw it out there. But the well, other big important we're going to deal with in Super Sons, you're yeah, going to no, change in Damien coming forward. The other big thing, though, is to tell Red Hood that he's going to have a bone spur in his hip. Yeah, <laughs> like really, that's that important. That that's all the other things. See, where now, the thing is, like, we're just talking about that with you know Tim Drake and tomorrow being able to fight all these characters and pretty much kick their ass. Yeah, I like that initially, but when we come back to it later, where freaking you know Tim is able to take him out with Batwoman, that actually bothered me a bit because yeah. well, yeah, you could you could say it's the hyper time activity that's happening that like weakened him, but we have it right here when he's still fighting the rest of the Bat family, and he can still take them down. So when we have it later on, and then Tim by himself and yeah. Batwoman are able to take him down. I was a little angry at that because yeah. like. Now, now you just you just proved to us how much of a badass this guy is. Now you're just going to make him a punk at the end of the story. It's fucked up. And, and as this goes, you see, hey, Red Hood, watch out. You're going to have a bone spur in your hip joint. And, you know, hey, Damon, you should kill him because what he's going to do to the Kemp boy. And it seems like that is what spurs the hyper time to kick in there and try yeah. to stop it. The problem is, again, I just have to say, if, if hyper time is going to do this, why wasn't it doing it when he ended up in this timeline? I mean that. I'm that telling would, you, well, you, know, you could be in this timeline. A timeline, as long as you don't change anything, you're good. I yeah, say, as soon he, as he activates Brother Eye, shit should go yeah, wonky. Brother Eye, as soon as he talks to us, his self, it should cause some issues. And just the the fact that Tim knows that he will become Batman if this would be the future. Right. Uh, to me, is right away, this would have happened. But yeah, he's like, ah, I'm like, what's going on? But they're still, you know, hey, you know, what's going on with him? But they still are fighting and they keep going. And this is where he goes up to Batman. And this will continue. It's something that has kind of been, you know, pushed aside for a little, but a big complaint from people from the beginning of this Detective Comics uh, run and rebirth is that Batman has consistently been getting the shit kicked out of him and been <laughs> defeated constantly. Now, again, we haven't really dealt a lot with Batman in this book lately. No. It's a lot of Tim. So it's kind of been pushed aside. But you remember everybody was pissed. Like, yeah, God damn it. All Detective is is Batman getting the shit kicked out of him. That's all Batman he, Beyond was for a while. Yeah, That's why yeah, I like other he, Batman books. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got to yeah. read something where Batman is actually Batman is, Well, here he goes. He ends up where the uh, future Tim tells him basically, hey, you tell me on your deathbed that you, that you worried every night that you ended up making us more broken than when you found us. When you know, And this is what happens. Tell me I'm wrong. And, and he's just got those wide eyes and lets down his guard and, and Tim shocks him. And he goes down, and then he says, you know, look, I just beat Batman. Uh, and he lowered his concentration because of all this. I'm smarter than you guys. You just fucking leave me alone. And then he's like, hey, brother, I, what's my tachyon charge? <laughs> really? We're going to deal with All this. of a sudden, we have to, we jump into yeah. tachyon charge. And I'm like, god damn it. How would yeah. he even know? And I'm telling you, how is, like, brother, I coming back in time like this? It's a big fucked up deal, but... 
the tachyon charge, like, I don't know why. It seemed like he was ready for hyper time to come and fuck with him, even though yeah. it didn't seem like this was his plan initially. No, because – and I didn't even say when hyper time hits, when he says that about Damien and then they don't yeah. know what's going on, it's like – out of nowhere this is the problem is this was not set up no. you didn't have other times maybe we should have had a time where he was by himself and tim nobody with him he he was on an aside somewhere and it happened he did something you got this and just and throw then, out a thing hey brother i please start monitoring yes, my tacky on charge that's what you needed to have and there wasn't the setup, which could only – it only makes me think that this was just thrown in at the end because they had no idea. Had you, you have two major problems in this arc. You have a future Tim Drake in this universe that has to – you can't have him stick around. You can, but you, you know they're not going to. The other huge thing is Brother Eye is activated here. Yeah. Th th this is humongous. You have to wipe those clear, and he waits until now, halfway through the final issue of the arc, to even deal with it. And then you go, and all this thing was supposed to be set up to be this big attack on Batwoman, which ends up being nothing. It, it ends up before, you know, Tim of the future then activates, uses the brother eye uh, to activate all the Batmobiles, and they all attack the Robins. That's the way to get the three Robins, uh, you know, Nightwing. Uh, Red, Red Hood, Hood and, and Damien out yeah. of the way so that he can go off. And, of course, Tim follows him. They get into that, you know, that that transverse fucking monorail thing that they have underneath that Tim built yeah. uh, underneath Gotham to get it's places good to see really that used. quick. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mind that. And I like the way that he, he says where our Tim says, you know, you really think that you could have slipped away into something that I built? You know, I know this. And he says, you know, I wanted you to come anyway because I want you to be involved. But you go over to the Belfry. They're getting attacked by the drones again that, that killed Tim. Yeah. And they're talking. There's Luke. There's something incoming. I th and he says to them, I th the team, I think you've run into these guys before, before my time. And Kate explains it to him, what it is. There's no way that Luke didn't know. That I don't care if he wasn't part of the team. These things came in and destroyed a building in Gotham and killed, you know, Tim. Tra I think that he may have seen it on the news. I, I know that a lot of shit goes down in Gotham, but this shouldn't be. I, I know that it it's just put in there so that people yeah, yeah. who don't know. No, but it, it makes it seem like a big thing, but it ends up being nothing. It really it's, it's ends funny. up being we, we had to have a moment for like, you know, Batwing to say something and let everybody know. I wasn't always a part of yeah, this team. Yeah. Now, Asriel, he doesn't say shit this no, entire time. No, Asriel just stands around. But yeah, and you still have Kate in these doors, in these this cells that they actually had her dad in and that those other two colony yeah, yeah. guys that were working out all the time next to him. And then all of a sudden it's just security system compromise thum and then they're all out ready to yeah. fight and i'm like really that that's that's what you got here that thum and, and you're Ooh. out well you go and that's where uh, the tims get together they go into this you know monorail deal tim the future tim ends up kicking tim down in a crazy move and then they're going to go off to the belfry and that's where you get hyper time hits again it's like all of a sudden now hyper time's going crazy uh but yeah i guess because Kate's getting attacked, but yeah, they're they're going on, and then it's the whole thing. He says it's hyper time fighting back. The time stream doesn't want to be changed, and I'm changing things, Tim. The more I interact with all of you, the more the timeline tries to assert itself and send me back where I belong, which is not true anymore. It shouldn't be because now he is part of this timeline. Yeah. It's all crazy. Uh, but he says all he I, wants I here. I still don't understand hyper time. I at don't this point. either, and I don't understand like from one point to the next in this arc, he was from an alt deal to the 
the now the timeline because things got wacky and he checked his you know pretty much what was brother eye at that point because you know he hit some yeah, buttons yeah. on his gauntlet and then ends up seeing like oh no i'm in this that's why he cut tim and like oh no and now what you're telling me is that batman beyond timeline that's an alt timeline like isn't everything now I don't yeah, know. Well I don't be. even know where he goes off to at the end. He's like, I want it to make the world better. This is what's going to happen. You can have Stephanie. You can go to college, have a full life that can be all about you. At this point, again, this is what I'm assuming he wants anyway. There is no lesson learned here in my mind from having this future Tim. This future Tim is there because he became Batman and an alt deal, and it was Batwoman that caused it. This it's kind of like Troy and Titans right now. It's like, I've come back to make sure that you don't have a shitty time. So yeah, I'm going to come back it. and make sure that doesn't happen by killing your friends. Yeah, instead of coming back and just saying, like, you would think, like, listen, you know, spell out exactly what Batwoman's going to do. Because he keeps hitting around. He's like, she's going to do something. It's going to start all this tumbling. Like, just tell me what she's going to do, and I'll see what I can do about it. Hey, look, Maybe we can I, I'm going to try it. to stop you as much as I can. It might not happen, but I, I think it will because I'm Red Robin. I'm pretty goddamn bad yeah. But just in, and in case I do stop you, let me know what this thing is because yeah, yeah, really. it might be need-to-know information. Yeah, you know what? Hyper time is, is going to send you away. Give me something. You told Jason about his bone spur. That didn't seem so important. Tell me the thing that ruins all our lives. What is she going to do? And, and when he says it, it's like it's going to be in weeks. Stevens, I at the end, I guess in a couple of weeks you're gonna know what it's all about. No, no, tell me now. Tell me what's going on. That's yeah, something he, to do with go, the monster men, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? It, it, I can't take it. Also, what happened? It, it was in an old timeline, so you can't even be sure that it would. It, it just, I know yeah, that Connor he ended in up that cutting. Timeline. We don't even have Connor in this timeline yeah, we, now. We don't even know that any of this. This is the whole thing that ends up like Lily. This is what's going on, and then he, he just they're getting near the belfry, and then he karate chop. <laughs> and, and you know, so check this out, uh, future Tim. Do me a favor before you hyper time goes and smacks your ass back to where you belong. Can you tell me something about you know? What's coming down the line? Maybe do you remember any kind of Dr. Manhattan kind of thing coming yeah, at yeah. us that we had yeah, to fight? What happened? Almost yeah. Can you please give me something that will lead us into the Doomsday Club? Yeah, and, and also say like, okay, listen, since you are from the time, you know, our timeline now from the future, who was it who captured us and what did yeah. we do about it? Did we ever find out, ever find out what's going down? Why why were we out of space and time? Oh, hyper time. You oh, know, no. be about to. And, and as this is going on, they head, they get to the Belfry. The Belfry is under full attack by these drones. They don't even seem like any sort of, of a threat to me at all. No. They're fighting. And as they're fighting, Luke ends up, you know, going to the computer. He bails on them. He goes to, to check out the computer. And what ends up being is you had that bit where before, where a, a throwaway line in last issue, I believe it was, where uh, the, the future Tim said, hey, Batman. I'm so good in the future with Brother Eye, I don't even need a computer. He's in my suit. All right. that was is to set up how it ends with Brother Eye because Luke ends up reprogramming the Belfry. And that's the thing. I the, think an issue ago too is that you know uh, Tim of our present gave Batwing the freaking like the keys yeah, to the kingdom did. for he his gave computer the keys system. To the kingdom. So he he was able to install a whole bunch of other stuff as yes. well. Which allows us to have the subroutine going on that freaking you know cuts Brother Eye out. It cuts Brother Batwing Eye out. They said. They said it cuts Brother Eye out of the Belfry. Luke even says, listen, we have about 10 minutes before it, it breaks, breaks in. in yeah. Why isn't it still in the, the Batmobile? Why isn't it still in the Batcomputer in, in the in the Batcave? 
It was in, in all brain. of those. It was in all of those. So why is it that all of a sudden, because of this, it ends up reverting back into the suit uh, to to end? It only is is because you got to get rid of brother. Right? Because, yeah, because as this is happening, they're they're still fighting. You, you have Tim of tomorrow. Just he's a broken record about everything about how, but never tells us what the problem is because yeah. then he confronts. Uh, uh, Kate, Batwoman, and just says, you know, she says, so apparently I'm going to piss you off pretty bad in the near future. And he's like, no, you're going to disappoint me. You disappoint everyone. I used to think highly of you. I was the one that got Batman to get you on this team. Uh, the confidence in your voice, the way you hold yourself day to day, it hides that you have no idea what you're doing, no idea who you are, and no idea how to shape your mission to help anyone but yourself. I'm like, okay, now now it's getting to be like you're, you're upset about the way she handles herself. Like, I, yeah. I don't need that. He has to say, like, pretty soon you do this, this, and this, and it fucks everything up. Even tell her. I know you, you only have a couple minutes. You're not going to probably – you're going to try to kill her, but at least tell her what's going on in case Hypertime yeah. takes you away. And then it just ends up he's about to kill her, and then, you know, Tim shows up. He was knocked out. He shows up, knocks the gun out of his hand, and uh, then they talk about what it is to be a rob, and they fight then. Like you said, it is lame because uh, after all this – then all of a sudden, it's the just the entire Tim and Bat Kate family together. couldn't take him out, but now freaking no. Tim Drake and Batwoman by themselves can. Yeah, and then you get a big moment where you have the Bat family then show up in old tech, old fighter jets. <laughs> yeah, old fighter jets flying through Gotham, shooting missiles at drones. It's yep. crazy. And uh, they're like, "Hey, you know, we got the old tech brother. I can't get in here." And then you have the, pretty much the ending of Tim and Tim by. Tim telling uh, the future Tim about what it is to be Batman and Robin and and what's going on. And, you know, I don't think that life has to be lonely. I think that life can be whatever you make of it. You can bring the people in who lift you up and make you stronger. You can be a full person. Basically, he thinks that the future Tim just wants everybody away from him so that they can be happy. (laughs) Uh, Again, it's like this big, like, hero speech. But it just, to me, I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Then they just stand there and look at buildings and drones blowing up. And then he's like, you know, why isn't it like, wh- what was going to happen? What was Please gonna tell happen me here? something. And, and the other thing in my mind, what now makes the hyper time take him away? Because they have stopped what he was trying to do. He was trying to change the future by killing Batwoman. That seemed to be the be-all, end-all of hyper time and the future. It seems to me that they stopped it. So what is it that makes Hypertime finally, at this point, when all of this is done, decide that he has to be taken? Yeah, that's it, because he has to go. And in the meantime, at that point... It, fucking two seconds before it seems brother I reverts back into Tim's suit so that he can leave and not have anything left to, to fuck around with our continuity now it is such a hokey and forced way to end this it, it might as well have been a goddamn autistic kid looking in a goddamn snow globe and it was nothing you might as well have had Tim get out of the shower like Bobby Ewing and go what a fucking crazy ass dream because to me this ruins everything including his death and being caught by Mr. Oz to this point where everything is wiped clean and it doesn't make any sense and like I said the the thing that really made me go nuts at the end is like 
okay, now everything's fine. Nothing's changed as well, what everything he was trying fine, to but do. I'm sure that the rest of the Bat family and Detective will take a closer look at Batwoman or make them think what could be yeah. coming no, in the I'm future. No, I'm saying that why all of a sudden Hypertime decides at this point after they talk, after they look at the, the explosions, that's when Hypertime takes them away. It's nonsense. But, yeah, you would hope that what would happen is Batwoman herself – would be like, what What was I going to do? Like, I, I don't want to be that sort of person, and we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get from this. I have a lot of questions. Like, why didn't he ask I, anything I did, I imagine. I imagine at the end, Hypertime took it because this conversation that Tim and his older self are having, it's all leading Tim to think, man, I'm going to do whatever I can not to be Batman. Hypertime steps in, can't have that. Yeah, nope, get out of here. And Stop really, thinking them thoughts, Tim. It's just... It just gets me so upset that that's how you end with just hyper time. And it does. And again, there are some solicits that point out that future Tim is supposed to be in Super Sons. I don't know if it's going to be one of those. This takes like place flashback. before this. Or if they're just going to reference him, like you said, about the Damien, what he does to yeah. John, uh, stuff like that. But even with this, where how about earlier? How about an issue before you start the hyper time stuff where you have – the Tim from tomorrow talking to Tim and saying, like, listen, you got to know we got to do this. Ah, ah, and he, he can't say it. And he's like, listen, I got to tell you this. But if I do, I'm afraid hypertime's going to take me. And at this point, Tim thinks that he's still on the up and up, whenever this right, could right. be. And that's why Tim Drake then says, listen, don't tell me anything about the future. I don't want to know. I want to make my own future. Have something like that. But no, it, it's just yelling and screaming back and forth. The, the future, Tim just says the same thing. Over and over, but yet nobody asked him a question about no. what it was, and it just drove me nuts. I did like the art. I thought the Love art the was art a little down issue. for Alvaro Martinez from last issue. I thought last issue was a lot better, uh, though this one was pretty good as well. But that didn't stop me. I gave it a fuck you five. I, I was so annoyed that this big story just ended up with this forced ending to, to pretty much set a reset button again. So what would you give it? I think I'm telling you, I do have some complaints, like you said. Like, I especially hate that Batman, uh, that tomorrow became a punk at the end. Tim Drake and Batwoman yeah. were able to take him down. And the ending is a bit hokey, but we do have to get to on with what we're dealing. And I don't know how much, you know, James Tynan's hands are, hands are tied about what he can and cannot do. But I still appreciated this issue for what it was. And now we have Tim back and we can move on. So I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. yeah, I hated it. And really, hands tied. Again, this is a story that's been in the making now for over a year. Uh, yeah, so, you know, so was the Oz effect, and that didn't make yeah, sense either. Well, I, I'm telling you, though, this, though, with him coming back, the Oz effect, at least we know it's not like Tim Drake came back from being in prison and all of a sudden he was Plastic Man. It, it still was Tim Drake, and it seemed like this <laughs> Turns was out supposed I've been to be. Plastic Man all along. Oh, the, my God. Yeah, this is supposed to be this big story. I don't and, believe it. And again, if anything's going to affect the Bat family or something like that, it would be metal, possibly, and James yeah. Tynan is involved with that. He know he's done some of the setup issues with, uh, and even the last issue right. of that Batman loss with Scott Snyder. So I'm sure that he knows at least that story going forward. Uh, the Doomsday stuff, the Doomsday clocks a year ahead in continuity. This is just to get Tim Drake back in the continuity. I think that he. They ended up deciding that they, they can't have this future Tim Drake around. And Brother Eye, be, why even bring well, that in? Not only that, the it's whole the idea of Dur Durrell having in. Tim Drake still doesn't make any sense. We had to yeah. get him out of that prison before I the know. Oz effect was over. Yeah, I know. It's just ridiculous. But we're going to go on to what I just said. We're going to go on to Batman Lost.
But this is Batman Lost Number 1, written by Scott Snyder, James Tynan IV, and Joshua Williamson, art by Doug Mankey, Yannick Paquette, Jorge Jimenez, Jaime Mendoza, Will Quintana, Nathan Fairbairn, uh, Alejandro Sanchez, and Tom Napolitano. Napolitano. There is a lot of guys. When you bring those three writers, they seem to be bringing their fellas with them, or at least they have their team with them. Uh, I will tell you right now that I couldn't say that I went through this and thought, oh, my God, that's where this guy did that. That's, I'm not that smart. Oh, I, I really am it. not. Uh, what it seems is as they have different scenes, people got to have some fun times. It seemed to kind of, you know, detail what's going on. But because this issue is pretty much a, a mind fuck throughout and is very damn, is convoluted on purpose, I believe, it, it's kind of even tough to, for me to say like, oh, that's what Scott Snyder wrote. Oh, that's what Tyner it wrote. That's what like Williams just got done reading a Grant Morrison issue. And that's basically what this is. It's basically to me what this is. This almost a tribute to Grant Morrison is one of the things. But Scott Snyder, James Tynan, and Joshua Williamson give us a Grant Morrison tribute issue that shows what is happening to Bruce in the dark multiverse, but mainly in his mind. It's a trippy issue that is low on explanation and high on trippiness, Eric. It's a trippy issue. But with metal number four delayed, I was hoping for something to get my metal hype back up. I'm not going to say that this issue ruined metal for me, but it did leave me scratching my head a bit. And I say that not just because of what was in this issue, issue more of the concept of why they had this issue and why they would throw it out there now uh with with metal from the time that we've had metal till metal four we're gonna have two months we've had these tie-ins we've had the dark knights tie-ins we've had now the bats out of hell going on right now and none of these are really getting me excited anymore for metal in fact they're starting to wear me down a bit when i just want the metal book and really when all this is said and done i do think that this is going to be one of those events that may read better later on, that you'll able to be, re- you know, you'll read the metal one through six, you'll read these and that or whatever, and you can kind of get away from kind of the, the nonsense going on. Though this issue I don't think is nonsense. I do believe that they have taken this little break to kind of give you a tribute to, to uh, Grant Morrison, like I said, but also to kind of show you that what happened in the past though everybody's been saying oh this puts everything in continuity this makes it canon that no this always yeah. was yeah and, and every, scott snyder every, even, even points out started in they always yeah. pointed out that batman's continuity yeah. stayed yeah batman's continuity here stayed. There to make sure that you know it played out the way it needed to but yes well it's like it says here it's not exactly the way it always like yes. i always remember it, but it's all the same story yep and with that, I do think that that's not – this is not the concept of what's going on. The concept to me, uh, basically in a nutshell, is I believe that this just wants to show us all like, – like Superman said when he was stuck in that tower in the regular Earth Zero and Wonder Woman saved him. Like I've been fighting this battle. I've been fighting over and over. It felt like I was fighting for years and oh, I yeah. kept losing. This to me is Barbados basically shoving the whole – deal down Batman's throat of I'm the one who made you look this is what happened and they actually get this issue to kind of tie a lot of these loose pieces because Barbados the whole thing of what's happened through all of the comics and things going on it is still disjointed and I do think that this is made so that Bruce but but the whole thing is not happening this is in Bruce's mind oh yeah in the dark he's trying to fight it in the dark multiverse and he's trying to fight it this is actually a really cool issue to see. Like we saw little panels here and there for when Superman was hooked up to one of the Dark Towers, yeah. and how like you know we saw a panel here and there, all the different ways he has fought Barbados and lost throughout these different things. 
we see all these different things here, but Batman is fighting it where he keeps saying, I need to find a window and get yes. to a higher yes. level so I, I can get, get to out a of higher here. level. And every time he tries to do that, he is pushed back down into an alternate state where he has to yes. then fight Barbados or a and different then he has battle. to fight again. And eventually put him back into the role of, you know, old man grandpa Bruce Wayne to make him forget, to make him distracted yeah. so he doesn't go and try to do yeah, this. Yeah, the old man grandpa, to believe me, uh, some people are saying, like, oh, it shows you this isn't the future. This is this. To me, this is the dream of that he is trying to make Batman complacent in this dark multiverse because to me, Batman, number one, would never think that he'd get to be 70 years old and no. retire and have like, again, he has these grandchildren and all these kids around him, which also to me points out that this is the other Robins. They serve, they have lives. They've had kids like this is to me the dream world of Batman, which Barbados is trying to kind of make Batman pretty and, much. And it's right almost away, like the I, Matrix. I, I, I'm saying right away, I did not trust this goddamn, you know, no. this future Bruce Wayne and the life he's living because when you see his grandkids all like, you know, silhouetted in oh, yeah, shadows, they're crows. Like, Those are the goddamn crows. Yeah, they're crows. Uh, and that's what I said in my review right away. But even at the beginning, Something you have that panel. In suits just creep yeah, me the it's, fuck out. Yeah, it does creep me out too. But you see this where he's sitting there, Bruce, the old Bruce is sitting there and says, I can see you. And again, I saw this online. This is actually a tribute to Grant Morrison's Animal Man. At one point, Animal Man did say that when he was able to break the fourth wall and actually gain the ability to see the audience it's a very grant morrison thing but that's where it starts and i think that he they and they put that to make you almost like okay batman can see us this is a grant morrison thing let's get going again you have to remember that most of this stuff if not all well really all until the very very end is is pretty much in bruce's mind because his grand his granddaughter comes like oh grandpa bruce which is kind of a weird way to spell it out anyway you always ruin the surprise and then comes out and he's like you know what why don't you go play with your cousins and this i'll tell you in my review i apologize if anybody read it before uh wednesday morning uh i kept calling her a niece and for some reason i had this in my mind i even said it to you at work you know even before tuesday and i thought and you're like that doesn't make sense it's a grandpa and i'm like I know, and I'm like, I thought that it was something that it was like a wink that it wasn't happening, but no, it, it's supposed to be the granddaughter. In my mind, you can pretty much spell out that's Barbados. That is Barbados who follows him around and is trying to guide him through this. Yeah. Uh, so she, he's like, you know, let's. She, she wants to hear a story, and he's like, oh well, we'll we'll talk about Zorro. You know, when he faced the yeah. terrible Governor Quintero, and she's like, no, no, Grandpa, not an imaginary story, a real one. And then he's like, okay, well, you know, get. Get one of those Batman stories off the shelf. And when you go, this is, again, this is a crazy thing where you go and you see some of the greatest Batman stories here. They're all, you know, they're all there. You have, including Court of Owls. You have, you know, Lonely Place of Dying, Nightfall, Hush. I mean, all of them, Long Halloween, all those things. But you also see other things where, again, it seems to be this dream world that they have Bruce in to make him complacent to me where you have the whole deal of there's a Batman GCPD badge you yeah. see you see Batman unmasked that it seems with like Gordon. you know yeah with Gordon that that's something that you know you would think and also you see like all these things and she picks the story she's like oh there's so many of them this is where we said where bruce says you know that's why i had to start writing them down i wouldn't remember them all hell even them half of them contradict the other but they still all happen i promise that and again that's something that i said in my review i wish that this bruce would have showed up at the beginning of the new 52 because (laughs) people don't and also i'm telling you at the beginning of rebirth as well because if you didn't start at the new 52 and you start at Rebirth, you wouldn't know that the 
continuity continued throughout. Like this was a big new 52 thing to start. The Green Lanterns and the Batman continuity continued because they didn't want people to stop buying all those big yeah. trades. And Batman especially has all those. People freaked out when they said they were going to reboot and they thought, oh, you know, then all these things are null and void. The other thing with the Green Lantern continuity at that time, they had just got done uh, Brightest Day, I believe, is the last yeah. one before that. And they were afraid all of those big trades because they were huge oh, sellers there, there at that point. After Brightest Day, but it was Blackest Night. And yeah, in yeah. my mind, it was just the last well, 10 it was Blackest years of Night and Brightest Day were the huge. entire Green Lantern yeah. freaking series over. Like, I just did all this. I just brought all this yeah. out. I'm not getting rid of this. Well, then that even DC themselves were like, we these are, are huge sellers right now. Yeah. We can't fuck that up. So they did come out. Actually, had a press conference to say that. So this is nothing new. It's kind of yeah. like a wink. But she says, you know, I want to read this one. and takes the case of the chemical syndicate. And that is actually the first story in the – uh, Detective, Detective Comics, Comics number 27, 27. Yeah. yeah, by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. That was the first thing. And you're going to get a skewed version of it in this issue. Uh, so that's pretty well, cool. That's, that's one of the things I thought was cool because we have all these writers that I would like to know who actually worked on the bits yeah. with, you know, the this, the the chemical syndicate because mm-hmm. after like all these years, we've had all these different writers who get like, you know, for specials and stuff like that came and recreated yeah. that thing. We even had like, uh, I think it was, uh, Brad Meltzer did it in the freaking Detective Comics 27 in the yeah, New 52 yeah, and like that big oversized version, deal. Yeah. So it seems to be a thing where people just want to go and recreate that yeah. original Batman story. Now, it's funny to me because if you want to tell me that Scott Snyder's name is on the on the deal, right? You Also, it's funny that the case of the Chemical Syndicate is right next to Court of Owls and No Justice, no justice on the other yeah. side. But the thing is – uh, it's kind of a funny thing because a lot of people gave Scott Snyder a bit of flack, even though the continuity continued over in his, you know, zero year and all these things. Pretty much Batman faced the Red Hood gang and stuff like that first, and, it, and people really did flip out. To me, this is kind of almost a wink to them if Scott Snyder wrote this part, which I believe he would have uh, to start the issue. But it's almost like a thing because they keep saying, like, this is your first story. It's the first one. And I think that that's him saying, you know what? These things still exist you don't have to yeah. be pissed at me all these years later because well, it's, this is it's it. one of those things too where we deal with the you know we had the final crisis and all that stuff in the return of bruce wayne where at the end of that it seemed like you know barbados or the hyper adaptive yeah. at that point was the bat that flew through the window yeah, that made yeah. you know bruce wayne realize i'll become a bat and then for zero year we had that we had the whole ball that showed yeah, all the, the ball, holographic yes. bats that he stood within you know it kind of changed the thing and getting again, rid of the this, whole barbados this origin. issue does get that back and yeah. does get it whether it's him saying, you know, full out 100%, it was me there as the bat, or, you know, that was my influence. He kind of, it's up in the air, but I'm going now after reading it a couple of times. He's saying again that he was that. And oh, it, for it was how all much we're shame. stressing the final yeah. crisis is still in continuity, no matter like how yeah. it doesn't really play out now with the, you know, Dark Side, like being yes. free, the big bad of Justice League and then not really fa- face, uh, facing him after that. Yeah. It's just really saying that, all right, look, I'm dealing a lot with final crisis stuff in the story here. That origin is back in here because we're dealing with Barbados, yeah. so don't worry yeah, about and, and Barbados. And, and to me, it's funny because people kind of went a little nuts about this issue, going, "Oh my God, Grant Morrison esque," and "Oh, you're put, bringing all this Grant Morrison things." And I'm, I just keep saying, like, you're wondering about that or worried about that now. Yeah. This has already been happening. I mean, this whole metal story is pretty much based on a, a bunch of Grant Morrison concepts and all. And really, if you're surprised Even that this one is – the whole connection with Barbados and freaking yeah. Dr. Hurt you know, back in the yeah. freaking 1800s. Yeah, and, and that continues in this as well because you have this. And, and they start reading, and he says right away. And if, if you weren't 
you know, confused or not confused, if you weren't sure that this wasn't real or not in his head. Now, again, I put in my review, the last time we saw Bruce was at the end of Metal 3 where Superman got into the Dark Multiverse and Bruce was connected to that tower yeah. and and all old and saying, you know, you that you weren't supposed to come. I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you. So that's the last we saw him. So you can only assume. And then at the end, it's confirmed that that's where he is at this point. So without knowing that, though, I really wish that they would have switched it up. And I know Simon in, in the Slack chat was talking to me because I said I really wish for some of these people that it would have started showing us that, showing us Bruce in there. Simon might have a point. He's like, it kind of ruins the the trippy business of it. I think it. Can, I think too many people were confused. You can't you can't step over the line and make some people lose their minds because some people I've heard people talk about this issue and they think it's in the future. Yeah, yeah. They think it's this. They think it's that. That whatever. And nobody. Everybody seems. I just wish you would have had that very beginning one panel of Bruce in the on that tower and then you get the idea because you go into this original story and Bruce right away says this isn't how it was he's like this isn't how it started and you have the the granddaughter don't be silly grandpa that's exactly how it started and as this goes on all of these things that he's thrown into he gets thrown into other stories throughout this issue that he Bruce wasn't in like yeah. he there's ports where of his ancestors and things, but it's always him. And there always seems to be somebody or even pushing in the future him, him. He's in yeah. space with Harley, yeah. Qu- Harley Quinn because of the yep. Justice Wars. Yeah, in the future as well. Uh, yeah. But here you see that first story. You get the whole idea. He's spelling it out about how uh, this guy. I, what's it, I always forget his name as I'm going. But the original story, which I did go and read, was uh, they thought that he killed his dad. Yeah. And and Batman in the original story comes in, does just like that. They figure it out that it's not him. His uh, fingerprints were just there because he grabbed the knife afterwards. It, it's pretty much right from that uh, 27. But yeah, you it, end it's a detective up, story. Yeah, but you end up, though, with Bruce looking at the window, and he's very concerned about it. This is not in the original story where he's like, you know, what's up with this window? This is where you saw that, you know, this figure. And he's like, no, no, yeah, I, I thought I saw him on the other side, but it's always covered in blood, the blood of birds. And, I, you know, they can't see it. They crash into it. And that's where Batman or Bruce outside is like, blood, this isn't right. This isn't how it happened. And they're like, yes, Grandpa, that's how it happened. You see a bird. There was always blood. And you go from there. And we'll go back and forth into this story, you know, back in, in and out of this original story. Uh, but really, this is where you see that Bruce in this detective story, the first detective story, he's actually being a detective in the dark multiverse. This is right. he's seeing things that kind of get him going and kind oh, yeah, of get he's the realizing, idea. Realizing it's almost like you know, like uh, Quaid realizing that things aren't right in Total Recall and bringing, yes. you know, it, when it's you see exactly the sweat, like him trying to work it. his way out. You know, this is that sweat going down that dude's yep. head and him blowing his fucking and, brains and, out and, because he knows his god he's not and right. And I, I get through. Uh, this as we go is there sometimes when it's like he he doesn't want to fully like if he fully reveals that he knows uh, he can't step up or it's going to be pulled back on him which it does at the which end which it does anyway. I'm you, every time we end up going back to the story it seems yeah. like he had gotten too close we had to revert back to yep. where we were where he felt safe and yes. he was at home yeah and, and then he kind of as this goes things start changing him because then we go and it's, he, this, it's this line though during this whole detective comics number 27 bit where it's talking about birds fly into it all the time they can't see because of this angle and how much we deal with the freaking cold like the, the tribe of birds and the tribe yeah. of the bat 
I'm thinking that we have Batman lost now and we get back to Hawkman found him yeah. being part of the bird tribe. We'll be able to find the window that Batman's been looking yeah. for this entire yeah. and, issue and, and that's actually the whole find thing. Yes. Batman. And Batman is looking for the window. And like you said, it doesn't see the angle and it's all that. And there's blood. And then he's like, this isn't how it happened. And then his granddaughter's like, no, 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 this is exactly how it happened. There always was blood. See? And now we're back. He is caveman Batman from the return of Bruce Wayne. You know, obviously a huge uh, Grant Morrison issue. And he's there and there's a war going on. And again, he is like, a, he, it's almost like a dream where he's being escorted. It's almost like a, it's a wonderful life. Is what it is to me. Like he's being taken through these things. He's part of it at points. He's watching it at other points. But he's like, you know, where, where the hell am I? And this woman's there, and it's like at the beginning of time. Yeah, this is your story. And he's like, no, 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 this isn't the beginning. And she's like, no, no, no this is with, it. With Hassett being there in the yeah. the, the cold, no, the it's tr- changed up. It's it's not right because it's we have the medieval weapons going on and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's not all right it's all. an amalgam of things going on, but it, it is showing that there was this you know this bat tribe uh, with Hasset. He's going against a uh, Hawkman and Hawk Girl, and as they're going, it's like the Bird Tribe knows what evil has been whispering into his ears. They know the darkness he will bring into this world, and they're trying to stop it. Uh, but that's when they say that all this is all going to set a war in motion, a war over a symbol, a war of birds and bats. And uh, that's just going to continue. But this is where, again, now Bruce is coming out of it. It's like, no, 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 that that's all wrong. This is another story entirely. And that she's like, no, no, the, the stories are both the same. Don't you understand? They always have been. And again, this is kind of like in his mind, things coming together, being forced together by, by battles and things. But then it goes like you were pursued by the cosmic horror, the hyper adapter. It saw you inspire a new tribe of men, all bearing his great symbol. And you know about the bat and things like that but that's when you you get the whole thing it's you know part of this is the return of bruce wayne where you saw barbato saw bruce wayne and then realized that was the vessel now it's going to kind of tie in more into it later of the i saw you as the wagon i went and i set all this in motion but yeah as this goes all of a sudden he just yells and then it's wacky like all of a sudden now it's mad max where you have these guys going led by Damien that's part of this, you know, the Hawk tribe here. And it's just crazy. And again, and I'm not going to say. Too, I don't even know if this is a Hawk tribe because I'm looking at their, like, the, the chest plates and those look like bats Yeah, to it's, it's weird. I don't know if that's supposed to be because they even say at one point, you know, Hawk patrol move in. That I know. I, I know. I have no Damien. idea what's going on. Yeah. I just so look just the way that Damien looks here like, yeah, you, like uh, – I don't know. I'm even looking at the headpieces. I'm like, yeah, yeah it looks yeah. more like a bat to me. For yeah, whatever it's, reason, it's though, weird, but these this gear that they're wearing really comes off almost like futuristic, like bat troops. Yeah, it does seem like it's like post-apocalyptic world here that it changed into. And he says, you know, we fought your way with your codes, and this is what happened. And then he says, I always feared, and this is where I think it's the biggest thing where he says, I always feared I was the one who'd make the bat the symbol of doom, but it was you. It was always you. And then that's where Batman, and Batman continuously through this will tell people, this isn't real. This isn't what's really happening. Please don't believe this is real. And he just, you know, open fire. And they seem to like, you know, if they kill him, whatever. But this makes it jump back to that original story in, in Detective so kind of like 27. Day going yeah, that, well, that. I put to somebody today on the comments where I think that all of this is almost like a Groundhog Day. And at the end, I believe that you can even go with the fact that this may have been the 50 millionth time oh, yeah. that like he's gone through this. Oh, yeah. It's like he was talking about in the last issue of Metal. Yeah. You know, he, he fought this war over 
over and over again and lost every time. And, so every time and he in lost, my mind, and in my mind, this is Barbados doing this until he pounds it into him of this is what really happened and this is how it happened and I yeah. was the one. And Batman keeps trying to fight it. Uh, but I also think that by the end, you sh- it shows that he's not going to be able to break out of this on his own. He needs help. I mean, he's this is like the biggest. I really think that this issue's main thing. I was going to save it to the end, but I really think that Scott Snyder wants you to see that this is beyond anything Batman. We even had a comment on the site like Batman never gives up. He never gives up. I'm telling you, either he is like like we said Groundhog Day, where he's learning things each time and he's kind of keeping it closer, or Scott Snyder wants you to see that he has never been up against anything oh, this yeah, he's bad. he's been beaten down beyond yeah, belief yeah. at this point. And we go back, and this is where all of a sudden Batman is in that glass case. This is a little different from that Detective Comics uh, 27 story. He actually was out of this. He was never in that glass case there, that glass sphere type thing, uh, like bell jar type. Right. He was in the. This is where he actually figured out what was going on because he was in the shadows and jumped out. But it goes, you see, and it was Lambert. That was the uh, the guy and a striker. They, these yeah. are all the guys where they were trying to frame this. Uh, striker was trying to get uh the control of this company that's really all it was and he sees the thing and he he breaks out and it's the whole thing like i i have to you broke the glass and this wasn't in there so this is barbados egging him on somehow and this means something because he's like yes i broke the glass and i chased him down what what is it grandpa what's wrong and he's like this isn't the story like he's breaking up because this did not happen in the original deal so and every not time- only that but through these altered stories barbatos is leaving him like leading him down further yeah, into the dark multiverse of his mind yeah. yeah so like you see this you see striker run off and go down a, a goddamn ladder so everything is heading down but every time something gets a little skewed Bruce seems to, you know, no, no, this isn't what I want to tell. And he's like, now you got to, he has to get him back in. And he's like, I need to find something, a way back up, a window. And his granddaughter's like, no, no, you need to go down the ladder, Grandpa, now. And when they go down, this is the craziest. I think of all of the things in this issue, this next part is probably what confuses people the most. But oh, it because is because they say Thomas Wayne and say yeah, like, and yeah, they, they say a father. lot of things. And it, it, it basically, it's not even as far. It's actually like a descendant of his. It's from oh, it's the, Doctor the, Hurt. Yeah, it's from Peter Milligan's story, The Dark Knight, Dark City, and that is Doctor Hurt, where you see it. Uh, you have that where there, it is a revolutionary uh, deal. And it was ended up that that Thomas Wayne ended up becoming Dr. Simon Hurt. And this is pretty much a direct scene from that by Peter Milligan wrote the deal. And in that, that was one of the biggest stories where it introduced the concept of Barbados being in this. They summon in this original story, they summon Barbados with the sacrifice when Barbados comes. Barbathos. Yeah, Barbathos. And I think even in that, it might even have been Barbatis. These things, these things go back and forth. And I don't find out at the beginning of the story, no matter how it changes, they're all part of the same deal. They all count. And in this story, what seems to have happened, and again, this is something I got from comic book resources. I did not read this story, but what happened, they did summon Barbathos here. And he ended up being trapped underneath Gotham in this like bunker thing. And then Gotham was built above his grave. And and where what it looks like this girl ends up being Selena. Like this is where things get a little skewed again that kind of brings him out of it. And again, this is Thomas Wayne, but but, but Bruce is kind of working through that. Uh, but all of Gotham was built on top of Barbathos, which 
which was the plan to kind of set in motion to get Bruce Wayne after the deal. So uh, this is pretty important, but I wish it was a little more clear because you have yeah. this. There's going to be a sacrifice. The way this plays out, it's like almost like you're in a movie and all of a sudden – Things aren't going right, and the actor breaks out of the movie, but everybody else knows they have to play a part. Almost like if you were at like an amusement park, and me and you were doing a thing where we have to do it. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do that. No, no, no. This is going to happen no matter what. You, you can't yeah. stop this. Because Come on, what we happens are in a flash is, mob right now. Keep yes, going. we are. Because what happens is this Thomas slash Bruce, he's like, no, no, you, you got to get out of here. Let's go. And she's like, no, no, no. They don't come back for me. They nail the door shut and let the cavern burn. The heat will be on. Like she, she has played this out herself yeah. a million times and then says this has to happen. She says, I have been prepared by the Judas of the Bat tribe uh, to give him influence to open the window. I am stepping stone, a piece in the story I will only see pieces of. But I see you just as he did. And again, it's one of the things I think that breaks him out of this when he says enough is the fact this looks like Selena. Like this is something that's skewed from the original deal, and that kind of breaks him out of it again. But again, this is something where I think also Barbados is saying to him, these things don't stop. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you say. These things will always have happened, and these things always lead to me bringing you into the world and, now, and using you as a wagon. The thing is, we're going back when Selena talking about that, when she says, I've been prepared by the Judas of the Bird Tribe. Now, I never read Peter Milligan's story that this is based no, off of here. Have we talked about who the Judas of the Bird Tribe no, is? No, I don't know. And, and the weird thing, I don't even think that that was in that. From what I read, I don't think that's kind okay. of, again, so I'm this is... From where we started out with the having that, you know, at the you know Dawn of Man or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. when we first jumped back to Caveman Batman with the med medieval fights that's not right, yeah. we have has set there who is seems to be the first of the tribe yeah. Bad. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, uh, I want to say that he might be the Judas of the bird tribe because be. at one point they were all the bird tribe until the yeah. bad tribe came about. I want to think that, you know, half set through all his many lives that maybe at one point here, half set was the one who yeah. be the, uh, is considered yeah, the Judas and, and of the I, bird tribe. Another thing that I was going to say earlier is with these stories that are kind of being combined, there was like, this is Peter Milligan's story. It really didn't have a full, you know, deal with the Grant Morrison stories. And this is kind of bringing them together as one to show you that, yes, they were all connected and they right. were all going to be connected. Because again, you, you have already had Scott Snyder combine the court of owls into this as being part of Barbados's plan. I don't think that that was supposed to be at the beginning. I don't think Scott Snyder would ever claim that he had that idea way, way no, back, no. but it made sense into this, so it goes. You, you get this like thing where the, basically it looks like Batman's life is shattering. You have this crazy no rules. Mayor Joker says you can't have rules and things like that. And then again, I said that the last thing was confusing. This might, this might be the most confusing bit because you just was the have... Yeah, you have a running man type, uh, like again, Mad Max deal with an old guy that maybe just dressed as Arrow. I'm telling Green you, Arrow. I just, I just want Richard Dawson to be here talking about it's the running man, and yeah, we have our yeah. freaking hunters come out, and they, all the contestants yeah, the, and they're the gonna running just hunt, yeah. are dressed like you know Batman or like yeah. different villains of Batman. Like, ooh, they hate the people dressed as Batman the most. Yeah, and that's what happens. It, like you said, it, it is like a running man type deal where it seems like they're just there to hunt down 
guys dressed as superheroes. And it's very odd, but, you know, I, I can't say that I really know if that's just him showing, Barbados is showing Bruce, like, these weird things that could happen or what would ha- I don't know because it's really odd. But in this, basically, he, Bruce is like, this isn't real. Like, right away, he knows this is not oh, real yeah. and says, you know, I need to find the dimensional window. I, it wants me to go down, but I need to get up. I need to get higher and out of this place. And then this Batgirl's like, what do you, what you need to do is stay alive. And, you know, Batman went all in. Folks rebelled against the bag, all this stuff. But it's like maybe this is a dark future that he's showing him could happen. I don't know. It's very odd. But he's just like, I'm not going to play this game. I want out right now. And then he's back in the Detective 27 story again. And this is where it ended, where he's going to take down Stryker. And in the original story, he does. He actually ends up throwing him in that vat and then yeah. laughing. It's acid. And he ends up, oh, my God, I can't believe you killed him. And Batman in that story basically says he got what he deserved. You, you yeah, Batman you was so. brutal in the beginning. Yeah, he was. And the other thing was in that continuing story, like Batman still had guns and things which yeah. are obviously not here. Uh, but, yeah, in this, again, this is where – it's going to continue like it always has, where this guy is, you know, at one point might be waiting for him to push him because he's there. And Batman's like, no, no, no. Who are you really? Tell me now. And the guy stops and then says, and it's Stryker, hey, you know, you've always known. And then just jumps into the acid because he's supposed to do that. Like this is I, – I really think one of the main things in this is to show Bruce that he doesn't have control over anything. All these no, things are set in motion. Everything has been set in motion. And There's, it's he has going no control to go. over his own fate. And then we go and now we're off to Alan Wayne where he's there. You have him looking over the city through this owl type And this telescope. is a great callback to it Court is. of the Owls right and here. It this is. whole it's thing. Awesome. That, like, you know, even seeing the, like, the further connection that he had yeah. with Court of the Owls until leading to the scene that we actually saw in the yeah, and, original and Batman. That's, yeah, like, and the, that's uh, the best part to me. Too. The only problem I don't like is that it seems like it takes place during the daytime. Like I kind of really wanted the scene for scene almost thing where we saw yeah. him, you know, as Alan Wayne running yeah. through the streets of yeah. the police. Yeah, but this is him. And it's a cool thing, like you said, in that story, we never saw – we didn't see all of this and now we see yeah. – but it's funny because he's looking through this owl telescope type thing. And as he looks, there's a weird deal where some of the buildings through this glow gold. And it also makes a bat symbol. You, you see that. But they're glowing gold over the others. And then he says, like, this is him seeing through that, like this metal that's been built and this special metal and things. It says the metal, our metal. Oh, God. They're laced. Wayne Steele with something terrible. The tribe, the bat. It's still. And then he gets freaking slashed by a talon. Who comes yeah. up behind him? Crazy looking town. And then you even have, I'll, I'll give them full out, Tom Napolitano, uh, big props. It is the font and all that of the talents. I mean, that's right on yeah. and it's pretty cool. And then he says, like, lives, yes, Alan Wayne, the Court of Owls plans are bigger than you know, and you will play your part. And, you know, you have it as Bruce as well at this point. No, no, oh. And then. As he's saying this, he can't help it. He's now running in his goddamn robe out on the street, yep, just, just like, like Alan did. Yeah, just like Alan did. And we saw, like you said, in the Court of Owls, the first arc of Batman in the New Fifty Two. And he's there. You have those two policemen again, who are like at one point are like, "Man, he's crazy," but they're like, "Oh no, calm that's down. Alan Wayne right there." Yeah, and like Alan, Alan Wayne, sir, you need to come down. No, no, I need to go to run. I mean, and then he's break, trying to break out of it. I, I, my name's Bruce. I'm Bruce Wayne. I need to find a way out. I need up a window. And like, you gotta believe me, I'm Bruce Wayne, Batman. And this, they, these guys wouldn't know who that is. And like, yeah, sure, just hang on a second. And now. 
now he's going and they on. Know he's who like, it is anyway because this yeah. is dark freaking mental That's what I'm state. Saying. Yeah, and he's like keeping yeah. him trapped. And he's like, it's true, you know. I, I can see I fight crime with Superman and Wonder, and then sees Wonder Woman, and that throws him off. And then he's just like, you know what? He throws starts me talking off about himself. Well, he's like, the metals in your body, Bruce. Can they hear you? Can you call to them? See, you're right. You're lost in the dark, and you need to go up right now. I have a feeling like. That's actually now Alan talking to them. It, it, like he is breaking through this or whatever, but then he falls down. And again, I, I know that a lot of people, uh, you know, don't like this issue. I've, I've talked to a bunch. To me, the idea that Alan Wayne at that point fell into that manhole and at this point it's actually th- going deeper into the dark multiverse as yeah. well, I think that is a pretty good symbolism of what oh, happened. Oh, it's very cool. Even I'm telling you, every time he starts figuring up. stuff out, he has to fall deeper and deeper to freaking, you know, yeah. like, you know, stop him from figuring this stuff out. And again, One it thing happens. Weird, I'm, it really just seems almost like a reiteration in case you didn't read Metal Number Three, yeah. where if he sees Diana and he thinks to himself, because I'm sure like he forgets a lot of this stuff as the further yeah. he goes down down and gets yeah. uh, stuck in these loops but the whole idea is like the metals in my blood maybe they can hear me using the metal in my blood yeah, yeah. you know now he can reach out to wonder woman the way he tried to reach out to superman yeah it really yeah. just seems like the same thing we saw in metal number three where but he actually did reach i out like to it superman, because but as we're just he reiterating it, it here it's just adds because nobody pushes him or anything it's that as he does that and realizes and that at the moment right there is probably the biggest moment of clarity he has in this whole yeah. entire issue and then he falls down the manhole. Like just appears yeah, below it, him. It basically kind of moves yeah. to him and swallows him up. So you know you, he's fighting the way, and yeah, and even the point where you see him there with like his wide eyes and stuff. Yeah, he's kind of figured it out. And as he goes, he's like, "I need to." Now he's in a crazy future story with uh, in space with Without Harley him. Quinn. Uh, during the Justice Wars, and again, this isn't the crazy. You know, it's crazy. But it's him just realizing he's like, I gotta find this window. I gotta get out of here. She's like, Oh no, you're gonna leave us behind. And he just busts out. In and the even space. like the thing is, his clarity continues while he's in. The, like he moves yes. into this new area of his mind, yeah. kind of thing. Oh, and yeah. they're trying, they're trying to stop. And at, like you know, he he stays like like uh in the right state of mind, he's like, I'm not playing this game. He busts out. And at this point, it's where the freaking, the granddaughter, who we consider to be just Barbados himself, yeah, keeping an yeah. eye on him. Grandpa, you're not telling the story right. And tries yeah. to bring him back into the freaking, like yeah. what, what she You're like, messing wants up him the story. And then he says, the hell I am. And then she says, I'm telling you, this is where you get your medal and win the day. Look at the mayor smiling. Why would you? And still, he's talking. And, and back, even yeah. the point when he says, quote unquote, dear he knows what's going on yeah. now. And he's like, no, dear, this is the story of Bats and Birds. And you have this story again. Everything's going on be- without him being involved or whatnot because there you have Gordon. Like, Who the hell are you talking to? And this is him figuring out that the birds are actually trying to get through this window and trying to get to where the actual real window is. And he right. does find something out of nowhere. You see Superman and Nightwing behind him, which is odd. But again, is this to show that maybe they're breaking through as well? But he's like, birds can be confused by strong vibrations and metal. Yeah. Even attracted and that's to the them. Thing. I don't know if we have to keep going back to this Detective Twenty Seven story, and it's all this whole idea where the birds can't see this window because of the angle it's on. It's yeah. deep flying into it, 
I don't know if Batman just goes and opens this window and it symbolically opens a doorway so that they like the birds can come and help yeah, him, whatever yeah. the birds well, might and that's be. The thing. Nightwing, Hawkman, whatever. I think Superman. that this is another thing throughout this as we go to the end. The other thing about this is you have Batman, you have the tribe of bats. You can't say that Batman knows, remembers, whatever, everything. I'm saying in the real world, but he does always surround himself with birds, that the yeah. birds are the good tribe. So there, you always have that. I like that idea of the. I, Oh, even Tim Drake saying, you know, Batman always needs a Robin. He needs a Robin. Well, this kind of plays with that idea as well, that Batman in his heart knows or, you know, some subconscious thing knows that he needs to have these birds around him. Being and even with Robins. Superman being next to Nightwing as they appear behind him, like just yeah. in his mind, in my mind, yeah. the whole idea of Superman being there with Nightwing is like F- Flamebird and Nightwing. Yeah, Flamebird and Nightwing. Like, and also, you know, I'm telling you, Superman representing that. It even can play as a goofy deal of it's a bird, it's a plane. It's a plane, exactly. You know, it really, I like that. I, I really do. And he says, the birds are trying to help me. I surround myself with them to remind me who I am and where I am. And yeah, like you said, Night Earth and Flame. Uh, but you said, he's like, I'm not lost. I am Batman. I'm trapped in the dark multiverse. So now, again, now he knows. He knows exactly what's going on. And he's like, I will find the window. I will find the way out. A secret passage because that's where he thought the trajectory of that and whatever. And this is when his granddaughter's like, no. Don't change it, Grandpa. It's too scary that way. I don't want you to. And I'm telling you, at this point, she, Barbato still thinks he can, he can fool him into yeah. like, you know, snap out of it because you're scaring the granddaughter. You're doing all that stuff. And then that's where the old Bruce here says it has to change. I need to get out. I need to get to the end. And then she goes nuts. She becomes a fucking goddamn monster. Oh, my monster. God. Scares the shit and out of me. And basically, show, I'll show you the fucking end. And, you know, it's bleeped out. But And he's like, oh, no. And now she's a goddamn monster monster whatever and you know like a spider monster and then he she disappears and he's like come out and face me he knows it and he's like where are you and then he starts basically the the jig is up eric and gone and gone because behind it all bruce look behind it and what do you see i see nothing and he's like no 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 behind it you see dark birds and bats working together to shape you from your first case and beyond it you see worlds where you fail again like this justice wars possibly and and also uh, if you want to go with that whole fact of it every time we can kind of think that this would be future worlds i'm telling with damien look like post and he says every future deal you fail for doing more you fail for doing less you see the dark empty truth of yourself the answer to your first and last case and that's where you the old bruce goes to the he has the poker he goes to the window and as he looks through he sees a reflection of his younger self that's barbados he says i'm right here and then this is again now he knows and he says you barbados trying to twist my story and he's like no no I made your story. I've always been right here at the window. And he goes through this of, I saw you. You you made this symbol of mine a symbol of hope. But you're a perfect wagon. And I shaped you this whole time. Everything I've done is to shape you for me to come and get you. And says the bat, Bruce, I am the bat, turns into that bat. So now you're really, again, this is, I don't know that people people are getting mad and saying oh here goes scott snyder changing it up and changing all this but he changed it before yeah. this kind of gets it back in order it doesn't matter who was the bat. you know what i mean to me that doesn't really change i'm saying it, if you're gonna get mad at anybody get mad at grant morrison here and scott snyder and liking what grant morrison did yeah, yeah he yeah. changed it for zero year we're going back to what people always wanted the yeah. original continuity so there it is and he's like i made you believe you're a good detective that you can solve this and i've helped you over and over made you the hero so that you can be this great wagon and he at this point 
I think he believe like he's starting to believe it too, and he's oh, like, yeah. you know, just shut up. I'll get, I'll get out. And he's like, no, no, you won't. You've already been here for years, decades. Trap with me and the truth. And again, you would think that obviously that this is a lie, but, but he doesn't know. He smashes. No, in, in my mind, he's been trapped there for like you know decades and stuff like yeah. that. In his mind, in his mind, yeah. And yeah. this is the point. I, I think that he has worn down. He's trying, and I think that you really, really can't discount the fact that he has been trying and he really got to the point where he thought he was breaking out and Barbados basically stops him and says everything that happened is gonna happen you lose again just like Superman said in Metal 3 I fought him for years and I lost every time, including the every time, time he thought Bruce that he won. He's out. Barbados just pulls he, him right he back. He pulls yeah. him back in. But that's where he says, and and I'm telling you, he looks like the specter in he this does. next I'm telling page. You, I looked at this it's because crazy. he's getting all these different looks for Barbados, where he's just kind of hanging out on the top of Challengers yeah. Mountain, yeah. and like we we don't have this any looks real of like the specter. This exactly looks like the specter. Yeah. I'm like, what are we dealing with yeah, now? Because and, it, and, it changes when we turn the page, yeah, and like and you don't know, see him it, again, but. That that initial one that was just with the regular face with yeah. the freaking hood. I'm like, all right, what do we play? I mean, is, is yeah, are we gonna find out that, that yeah. Barbados is the dark multiverse's specter? Are we gonna find? Who knows? It's like oh, I, I don't know religion, like. but it's like you know, uh, the specter was always the right hand of God. Is this the left hand of God? The right hand yeah. of the devil? What's going on? It's crazy, and this this goes into now more metal where he is pretty much telling Bruce how it is taunting him and saying like you know what uh, the place my realm you know the dark multiverse is full of worlds created from fears and failings and you you have more than any other hero ever he said whole galaxies have been built on your terror in your heart and he's like I showed you three but there are thousands look around you and he's looking and he said people think you're a great hero of humanity maybe the greatest but I made you he's like you know when your nature's revealed they would shrink back in the dark now look look because this is who you are without my help and basically is saying that these dark multiverse guys these dark knights that he grabbed even this is what would happen if I wasn't around to shape you? And pretty yeah. much is telling him, y- you are everything. The good in you, it's from me. Everything is from me. These dark versions are what you would have been without me. And and Bruce breaks. And even at this point, you see, and he's like, they are the real ones. You know, I picked the ones I needed, the darkest ones, and brought them through the window. And you see all the Dark Knights fighting the Justice League. You see it going. And he's like, just like I came through for you years ago, they are you, and they have won. And this is where he freaks out. He's like, stop. And, you know, and he's like, no, no. Look it, at this me. Is, and, that, yeah, he just keeps saying, look at me. And he's like, no, I don't want to see it. He, It's it's over for him at this point. And again, I, I understand why people are upset that he's giving up. But we're going to have to see what happens. I, well, I, mean, I think I don't that actually know. adds to the epicness of the story to the point where Batman is freaking out because he can't deal with all of the yeah, shit that's being thrown at him I for mean, like, this is... you know, decades within his own yeah. mind. And especially, again, he thought that he had just figured it out. He thought he was getting out, and now he also sees his friends dying on versions of him that, you know, it's just – it's and he's like, no, please, I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to give. You know, and, I want to give up. And that's almost like the, like he tricks his own mind into yeah. forgetting everything he learned before, yep. and we're right back to where we yeah, started. And now we're at the beginning where you have his granddaughter Barbados saying, "Grandpa Bruce, oh Janet, I'm so sorry, honey. I must have fallen asleep. Where was I?" And then she, this is where the point where the whole deal to me really kicks you in the nuts because he's like, "You're at the beginning, silly." You were starting over. And he's like, of course, dear. And it starts again. Like this just keeps happening until you you could only see. This is the thing is where you think of it. Like there's Barbados. 
does Barba is this the whole thing where Barbados is just getting to he wants to get to this point where Bruce just completely goes into the story and then gives up because I don't know what he gains out of that. That's what I want to see. I want to see what happens when Bruce is just like goes through this story and doesn't change it and doesn't say something's wrong and doesn't do that. Is that how this all ends, that that ends all of this somehow? I don't know. That's the one thing that I want to know more I think him going through of. this is what keeps him on the Dark Tower. With yeah. Before, like, with but not again, like, if it's one of those – he the, the story though – seems to push the progress of Bruce figuring out things. It seems to me that Barbados keeps going through this to the point where Batman will never remember the real story, and then that will keep him complacent and in this. But why yeah. Why push him to the story? It seems like even at the beginning that Bruce is pretty content to just sit there as an old guy, and he, Barbados keeps pushing him towards telling the story that is the thing that's kind of breaking him out. Maybe that's, he that's wants the only Bruce thing. to finally accept him for well, creating that, him, maybe. being his he father. Does, he does call him son at this one point, but that's the one thing. I want to know why he keeps doing is it that the anger and the upsetness of a bet that fuels it more like we don't know what's going on with this so i don't know but as he as she says this you're at the beginning silly you were starting over of course dear as it goes it kind of like does that crazy thing where it goes into his eye and in an eye you know that and it like it starts with a window and a scream lost to the dark and this is actually you see it's batman talking to himself strapped into the tower and and it's actually yeah, funny because we keep calling it the Dark Tower. This is actually reminds me of the ending to the book series, The Dark yeah. Tower, where it all begins again. Yeah, I even put at one point I was going to put uh, Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to yeah, well, I was going to put my review and I said, and then he strapped into the Dark Tower, and I was going to you know trademark notwithstanding or something yeah. like that to make it because that's all you can call it really. I, yeah. It's hard to call. We it don't have another else. name for it at this point. Yeah, but it says to be continued in Dark Knight's Metal number four, and before Which I get uh, here soon. Yeah, I know because I really and again I like this issue i just don't like it enough and i i just well, it's be- way better than any of the other times we get well, because we're yeah. actually dealing with freaking stuff you know yes. dealing with barbados and batman and what i take out of this the the main thing i take out of this is that you finally if you you have batman he's stuck in the dark multiverse most of the things i think in metal are going to deal with them trying to get him out right we would think this until maybe he breaks through with superman and goes but we're getting a lot of not batman and i think that they wanted you not just to see batman but to to see he, he's fucked up. Yeah. The shit that is going on with him is so bad that he gives up at this it, point. It's where... funny, too. If you if you look at that one panel, though, where we're panning away from him on the dark yeah. tower, he looks like Alfred in the bat suit with yeah. them skinny legs and the mustache. I know. It's so funny. But it ended up being <laughs> Alfred in that deal. But, yeah, I, I just – I really want them I, – or I really think that they wanted the reader to just – you have to get a little taste of Batman, whatever. Yeah. But – also to show that what's going on is not just this goofy, oh, you know, I know that Scott Snyder kept saying, oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be – there is a dark part to this, and this is it. Batman is trapped, and if they don't get him the fuck out, he's going to be done and and possibly you know, just there forever, and there won't be a Batman anymore. So, that you know, it's not just a, oh, Batman's in a prison – He's getting fucked with majorly. Well, I think a and lot I, of this, like the this Batman Lost issue, like it was added on after the fact, and like we keep getting yeah. the, the actual metal books pushed back. So I'm thinking a lot of the stuff we're seeing here and the stuff we will get in Hawkman found were originally part of the story. Now we're just going to expand on the story while yeah. having that because 
I think we will get the majority of the rest of our heroes fighting on Earth, yes. and the Hulkman found will be the thing that gets Batman and Superman yeah, yeah. out of the so, Dark Hulk. And I, I, I pretty much agree as well. Uh, it's just like I said. I think that they wanted to get some Batman involved. I think, like you said, somebody was like, oh, we got to you know, delay four so that we can throw this in uh, because it was supposed to come out later and things like that. I th- and even I Vibe was delayed, I believe. Yeah, I, well, I think everything because of it all got – it's one of those that it's a domino effect, I believe, yeah. that all got pushed back a month. So it was it delayed or was it that they wanted to shove this in and kind of go uh, you could go either way. It may have been. Uh, but I, I the way this issue is, you could put it at, you know, I don't know what happens in four, obviously. Yeah. But if Batman's not in it, you could have this issue at any point. I, I, I liked it. I, I can't say that I'm negative on it. I didn't that I thought it was a little too confusing. Uh, for most people, I don't like no, to I do agree. too much research. Uh, I thought the art was great, uh, but I can't say that I think that this is completely a hundred percent needed to be read with the metal story until no, I read no, the rest I, of the metal story. So really I don't at know. At this point, from where I am in the metal story, I think us just hearing what we learned from Batman and the, I mean Superman in the last issue yeah. of Metal, where. When he was hooked up to the Dark Tower, he fought these battles over and over again, was trapped inside of his mind until Wonder Woman broke him yeah, out. Yeah, you could assume we that's can, what was happening with We can assume the same Batman, thing going so, on with Batman yes. right now. The only thing that's really crucial to this is the whole idea that Batman was use, like reaching out to yeah. uh, Earth Zero to get a hold of Superman. Yeah. And he, I guess he was using the metal inside of his body to do yeah. that. And, that's and the big you see that my he's trying here. to do that here as well. Uh, uh, I also Woman. will say I, I do like the fact, too, though, that Superman was fighting – battles with Barbados basically to save his buddy and yeah. this one though is more personal this is more of the actual what Barbados wants Batman to know well, it and is how more. he did more it personal and... because Bar- you know it's Batman yeah. and Barbados yeah. it's so all I, about I like Batman, that so, but yeah. I, I gave it a 7.2 actually after talking I'd probably go up to a 7.5 uh, like I said, one of the biggest problems I had was just it was confusing to be confusing. Uh, yes. it, some of it, it felt like they were trying to and, – and I even saw somebody write this, and I fully agree. Uh, you may not. You're not a Grant Morrison fan. I'm no, not, not exactly a fan either. But I've told you this actually with me and you talking, where, and you don't agree with me. But a lot of Grant Morrison stuff is at least fun. I mean, there's some fun, there's some crazy shit, but sometimes you can, you know, it, it makes you laugh at how crazy it is. This was not fun. There wasn't anything fun about this, and I think that that's one it's of the dark things story. that was missing. Uh, but even, I mean, like you said, you get wishing machines, you, you get yeah. the craziest shit in Grant Morrison stuff. Uh, but so, you know, you have some goofy fun. This was not goofy fun. It's pretty dark. But uh, just from my background and what we do and what we've read and what we've talked about on podcasts, just having that thing with Alan Wayne in there actually up my score a bit. Yeah, that I was really, really cool. Really just the whole that. idea too of people like you know read this and understand that this is going on inside of Batman's mind. Yeah. It almost is to catch you up on a history of Batman. While it is not yeah, perfect, it is. like he tells you throughout, you know, these aren't exactly the way that they no, went no. down. It does catch you up with the whole idea, you know, yeah. Batman back in time, you know, and yep. the whole idea that Barbados saw him there and the journey that it took him on yeah. then to make him become Batman it, to bring yeah. him into the freaking light. You know, it's just it, weird it does, sometimes you know, on a fucked up level. It does catch you up. Yeah, it does. But in really, a weird you know, way, really think into it. it's so funny. But half of the stuff you really have to work at. And I, it know. I mean, would it have been better served that don't make it as Cramp Morrison and kind of like. You could have things like, you know, an editor's note, see Peter Milligan's Dark Knight, Dark City, and that would get people to like, 
huh, you mean that Barbados was in other stories? Because he was. He's in a bunch of stories. I'm telling you, not, they would not go even back knowing that story, I just know Dr. Hurt's background with the yeah. whole, like, the, the occult deal back when Yeah, and that's part of his into, background. Like, like, the whole 17 or 1800s, yep. I can't remember exactly right now, but when I, I, saw, I saw the name Thomas Wayne, I'm like, okay, this is Dr. Hurt. Yeah, this that's is part Dr. Of his Hurt. Story because he was all into the occult and actually summoned Barbados, which yeah. we actually saw recently over the summer, I believe, yep. in Nightwing. In Nightwing, yeah. And that's in here, but it's in a skewed way. They're playing around with it because of it being in Batman's, you know, mind. And, you know, then you add that trigger. There's always a trigger in these that brings them out of things. And that yeah. was like seeing, basically to me, was seeing that girl as being Selena. And it's just, again, I, I wish that well, it was a like little more Batman, straightforward. Oh, God damn, I can't remember. The Batman of Zala and Ra. God, I always yeah, yeah, that's up with part the, of it as but, well. like, he has a trigger in his mind that will yep. always bring him back to it. Uh, to it like and that, actually, and, and they we have these triggers that. throughout this. Yeah, I read that too. Somebody's Zuranah. saying that as well. They always, he had right. that. He had that deal where it would bring him back, and that's part of it as well. So, yeah, there's Zuranah. a lot of shit in this. What do you give it, Eric? What <laughs> do you give, give it? it? I'll actually give it. I actually did have a good time talking to you about it. I had no idea what I was going to give it going in because it is one of these, you know, surreal, fucked up, goddamn mind trips of an issue. But I didn't hate it, you know, reading it because, you know, like I said, it did catch you up with everything that's going on. It yeah. did talk about important things in case you like, you know, it's been a while since we've had a metal issue. Now we have a lot of yeah. these tie-ins that aren't I, dealing I want with the metal Batman. Four so bad. Dude. So do I. Come, I. But all in all, I enjoyed the art in this issue, and I would give it a seven point five out of ten. Ooh, me and you both now, because I up my deal. I said after talking, I, I and also after researching it a little more, uh, I I appreciate what's going on. I said in my review that it's very ambitious, but I oh, do yeah. think that you got to get the the casual, yeah, <laughs> filthy oh, casual. I, I, Not no, even I that. Agree. You have to get I'm, people. No, yeah, a lot of you people are going people into this. You need people not to read this and just scratch your head and say, what no, the, the fuck No, the problem is, is a lot of people reading this started with Rebirth. They yeah. aren't even that savvy on the new 52. So if you're going to do this as a kind of funky way to catch people up and show you that things went, you got to be a little more stra- – I hate to say that you have to be more straightforward because they want to do that Grant Morrison-esque thing. Oh, not not only the Grant – we want to do the Grant Morrison-esque thing and also combine that with Snyder's entire run of the New 52. Yeah, yeah it's, but I, I just wish that it was more accessible to every reader. I oh, really do. So, some people don't like to research, Eric. They're going to read a comic, and what you tell them is what goes on. I'm one of those guys for the most part – uh, it just yeah. You know, when when I got done, my gut feeling was just a little lower. Like I said, in the sevens, just because of that fact that it seemed to be, you know, Grant. Uh, hey, we're going to be Grant Morrison esque, and that yeah. means being a little more confusing over and I hate actually that shit telling right a straight because in my story. mind, you just do it to do it because you want to like have this over the top storyline yeah. where it makes you I don't know makes you look fancy maybe is that like, yeah. the right yeah, way? But that's what I reason, think. I think that, that it's did lower my to score be. in the long run that but, we had and, to have this. It's almost a convoluted way to tell yeah. a story. No, I have to tell you the more you uh, the more times i read it i did like it more each time yeah. so it's one of those that if you read you it a bunch of times more, and start more looking each time, in, yeah. like you know each time you read it you do see more and more so, things that actually make you think and i enjoyed that aspect yeah. to it yeah all right eric and we have one more book in this section mr miracle number four mr miracle Number four, Eric, your, your favorite book every time we talk about it. Written I'm going to go make Tom a sandwich. It'll be cool. <laughs> you can use Miracle Whip, Eric. Is, is that the tie-in? I hate Miracle Whip. Do you so like do Miracle I. Whip? I can't stand it. I, you it's give me Hellman's sweet. mayonnaise or you give yeah. me nothing. Yep. And if you give I'm me nothing, you. I'm angry because you don't have Hellman's mayonnaise. Oh, well, you know what, Eric? This wasn't even supposed to be a segue into me being furious. But uh, <laughs> today I, I got done shopping. I came home. I put away all the groceries. Yeah. And I had what uh, what you will know exactly what it is. 
is. This week, I'm going to make my lovely wife a gobbler, one of her favorite oh, sandwiches. That is I had a one thing yesterday. That, that they have it at Wawa, but I like to make them at home because I'm cheap. Eric, yeah, but I went, sense. I got turkey. Uh, I actually got some lunch meat, but I got turkey for that. But I don't like gobblers. And if anybody doesn't know, gobbler would be a hot. Uh, she likes the hot version. Do you I like, like the that hot or the cold? Too, yeah. yeah, you'd have a hot turkey with gravy on it with uh, stuffing, stuffing and, and cranberry, cranberry sauce. sauce and it's all and to me it's the biggest Thanksgiving in a bun it's it's Thanksgiving in the bun it's also a goddamn mess oh. it's such a mess yeah it's an honor roll so because of that though I don't like them so I come home and I'm like oh what am I gonna have for lunch and I, oh you know what I'm gonna have uh, a turkey sandwich since yeah. I'm not gonna be having a gobbler later on this week it'll probably be tomorrow actually but so I get the turkey out and there I get some Swiss cheese that I got hey well, all right mayonnaise for me on that and sometimes right. I'll even go mayonnaise and mustard which is it some people don't like that I really love that combo but I just want it mayonnaise I like mayonnaise yeah. on a turkey and cheese sandwich and I go and I can't find the mayonnaise now I just went shopping I know because I cook all the meals and I do the shopping i know when we have and what we don't sometimes i mess up and not with mayonnaise eric or yeah, condiments that's I know. very I'll, important i'll say to myself oh we need mayonnaise so I'm, I'm like this is weird i know that we add some mayonnaise and then i go and i go to get a drink and i get a cup and there's the open thing of mayonnaise in in the cupboard oh my <laughs> who, god how can that happen i was i picked it up and i went out and i yelled for everybody to get down and i said who the hell put the mayonnaise the open mayonnaise in the cupboard. This is ridiculous. And by the way, I saw Tanya look. I think it was her. But she, nobody would admit it. And then I went through the mayonnaise. I'm like, God damn it. And now the problem is I was so sad. I'm a, I actually put the turkey and the cheese back in the, the thing, the wrap thing. And yeah. I, I didn't even have a sandwich. I didn't want a sandwich. And I'm God, I'm not going to go and buy mayonnaise. I'm not going to go out and get mayonnaise then. I was. So I went shopping today too, Jim. You know what so I bought? Angry. What did you buy? You bought some goddamn toys, didn't you? I didn't buy any toys. I bought some important stuff for the house. Oh, well, what would that be? A uh, a Shogun Warrior? That'd be amazing if I could <laughs> what buy did a you Shogun get? Warrior. I got a pair of chattering teeth and oh. some more of those uh, like droopy eye glasses with the freaking with the spring, the swankies on the eyes. Really? That that was yeah. for the house, huh? For that's the house. For the, and, I would and say a, that's more for the cellar. Uh, but and the, also the, <laughs> some uh, ser- like some slashers, freaking you know, playing cards, a throw blanket. Oh, slashers playing cards. Well, yeah, where like were Myers you? Shit. Yeah, oh, where were Spencer's? You? Oh, yeah, that would be. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get that? I haven't been in a Spencer's. In it's funny. Years. I I hope I that think they had them anymore. No, I didn't either. I I hope that you uh anybody listening when Eric first said chattering teeth for some reason I thought you were gonna say chaps when I heard the cha I thought chaps were coming my way and oh, so I was excited. <laughs> I was excited. Mr. Miracle number four, written by Tom King, art by Mitch Gerard and Clayton Cowles. Mr. Miracle continues, and while I'm still waiting for Tom King to lift the veil and show us what the hell is going on, this issue actually gave me a couple of things that kind of made me like it enough. Still, the nine page, uh, the nine panel pages are really starting to get to me, and the back and forth between Orion and Scott got monotonous. And I really hope we get more soon because I am falling into the trap of trusting Tom King a little bit before I think I should, and that always bites me in the ass. And we were talking before we started talking about this book, and you do not like it as much as I did. I like this issue enough. This issue, he tried to have a little humor. I think it was kind of a little forced, uh, but. There's a couple points in this issue that really stuck out to me that that seemed more important than what he is letting on. You had on. this 
every issue for the most part, though. You were uh-huh. like, oh, there was these couple of things. That really I like, know, but dude, not like this. Dude, this actually you know, made me four, really yes, think. We're, we're issue four of 12. It's still four issues where we don't know anything that's going on. And our yeah. big focus is the humor of a goddamn veggie yeah. tray. I'm like, fuck you. Now, this is what I'll tell you from the get-go. We're not going to go back and forth through this. Basically, the whole issue is, oh, uh, Orion sends no, Light no Ray down, right. down to Earth. Now, now back and we're going to have – Light Ray shows up, says that Orion wants to have a trial. They're accusing Mr. Miracle of being a uh, a agent of agent Dark, of Dark side. side, yeah. And then they're going to have this trial. Orion shows up, pretty much sets up the imminent doom of the, you know, pretty much guilty before being anywhere near innocent. He is yeah. going to skew this trial in a way. Basically, he is the judge, jury, and executioner. Orion is. But also, he says at the beginning, like, I'm going to ask you questions and you're going to answer, but then throws in the caveat then of, you know, if you were an agent of Dark Side, you would answer this way and not yeah. that way. And it, it's basically all set up so that Mr. Miracle. You, the, the original way I was reading this, when Orion was laying down the rules, and you and you know an agent of Dark Side would think the opposite of what you would actually think. So I'm like, are yeah. we going to have the opposite? Like, if he believes the statement's true, he has to say, he has to say false. But the thing is, yes. we don't go that route. So I was just end up very confused. No, and but that's the problem is he's saying, and so basically he's telling Scott that it doesn't matter what you say. This is no. basically the witch trial of if if I throw you in the pond and you drown, you're innocent. But if you yeah, if right. survive, you're a witch, and then. We we killed you. I mean, that's what if I all drown and then you bring me back to life? Am I still a witch? Yeah, because no, then I am. Oh, <laughs> am I bringing you back to life? <laughs> then Burn I'm dead. Him. Now, the, the biggest, the, the biggest say, thing, <laughs> the biggest things in this is something that we were talking about before. Number one, if you go back and read this, like we have the issue open right now, you yep. have to look. Barta's eyes change color again. They start off as the blue that we have continued from the middle of the first issue on to when she gets mad and she's punching Light Ray she at the beginning. She the shit out of Light Ray. They turn brown. They're and they brown again. continue to stay. And no, no. Because when she's done, they turn blue again. Yes. Then they're and brown then again. For- and she's hanging out watching TV with Glorious Godfrey on while freaking Scotch is laying there on her lap. They yep. are brown. I'm like, fuck and you, Tom. Th- yep. And you then doing? you go back to the trial, and they're blue again. So that yep. is something that's definitely showing you that Barda, something's screwed up. She either it's the dark side. The, either it's Barda who's screwed up, or it's all screwed up in Scott's you know, all frame of mind and things like up. that. The other thing that, before we go, that I want to point out is you have that weird thing during the trial where you have a package show up that's a microphone for the machine. That's obviously going to be no, something more. And I said, you can look it up, and you know, something that... Mr. Miracle deals with a lot as the murder machine. That's an apocalyptic, you know, torture device deal. The, the or, Batman from the dark multiverse, the murder machine? No, not that one. And uh, also it could be his multi-cube, which is something he uses, or it could be something completely different. But another thing that I think is very important that had me uh, kind of really going off the deep end and seeing, you know, going down that rabbit hole is the fact that during the trial, the questioning, and we'll get into it a little bit more, but during that, Orion is giving Scott some true or false questions. And at one point, he does not say, did you, you tried to kill yourself. He says flat out, you, you killed, killed yourself. Yeah. And Scott says true. And that seems to be something that's like, okay, that that's really odd. Uh, 
But as this goes, like we said, Orion shows up for this trial. He sets up that he is the judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, luckily, you have the humor of Barda having the veggie tray. And I really think this veggie tray is supposed to be the Mr. Miracles version of Kite Man. That it's supposed to be this funny thing. Now, when, when Orion comes up, you, you have this continuation of this dialogue, and it drives me nuts. It's like these one-word answers for everything and then it goes really into this forced into it with the true or false but they show up mr miracles there with bard and he's like should i sit or stand and then orion sit sitting and he pulls the seat backwards eric that means he's ready to talk Good. with the kids that means that means that he's ready to talk Meow. truth with the kids it's yeah really that's yeah it's sitting panel with nothing good and it just it's starting to get to me, and it's this nine panel. I see every other reviewer saying that this nine panel deal is the, oh, my God, it makes it so good or whatever. It's starting to bore me. It really is. And I, I said to you before, Mitch Gerard's art is awesome. I think he, he is a excellent, like incredible artist. Some of these panels and that's what in I this think, are man. unbelievable. Like, as much as I really hate this series for what it's not giving us, yeah. I have warmed up to Mitch Gerard's Oh, I love his art so much. Us, I'm telling you. We don't have the story to go along with it. Yeah, but the problem I have is when he's doing these nine panels, though, it, there's a lot of repeating panels. And not that I'm not saying that he's, you know, photocopying shit or whatever they would do and repeat it. It's just that awesome. it is. Even with a little smirk difference or a, you know, a glint of an eye, whatever, it still gets boring to me. It, it just, it gets there and it's going. In the meantime, you also have a thing where he's like, hey, I have this one last. Bit, you know, one last performance to do where he gets into a, a barrel and gets barrel. hit, almost hit by a train because it never goes to the point where he's hit or destroyed. I don't know if that's supposed to mean something. I, I'm telling you, my head spins I gave up. at some of the point. And, but that's when Orion I'm gonna does go show I'm going to get up. a carrot. Okay, yeah. Orion's going to show up. He's going to have this trial. And, you know, hey, are you bound? We're bound to rules. Bound to something. Right. Okay. Let's go. These laws. And it just goes. And it's like sing song again. And it's just that he's going to ask him questions. Are you an agent of dark side? But he has to remember if you are, you're certainly going to say you're not. And this and that identical. and the other thing. And as they go, identical. And then as Orion's like, should we begin? And Scott has to get up and get himself a carrot. And there's, you know, four panels there. And he's like, okay. And then they start. And it's just the whole thing. Like, listen, he, he spells out the rules that now we're, we're over bored. halfway through. And I just want to know what's going on. But he goes, you know, hey, you told me. And it does lead from before where Scott did go and confided to Orion and really was like opening up to Orion and hey, saying, look, I know, think you might the, have the anti-life yeah. equation. I might have the anti-life yeah. equation. I think I that I'm infected by it. Yeah, and this is what it seems Orion is focusing on. You told me that you were infected by the anti-life equation or you believe. True or false? True. You, you then accuse the High Father being similarly infected. True or false? True. And then it gets wonky. And again, I, I don't know, but it goes on and on where it keeps going. You get the static. Yeah, you get the static, and it just keeps going about all this, about, you, you know, you hate your father, you hate this, and as this goes you gotta on... you got to adjust those rabbit ears when this shit starts happening. Yeah, yeah. As it goes on, you know, you get... And he's only supposed to be true or false questions, and he's like, you killed Granny Goodness, true or false? False. And then he's like, well, Big Barda killed Granny Goodness when you defied my orders, true or false? True. And I, I don't know if that was just so that we remember that Barda did it, not Scott. Right. Uh, but then, they, you know... 
And then, yeah, I did too. And then it gets to the point where he's like, listen, you saw... things that happen in this Yeah, you saw Light Ray kill Forager here in this room, true or false. And he's true. True. And he's like, Forager deserved to die, true or false. And that's the thing. We know that Mr. Miracle does not believe that. But also he's like, I don't know. And now Orion's getting pissed. He's like, for the last time, I don't care what you know. I care about what you believe. And then he's like, I, he's about to answer... And then the door rings, and that's where Barta gets up, and they have delivered a microphone. And she says, delivery, puts it down. She's sitting, and it's kind of a funny deal where she's sitting with Light Ray and a, uh, a security guard where she just towers over him. It's okay, but she's like, oh, I think it's a microphone for the machine. And then we go, and then this is the problem is you never get back to that question. No about foragers so that's you know th- there's is that something you know but y- you know you go through this look i don't know what's going on so i can't tell you we had metron show up who is dead in regular continuity yes. and that could or could not have been a dream i don't know because he's not giving us anything. you had him talking to oberon who had died in in this yeah. exact book's continuity bard has said it could have been oberon he died months ago you know he died of cancer and or, so or did he yeah well and this goes on. on with this book well, yeah, and this goes on, and they're still going to continue this trial. But this is one of the lines that I love because Scott's there. And to me, if this is something in his head, if he is, in fact, in a trap, if he's in a machine, if whatever, he it seems to be like an epiphany to him where he's like, Orion, this, all of this, is it a trap? And then you have it, and he's like, you know, uh, General, I am High Father, you know, Shepherd of the Gods, and you'll address me as such. And then he just, he doesn't even pay attention. He's like, I escape from traps, and this Ooh. seems to be where Bard is like, all right, now shit's going to go down. Now now I see you are fighting back because he, he stands up, he's yeah. pissed, and she's like, okay, say say go, Scott, and we go. And then Light Ray says it, and I'm like, I don't know. You you said that you think that he's just going to go In against Scott and Bard. In my mind, it's like one of those Barda. things where it's like, yo, Bard is all like, yeah, say go, Scott. And you're like, Light Ray's like, yeah, say go because I'm going to get a piece of that and fucking Scott free. The problem with that to me, though, is he is there, and you really see it. He got the shit beat out of him after after he came to say to Scott, "Hey, listen, you're gonna have a trial. You get to pick the venue, whatever." Barta beat the living shit and out of him I before think he went. Wants a little payback on well, that's Barta the problem. Is they're right sitting right next to each yeah. other. I, I yeah, I it's odd because and it's kind of left open. I think that that is a cue or a little hint that Light Ray is on Scott's side. He just has to be with Orion as it goes. Another thing that I didn't even mention before that I thought was a big point was when Orion was talking about this war going on. He's like, you know what? It's probably better if we had this war in our minds. You know, the gods should have and. And that, that threw me off too. Like, you know, that seems like what's going on. But this is where they continue. And now Orion is is wondering what's going on. They're, they're face-to-face. And this is where Scott then starts talking crazy stuff. I mean, this is starting to change the continuity bit. Things get wonky on the panel again, the static, where he's like, my name isn't even Scott Free. Uh, you know, that's a name Granny called me when I was little because I kept running off and she'd say, you know, oh, there you go, Scott Free. And then he's like, I'm not my, I'm not Mr. Miracle. I took that. And that's true. That is yeah. actually in the deal where he did take it. But he then says, I don't even know my real name. I should have asked father. And he says Oberon was from that. That's true, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I was, but I was born here. 
I must have had a name. That's a little off. That that's a little different than what's going on. And that's because, the thing is, I don't know if he's talking about like New Genesis. Yeah, I don't know Earth either. Here, I guess yeah. Because but the it, whole idea is, you know, he was High Father's yeah. son, and everybody else has a name. He should have had a name before he was given the dark side. I don't know what Tom King's playing at with this. Well, that's the problem. Is is this apartment? Is this apartment on New Genesis, or is this apartment I I, on Earth? Earth because he mind. left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what seems off to me, and where I'm assuming all this time when he goes off the do his little things and all this yeah, that this sir. apartment is on earth and that throws me off you might be right that the apartment is in fact on new genesis and no, no, that I'm would make more that. sense I, oh no i heard you say it Aaron. god damn it no but yeah he's like don't know you know this whole thing then like, he said i was born here, here i must really is yeah. weird yeah it's weird and i and maybe that was a slip because i'm always been assuming that you know i don't know new genesis you go off and buy a veggie tray you know no. what i mean that seems to be like it's the earth apartment uh and especially since people have to boom tube in, I know that yep. you get lazy. You don't want to take a cab. Oh my or god! Anything, if I could boom tube to the bathroom right here, I would. I would too. I'd I'd boom tube right now. I'd say, hey, Eric, I'd tell me about that. I boom tube. Piss through it. I boom tube right now and buy me some mayonnaise. Eric is what I do. But he's like, yeah, I didn't ask. It'll be too much work for you. Yeah, yeah really. Go do it. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would no, get lazy. I'd boom tube right in the middle shit. of something. <laughs> but he's like, I don't even have a name. He could have given me a name, and then that's where Orion changes the whole deal. Now he is personally attacking Scott. He's not like, hey, at, at this point, again, he's already decided that he's going to be yeah. guilty anyway. So now he's getting to like the gist hey, of it. Like, you hate our father. You hate our father. Hate our father true or false? Yeah. True. You hate yourself. True. You hate God. True. I mean, True. it just goes on and on, and this is where you get the idea. If you're going to go with that, it's in Scott's head, and he's – yeah, this is the answer. I don't answers. know. I scot-free answer. Like, every time Orion asks a question, I was answering it for myself. I'm like, you know what, scot-free? You and I have a lot in yeah, common. Yeah, we have a lot in common. You hate your fu – fuck yeah. But yeah, you go, and it's just basically him just getting Scott more and more angry with the question. You know, hate made you doubt everything. True. Uh, hate drove you to escape everything. True. And then that hate made you kill your Yourself, true or false he says true. true and then you are hate the anti-life equation is hate you are the anti-life equation all of these are true until the last one where he freaks out he punches orion in the face orion's very shocked he, he goes nuts goes, and th this is the weird thing too is that then barda comes up and and embraces you know S scott and then says scott and he's still like ah and, and then she says scott free the thing that he said earlier that when he does escape, Granny would call him to kind of laugh at him. And to me, that is something big where this was him about to escape. He almost broke free of what was going on. It's just weird that she Maybe. calls him his full name. She would never – that's Scutter. That's her husband. I don't say – you know, or I don't go, hey. about to say his real name after that. Or that, but goes, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Actually I'm telling Shiloh you, I Norman. think that they, yeah, oh, that'd be crazy. But yeah, <laughs> I'm telling terrible. you, I think that that Scott Free deal is that whole reset again yeah. of him almost escaping. Like kind of in Batman Lost. Yeah. Why would? Yeah. Why would it be that we had that just before of when I escape and Granny caught me again? She'd always say, "Who Scott Free?" And then Barda does that, and to me, that to me is one of the biggest reasons why I was like, okay. Now we're getting somewhere. She has the blue eyes. Yeah, she I has don't the know blue what eyes. Tell me. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's know. right at this point. But the blue eyes are supposed to be what Scott thinks her eyes are. Yeah, so well, the brown are when. Big Barda's eyes are, are blue. Yeah, 
Well, that's what I'm saying. When she's trying to fool Scott, they would be blue. When she ends up doing things, I guess, that would be against what she would really do, they they seem to turn brown at that. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Don't know. But when she says Scott Free and he kind of comes down and Orion just looks fucking stunned, he goes, he's, Jesus, he goes and gets a carrot and then just says, you know what? Basically, then the whole trial ends up being that I can't contain you. I can't control you. You'll report to my throne in three days where I will perform your execution. And then they all leave. They boom to about while Barta just holds uh, Scott. And you get this narration again, like this big, you know, old time serial TV big Barta, type deal. Bold, barbaric and still quite a problem as her story unfolds. And why not? Doesn't she come from apocalypse where Holocaust is household word? Isn't she bait for the next overwhelming mind shattering trap waiting for Mr. Miracle? Yeah. So, and it's, you bet she is. And then Mr. <laughs> Miracle says, I can't. And she says, I know the end. And there's just, a, there's a couple things in here. But again, I, I know that people have even said on Twitter when I, I tweeted out my review and said, you know what? Gotten four of the same goddamn issue. I'm done. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I do agree. It's almost like I, I obviously, I'm, we're stuck. We, we read and review all the, all the books. So I'll keep doing it. But, as as this fourth issue, if I got to this fourth issue, I think I would have dropped it after two, actually. I think uh, I would have but dropped if I would have got, one. if I would have gotten to this, could. if I would have gotten to this, uh, now I'll continue. Uh, I'd be like, okay, I'm I'm interested now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe he he has his voodoo on me as well yeah. as everyone else because Which? I'm I'm interested in seeing this. But it's funny, and I told you the way it ends with this narration. It seems like this issue, like in his mind, there's going to be three sections of four issues. It really does seem like this is supposed to stop what would be chapter one of right. the story. We have not gotten enough to say that's the case, though. But with that narration and kind of saying that it's now going to go off to kind of Barda being the next stage, what was the first? Like, when did the, oh, and this will be the next trap. What? The next trap? I want to know what the hell the first one was. Did but we like have I said, a dark side is in the previous issue. I think we had one. I thought we had one. Yeah, I thought we had one. I thought it was going down to one, but yeah, we do have. Okay, this one because we had one here there. for some reason. It seemed like like we had a shit ton in ep- uh, issue number one. I think we might have had one yeah, in issue yeah. number two. And I you don't think, think we had any been. last time, but here yeah, we this have happened. one again. Yeah, it happened, and we we even went past that part where they're sitting there watching TV because it doesn't matter. Side. And you had you had Glorious Godfrey again. Uh, that is, you know, That's his more little talk show and more static, and him saying about the president and blue eyes and brown eyes. The president's in so much trouble he doesn't just need a miracle he needs mr miracle and then orion shows up and you know kind of maybe that was about him we'll see we will see eric i don't know told you just looking at the art and not going with the nine panel deal if i you know pulled out certain panels and just showed it to somebody you know even tanya i said like look at this she'd go uh, oh what is wonder woman doing in that uh, no no that's big part but she would say like oh that's dummy. that's really good like i'm telling you that where take away the the any of the word balloons or whatever and there's just scott beat up with his green lantern shirt on against the thing it's really good i really Really, I love God the needs art. To shave. Also, you have to see where that you continue that. You know, I drew God, but nobody knows who he is. But uh, he is also drinking out of a coffee cup that says "I am God." But all these things just go together to just. Kind of, it seems like what the what the overwhelming trap. Amount I'm telling of you, nonsense. I really think that all of this is Tom King working with the idea that Mister Miracle escapes traps, and you're going to have that he is the guy trapping us 
into believing things, and at the end, it'll just, you know, maybe tell us what it is. I would hope so, but you know, yeah, the art I, I think it's is weird great. Now that this book just makes me long for the days that I was confused by Grant Morrison. Yeah, yeah, like I said, at least that was fun. This issue yeah. was a little more fun, but I, I just, I don't understand these other reviewers where they're saying that th- this is a great, you know, symposium of of what Mister Miracle is all about. What? What, what? what, drinking coffee and eating carrots? That's what he's about? I can't see where I think that people are, are missing the point. If you're going to love this, you have to love it. I don't think anybody knows it. what the point well, is. Well, this is what I'm saying. If I'm a guy who's like, I'm one of these 10 out of 10 guys, I want to be part of the in crowd, Eric. I am never part of the in Never part of the in crowd. I go to a party. I don't even go. I wasn't even invited to parties. I want to be the 10 out of 10 party. I want to go there. I'm dancing around. I'm eating fucking. They have a veggie tray there. They're loving it. We're loving it. They got a couple. I, but I'm going to, again, at that party of the 10 out of 10s, I'm going to end up being the, the fucking black sheep of it because I'm going to get them all together. They think that I'm going to get them together with the funnest party game, which is what, Eric? Pin uh, the tail, pin on, the tail the on the donkey. You're right. <laughs> and we're going to get it. I'm like, hey, listen. The reason why we should all like this is not because it's showing us the greatness of Mr. Miracle or what Jack Kirby wanted or all this, which I see in all these reviews. What this is great for it's changing the game. It's making us think a little different. It's it's skewed. It's it's you know a mystery. All these all these people write like they know exactly what's going on, and and there's nobody who knows exactly what's going. On. I I mean I maybe there's somebody. Kidding. Maybe there's somebody. This is one of those things when I grew up, and I heard that if you could draw an exact circle, I'm talking a geometrically perfect circle it meant you were insane at this point if you tell me you know what it is right in the funny farm you go eric because only a a insane mind would know what's going on at this point that's there there you go Eric. i'm insane but not that way i'm only insane in an anger issue in the membrane i got you i am insane in the membrane i'm losing my voice why am i yelling (laughs) who's laughing oh jeez I gave it a seven out, a seven point five out of ten. I may have gone high. I'm still the lowest. <laughs> hey, what, what sort of world are we living in? Huh, I'm, I'm the negative person with a seven five. Oh, I don't know moly. because the thing is, I real, I you know, I can I can appreciate Mr. Ards or Gerard's art. I love, and it. Uh, you know, I hate the nine panel layout, but I can appreciate some of the stuff he does, even though I don't like everything. But the story is nonsense. It's confusing for the sake of being confusing. So nobody wants to look dumb, so they have to be all about it, or they are just a big dummy for some reason. You're I the, you don't mind a, being dumb, Eric. That's no, one I thing don't. that I'll give you credit. You go through life as a dummy. Sure do. <laughs> I I know what you're gonna give it. What are you gonna? I'm not I'm not even gonna say that you're gonna give it a five point one, but that's okay. What Good. what do you give it? Four point five out of ten. Ooh, jeez! I thought you were gonna go up because of the art. I thought no, the no, art was. Gonna I'm telling you, the you. art is all. The art is all of it. The story is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Aaron. You you said it. You said it, my man. <laughs> all right but we're, i don't, I don't talk, even know I'm what i'm telling i'm telling you i i gotta go i gotta go and i i gotta go into the emergency room or something right now and, and somewhere to settle down after talking about this book my mind is a flutter but we're gonna I go off here i don't like carrots i i don't like any sort carrots. of raw veggie tray that's maybe that's why when tray. people think that and every a lot of people are a celery you know, guy though a lot of people find a lot of humor in that veggie tray i got furious i don't want veggies i, I and also i don't know it seemed a little overkill for these and i don't like cauliflower either i don't like anything I, on that veggie tray favorites. 
don't like it. Yeah, and you don't realize that that is not ranch dressing in the middle. It's actually blue cheese. Eric, God you damn like it. That? Now you ruined the goddamn veggie tray. There you go. But yeah, we're going to go off to some mail. So when I'm talking to my wife and shaming people who are lame, I always mention Eric Shay. Some people like to hear the news. Some people love all the reviews. The thing that I look forward to. It's mail, it's mail, it's mail. Mail with Jim. Mail with Jim. All the nonsense we think of, stories of the things we do, everything that we send in, we love that it's going to mail with Jim. With Jim, with Jim, with Jim, mail with Jim. Jim, with Jim, with Jim, Mel with Jim. Ah, uh, yes, mail section number two, Eric. That usually does follow mail section no number one. Dose. Actually, I'm going to say this is mail section number seven. There I'll you go. People, and this man. is with Brandon. Brandon says, Sup, fellas? We need to address the most important topic covered during the random nonsense discussed last week, and that is Marco Polo versus Whirlpool. Eric, I love you, my friend, but you're wrong. Marco Polo God is just a it. bullshit game solely based on the fact that there is not one person alive who has ever played that game 100% honestly. I'm surprised Jim so didn't what? like it as much because it's a cheater's paradise. I know. Wasn't wasn't that by Coolio, Eric? Yeah. More cheating going on in a game of Marco Been Polo in than in an episode life, of Cheaters. Marco Polo. I, as a white trash above ground pool having youngster, much preferred Whirlpool. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Well, that's that the is thing. An, above an above ground, ground, ground pool game. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. We could get really we could really get that thing cranking as kids swimming against a Whirlpool. Top ten childhood activity right there. I agree. So that settles that debate. Moving Only on. for above ground pool because we're talking un- like you know in ground pool. Marco Polo oh, was where it's yeah, at. You yeah, got fish out of water, I motherfucker. I don't. I don't know what sort of fancy fella you think you are but yeah i only had a, we had an above ground pool at our house and i and it really and our place where me and you both grew up not big backyards either it yeah, was well, the whole you, backyard didn't, i didn't have a pool when we moved there it was it, crazy it was happening. the whole backyard and it was set up like if you that, start the lawnmower in that yard you're already done yeah you're it. done and uh it's funny uh, because I used to jump off our awning of the, the porch into the pool all the time. It was so much fun. Uh, but yeah, he settled that debate. Ah, God damn it. With that Brian Michael Bendis news. This is something I personally am not thrilled about. He's my own personal Steve Orlando, writing tons of books where nothing happens, filled with nonstop nonsense dialogue. That sound good. 
Just when he worked himself into a corner at Marvel where he was on books where I didn't have to concern myself with them, now I have to await dreaded new announcements for the next few months and pray I don't see his name next to Batman. Although I do look forward to the podcast. I kind of look forward to that now. Well, I'm thinking Batman, he's talking like some new shit. deal. I, maybe he's saying like even a new book, you know, Batman Shadow and of Friends. The Batman and the Outsiders, although I do look forward to the podcast once he starts writing for DC, so you too can feel my pain. It's coming, my friends. I told you. this is He had a evil grin on his face <laughs> when he was talking to me. Final notes before books. I've been binge-watching the U.S. version of Shameless. For anybody that has seen it, uh, tell me the character Kev doesn't remind you of Eric Shea. For the rest oh. of you, check it out. It's pretty good. Is Kev a nice guy? Like a nice guy with a, with a heart of gold, I would think, because that's the only thing that reminds me of Eric Shea. That's right. You know that? Metal books. I like Batman Lost. Thought it was pretty damn good. I have a bunch of the Morrison run fresh in my mind, up to Final Crisis currently, so I think that I definitely helped me. I just looked up me. Kevin. Fucking, this guy looks hard as shit, and I think this picture might kick my ass, so I don't know Ooh, what he's talking about. <laughs> you better watch out. Help me digest the craziness a bit. The other t- uh, the other time was mostly nonsense, and at this point, I definitely enjoyed Gotham Resistance more than this continued Justice League. Getting their asses kicked story needs more barf powers. He. Yeah, telling you i actually went into this podcast that you're listening to now with a negative enough feeling of the green lantern how jordan the green lantern core book that was the tie-in uh, and by the time we get done talking i lost my mind i, I oh, yeah. just hated it. I, it it made me so angry action well i'm glad this is over with blah 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 five issues to get to the magic staff where then something i guess finally vaguely happens even the last cover looked rushed and changed at the last minute detective and i agree detective this this very uneventful as well. Tynan, unless Snyder is scripting with him, just cannot end a story to save his life. One uneventful story after another. Do either of you two know what is coming up for this book? Because I'm seriously considering jumping off this bad boy and I really don't feel like dealing with the following. The red waxed faced villains and his or her goons, Stephanie and Tim, Anarchy and Ulysses. It does set up Ulysses back. I don't know sure if does. it was just used as a tool to, you know, have that brother eye and that whole deal, but it was weird to have him going on. So I, I actually don't know what's coming up. I, I was going to check uh, when we were talking about it to see, just to see if it hints at anything else. Right. I would assume that we are going to be dealing with Tim and Stephanie uh, pretty soon, but I, I don't right know imagine. what else. Wonder Woman, all the recapping shit was pretty lame, but I did dig the twist and can honestly say I think without it, I would have stopped following the story. At least I'm interested going forward now where before it was slowly losing me. And I think that's the problem is it's not just a twist that, you know, spoiler alert, that Jason isn't on the up and up, that he's bad and working with Grail. Uh, The whole story has been so boring that you needed anything to get you going. If it wasn't boring up until this point, I think it would have been pretty cool, but you know, you have to have something and that's yeah. what they went with. Uh, I'm actually, I'm very disappointed with James Robinson so far on that. It's really nothing. It, that it's first so issue weird. really got me going, but he's been very lackluster. Yeah, we've been since. really looking forward to him coming back. It was announced a while back. And when we heard it was going to be Jason, we were even more, you know, tickled yeah. pink. And then it shows up and I just, I'm bored. Uh, Bill's home game this weekend. Oh. That means, like, you know, Toby's going to be on Twitter watching Brandon, you know, do things of people jumping into goddamn, you know, pools of uh, flaming vodka or something. And and ladies with their clothes off. And that is from Brandon. He says the Marvel Minute now. 
will be about Moon Knight number 188. And I know that Moon Knight is something that a lot of people want to get into. Christopher Hyde and the OG, he wants to get into it. So I hope that this helps him out. And we'll see. Brandon sent me a message a little bit earlier oh. tell me not to read it because there's goddamn burn victim action throughout it. Really? Oh, there you go. Spoiling Send me a picture. I'm like, God damn it. Spoiling things again. Eric, right. I'm looking for the spo- uh, that, it. spoilers, man. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> uh, yes, but we're going to go off to them talking about Moon Knight number 188. Mark Spector, the Moon Knight. I hunt thugs to please the Moon God. I am Kong Shu's Blade of Vengeance. Welcome, everybody. This is the Marvel Minute. I am Brandon, as always, joined by Trevitt. Trevitt, how we doing, man? Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> and we are bringing you guys Moon Knight 188 today. Uh, so I was actually surprised there have been 188 issues of Moon Knight in total. Uh, so that's a rather high legacy, higher legacy number than I thought uh, thought we would have. But uh, anyway, we'll get into the creative team here. We're going to do a little blurb and spit the bit about this issue. Uh, let you know what we thought about Moon Knight, which beat out, what did it beat out? Uh, Master Kung Fu and Gwenpool. Uh, was it Gwenpool? No, I didn't put Gwenpool up for that one. Oh, Daredevil. Just, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, there we go. So Moon Knight edged those two out, and uh, that's rather surprising. Um, but anyway... Moon Knight, the superhero crazier than your craziest uncle is back. and could literally, literally be up to almost anything. So while we don't get many actual answers about what our title hero is up to this issue, we get a little bit of an intriguing story moving forward. And again, a whole lot of crazy. Uh, so yeah, we, we start this issue of Moon Knight and, you know, just because almost anything can happen in a Moon Knight issue, I, I, 100% thought this was Moon Knight at the start of this book. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> send that out right, yeah, just right out front. You know, I'll say that because he even changes his look once in a while too. You know what I'm saying? You never really know what you're going to yeah. get. Um, but no, we're at the Ravencroft Asylum, uh, and we're dealing with this lady for almost the entirety of the issue called Dr. Emmett. Do we even ever get more of a name than that? Like they just always call her Dr. Emmett, don't they? Yeah, yeah, just Dr. Emmett. She was, um, I, maybe at the dinner party, I can't remember, but she was in the last run. She was uh, Moon Knight's doctor. Moon Knight's psychologist or whatever, uh, yeah. you know, the crazy people doctor is. Uh, <laughs> she thought so was she, a doctor. <laughs> yeah, so so you're, um, you're seeing this interview go down with uh, this person who's only referred to as Patient 86, which we'll get to later. Um, but who at this point comes off as talking a whole bunch of nonsense uh, about how he's seen God um, and, and he knows it's real and he feels sorry for everybody that, you know, doesn't believe because he's seen the, he's seen the answer for, for real, for true. And uh, the people he killed didn't see things his way, basically. So he had to burn them for, you know, you know, ba- basic crazy logic. 
Uh, he also has some creepy-ass burnt hands. Um, so I don't know if he can start this fire directly out of his hands, and I, I think we'll get a hint to that as to later. But everyone just thinks he's kind of like a pyro dude right now. Um, yeah. That's when I knew it wasn't Moon Knight when he was like, I had to burn them, and his hands were all burnt. Yeah. <laughs> like, all that, right. was, that was kind of my first hint, too. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't take a sip of coffee there. But uh, anyway... Yeah, we, we go back to Dr. Emmett's office, and you see this janitor mention how she should, you know, leave the office. It's goddamn late, and you're crazy if you're still here. Um, but anyway, she's just going through old files of this guy she interviewed. Um, you know, recapping her case, because this has really piqued her interest. Um, and she's just deep diving into these docs here. Uh you know, through a little dot connecting, she thinks back to how this case all reminds her of the, what she calls the specter conundrum. Um, and obviously she's referring to, you know, Moon Knight and, and what she dealt with with him in the past. Um, now we get a big title page there. Double page spread. Uh, <laughs> and I like, the, I like the design. The purple. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, all, Moon Knight is spelled in Moon Glow, basically. It's pretty sweet looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, we, we kind of check in on this dinner party that Dr. Emmett goes to, and you can kind of see she's not super well-respected by her colleagues. Uh, she, she's kind of getting some shit from this one older looking doctor dude. Uh, they're, they're obviously at a birthday party with these cheesy hats they're wearing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's really all we get about that. We move scenes again to, uh, just her going back to her apartment and, you see her robe is hung up like a, a Moon Knight thing. Is that on purpose? Does she do that, or is that just coincidental? Because it is by, like, that's on Kino Kinoshu and a bunch of Egyptian pictures and stuff and Moon Knight stuff. That's up. Uh, that's that's part of her obsession with Mark Spector. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's one of the robes he made when he was in the hospital. <laughs> like, did you, oh, okay. Yeah. You just kept it. It's not his actual suit or anything. or yeah. No, okay. I don't think so. Um. So, yeah, we just see her all pissed off later on that night, you know, crashing, going to bed. You see she's, again, obsessed with this whole Moon Knight idea and takes it back with her to the hospital the next day. Uh, and she's having this discussion with um, patient 86, kind of di diagnosing him with this form of bipolar uh, and breaks down what's happening to him in a way that he and basically we, the reader, can also understand a little bit better in case, you know, you're unfamiliar with what bipolar is really. You know what I'm saying? Like people go through different phases and steps pretty quickly. And, and, you know, usually there's, she's trying to connect this to a trigger and get in, get him to remember what, what, what made him, you know, start really freaking out and remember his, not remember his past so well. Um, I don't know where, where are my notes at here? Uh, patient 86, basically, you know, we, what, what we get out of this is he used fire as an answer to his pain from a rough upbringing uh, and, and following traumatic events. Um, you know, it, the shrink actually quotes at one point, it was something he could control that would simultaneously control him. Um, so she thinks like, you know, with this reveal and th their discussion, she she's hit a mini breakthrough kind of, you know, kind of gets her excited. Uh, am I saying anything wrong here? Because it's hard to describe what's going no. on here when you're about it okay no no that's um she she thinks because you know mark kind of cured himself a little bit with her fucked up treatment 
you know, in the last book, you don't really know. Um, sometimes it's hard to decipher what's real and what's not real because yeah. it's all about his psychosis and him like coming to terms with himself. So, you know, she, he was such a success for her that she wants to apply, you know, whatever he was going through to this because their cases are so similar. So she thinks what, like what Mark did to come out. Okay. Might help him, you know? Yeah. And she's connecting it all back to this Egyptian God mythology. And yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, how do you always say that name? I can never say it right. Kanantu? Kanchu. 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 Okay. <laughs> I, want to, I want to pronounce every letter and then, you know, I'm just not following the rules of American Bush here. But anyway, she ends up going to the history museum. Uh, she's strolling through, you know, the Egyptian history section. Uh, and she starts to develop this theory that if Egyptian mythology worked for Spectre, could work for her patient 86. This nameless, nameless military patient, which was kind of bugging me because if you're in the military, there's no way you're ever erasing your identity ever. You know what I'm no. saying? <laughs> no. Or they're just, they've just like classified his name. I don't, I, that was just yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, they erase it. They yeah, that, erase that it was my, yeah, that was my only like really nitpick <laughs> up to this point about the story other than not seeing Moon Knight yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the next few pages, we just get a, a montage of sorts of various Egyptian gods. Uh, it gives us a quick little mini history lesson about what some different ones stood for uh, until she ultimately stum stumbles upon a statue of Ra. Uh, and that's Amon Ra, and, and he's basically like a bird-looking dude-faced guy, uh, the sun, sun god, god. Of, in the Egyptian yeah. mythology. So this is the one she's like fixated on here at this point. And she's going to bring this back to Ravencroft. She doesn't take any items or anything, per se. She's just, like, inspired by this giant golden-esque statue in the museum. I don't know if it's gold or glowing or, or what's going on there. but uh, It's probably gold. They were really big on yeah. gold in Egyptian uh, <laughs> culture. Yeah, they, 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 they like the gaudy stuff. But um, <laughs> anyway, we get bring all this back to Ravencroft, and she meets up with Patient 86 again, who looks a little like Jesus, basically. Um. <laughs> And he's at, they're at the asylum, uh, and she makes this in, entire connection with, what is it, Noshu, Kenoshu? Oh, <laughs> uh, Kanchu, yeah, Kanchu. Kanchu. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to get that right, I'm going to get that right. So with Kanchu, and uh, she gets basically into a detailed explanation about what this all means to the patient. Um, but I, I don't, the, the connection I have a hard time making is she wants to use Ra, she wants to like have him connect with this Ra. I don't understand what Kenoshu has to do with it, other than aren't they like brothers or something like that? Kanshu and, and Amun Ra, yeah, yeah, they're family, like kind of, but like Greek gods, you know, every polytheism, most of the gods are, are family. Because when they go for this stroll and she's explaining things to him, you can see like images of these two behind them, Kenoshu on the left. Uh, yeah, Kanchu and then Ra. And Ra on the right. Ra. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really crazy, uh, crazy part. I like that part. Um, and, and then he starts remembering through this, you know, experience and, and bringing up of of this God stuff, uh, flashes to his past. So this is uh, like uh, troops in his fellow troops in in his military unit that were like picking on him and beating on him. Um, 
we we find out some details about that basically what they did to him to uh trigger him to snap and and really kind of kill them you see he was kind of beat as a child um he awakens again and they're back in his room and he's given all this reading material about egyptian arts and history egyptian gods um is this his case file she hands him as well that's on the desk uh no it's it's mark's it's moon knight's case mark's. file okay so she, yeah she's she's trying to make this entire connection and, and open his eyes to to her previous patient basically and he's all in on it he's reading it all you know he's you see him crying looking at this picture of moon knight pretty crazy uh, then we get really crazy because we're sitting in this white room full of mirrors that don't look like they're reflecting anything. And either mirrors or windows, I don't know. Uh, and it's Dr. Emmett, right? She just looks yeah, yeah, all Dr. sexed Emmett. up a little bit, kind of in this crazy futuristic-looking dress. Uh, when all these zombies just start crawling on her desk and through this door, pulling her out into the hallway. Um, and then you see Moon Knight come out of nowhere. And just start ripping them limb from limb. Like he's he's got one dude by the throat. He's got one dude ripped in half at the torso. Looks pretty sweet. He's in his old school all white uniform. Uh, it's like a glow to it. Like you like you know like you could tell it's kind of a dream, and it, it everything has yeah. like a little hue around it. Yeah, and, and so he stops all these zombie dudes, takes his mask off. You see, he's a zombie. Like he's about to bite Doctor Emmett, and then she wakes up from this dream. And what the hell is cookie butter? Did they mean batter? Is this a misprint? Because I've never heard of cookie butter, and I feel like I've now missed out on life because I want cookie butter. Uh, yeah. right now. <laughs> you know I, I was looking up, but I thought the same thing. I was like, what the fuck is cookie butter? But I have no clue. Yeah. So but I'm assuming that might give you bad dreams yeah. before bed. <laughs> yeah, anybody knows what cookie butter is? Let us know. I, I need that in my life if it's real and I've never heard of it. Um Oh, but it is a real it, thing. It's like is it? It's like peanut butter. Yeah, it's, it's called. It. It, I guess I don't know. It's Biscoff creamy cookie butter spread. Trader Joe's is she, cookie butter is she, spread. Is, is that like a British thing? What they call peanut butter instead of they call it cookie butter instead of peanut butter? I, don't uh, know. I think it's uh, if they sell it at Trader Joe's, it might be like a uh, like a high end like Whole Foods hipster kind of food or something. <laughs> Uh, are there cookie chunks in it i don't know it kind of looks like peanut butter like when i'm looking at the jar right now and it looks just like it just looks like a jar of peanut butter but it says cookie butter on it Hmm. maybe it tastes like oh here it is what is cookie butter is a food paste primarily made from uh speculous cookie crumbs fat sugar and vegetable oil condensed milk or butter so cookie crumbs made into paste all right, I might have to. Uh, I don't know if that sounds good anymore, but I still might have to try. It. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm back I'm to the story. <laughs> I just never heard of it. it. Really, like stopped my reading dead in its tracks. I was like, cookie butter. What? What the fuck is that? Like, I just went I with a batter. Like, I'm like, yeah, if you ate a lot of cookie batter before bed, you'd be waking up having dreams and shitting too, probably. I don't know. Most definitely. Uh, I've eaten my fair share of cookie batter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we flash. Um, after the crazy, where were we? After the crazy dream ends, she goes back to Ravencroft. Um, she, she 
confronts patient 86. Um, he's basically like hung up a bunch of Egyptian stuff all over his room. You see, he's really into this. He, he wants to continue like this it. therapy. Um, but he sends the doctor home for the day, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll be spending uh, the day in meditation, so I, I don't need yeah. you right now. <laughs> yeah, so he basically sends her home, and she goes on her way. She meets up with this different doctor. Um, uh, they they have this chat. My notes, I, I kind of was like skipping random parts of my notes here. So uh, she has a discussion with a colleague, sure. and she receives this uh, afterwards, this ominous warning from this crazy dude. It's basically the point of the scene. Well, she's at a military hospital uh, where he was after he got out of the service, and that was his doctor when, right when he, you know, he first had his break when he was overseas. Okay, all right. Um, and yeah, she leaves the room talking to this doctor and runs into another military patient out in the hallway, um, who said, you know, basically stay the hell away from this dude. He started this fire without matches, uh, with no lighter. That like this guy's going crazy because of, you know, what he knows this guy did. I don't think he was there because he killed everybody that was there when he snapped. From what I know in the story, yeah, well, um, I think he might have been like a, a spectator or something because he's like, we all know the truth. Is like th they had him tied up naked. He's like, how could he have possibly started a fire when he was tied up with no matches? <laughs> yeah. So so the workers at the hospital like you know pull one of those things where they end up dragging the crazy dude away from the doctor. That's they think is just going crazy, but is really kind of telling you the truth, you know, <laughs> one of those cliche yeah, yeah. type of things. But then, um, Bobby. <laughs> as, as that's all going down, she gets a text message saying, get back to Ravencroft emergency immediately. Get back here. Um, and she arrives into the room with patient 86, who is now bitten off somebody's nose and painted the room with, uh, blood in Egyptian symbols, like there's, you know, that eye symbol, triangles, what look like boobs, um, <laughs> spider-looking <laughs> things, <I don't, laughs> all sorts of stuff all over the place. Um, she, she's like, why would you do this? And he says, when I revealed myself, she didn't believe. So she, she knows something else is going on here. Like, I don't know, some, something has obviously they're taking him over or he remembers now how to access what he accessed back in the military and, and his initial snap Egyptian and, and moon night mythology, uh, all, all interconnecting. Um, and you see his eyes basically light up on fire with the doctor in the room. Uh, he says, Kenoshu is, is nothing next to me as he bursts the entire room into flames and, you know, himself as well. Uh, so he's covered in just flame. He's basically Amon Ra at this point, like possessed by Amon Ra. His um, avatar. The, yeah, he, he's the entity, you know, holding the god in um, and lights up this entire hospital just in flames. Um, you see, like, you see that person just on fire in the background. You see hands sticking up out of flame. The doctor's kind of left alone in the room, still on fire a little bit, like she needs to stop, drop, and roll now. Uh, <laughs> but she's she just says, Dear Lord, Aman Ra. And, you know, this is something that she did, you know, basically caused it all, uh, connecting the dots for this guy to access these powers again. Um, 
so yeah, he he basically says I'm I'm gonna go after. He's got beef with Kenosha. He wants to get rid of him, kill him. That's Mark Spector. Uh, <laughs> I can't say it. I, uh, it's it's gonna be like continuity to me forever until you know this book's over again. Um, but he just walks out of the fire unharmed, like his hands are still burned, but that's it. None of the rest of his body, except his eyeballs, are on fire. Um, and you just see a flashback again to the people he lit up on fire throughout his life. Like apparently he accessed these powers when he was a kid at one point when he was getting beat, uh, obviously in the military when he was getting beat down and, uh, now for a third time in the hospital with, with the help of this doctor, uh, the final splash page is the hospital slash psychiatric center just up in flames with these firefighters uh, wrapping everything up and, and pushing the lone survivor out on a cart. And it is something out of Eric Shea's nightmares. It is Dr. Emmett uh, with no skin on her body, like burnt down to the muscle, missing an eyeball. Her teeth are still white. Um but that's about it. She looks like a hot mess, Oof. a burn victim survivor with no so sort of quality of life left in her future. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, none. Just kill me. If I am like that and, and my family won't kill me, Trevor, just come pull the plug, will you? God damn it. Because um, <laughs> that, yeah, I don't want to live if I look like that, you know? <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Buy, borrow, or forget from Moon Knight 188. Um, I, I don't know. I, I told you before we started, this is very reminiscent of the legacy issue uh, for Black Panther, but the bonus and, and the separation between the two is that this one isn't, it, it's continuing a previous series in a connected story, but it, it's not reliant on everything yeah. that happened before it. Nope. It's a brand new story with a brand new villain that, that you get basically an origin story for uh, really in the theme and idea of, Moon Knight anyway. So, so you know, he, he's not in the story, but he's operating in the background the entire time. Uh, you only really see him in a dream sequence, but it just didn't bother me as much as it did in Black Panther because the story was more enjoyable. Um, you know, I just had, I had more fun with the craziness. Like, it, I, I guess it's also a, a little more tolerable because I know I'm signing up just for a bonkers time when I read a Moon Knight title. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I, I I give it a little more leeway than I would when I go to a Black Panther book and I don't see Black Panther, I feel ripped off, as opposed to like this, like eh, I just don't feel as as butthurt about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So the the art was uh, was good too. It felt very indie like. Uh, you know, it's not uh, like a classic Marvel style, but it suits this the tone of the story and and what all went down and. Um, you know, it was, it was just crazy and cool. And, you know, you, you get me when you start talking about Egyptian gods and connect, it's kind of like a little American godsy, you know, uh, avatars on earth walking around doing shit and, and fucking each other up. Uh, you can sign me up for that. I, I like that story. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I, it's a buy for me. Uh, I, I liked it better than black Panther. Uh, it just read better. Uh, the art was on par with it, you know, and Moon Knight's a character. I yeah. just like better, uh, a little better His stories. that just come off more interesting and not so much the samey because you can basically do whatever you want with the dude. Cause he's nuts. Yeah. I loved it. I, I, I really did love how, um, 
how in a way with Dr. Emmett and Mark, the only things that like really pulled from the last series were Dr. Emmett and Mark being cured. Other than that, it didn't rely on the past story at all. It was really a fresh jumping on point and you get a brand new villain. I like that they created a brand new villain just for the story. You know, I think it makes me curious as it says, create, you know, everybody, nobody knows his real name. Like the, the guy who is in the, the, the army mental hospital who grabbed Dr. Emmett and was like, you know, there's something wrong. You know, he started that fire with no matches um he called him the name nameless one you know so i know in the title of the story is crazy runs in the family you know, <laughs> I so know. it really makes you wonder you know but if they know oh i guess they don't know his they're trying to find out his past the, just the whole nameless patient 86 things driving me a little crazy because if you're <laughs> in the military there's no way you're going anonymous when you get out no, kick, no. especially if you're kicked out unless the military wants it that way so Unless you did some like black op stuff, they wipe your memory. And, I mean, yeah, yeah not yeah, like we're talking life. some sci-fi yeah. shit here. Yeah, but um, I, I was very excited when uh, I found out Jason Burroughs was coming on because I I read uh, Alan Moore's book Providence and and the art was just so so good and I was like this is gonna be great for Moon Knight I can't wait because he he's always done like these types of stories like weird uh, horror Lovecraftian stories so it's it's nice that they brought him over for this because it really fits his style. And um, I just loved this book. I loved everything about it. Do- Dr. Emmett in the last book, uh, Mark thought she was like uh, Emun Tet. She thought he, she was he, she was an avatar for another Egyptian god. But you never really know if, if it's real or if it's just Mark's psychosis. That book was just a total fucking mindfuck. Um, yeah. But here it's really clear. You know, now, now, you, now you know like she's just this regular doctor lady and She's uh, not very good at her job, and uh, Mark cured himself through this. So she, it was also her biggest mistake trying to apply what happened with Mark Spector to this guy because look what it ended up doing to her in the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, she really, become... she really screwed up. Like, it just goes to show you, uh, not, not that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm analyzing anything on a doctor-type level, but, you know. She she luckily met a hero the first time she applied this strange yeah. method to somebody's psychosis, and now she's just meeting somebody who who's a murderer, and she's only aiding in his craziness. You know what I'm saying? So it's pretty cool how it yeah, works yeah. on both levels. She's turning it back on. Yeah, they are they're like complete opposites. And and you know, Conchu's a dick, and um, sort of like he's always been a dick, and Mark kind of always keeps him in check, and um. But this guy, I, you could just, you know, he's probably just going along with what his uh, his God wants him to do, you know, which is yeah. murder fucking people. And he's yeah. fucking nuts because they are in contact with their God. You know, like Mark talks to Kanchu all the time. I'm sure this guy talks to Amon Ra. We yeah, just haven't like, seen it yet. In the Warren Ellis series, he would talk to that bird skeleton all the time. Yeah, that's Kanchu. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it and was my favorite. <laughs> A dick. Like, he's always such a dick to him, too. And, like, hitting other people. Like, he'll go to other people and offer himself up for them to be his avatar if he doesn't like what Mark's doing. And then Mark has to, like, earn his way back. Um, And he always puts him through all this, like, crazy shit. Like, half half of Moon Knight being a hero is him just trying to, like, keep Khonshu in check. Um, Yeah. And I'm sure we're going to get, uh, judging by this issue, I'm sure it's, that's going to be like really crazy going forward. And in the next issue, I'm sure we're going to start off seeing what Mark's been doing. So it'll be like a first issue from Moon Knight's perspective as but this was introducing us to this pretty cool new villain. Uh, I, I really love, I, I love this. I'm a big Moon Knight fan. So this was a definite buy for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, so if you, I mean, it's it, Moon Knight is a flavor you have to. I don't, it's not Grant Morrisony, but it's it's a crazy book that you have to be in the mindset for. So there's there's people in the camp of oh, it's just nonsense stories, and then you know, but I, Moon Knight is also somebody yeah. I enjoy as a character, so I I get down with it. Um, but anyway. Uh, if you're looking for more of us, guys, we're going to talk a couple more, three more Marvel books to be exact uh, later tonight for the Marvel Madness Comics podcast. So find us there uh, if you're looking for some more Marvel chat. Uh, but we're going to sign things out here. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Beamer3660. Trevitt, where are you, man? I am at Afrenatics. And we will talk to you guys next week. Poll goes up on Monday, uh, so look for that. Um, but party's over, and we'll talk to you then. Peace out. Don't cry for me because I'm already dead. At least they told me that I fell in front of that statue before. The things that I saw in my head, I can't explain. Resurrected for a purpose, pick myself up off the floor. So call it divination or just something to be blessed with. Made me to a man that should never be messed with. Too many voices inside of my head that I contend with. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We don't want to hear Eric Shea. I want to hear Eric Shea. I want to Hooray. hear him so darn much. Here we are. We're back again, Eric. Back again with these books. And this is what I would like to call, I don't know, the, the Flash Titans JLA section. How about that? Is that clever? Is well, that a there, clever there's two section? flashes in Titans. There so are the well, Flash League section. I was going to say there's actually in this now these are overlapping actually four flashes since Wally West Kid Flash are in both the Flash and Titans. So there is three flashes but four appearances on uh, JLA on negative Flash. JLA, yeah. So there you go. You even have more. That is true. Ooh, well said. Right. Also, the JLA, I want to get it through fast. I want to get through it fast. Oh, yeah. That, that's and, exactly and... <laughs> what we need to do. Get through, I can flash right through oh, that. Oh, Jesus Flash Christ. review I wish, time. I wish we could flash review it. Maybe we will. For those that remember what that is. That uh, book is garbage, and that's a flash fast. That is a flashback. We're going to start out with The Flash number 34, written by Joshua Williamson and Michael Morakai. Art by Popman, Ivan Placencia, and Steve Wands. Mina is back with a few days to thrill. Eric, and while this issue is set up to get new readers caught up, I ended up liking it more than most of what we've gotten up until this point in this series. I love Popman's art, and the story, while very, very thin overall, at least got the negative speed force out of Barry, which to me is certainly a case of addition by subtraction, even if the answer comes up negative, Eric. Piece of shit. <laughs> you like that? You like, you like that dramatic like, reading? Going with this. You like that dramatic reading that I just gave you? You see there that that is called a uh, blurb 101, Eric, and, and that is just the beginning of the fun that I will have for you in this section. But yeah, the, this continues the. the well, obviously. it's funny we we won't hear it in this podcast, but this issue to me when I was reading it because I didn't read it before we did it, but 
Like Wonder Woman number 34, it's very similar to, the, to yes, what we read is. about that. Like, it is. The whole idea is a goddamn ruse, and it's just biding its time, it seems yes, like. Yes, it's biding its time. Now, I, I'm telling you again, the problem with Flash for me since the beginning is a is a common theme with a couple books one of those is what i really when i think of this book when i think of the flash there's another book that always comes to mind and it's green arrow because joshua williamson and ben percy and green arrow they cannot let anything die everything comes back and what happens is if you bring characters back and concepts like that you're going to have to catch people up. You're going to have to even – I'm saying I, I, this is an issue that I think is a jumping on point. But it's also a, hey, guys, remember this? Remember what's happening? And yeah, it basically this whole issue is a setup for a reveal, twist reveal at the end that we saw coming 13 issues ago. Yeah, it's a long there time is ago. no shock. There's nothing that you're going to get here that if you've been reading this series and since the beginning. even all of that, we even saw Mean at that one point with Black Hole as a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. There, there is ago. no – there is no – there's nothing here that will shock you if you've been reading. I know some people I've, – I've seen some reviews and heard some people talking about this that obviously this they is an no issue that – kind of, is, Well, so. this is kind of an issue that seems to be a litmus test of if you've been reading or not because if you don't know who Mina is and try to you know fake the funk through this, it, you're going to be able to see right through that because Mina, we know who Mina is. And if you haven't been reading, Mina was part of the Speed Force Storm at the beginning of the this series. She got abilities. Now, I will tell you this continues – what we really had problems with Mina, uh, when she became the it got the Speed Force powers, uh, she became the you know be all end all of Speed Force users within a day. And oh, yeah. one she of was, one, she was training other speedsters. Yes, she, she had new training. abilities that other people didn't have. It was crazy. Yep. And this shows some of that. It also shows how she kind of got the beginnings, it seems, of being set up with with Black Hole. But the the thing that really gets me is this issue actually points out to one of the biggest problems we've had in this whole series with Mina and Wally West Kid Flash is that it's pretty much verified that she had one afternoon to train him because they yep. even say, like, you have Barry sitting there like, oh, you remember that sunset we saw? And she's like, yeah, that's the day I met Wally and died. I'm like, yep. so that, that just confirms the whole thing, that Wally has been upset at one point, pretty much told Barry to go to hell because he thought that he had killed or let Mina die and was all upset. So that really – I'm like, really? You're going to point he back to He gets really that? attached to people really quick. You know, he yes, has he does. issues. He is like an Eric Shea. But yeah, wow. it, it starts off – and as we saw in the last issue, the cliffhanger was Mina showing up and actually showing Barry that she has – she's alive, that she survived. She did – you know, whatever. He doesn't know what happened. And we still – we don't even know exactly what happened. You can't take her on her word. I said in my review as i was reading this you're just like listen you're bad to the bone mean i've already seen you hanging out with black hole we already know that this you know that's the other thing the other mystery in this issue is the mystery that the police are trying to figure out of these mystery gangs and who's this head of this new you know power we know and this who it been is in the background forever because they and even say the whole thing though it's like they keep going with the, like this whole thing because we had Copperhead, we had Shrapnel, we had the yeah. freaking the the Cycle Re- uh, Reapers or whatever the fuck they were called. We keep going back mm-hmm. to this really strange subplot, and I th- hope that one day we'll just get to it. I'm like, and if it turns out just to be Black Hole, that's very underwhelmed. I know what is, it is. 
it has to be me in a black hole and it's being strung so much that like okay now we've seen mina before and like i said we did see her it wasn't last issue i actually said last issue it's last issue of the series proper right because we did end up we did get interrupted by bats out of hell and that that was a shame because i was kind of excited to go into this issue i'm telling you I didn't hate this issue. It's just one of those issues that really I felt, okay, whatever, we'll go. I love the art. I think Pop oh, Man's yeah, art Pop Man is does such a great yeah. freaking oh, job. I'm awesome. so happy that he's on this issue and yeah. the next one. Yeah, so I, I really like that. But it starts off, Amina is there to tell Barry, hey, look, uh, I'm alive. And she even – before that, you even get a little background of her life. And you see that she was working in Star Labs. Uh, you have this guy who likes a lot of buttons there, Eric. I don't think that Lab Coach should have that many buttons on there. But he's like, it's hey, listen. It's called Flare. It is Flare. You don't need Flare in Star Labs. Not in the lab. I take that to uh, TGI Fridays. Leave it at home. He's there. Look, hey, like I said, you should join us. You know, Give us a chance, Mina. We're, we're looking into this speed force shit it's fucking wacky and she's like listen well, Warren, voices in there it's crazy yeah, imagine yeah, we could we undo voices. it we understood the speed force and where it came from yeah all this crazy stuff and, and again if you want to do something with this the only thing that this really gets me is that how, how much of a coincidence is this she's talking to this guy warren he's like listen you know that's forbidden i can't do that she's like listen i always wanted to be in control of my life and this is her to herself but she's talking to this warren like hey i have doubts uh these this is unbelievable what you're telling me warren and whatever and she, he's like come on we're talking about the speed force here if we can find out how it works you know where it comes from imagine the possibilities and then she's like oh are you still hearing voices all of this is all set up she just walks outside and gets hit by the speed force storm and this uh, yeah. lets me know that Warren's not very high up in Black Hole because he had no idea the shit was going down. No, he had no idea. Plus, I, I just have to say, he also has a ponytail. So you can't trust that guy. But, you know, is that more flair? <laughs> the ponytail that, that's there? That's his flair. And then, yeah, okay. And she's like, okay, when I got hit, and we know this, if you've read, like, that's when I volunteered. I, I set up the Speed Force Training Center because I was worried I'd never feel in control again. That's when I met you, Barry. And, and it's going on. And if you weren't reading that, she just became instant instant girlfriend of Barry, pretty much. Oh, yeah. And he, he immediately ended up, revealed his identity. Yes, and that was the whole thing to anybody. He had not wanted to tell Iris. Basically, he's just recently told Iris yep. and, and Wally his – he told her – Right away. I mean, and this, Iris this found woman. out, like, you know, not on up front, on not on front street, like, fucking, she found yeah. out through thought. Yeah, yeah, she, you know, all that. And they're going, like, hey, you know, and the whole thing was Godspeed August back then. Uh, he thought that there were three people killed, two guys and Mina. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I thought you. Godspeed killed you. And also, you do have a thing like uh, Barry mentions like uh, later, I thought I heard you at one point, and he did. Remember that was a thing where he thought I, that he I, heard I'm a telling voice. you, they say C-Flash and Maria, I'm like, I don't remember yeah, that Yeah, shit it was, at all. he saw a voice when he was working on something, and he's like, oh, who was that? And we're like, I guess that's what's mean. There was other times when there was a talk of a speedster around the world, and we thought Which it was we that, found and that, we, yeah, thought we thought maybe it was Mina, Avery. but it turns out to be Avery, yeah. Avery we also found Superman in that first, book. you know, arc of Flash. Yep, and uh, because she ended up pretending that she was going to get her powers taken away all this stuff and mina uh, trained her a bit too yeah 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 and and she's mina's like you know what i was scared uh i ended up in the speed force and you know i i tried to get out i was watching you and i came back i had to fight my way back to save you at this point you know kid flash shows up and he had a message from barry he's like ah, i got scrambled up and i went there and he's like oh my god mina you're alive i'm like right here before she even verifies him 
You knew her an afternoon. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. At Barry best, knew her you, for like a week. You know that she's bad. So I'm like, just come on, guys. You know, get a grip here. And that they are kind of talking to her about it. And he's like, you know, you came to me, didn't you, when I was training Wally? And I told you. That was when it was almost like, you're doing good. And he stopped. Like, What's going on? It was like almost like it was like if you build them, they'll come type of moment at that well, point. Well, they will. Yeah, yeah. But she says like this is I, I battled back, I fought the speed force, and I came out. I got a, I fought against this pull to save you. And Barry's like, save me from what? And I'm thinking, okay, Barry, you have one thing that you and, have really I, bad it, right now. You know, I'm just you, saying though, Barry, you've been connected to the created the speed force. Yes. Does any of this sound right to you for what yes. you're saying? Even yeah. though you know that the Wally, you know, the original yes. kid flash. He had to have an anchor. You had to remember him to come back. Come yep. on. She has just come back and pops up, but then she's like, I came back to save you. And why? <laughs> I'm like, you've had this negative speed force. I mean, you might be able to be like, listen, you're dying. The negative speed force is killing you. And I don't mind this. I know that we still haven't gotten a real explanation of what the negative speed force is. But if you're going to tell me that because you have both the speed force and the negative speed force, they're working against and are ripping them apart at a, you know, a molecular level. I, I can go with it. I, 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 but I just want to know I still why having the speed force and the negative speed force turns you know, to a gray-skinned fucking yeah, that, monster I, that, that explodes we'll, out. We'll never find that out. You know, and she says, but it's tearing you apart. And then he's like, you know this because the speed force told you? And then she's like, I'm not lying. Oh. When I was in the speed force, I saw things. But when I get that, this is the other thing that doesn't make sense. Her power, this is not new. On this top is not, of being, having the speed yes, through ability. Please do not think that what she is saying here about this power is something she's saying that she got from being trapped in the speed force. That is not what she's saying because the power that she explains she had when she showed up at the beginning of the series was to be able to sense speedsters. When the yep. speed storm hit, that's how they found Avery. A lot, I think Avery actually was freaking out, but that's how Mina ended up going around. One of her things with the Speed Force Academy, like whatever, you know, training center – was that she would say to Barry, listen, I have this new power. Uh, Wally had a different power, like an explosion. Yeah, speed he force explodes explosion. out and he tries to vibrate. Yeah, and uh, so what Mina would do was run around Central City and gather up or recruit the people that she could sense had the speed force. That's all she could do. This makes it seem like now she has the ability to track them and look inside to sense what they're doing to them. And that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense what's happening. Now, she may be lying. You know, that I, might agreed. be just part of the, the deal. Is, I can go with this just because it's a weird thing. She can sense speedsters, but we have this new thing that she's never felt before, possibly with the negative speed force and the speed force I just combined. wish she would have said that because she's agreed. saying that the problem is, is when people are reading this, and if you weren't reading it before, the way she is saying it, it seems as if she is explaining to Barry what her speed force power is. He already knows that this has been dealt with, and they actually took advantage of that to gather people and actually try to to track August at that one point. Godspeed. And that, that's where she said, but it makes sense because she's like, listen, don't you feel it? The negative speed force, it, it's ripping you apart, right? And he's like, you know what? I'm kind of tired after I run and things like that. And that's where Wally starts like, you know, oh, this is weird. You know, the powers were ju just destructive on the outside. What about, you know, is this true? And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I kind of do feel tired afterwards. But when we run together, I feel better or whatever. You know and what, Barry? Just, I feel tired after running too. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's weird because this is at the point where it seems like Mina thinks that she's losing them. 
You know what I mean? She thinks that they're not believing, but that's not what this seems to be between them. Later, Wally starts wondering what the hell's yeah. going on. It's too While late. he's on the goddamn trolley, he's like, he yeah. wants to have these questions they have about where she's been, what she's doing, yeah. answer, yeah. because she's just fucking skirting the and, goddamn and, issue. And this goes from this, because she's like, listen, you trusted me enough to, to tell me your identity, Barry. You did too, Wally. I'm still the same person. You can still trust me. I can explain Oops. everything. Come with me. And they go off to the Central City Demolition Derby, you know, that famous place. And uh, they are there because Mina wants to test the negative speed force on Barry wants to test him out to see how they can cure it. Now that this is where I start to get a little wonky with this because Barry, like you said, he knows the speed force. He knows this. How is Mina, who pretty much it seems as if she is supposed to have come out of the speed force a second before this, all of a sudden has this plan. She has this thing to strap on his head and all this. And, and wants even the to thing pass. strapped on the head, the whole idea, you know, I'm going to use this to monitor the negative speed force when yeah. you start running How? and stuff like that. I'm like, not only that, the whole idea where she can, you know, use her powers to sense what's going yeah. on. I'll take that to a degree. Uh, but why do all that when we get to our why conclusion? Do it? She's because just going to take the it thing. because then that's she can what we're, herself. Yeah. That's what we're going to get later is – it never makes sense why she is doing this. Yes, maybe she's, I don't know, she's wasting time, but it seems like she is. She needs to do this before taking it from him, but doesn't take it from him in any different way than what no. we've seen in this book, and it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense, but they go in. Uh, I'll have to admit, I, I'm not hip, Aaron, because they go in, and Mina's like, hey, believe it or not, this place isn't exactly strict when it comes to security, and Wally goes, nothing like some B&E to gain trust. I had no idea what B&E is. I had really? to look it up. I didn't know it was breaking and entering. I thought it was something. Oh, you like, good boy, you. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, B&E? What's you that? You never done some B&E, Jim? No. Sounds like a burger or something. I'm like, I'd like, or it's like it's something that you. burger joint, the B&E. It, yeah, the B&E, or it's something that you eat for like, a, you know, brunch. Hey, I'll have a B&E. Or maybe you stay there overnight, you know. <laughs> B&E. <laughs> didn't know what it was. And I looked it up and I That's see it. That's a like, entertainment, Jim. It's like, like Netflix God, and chill. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, God damn it, I'm stupid. But then Wally's just like, hey, you know, Wally says that, and then you have Barry. Ease up, Wally. You still haven't told us why or how this will help me to Mina. And she's like, well, I picked this place because you can let loose. I'm like, I don't think that's what he means. He nope. means like, what are you testing? Where is this test going? What do you mean you're Where's testing any it? Of this going? Wally, I mean, Barry should be the be-all, end-all of Speed Force knowledge. And if this is something that you could test and do this, I mean, there's the other possible, the other thing is like, okay, uh, Mina, what's going on? Are you, you still with Star Labs now? You, you, like, where is this going? And not only oh, that, I'm telling you, the one thing I would think too, like, you know, she's talking about how she was trapped in the Speed Force, and I couldn't remember exactly when, you know, that happened in the first mm -hmm. arc of The Flash. Like, did they know that August was Speed, uh, Godspeed at that yeah, point? Yeah, that was, that was when they, they eventually, I think it was like the next or that issue. Okay, that the thing he is, found because out, he then. just keeps talking about August, like, like that should mean yeah. something to Mina at that yeah, point. I like she that should know like, that he's Godspeed. And so actually, I'm not even she, sure. Yeah. She knows this because like she could see it in the Speed Force. Uh, it, there is some for it, but yeah, all you're gonna do is now you have an extended scene, quite like the Wonder Woman, like you said uh, this week, uh, where Barry just goes off to run. Wally says, "I want to run with him. You know, I help him out if you're gonna test it." And then Barry basically is like, "If you want to test it." You're going to test it. I'm going to go nuts and ends up going completely bonkers and everything's, you know, and then Wally catches up to him. He's like, whoa, whoa, stop. What are you going to, what are you going to kill me? Gray skin zombie yeah, flash about that. it. And, and that's what brings him back. And I, I, you know, I think that maybe 
this is a foreshadowing about maybe later when Mina is full out, you know, negative speed force. Barry is going to plead to her like, I thought you loved me or so something what, because there was such a weird thing What he's going to do is here. he's going to run up and break his magic staff that's controlling him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of this shit going on this week, isn't there? <laughs> and he's like, listen, I'd never hurt you, Wally, ever. And that brings but him who's going to protect me from you, Flash? Yes, yeah, oh, really? no. And then he's like, listen, I'm sorry. I thought I had better handle on my powers. What gave you that idea, Barry? Please. What gave you that idea? You you have no control over those goddamn powers. And he's like, you always say we need to learn to take things slow, Barry. But when you're going to start taking your own advice, and I'm like, okay. And actually, flash, flash. this next panel, I don't know why, it made me smile. And it made me like, this is what I want. I, I don't want this other nonsense. What, handshaking? He's, yeah. He's like, I know, Wally. Thanks. And he's this like, reminded you of the Batman 66 opening it, is what I think. It actually reminded me of the Super Friends is what yeah. I put my review. I'm like, it reminded me of a Super Friends moment. He's like, it's fine. Let's just forget about it. And they're shaking hands. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but then she's like, that's perfect. Amina comes out. Now she runs out and she's like, hey, and, and Barry's like, boy, that felt far from perfect. Uh, the important thing is more you unleash the negative speed force, the better I can understand it. Then you can get cured. Again, what is she understanding? What I is she know. talking? Because all she's doing is trying to steal it from him. I would love and it. And the thing if is, in my mind, thing... not only try to steal it, but also bide her time, it seems yeah. like, to black hole and, shows and up and the, so she can steal the it. The thing is with this, he has that thing on his head. Why? Why couldn't that have been a siphon? Why couldn't that have Why been couldn't something? that have been something that freaking Anything. knocks him out when she It'd needs to knock him out or something? He ends up probably looking at it at, after all this is said and done later, and he realizes that's just one of those cameras. It's a GoPro. <laughs> it's, just, it's a GoPro. That's all it is. What is this? What is it monitoring? He doesn't even look at it. And he's supposed to be a smart guy. Like, oh, you know what? Uh, I just want you to, you know, learn how to do this because this is where Wally finally is the smart guy in the room and says, what's your deal, Mina? You show up out of nowhere and this is all you care about is the negative speed force. Why Why are you so obsessed with it? Oh, I just want to, I want to help Barry. I want to do it, you know. And, and then while Barry steps in, it's okay, Mina. Wally and I have just had a lot of trust issues lately and we really need a friend. And oh. I'm like, oh, God, you are dumb. Barry is, we always say about... Uh, Batgirl being one of the dumber characters the way they're writing her now in Rebirth and even in the New 52 near the end. Uh, Barry might be the dumbest guy in all of the DCU right now, and it kills me because he is not a dumb guy. Yes, he is a brash guy. It goes with He's the He's a naive powers. guy. He's not dumb, Jim. He's just well, not that's street the thing. smart. Well, again, you know <laughs> what? You kind of did hint on the, the thing of what makes him pretty good is that he does trust people. So I, yeah. I will go with it. I won't go too much with it. But then you go back to Kirsten, who she doesn't trust people either. Eric, and she's no. pissed because she she's there with Moral and Burns. Because sucks. Yeah, she's there with Moral and Burns who are teaching her how to kick back and relax. And all she's doing is bitching and moaning, and all this is is a couple-page reminder that they are still – Burns and Morrow are still somehow on this case of this mystery and new And the one thing, though, too, besides balls. for the name Burns, though, these characters don't look the same to me. I know we have a new artist, no. Pop Man, on this, but like, yeah. I looked at Burns like – who the fuck is that? Well, I don't know, maybe Morrow. My God, I, I, I had, had a, no I idea. had a problem with this too because as you're reading it, you, I don't know that everybody would remember Burns and Morrow. Well, we know Kirsten, Kirsten and the problem is her last name is Kramer. Yeah. Anybody reading this I think is going to think that it's Burns and Kramer as the detectives when it's not. They're talking to Kirsten at that time. Because, and it's such a weird thing because they seem to be best friends now. Yeah. Like these oh, yeah. They're like, I miss you guys. They were paired up on the, at the last yeah, they second were by Sting. 
Yeah, they didn't want to even be together. It was one of those, like, they, they were already partners. You had the two. But as the two, Burns and Morrow and Kirsten and Barry, almost were, like, two separate entities that were like, I don't need a partner, like that whole cliche before. They were but one case now all the, together. Like, yeah. all right, we're best friends now. Cool. Yeah, one case, and, and the one case That's ended how it up. Works in the one case you know ended up being a, a bunch of nonsense. Bam, best yeah. friends are Bam. lovers. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. But then you go back, and then now you're going to have the standing on top of the car, uh, looking at the sunset with Barry and Mina. While Wally looks very, uh, he's the third wheel, uh, very yeah. much so. He goes over, and we are reminded that he likes to fix cars because he did at one point. Remember that phosphorus engine oh, he built that back? Uh, yeah, so the new Fifty Two, and he's there. You know what? I can totally fix this car. And it's so weird that they had to have he had to have Wally have something to do. While there's sexy time with Barry and Mina. Now, the other thing that should be, Wally should be like, listen, Barry. All right, go yeah, play, young man. Yeah, I'm telling you, here's $5. Go to the movies. Yeah. He should be, and the next thing he comes back and he he's laying there with his socks off. Eh? The, the thing oh, is, God. though, why isn't Wally going like, yo, uh, Barry, what about Iris? You remember that? You remember a couple issues ago you were saying that you wanted to. You know, my dear sweet her. Aunt Iris, who I love yeah. more than anything, yeah, you're going to fuck her anything. over like this, Barry? It'd, it'd be so funny. He's like there and he's like, oh, by the way, Barry, remember, uh, I got to get Homer. Iris will be up. You, you remember Iris, right? Because, you remember yeah, all, all those sudden, trust issues we were just yeah, talking yeah. about? Don't oh, fuck yeah, yourself, all of Barry. a sudden, Barry's like full out. Now, I'll go with this. I'll go that he was doing the same thing with Jessica over in Brian Hitch's Justice oh, yeah. League. He's stepping out there. That. That's Justice League business. What, yeah, stays I mean, with, yeah, what happens really. with the Justice League stays with the Justice League. Oh, it always does. And what stays with the uh, Demolition Derby thing <laughs> stays there, I guess. But, yeah, they're sitting there and they're talking. And it's like, again, this is just ends up being – an extended deal that it, she's there like, remember that? Remember the day, the last time we looked at a sunset? I do. That was the day I met Wally and I died. And I'm like, really? That That's you. You, you just like I said earlier, this is the point where you just proved one of our biggest problems was Wally freaked out about somebody he knew for a couple hours. Trained yeah. one time, ran, ran around for a little. And now it's the next thing. It's, you know, the trainer. It's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi out of nowhere. And then she's like, you know, Barry's like, listen, I told you my identity. I lost control over what was happening. Everything I've lost control over so much. I want to be more. I want to be more and, and I struggle how to find out how to do that and they keep going and she she goes into it a little you know getting them a little more on the hook but it doesn't matter they are there they're surrounded because Black Hole just comes up and she's like you're a dummy you're so gullible and Black Hole it's just, just comes exactly out like the scene with Jason and Wonder Woman this yeah. week where it's all of a sudden Barry you are so gullible. Yeah, what? you're so gullible. And and they they come out. All these black hole soldiers come out with their guns that we know what you know. We kind of know what they can do, but they can't. Yeah. You know, you're you're going to be in big trouble if you're a speedster and get hit. They do get hit, and then there you go. There you have Mina. It's like so predictable. You always let that big hearties get the best of you. And it, it to me, it also Barry also it has taken lessons from goddamn Bane in Bane Conquest about you know he just anybody he'll trust whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Barry's like, listen, and and all, still thinks that Mina is just upset because he, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have let Godspeed do that. August, that, that, and she's like, no, 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 that's nothing to do with that. I and was she's just like, telling you, I don't give a fuck about that, yeah. Barry. I was just telling you to stop blaming yourself for everything. I'm not. Uh, that was not me. Just wasting time. 
Please yeah, stop. Yeah. And, and really, we don't really know a lot of like her main you, – you'll never get out of this issue like what the be-all, end-all of this is for her, why she wants a negative speed force. She can only imagine yeah, we that she just out, wants to kill him. But I'm just saying though, even when we start this out and you get that little backstory about when she got her speed force powers, she's talking to Warren. He's trying to bring her into Black Hole. No, it's not my bag. That's forbidden stuff. I'm not about that, yeah, Warren. Yeah. Oh, and now, zap, and now, now she's, she's all yep, in Black now Hole. Now she's all about that, and it's weird because – I don't know. It's just out of nowhere. He he ended up bringing this back. Now we it's not out of nowhere. It's been set up we for, saw a this while. for a long time. Uh, but yeah, you have where he's like, no, don't do it. He ends up. They end up tying Barry up, and then she you runs know, around speed him. Speed force rope. And she yeah, the speed force rope. She runs around him. And if you've been reading uh, since the beginning again, you know that this run around a speedster is the way that you rip the speed force. I hate force run out. around the speedster. I it hate is it run so around the speedster. Good. It's this new game they play. The only problem I have here, I wish that this little bit of research that she did was the reason why she could get the negative speed force out and not the regular speed I know. force. I, I don't know how it, that fucking works. How does works. it pick and choose? She just runs around and rips it out. If you are, if it's Mina, you are the bad ass in this book. You're going to be the villain. You better do something else too. Not just get the negative speed force and just leave Barry with his powers because it seems like that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she gets it from him, and then you know he's still like worried about her and like, oh no, no. And Wally's like, oh my god, your powers. He's like, I'm fine. <laughs> you know. And then she says, I came back to save you, and now the negative speed force is mine. And it that's the end and it has flash Next. versus negative flash and if and is that gonna be her name negative flash i guess i don't negative because we have Mina. reverse flash we have negative flash i'm yeah. like i i can't I deal with this i can only think that the only thing that this goes and i'll tell you to me it's not as forced a way to get the negative speed force away as kind of in detective that we talked about earlier of how they got rid of future with hyper Drake. time yeah but it's still a little bit too much for all of this buildup of the negative speed force with only showing us like really in this issue was pretty much the first time that Mina says like, listen, it's killing you. Yeah. And that's coming from the bad guy who is, you know, who gets it. So you can't trust her on her word anyway. But up until now. All we got from the negative speed force is that Barry runs around, he turns gray, and buildings blow up. That, that's that's all you, we, we get, and he gets aggressive. The whole, the whole idea, too, is that I, I don't even know how it works because now Mina has the negative speed force and the speed yeah. force, which we already have said is killing yeah. Barry. Is it not killing Barry? That's was what that I'm all saying. a lie? Is What's that a lie? On? And my problem is, is you have Barry there, and you know you want to think that Barry is going to continue with the Mina. No, you you don't understand what this negative speed force can do to you. All she has to say back neither is, do "Neither do you, buddy," because he yeah. doesn't. That's where I think this is the the biggest flaw in all of this, and this whole buildup is. We don't really know what the negative speed force has done to Barry himself, and we don't even know what it can do. And that's actually about this one good thing about this, though, because the first time I think it was spelled out, I think we said this earlier, where he has the negative speed force and the speed force, yeah. and that's the reason he is, like, you know, different yeah. from Thawne when we see yeah, him. Yeah, because Thawne says, does. like, why didn't it kill? He says to Mina when she's like, it's killing you, and he says, well, why didn't it kill Thawne? He had it all yeah. this time, and she's like, no, 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 this is different. You have both. It's going to rip you so apart. So that does answer one That does answer thing, that, but, really we, but that's the problem, me. though. We don't know if she's telling the truth because no. she's been lying. Why would this whole you want time. something like all of a sudden? Hey, Barry, 
You got AIDS. Yes. I want to save you. No. So I'm going to take your AIDS I'm and put take it inside your me. Yeah, I don't think that's go. a good idea. No, man. no, no. Oh. And then you find out that that actually isn't. And yeah, the, the thing that happens is to set this up properly, we should have known what the negative speed force yeah. does. We should have known what powers it gives you and how it was legitimately hurting Barry by just saying it. He, all he had to do was do some tests. You, you have the book where Barry is the speed force. Like you said, he created the goddamn thing. Yeah. And you have it going where he could say to wally like i don't know what's happening but i'm telling you you want to do something you know pretty cliche have him start aging have him start something like that have him start have him get hurt and it's not healing properly like the speed force would now we got an idea okay these two things and he and he he could say to wally you know what i think it might be a combination of these i'm gonna have to do but nothing you got nothing all up until here and then you have who ends up being the biggest liar tell you the, the story, and you don't know if it's true. So nope. I say all this, still like where it's going because I like that Barry it doesn't have the negative speed force. Oh, no, I, that's the I best hope part that this ends. We're finally done with our hero being this fucking terrible monster yes. who can't use his powers. I I like Mina. Uh, it, it's, it's a weird thing. I actually like that there is a villain right now that knows Barry and Wally's secret identity, so that ups the ante a bit too. I don't know if they're going to play it. He She does mention in this, but in all... I like to think that going forward from the story, however long it lasts, we're going to have Wally and Barry fighting together against me and the negative speed force and black hole. will get rid of all that. So I, I you'll, yeah, you might I, think I, I went a little all high. About but, that. The one problem yeah. I have, though, is that Mina being our big bad of this whole thing now is that we've had Godspeed. We've had yeah. reverse flash. And now we have negative flash. It's just these it's big all the speedster same. goddamn yeah. villains. It's almost like the Flash TV show where he always has to go up against well, the speedster Well, and that's, that's like we say about Cyborg. And it, yeah. it really it, we, it really sticks out in Cyborg. But you're right. You, you have like you, – you do have – this is Rebirth. We had a small arc with the rogues and that's it. And it's weird. This is Rebirth, but yet it's like the le- it's the least rebirthy villains. Like where's Gorilla Grodd? Have yeah. him, like all the guys, like these classic villains, or mix it up, mix up things. You had the Riddler at the end of the New Fifty Two with Flash. Yeah, it and wasn't it was the terrible, greatest. The it wasn't was the cool. greatest, but yeah, it was pretty cool with that. Have Scarecrow show up and be a villain. He barely does anything. He's always guest stars and things. So, but yeah, you have this. I gave it a Where's seven. The turtle. I give it a yeah. I give it a seven. A lot of that was from the art. I love oh, the, the art, but amazing. again, like I said, I like what this might give us going forward. I'm giving it a little bit of a benefit of a doubt. Brandon says he's not going to trust it because it always ends up backfiring when he trusts this <laughs> book to go forward. But I, I actually am just a slight bit less excited than when the rogues showed up because I I agree with you with Mina and all this, but. I just the negative speed force is gone. We can all celebrate that at least. And I am happy and, to sell that. The biggest problem I, I have like though, this. like you know, we have almost the exact same setup. Like I said before, to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman right now yeah. though, I'm all interested in that title for what they're giving us. So when we had to switch to ruin that. It was a fun idea. Well, that's, I never yeah. saw it coming. Here we have the exact same thing with something I already knew. What of the story yeah. I don't care about. So I'm like. You're really not really helping yourself here. It's when you're weird because I go the opposite. I know you do. Yeah, because I care so much about Wonder Woman and that Jason story that when we had that switcheroo after that nonsense buildup, yeah, it infuriated me because now I'm getting, I'm like, oh god, you know, you you did this, this 
can't say I'm that invested in the Flash so that I can just I, I want to just enjoy the book. That's all. This and Green Arrow and, again, and they always the go hand in hand to me. To that now, the uh, yeah. negative speed force. That's is the gone. only thing is that's why I, I think I went seven. I was reading. I'm like, thank God. And but no, the, the art is really good. I'm telling you, you you have to have this kind of recap that we have in this now that you're reintroducing yeah. Mina, who's been gone since like the first goddamn arc. So yeah. you need to have that. I understand that. This is not bad. I actually do look forward to see where it's going. It's just not the, as much as I do with Wonder Woman just because it's it's uh, something I've been holding on to for yes. over a year now. But yeah. I will give this a 6.5 out of 10. See, yeah, you're not that much lower than no. me. I thought you were going to go way, way low. But we're going to go to the next book, which is another book that just is treading water. I don't understand what's going on. Is no. every, everything can't be waiting for the Doomsday Clock because that it takes place like a year ahead. So what are, the, what are we going to do this for a goddamn year? Well, no, no. What we're doing now is we're waiting, waiting right now. Metal? We're just waiting through the water right now. And once Doomsday, Doomsday Clock hit, everything's going to be picked back up because then we have that year where they have then to you catch know up. What they, they have, have to have to a do. direction. You, so all of a sudden it's like, I can't believe that Donna Troy died. Now you got to catch up to that. I, I just think that this is what's happening. All of you, and, and we always try to we try to convince people we're fans of DC Comics because we are. We're huge fans. We, that's all we talk about. It's not just this podcast. We talk all day. And we're, that's all we talk about. I think that DC is trying to weed out, you know, some of these uh, casuals, uh, filthy casuals, and by giving us these book after book where, uh, you know, if you bail, then they're like, eh, I, I don't understand it. It doesn't that's make sense. That's not a good business plan. No, it's not. It's terrible. It is. But go on. What are we talking about? Titans number 17, written by Dan Abnett, with art by Mink Yu Young, Mick Gray, Blonde, and Josh Reed. Troya reveals herself to be the Donna Troy of the future and, and that she's come back to in time to prevent Donna from spending the next 80 years caring about her friends <laughs> when she should be straight up being the weapon she was made to be. This goes on for a while, complete with a fight that goes on in the background of the repeated exposition. And every now and again, we get to break up the monotony with Kid Flash talking about how Wally West still has the speed force inside of him. Yeah, are we done? There's a yeah. Flash review for you because not much else happens. You nope. have the whole deal uh, with this that it, it continues, like we said. We were pretty sure that the clay that they were warned about was Donna Troy. It's Troya. She's there. Kind of goes to that whole thing that I saw. Some people are still confused, and she's like, "Listen, I'm called Troy. I was called Donna Troy. I'm, mean, you know, this is this is part of what this is." And really, through the whole thing, she just keeps talking and talking about how, you know, basically, "Hey, Donna, just give it up now, and it'll make us better in the future." Because in the future, everybody dies, and it is. This is one of those things I've seen a Wonder Woman story about this. I forget when it was. It, it, a lot of these times, like in an annual story, you'll see like a Wonder Woman where Steve Trevor goes goes all, you know, everybody dies. Batman's right. dying. Superman has had things like this too where, you know, he's not aging and everybody else is dying around him. Lois dies. All, you know, yeah, all yeah. this. It's very cliched. And for me, I don't know why. I just – I'm not that invested in Donna Troy yet in this book. I do well, like Donna, Donna Troy. I'm a fan. I'm, no, I'm telling you the thing. The, the best part about this is that hopefully we get more ideas about Donna Troy because her like rebirth from what we yeah. got in the New 52 to this, it's the most convoluted. I can't yeah, say that is. because you don't know. You have no idea what's going on with Donna Troy and how her past makes yeah. sense for what we were given well, because yeah, yeah. things were just thrown at you and then you have like you know five years of memory taken away and then yep. we find out what rebirth happens. We have freaking you know, 10 years taken out. So yeah. 
I have uh, no you know idea what? what's going on down the shore. Keep Detroit. going because the whole thing that happened that Greg Rucka ruined Themyscira even throws it into more because yeah. she can't really even go well, and find out shit. I mean, she is stuck so I have on no an idea island. What's going on with this character? And I really need Dan Abnett to but take this time is Dan and Abnett Abnett now, make this happen. Yeah. Dan Amnett has had 17, this is issue number 17, he's had for the people especially who go into Rebirth that don't have any sort of background with these characters. I don't think that he has made anybody get invested in these because basically all we get each issue of Titans and it continues over and over of, come on guys, we're supposed to be friends. You're my best friends, but it just keeps going and I'm, I'm not invested enough to that I see a future with Donna Troy where she's sad because Bumblebee ends up being the last one to die. Seems like she's like 803 years old. I, I did that math seems like she's like over 100 at that point. But even so, they're there and I'm like, I, I don't really care. Like, this doesn't hit me hard that she's the last of the Titans to be alive after all this time. And, you, you, you know, you're going to get these future things where they're telling, uh, Troy is telling, you know, oh, there's uh, Nightwing. Yeah, sucks when you become Batman. You know, that Joker, he's Joker, pretty yeah. tough. And, oh, there's Roy. He, he's a drunk. And, and it ends up and like addict. nothing is, is, it's not really shocking or whatever. Well, the thing and is, it, too, it's you repeated. Have- I know it's repeated throughout, but the thing doesn't really make sense to me. I'm still going with this is the antithesis, especially because yeah, it doesn't make sense going. to me that, you know, Donna Troy from the future somehow like reaches back in time, controls Simon the key and yeah. Mr. Twister. Oh, I'm t- I know. Open the I door understand. that uses emotion to open the door to come back because she says at this one point, I am Troya. Well, that's the name I've gone by for the last 1400 years. So for now, she's Troya, been by that name for 1400 years. All she cares about is getting back in time to make sure that she doesn't spend 80 of those years feeling feelings. Yeah. Yeah. That's all she cares about of that 80 years. Yeah. And it's just like I said, she even says the worst part is, is she's like, oh, yeah. Like I said, she says to Dick Grayson, like, hey, you know, you know, I know this a lot. Take in, take in Batman. Batman. I'm not Batman. Oh, sorry. Not yet. That's what? Ten years from now. But then we go and see it again in, in another scene, and we get the whole oh, Roy, uh, just been drinking today, and that we see that later, and then that you know you have the whole thing. I did like the idea when the omens involved. She's like, oh, you know what? You end up killing yourself, and you know what? Everybody's for upset somebody but you. who sees the future. It's like the only person yeah, you're the only one who was surprised. That you did this was you. I actually thought that was okay, and the other part I thought was okay. We're like. Hey, hey, son, I thought that I told you to, you know, t- warn her about what's coming. I tried. I did. I, really I spelled told it out her. as well as I could. Yeah, that made me laugh. That actually made me laugh. He's like, God damn it. I, I, I really did try to do it. She's just dumb. I yeah, said, and then, Clay, what's the yeah. problem? Come on, Clay. Yeah, that's the problem. He, he should have spelled it out more. But with this, you then just get a fight. You you get a fight between Troya and, and Donna Troy. In the meantime, then she has all her guys jump in against the Titans. And as this is going on, you have Wally West there trying to figure out what's wrong with the Wally West of this book. You have Kid Flash trying to figure out what's wrong with Wally West. And then, you know, you have the whole thing is we have the same name. We have the connection to the Speed Force, I can tell. And then you do get the little bit of background again, which well, we've even, already had even with the Donna cool Troy. Thing, though- even the cool thing, though, is we have Troya talking to Wally West, the Kid Flash, who's, oh, God damn it, I hate when yeah, we have to do this. I know. Talking to Kid Flash over Wally West's dead body, he's like, what's your name? Wally West? Yeah. You shouldn't be here at all. How dare you pretend? And, like, the whole idea is, like, we go back to the idea that he should not be here. Like, the yeah. Wally West is, like, that uh, that we know, the original one, he was taken out of time. I don't know how this is going to take back, but 
this kid, new kid Flash, he shouldn't be here for like yeah. all the other continuity that we seem to be bringing back in. Well, so and I she think... even says that Wally at this point shouldn't be dead either. Exactly. She's like, he died oh, I remember his death differently. Blood. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. But again, I don't even think that this is really going to play out. You know, and again, as this we is think. kind of it's a lot like we have in Detective Comics right now yeah. with the future Tim Drake. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, you know, you shouldn't be here at all. How dare you pretend? And then that's when Donna interrupts and like, how dare you leave him alone and, and punches him. And then that's where you have, you know, all the Titans together. Yeah, all the guys and they're like, oh, shit, it's it's on. And they're going to start fighting everybody. And it's just going to be the Titans together. You know, Titans back her up and then they're just going to fight. And, and the art's OK. I like it. I love it. the art in this Yeah, issue. I, I like it, actually. But still, even then, you have – there's a weird thing, though. I have to tell you. I don't know if anybody thought this. When Wally is over and has his hand on the, the – you know, Kid Flash has his hand on Wally's chest. Swear to God, it looked like the uh, the Russian sickle and hammer. I'm like, what? When I first saw it, it seemed weird because he's covering up the thing. Throw me off. But he, basically, he's going to give him the shock of the speed force, it seems, is what will end up – bringing them back but you, you go then to what I, we said earlier you know i don't want to repeat everything we said is basically we have a repeat of what's going to happen to all the titans and the whole thing is that you said troya doesn't want donna troy to be upset 80 yeah. years from now and that's basically we were made to be a weapon this. let's get to this come on we don't yeah, need to the, feel feelings and have yeah. friends and family this is yeah, all we're bullshit not because human. you're just gonna die and leave yeah. you and you're gonna feel bad for a while yeah, i'm so. here to make sure that you don't feel all that i'm telling you all of this like i said before the emotional door that opens to let this freaking being out the idea that the key mr twister and simon are all working for this future freaking donna troy None of it makes sense to me, no. so I I can't be going. This no, is somehow the antithesis, the we, we putting this, on an illusion even to try if it to is, make Donna Troy to turn it's evil. It's still ridiculous. All oh, I this know. time and all this thing, including Titans Hunt. And exactly. It just, we all never, the way back and, to Titans Hunt. And why does it seem like in this where you have Dan Abnett who just wants it. He can't seem to be able to write an issue where everybody's involved. He has to keep, okay, now I'm going to center on Donna Troy. Oh, I'm going to Bumblebee. Oh, and it just ends up like you're not getting in. And at one point, Wally West, it's just nonsense. But we, we keep going over and over with the same things. And then you just have antithesis. Just, or I, I want to say it is, but Troy is like, yeah. She's like, listen, you know what my plan is? I'm going to burn the entire world, grind it down to ashes so it can never hurt us. It's basically she is a little snowflake, Eric. She yeah. does not want her things. The one thing that she does say that's pretty screwed up that I would think should be where Donna Troy's like, no, this can't be. Is she basically says that when Karen dies in the future, she's the one who strangles her. But you know, maybe it was that she wanted to. It, it was assisted suicide. Was, she was and very you old. Could end Karen's pain. Yeah. So at this point, though, like I said, the the Speed Force. You have Kid Flash seems to be using the Speed Force to kind of use, you know, clear. Which he, b- which he b- still feels yes. inside of uh, he still Wally. Feels and him it's still so he knows inside he of Wally, he can't be dead. Yes. Yeah, even though every time you see him, he looks dead. Like yeah, he should dead. be brain dead. He'll come back a fucking vegetable. And Troy are just the saying, slowest Listen. flash of all, the yes. mentally slow <laughs> yeah, flash. Really slow. He can run fast. He can't think fast. They, they go, and Troy is like, listen, what we're going to do is you're going to pick up your goddamn sword. Hey, now. Wally, think fast. So the basketball just bounces <laughs> off his face. just bounces it off his head. I like the monkeys. And then he says, uh, <laughs> you know, Troy is like, pick up your sword. We're going to kill your friends. And, and it ends up like, again, we've had all these cliffhangers of the who's the – oh, oh, my God. Omen's the bad guy, the traitor. Oh, my God. 
Dick Grayson's the traitor. Now you're just like, okay, it, it was me. I'm here. Now pick up the sword. Now you be the bad guy against. And it's just, I've had enough. I, I need to I, have, told- where are the, where's the fun? Eric, where is it? Because this book I, I just, is I just not love fun. This, though. Like, you look at the cover of this book, and I swear to God, I thought we were done with this whole bit like three or four issues ago. It's like the traitor reveal. Yeah. Like, again, it's yeah. Troy shows It'd up. It'd be great. The traitor revealed. Dot, dot, dot. Again, dot, dot, dot. Again. And for everybody, I, I hear these people with the, uh, you know, oh, my God, Dan Abnett's killing it on Aquaman. I do not hear a lot of people talking about this book anymore no. because it, it's boring. It and really it's is. got the coolest characters I was just going to say, right you, now, have, you have pretty much the best characters in this book to, to have some fun and do some cool things. And why why do you ever have the idea in your head that you want to get this book and make Wally West die? And, and at one point before that, not use the speed. No. It's just all doom and why gloom and misery. Why do people want to handcuff their, their characters? I don't know. It, it, everybody seems to do it, though. I, I don't understand it. That isn't progression. That's not characterization. I want to see Wally run around and smile. And I want to see Dick Grayson show his ass cheeks now and again. Freaking to the camera, Eric. But I, you don't even get Here. that. You don't get it. Uh, what did you give this? I love the art in this issue, but I really don't love a lot of them. I'm telling you, I, I, I need to, I'm still invested in this because I stu- still think that it's going to become the antithesis. I need to have some answers. And, uh, I don't know. I do love the fact that we're finally focusing on Donna Troy because I need to have her background explained for how it works out in Rebirth now and even yeah. in the new 52, but I give it a 5.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 5.5. I, I thought the art was a little down, actually, in this as well. It's still great, though. I, I'm telling you, it's like almost going from, you know, it, it's not as great as great before. I don't know. Right. You know, it's a, it's kind of a nitpick, but for the most part, I read it. And and you review it, so I read it the night, you know, I read it tonight, and as I read it, I'm just like, again, like Jesus Christ. This, this well, I'm telling you, we have it like changes. normally our our normal art team is off this, and I think yeah. this fill in art team does a great job trying to like uh, capturing what we you yeah. know usually have. So it's not even feel that's odd what when it it's put in trade. I, I think that's what it was. Is that I just was like, oh, you know what? It's not as great as it usually is. So I'll go with that. But I still go five five. It's just nothing's going on, but. We're going to move on to the last book of the section, Eric. There's things going on in this one. Things going on. Eric. Are there? Justice League of America number 18, written by Steve Orlando, art by Hugo Petrus, Hi-Fi, Clayton Cowles. It's the first part of the Surgical Strike story. Number one, what, the, what a stupid name, <laughs> Surgical Strike story. I, I actually thought, I, I'm reading it, I see that. Oh, Surgical Strike, what is this guy? A lot of doctors fucking on strike. They want better pay. They want better benefits, Eric. And we get it all. Afterthought, becoming the new Ray Delane before becoming Nobody a tech wizard. Nobody knows who that is anymore. I know. That's just for you. And no. I'm making you fun. And if you want to know, Ray Delane was Black Manna disguised as a uh, reporter Ray Delane. I think it was and, Aquaman and, number two. Yeah, and going through the full out, like he was really embracing that role, which I think that I don't know why Afterthought ends up pretending he's this guy for this all right. We get Are it you all. done your board? I mean, no. We'll okay. get it all. Afterthought becoming the new Ray Delane before becoming a tech wizard. Steve Orlando force-feeding us his powder keg situation. The Ray continuing his run as the least likable character in the entire DCU. Lobo spouting off Zarnian non-sequiturs. And a book that's looked good but stunk all the same. 
A lot of people are guessing that Brian Michael Bendis will land on this book. No matter what you think of Brian Michael Bendis, it would have to be better than this. This book... It's it's just awful. And and when we get to the end, I just want to remind everyone that the last issue was the big cliffhanger of the reveal that Prometheus was going to be the bad guy. Just get ready because it's revealed at the end of this one as well and continues my whole idea that Steve Orlando does not know how to write a proper script of a comic. He ends up – these cliffhangers end up being nothing. They end up repeating. Well, not only that, he gets stuck on an idea because even in the Midnighter book where he recreated like his version of Prometheus, we have Afterthought show up there. We even at the end of that had it turn into where Midnighter was being followed around by a document uh, documentary yeah, a document. filmmaker. Yep, yeah. Here we have all of these aspects in one goddamn issue. I'm like, really? Yeah. Move and, on. And, do something new. And I'm telling you, it is spelled out. But at the beginning, I like the art in this book. I, I think the you art's really good. Uh, and it starts out, you have this older guy. And he's like, hey, gentle viewers, my name is John Porter. I'm a documentarian. The McCabe Foundation is allowing me to film here at the Justice League of America Sanctuary. And this is what I'm saying. He's going all out. Now – this is Vixen's foundation. Later, yep. she slightly calls him on it, but the way he is talking to them and doing things, I think that she should have looked into it a little more. She, you know, this is the Justice League of America, and they're letting a guy into the inner sanctuary of them. You can only believe that what this led to was that Afterthought was able to kind of slip away and kind of let, like a little bit too much, and they are asleep at the wheel. And I don't know if what he is trying to say, Steve Orlando is trying to say, is that since Batman left, because out of nowhere in this as well, Batman's gone. The problem is, is nobody on the team seems to know, but this guy who ends up being afterthought in disguise knows more than the team and really starts pushing their buttons. And I really, I don't know what they're doing here. But like, is this like because metal's going on? We have to have Batman out of the book. Is that what's because the the world should be in fucking shambles and they should be dealing with some metal shit right now. That's why that's the thing. I can't go with metals going on because they would be involved in doing things. And we saw black Canary was fully involved in the metal story so far. So I can't think that that goes on there, but it's just this quote unquote Batman left. And everybody seems to be upset about it, and that seems to upset some of them more than others. And, and it doesn't really seem like they're upset no, about it, except for Ray, until yeah, like, Ray you know, the, freaking document, the documentary filmmaker, he's all like, doesn't it upset you? No, it doesn't. Doesn't it upset you? Yeah, that's no. basically it. Yeah, but doesn't it? You know what it does. <laughs> he's the – like you do not want to have him be your alibi on the stand. Like well, he's going to he's gonna crack within two seconds because you have this guy and he's a documentarian. He's doing this and he's going to interview all of them. And he goes – starts with Killer Frost first. And the whole thing with this is like, huh, Killer Frost. I go by Frost. You know, all this going back and forth. But he's yeah. like, listen, uh, you know, where's Batman? Where is he? He, You know, what did he just slip out? And she's like, listen, Batman doesn't do interviews. And he's like, oh, didn't he? start this team wasn't it his idea like here we go like it seems to me like steve orlando really wanted this powder keg idea throughout this we're on issue 18 he tried that at the beginning and it didn't stick now he has to do it artificially with what you have as you know with uh afterthought which again all if you want to go with the idea that all this was was to get freaking the ray gone because that's all it seems to be he ends up thinking because he's he's bad mouth and and ryan but he does that anyway the whole thing ends and I'm up telling that- you, actually the thing is too the whole idea with ryan leaving i am so happy at this point i'm reading this comic this comic is nonsense but when the ray yeah. takes up and leaves I'm like all right 
they yeah. finally got yeah. him out of this goddamn book. I'm saying, book. I and put then, my review. I said, Justice it's League supposed to be emotional. We got to go find Ray. Yeah, and I'm like, no. I mean, oh, no, Ray. we got to go find Ray. I keep saying Ray. Yeah, yeah. We got to go find Ray. And I'm like, no. don't you fucking dare no, do that. That's what I said. I said, oh, my God, this is a, a big emotional moment. The emotion I have is, is glee. I'm Joy. so glad because Ray, the Ray, is the worst character right now in all the DCU. He's a whiner. He gets upset. He's self-centered and, and even shows it here as he leaves. It's not like he leaves here by us thinking like, oh, man, you know, come on back. He's tricking you. I'm like, no, get out. Get out, please. Don't ever come back. But, yeah, he starts with Killer Frost, like I said. And she's like, oh, uh, I'm, I was so I'm just so the idea of him redoing the raid, too. When it first came yeah. out for those one-shots, I'm like, all right, I have yeah, not seen actually, the raid in a long time. At the time. very beginning, in that, in that one-shot rebirth, was the concept was pretty cool. He was and, the one you know, character I cared about the most. Yeah. Yeah, and so, Steve Orlando ruined him. Yeah, ruined him. And then you have, you know, I'm talking to Caitlin. Like, oh, you know, didn't Batman start it? Didn't he do? And then, you know, Caitlin's like, he did. He cares. He's just gone. We're not the only people he works with. Okay, they keep repeating that. But he keeps going with it. But then says, maybe things aren't going like he hoped. You're still sick. And she's like, what? Of course I am. It's under control. But then, hey, see you in the Adam getting close. And then this is where it's the hokiest thing where she's like, well, what does that mean? You know, we're close, but I can't really touch him. You know, that, that can't be because of my sickness. And then he goes, runs right down the Ooh. Rhine. Hey, yeah. This is like his thing that he's going to grab onto and says, hey, you know, hey, you and Killer Frost. And then he continues, oh, it's Frost now. And, oh, yeah. You know what? This is crazy. You're not even old enough to rent a car. And you're the, you know, you're the Adam, all this. And he says, and like, hey, you know, Ray Palmer may respect you, but Frost, she respects you. Like, she decided it's not safe for you two to touch without even talking to you about it. This doesn't Aww. make sense. This would be like I have some sort of – like all of a sudden – and I have a aversion. I can't even say it's a full-out uh, – garlic uh what's it called I, i'm not allergic i can't tell I, they say i'm not allergic to garlic but if i eat garlic i get deathly ill and i, I can have it some serious yeah, problems problem. if i didn't tell my wife that uh, would that be that she, she'd divorce me like it, this is like she has decided that she doesn't want to kill you ryan because she has a power that you know that she can't touch but he's throwing this and he looks all sad it doesn't make sense he knows this this is one of the reasons she wants to be time cured. trying to cure her yes so ridiculous and now he's upset then you go off to, to black canary who now she's gonna get upset basically about the you know you're not even as strong as lobo they have a stronger fighter here <laughs> you think lobo's you know that's all it is i'm here to keep everyone honest including batman huh <laughs> well where is he and then she gets I, upset. I, I'm just going to go walk away. Why did we invite this dick into our yeah, goddamn this is home? what I'm saying. At this point, you kick him the fuck out. Like, this interview's over. Lobo has the right idea. He gets like, fuck you. But yeah. as this goes, I'm like, what sort of documentary is this? Also, you, you have Steve Orlando trying like to really... like a slam piece. I'm telling you. Yeah, and really, you're trying to kind of grip the idea of like this is the open justice league i just did air quotes there and but that doesn't mean you, you let a guy in me. without checking his credentials because they obviously haven't because then you go to vixen and vixen's like who are you again i, I don't remember you and then he's just like i know you niece oh, <laughs> from Eunice. school she approved the filming I, I if i was fucking vixen i'd be like you know what uh, i know somebody else named vixen i didn't get out of here because then you're like, oh, you know, yo, what about are you the leader? There is no leader. Well, why is everyone so worried about Batman? <laughs> like, 
this just continues. We are halfway through the issue almost of this goddamn nonsense. And it doesn't give you any background of anything. All this is is to try to get people upset. I don't care. I, no. I want them out fighting some bad guys. I don't want them being interviewed by a phony goddamn documentarian about how Batman left and everybody's upset. Plus, you, you get the idea that he's doing this and nobody talks. You know, they're never going to like, what's up? The minute that that guy left well, and they, I was – They don't talk, Jim. It's a powder keg. Uh, it's a powder keg. The minute that Caitlin uh, – that guy leaves and then go, um, I'd go and find Ryan and say like – the fuck is up with this guy? Yeah, I know he's a dick. This would only make him stronger. It's almost like hating a boss. But yeah, then they go and you have him talking to the Ray and Zenos is there. They're talking. And this whole thing, it just shows, yeah, we had Lobo. You know, he goes to see yeah, Lobo. Yeah. Go Lobo's frag like, yourself. Go and frag yourself. On. And then he's like, hey, Zenos, Ray, thanks for not being Lobo. No, that's, that's your humor there. I, I just want to know humor. something now. I don't know. Like, I know what you're going to say. Ray and Zenos, they obviously <laughs> know that they're going to be interviewed at this point. Yes, yes. Is the Ray just creating a light construct of his favorite superhero on top know. of his bed? That's what I'm saying. It's just there. Because I, I'd say it was on the background of the wall, but it goes past his fucking mm-hmm. bed frame onto his bed. So I yeah. don't know what's going on yeah. with this. Yeah, he's just making that. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, it's for show. He's showing off. Uh, Got to yeah, have a like, fucking hey, backdrop. Hey, Zenos, you, you work for an international arms dealer, JLA Granite Asylum. That's rare. And then he's like, yeah, honestly, uh, I'm lucky for a chance to do good after this long. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. He's like, and Ray, are you lucky to be here? He's like, yeah, of course I am. But... There's no butt, man. Now oh, he, he starts, starts going nuts. Out. He starts going, and then he dials he it needs back. He's got some medication. He does. That is the biggest problem. He's like this, and that. This is where the, uh, you know, I do this for a living, Ray. This is my living, and it's just like, like it's <laughs> Batman. He, he freaks out. Batman disappears. Well, you know, sure we make mistakes, but oh my God, you know, everything doesn't seem right. And then he smiles at Zenos. He he dials it back. He is a roller coaster coaster ride of emotions. And then he's like, "Hey, you and Zenos get along." He's like, "Funny. I'm lucky that Zenos uh, with Zenos. I didn't expect someone as patient as him." And then you have the whole deal where you know what ends up being after patient about what Ray. People say you're gods, no matter what you think. Faults are relatable. Human. I need this stuff. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, okay, it's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> he goes nuts again. He, he starts bad-mouthing Batman. Tell me, I'm getting is, so upset even myself. Even afterthought at this point, the film? The yeah, team? He doesn't even know what's going on. You see Zenos like, is just like, Zenos actually backs uh, away. Afterthought is spending so much time poking and prodding, trying to get the other team to react, and there's no reaction. Freaking, he starts talking about the film. The Raiders blows up about oh Batman. God. There is he no prompting up. for this. He blows up, which we, you know, we have seen before that he's upset at Batman and thinks Batman does it. You know, he wants it his way or the highway or whatever. And we've said all along, yeah, yeah, that's right. what happens. It should be Batman's way or the highway. Now Batman's gone. Now you're freaking out about it, and he's just like. Bullshit, I'm out. And he starts going out, and there's all these people there. In the meantime, this the sanctuary is an open place. The goddamn museum. It's fucking I'm telling nonsense. You, I'm telling you. I, that's the worst <laughs> just part of think of that. Think of this where you, we've seen now. Just think if everybody goes by this. You're like, okay, you know what? This is the best thing ever. What we're going to do is cyborg. You're not just monitor duty. You're going to boom two people up to the watchtower. The watchtower is crashed. So many times you. people you are going to die. You have this freaking place, the headquarters of the Justice League of America. 
you are making enemies, super yeah. enemies across yeah. the world and yep. even probably in outer space coming down to Earth to try to take you out. You can't and you're going to have a whole fucking shitload nope. of civilians in your to, goddamn yeah, base. To be an open league, to be a, you know, a league of the people does not mean that you have people wandering around not yet. Where's the tour guides? There's no tour guides. They oh. and, and, the, and the fact of the matter is. They are walking around and seem to know the inner workings of the, the JLA and the sanctuary. They, they seem even, to even know what's shit, going on. Even when shit goes bad later on and they get into the quarantine situation when uh, Afterthought like yeah. you know, breaks into their security feeds and shit like that. There's a possibility in the Just League's mind that Lobo might go yeah, fucking crazy. That's what I would so think because Vixen spells idea, it out. Why would you have people? Why would around? you have people there? You are pe- putting everybody. You also have the Ray, who seems, especially in this, he's not exactly you know level headed. Yeah. You know things can go. It's a powder keg. But yeah, you have Lobo there, who you're so worried about that you have a quarantine uh, protocol that ends up shutting everybody in, so Lobo can't get out. And also, really, you're there. You're the think think a little before you do something that doesn't have any way to have a button or anything pressed to to you know go against this quarantine. Why didn't they spell it out? It was like I I knew Batman shouldn't have been the only one. You know, it's a Batman thing, but they don't because it's just nonsense. But yeah, Ray leaves. He's gone. He booms out. He fucking rays out, and everybody is upset. Oh my God, what are we gonna do now? You know what we're gonna do now? Not listen to his bitching and moaning. That's Seriously. what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm gonna do? Fi- I already finally I'm, have a team that works. Telling you, okay. You, you heard me early in the section how uh, you know happy I am to have Barry not have the negative speed force. I like this ten times more. I don't oh, yeah. want him back. If they really? bring him back, I'm out. I- I'm trading this back with. I'm you. telling you, the best part is because you know if he gets taken out because Steve Orlando wants to go and write a Ray solo yeah. book. Yeah. We're I'm announcing it right now. We don't uh, have yeah. to talk no, about it. No, I'm announcing it right now. If there is a Ray solo anything, six issues, twelve issues ongoing, you will not hear a thing. I say that. I'll end up saying we have to talk about it, but I don't want to. Because that's what it seemed he was pushing at was he's out because of that. But we'll see. But, yeah, all of a sudden, uh, you know, oh, actually, before this is happening, all this stuff's going on. And then we go off out of nowhere to the fucking chaos, realm of chaos. And I'm like, really? And this is all just set up of more of the might be on the mirror and to remind us of this. But, yeah, I, it's and so we had confusing the, We had the here. Lords of Order trying to stop yeah. the, uh, the might behind the mirror before. Now we have the Lords of Chaos trying to stop it in the form of Dr. Chaos, who was like the counterpart of Dr. Fate. Of Dr. Fate. But really, this is more confusing than anything that you get. It's basically, And I'm telling you, this you know, whole idea, too, because I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, Steve Orlando is like, all right, who's in the, like, are the Lords yeah. of Fate? He's like, just that, throwing the whole shit thing. out there. Oh, Dr. Chaos. I do this. The whole thing we have going on with metal right now in DC, it's one of the big things going on. People are reading it like nonstop. Yeah. Because it's out every fucking week. But Dr. Fate's helmet, it's very important because it's, it's very... connected to all this shit. We so have should like Dr. Chaos. Dr. Chaos here, who seems to have the same kind of helmet. It's just blue yeah. instead of gold. Yeah. It's just crushed. It's gone. Well, it means nothing. He seems to be dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. I mean, I there you go. Dead. You also have Dr. Chaos, who's now dead, which, again, I don't think anybody's matter. gonna go with that. It'll just go, but it's, yeah, though it might be on the mirror. Like, I only have one more wish to go, and then I'll be there. And I'm like, okay, let's move on. It's just to remind you that that is the big bad beyond what we're getting here, which is ending up being afterthought 
leading into Prometheus showing up. But what happens is uh, Afterthought then These are only mini ends up. Yeah, I'm telling you they are. Uh, Afterthought then goes into the uh, you know into the bathroom and starts taking off his disguise. And I I only want to know why he does it. Why does he have to take it off? I mean, it's he doesn't want to look ridiculous. silly in his freaking Afterthought. I guess costume. it's when he's going to be Afterthought. You don't want to look like an old man with a beard. And it's all he goes, about branding, Jim. And yeah, and as this goes on, he's talking about things, and he's you know, and he's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach them and all, and he's like, they're God and his sycophant. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But as they go, you have it that uh, a quarantine gets set. They they have Everybody's somebody and it's afterthought has been able to break into the sanctuary's computer, and again, this isn't what his skill set is. I would say I wish this is more Prometheus. Yeah, I well, I yeah, I guess, but he seems to even be involved. But yeah, maybe it is Prometheus again. It seems like a lot going on, especially from being outside and then kind of booming. But he he's doing this. You end up having this weird thing where Caitlin's like, "Where is it coming from?" And it's coming from inside the room, Eric, her room. And then Two she's like, "Oh though. no, it's, it's, yeah, it's the, gym, the gym, the gym, the gym, and her room. room. That's where this thing is uh, breaking in and making the uh, the firewall is bending or whatever it does." It doesn't even make sense. The troubler that, that firewall. Yeah, the bending. troubler. Yeah, bending. Well, what does that mean? That is the technological thing. It, and you end up shit. having these the doors shut. So everybody that Vixen at this point was, once Ray was like, I'm out of here, boom. She's like, you know what? Let's get these people out of here. We, we can't have these people walking around. Things don't seem safe and all. And then this quarantine goes and shuts them into this area. Uh, I don't think that it really spells out enough that it seems like she is shut in an area where she can't get to anybody else. They, she does say the comms are dead and yeah. all that, but they, they seem to be in just this real, you know, space there. But I don't think yeah, it does. Yeah, for some reason, as in my mind, I, like it never crossed my mind that they, she was in an area that she couldn't yeah. get back to the now, rest of the team. And, but that's the problem: is when it happens, you do have, you know. Two, two down, four to go, or whatever. So that means she's out of the deal, and she's trying I'm to break out. The only out. thing I took that as for some reason, like somehow they knew, like what Black and Air says, don't yeah. worry, Vixen's with the people. She'll die before she lets. Well, that's what I'm so, saying. That no and what, again, she'll just yeah, stay there with the people. Yeah, again, I, I think that it wasn't spelled out enough yeah. that I think she's stuck there with them. They're in an enclosed Probably. space. And uh, when uh, Caitlin and Ryan go to go and see what's going on in her room, in her room. She, like I said, she's like, oh, no, they're going to think I did this. Who's they? I mean, are you letting these people oh, you know realize that not much? Not only is this a mean, museum, but it's a big brother situation. That, that's the thing. I go, you know, I go to the Franklin Institute and somehow a uh, an exhibit shuts down somehow. I'm not going to know uh, how or no, no, why. No, no, the exhibit shuts down, and it's coming from this one, like, yeah. professor's, like, office. Ooh, oh, it was no, him. not him. Not Fuck Professor him. Wilson. Well, and this is the other thing. Vixen has to learn a little more coof here because th this fire, th this big blast doors come down. It is made so that if Lobo goes nuts, they, they can keep him in. She does not have to tell it to the people who are there. You oh, don't no tell them that. JLA, no, no, she's this like, listen, it's solid. The sanctuary is designed to keep Lobo in if he goes rogue. Everybody right there should be. What do you mean? Logo goes rogue? What? Like, what, what? What? This happens? Like, you actually did this and we're in you here said we'd with be him? Safe here. What I just the saw fuck? that bastard walk by, that bastard. He called me you a trib. You go. <laughs> he called me a trib and threw a cigar at me. Uh, also, I want to mention right away. We, I even forgot at the beginning. At this point, you have 
Batman. They have spelled out that Batman has left the book. I heard people saying that this is a, a permanent deal, that Batman is no longer on the team. I don't know if they got that from Steve Orlando. I don't know if it is even true, but whatever. Batman's gone. Lobo would be gone too. He was yeah. only there because of this idea of having this debt to Batman, and then Batman just leaves. He'd be fucking gone. I said, I'm I wish out. I had the sound effect of the space, the space hog, hog yeah. going off because that's what you need right here. But him and Black Canary are going to see what's going on. In the meantime, uh, you have either, like you said, maybe it is Prometheus. It's not spelled out really well because it seems like Afterthought is kind of trash talking at points. Like he's doing a lot of things too. Like uh, in my mind, Prometheus before. Before he sent Afterthought in here, he loaded up with a whole bunch of stuff that was able to take out yeah. all these heroes like yeah. this. Because what happens then is they have all the heroes going down, and what you have then is Ryan's uh, bio belt is being controlled remotely. It is ending up being that it can also control his size as well as his mass. He pretty much becomes a ghost, almost. Yeah, it's like not the just Ray. his size it controls, but also yeah, his mass. Also his mass. He, like so you know, Afterthought turns him into a ghost. He's pretty much a ghost, and then Killer Frost is trying to figure out this part. I like. I think that Steve Orlando did a pretty good job with this, where it spells out where Killer Frost is trying to fight. And they said, like, listen, most people think because you're called Killer Frost that y they can beat you with fire. But heat is what you need. I know this. And so what I did was made this room the coldest place in the northern hemisphere. And now you're going to die. You have no life force now. The weird thing is, though, it, before that, he's like, your best move is naming yourself Frost. Fire and ice. People hear it and think heat stops you. But I've got detailed fires uh, on you all, my war suit has built-in life support. <laughs> it's such a hokey way to just explain what's going. Yeah, I don't care. It's like the weirdest trash. I'm telling you, this whole thing though, when they run into Caitlin's room, yeah. did did he just immediately then somehow make this the coldest place in the northern seems, hemisphere? Because, yeah, because they're like, not breathing when, when, like it's like, doing that. Yeah, no, Ryan was okay. Is, Am I supposed to believe that when Caitlin has all this ice around her that this is happening to the room yeah, itself and it's just yeah. not her freaking out? Yeah, and that's the like, problem is it may, it's a very bad progression because it makes you think that she is frost-powering out, yeah, that's but what it's I actually was saying, her like, freezing. How come when Ryan and her ran in, like, yeah. boy, like not even in the room, nope, down the hall, man, it's, it's getting, getting pretty cold. chilly in yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, hey, Frost, what are you doing here? It's getting pretty cold. That's not me. The most, the no, that's the place. This the is what we were hemisphere. talking about. Nothing, is, nothing progresses panel for panel, page for page, issue to issue, in a proper way. Because then you have you have Dinah and oh, freaking God. Lobo running down the hall. And again, I this I end up having to read the dialogue because it makes no goddamn sense. Because Kill, uh, Black Canary says, "Hey, you're unusually quiet with violence on the horizon, Lobo." And he's like, "Seemed like you had it in hand, Bird Lady." What do you what? mean? You're running down the hall. That's all you're doing. And then she's like, didn't think you knew how to defer, main man. Scared. And then he says, sure, my shrinkter's all a quiver. Okay, he's making a joke. Then yeah. says, nah, lady, the main man's been in plenty of quarantines. Just thought you might need a pep talk so as you don't go deserting on us. What, what, what pep talk? She just said he isn't talking. What? What is this? A silent pep talk? Seemed like you had it in hand. Uh, Seems yeah. like you had it in hand, bird lady, which doesn't come to what she said is the pep talk that yeah. she needed. Yeah, it makes no sense. And like I said, Vixen would die to protect these people. <laughs> what, what are you talking about her now? I'd be right behind her. I'm like, did I want somebody in this book to just stop and go, time out? You know, do a Zach freaking time out. Time out. Listen. Are you listening to me? Like, is anybody, anybody listening, listening to what book. I say? Uh, please. And then they start yelling. They just say things 
out of context out of nowhere. Else. Just say things. And I think what happens is when Steve Orlando, especially he's writing Lobo, he is so concerned. Actually, I think what happens is he's so concerned of trying to get the voice of the characters, what he thinks is right, that they never say anything that blends together in a conversation. So he has, he has, you know, Black Canary wants to be this tough lady who's doing this. He's so busy with that. You have Lobo who's like a yeah, fucking smartass and doing that, but it never runs together. And then he, you know, that's where basically then Lobo says, okay, listen, if you and Vixen are going to die, I want to watch you die because I'm going to kill you. It's like, okay, whatever. Right. And he's like, I'm going to watch your guts, your wet guts on my time, not some other frags. And then you go, and it ends up being afterthoughts there. And afterthoughts like, hey, you know, look at look at that canary, a trib, just begging for a hands-on Zarnian tracheotomy. And I said in my review, like, well, what's the difference between a Zarnian tracheotomy to afterthought than anybody's? And then ask where, who, who can I address it to? <laughs> Why do we address tracheotomies? I don't know. It's just it's that's a, it's see, the worst that's the trash difference talk. Between a, a, uh, Earth tracheotomy and a cesarean. Cesareans have to you mail it. You send it. You have to mail it. I think somebody's mailing it. Ooh. And then, you know, that's where Canary's like, I know this guy. His name's Afterthought. He's there. I said, the art I really like. Uh, and again, if you, if you don't know Afterthought and then coming up the this version of Prometheus, this was all from the New 52, Steve Orlando, Midnighter. Kind of throws me off with that, too. It kind of is like, okay, well, what are you playing? It's at? the you Orlando verse. Yeah, and I'm like, these guys weren't good before. Uh, Prometheus had a good story in Midnighter because he kind of tricked Midnighter into falling in love with him and then kind of went against him. Fucking afterthought. The only thing that was good is we could get rid of that goddamn fight computer for a little because Seriously. and then he ended up dealing with him anyway. Which we but did with Prometheus as well. Yeah. And then he's like, listen, I can see your future and I'm going to tell you it's going to hurt. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then that's where you have these people there with Vixen. All of a sudden you have these balls that become video screens. I don't know what this is, what's going on because it shows all the Justice League getting beaten up and bad and whatever. And then the people start freaking out. Now, listen, people. You you are in a quarantine area. She already said that this could be maybe because Lobo went nuts, and now you're going to freak out because you see videos? And the, oh, my God, we got to get out of here. Why didn't you show us this? This is the justice. Like, oh, my God. Like, really? That's what you're going with? And that's where she's like, you know, what do you want? You see the, the villain then has shown up. And the truth, Vixen, I came to show these innocent people what you and your Justice League really are. I'm here for the god with the gall to say she's just like everyone else that thinks everyone can be on her team. You have a debt to pay for your lies, Vixen. And it's Prometheus, and he says he's come to collect. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. And really, now you have two straight issues with the cliffhanger of being Prometheus without, you know, you end last issue with Prometheus as the big cliffhanger. You need to deal with them a little more here. And like you said, people behind the scenes, people behind the scenes, you have to realize that at points, I think people are reading this and like, oh man, he just, uh, he is in this issue, but they don't want to, he doesn't want to show him, but the progression is so terrible that, you know, you don't don't even know what's going on it's just it's terrible it, it's so bad this book is garbage i just it, it's it's bad it's bad <laughs> i gave it a four out of ten uh, and it's all because of art i really like the art i'm telling you like when you see prometheus there and when you he see cool. afterthought full out i thought he looked great uh and then the characters look great as well but yeah this book it, it's not interesting uh 
it's not nothing likable. in this. No, and, and this is like we just talked about the Titans where you have this great team and you're not doing anything with it. This you have a decent team maybe? Uh, in my I don't mind, a like terrible the team. team. I, I don't like the team, but that, and you're doing nothing. You're doing nothing with this team. The pacing of, of everything in this, the issue, series, whatever you go with, page to page, it's off. It's not good. And now, now we have this. I just, what would you give it? I'm Johnny. We have Steve Orlando's greatest hits with the documentary filmmaker. For again, you know, afterthought Prometheus and uh, Prometheus, his version yeah. of Prometheus showing back up. So we're just having his greatest hits on this book that is terrible to begin with. Was this awful dialogue? The art's the only decent part. I three point <laughs> five out of ten. Okay, there you go. There you I, go. It no, brings me does. down every time we have to talk about it this does. book. I know, and we end up talking about it so long because I just. I, it, it's so convoluted. And the Ray is just terrible. Yeah, I hope he's gone forever. He was the I, coolest please. one on the team with I those know. freaking one-shots, and he just fucking once, ruined the once character Steve completely. Once Orlando wanted him to be the guy who thinks that Batman doesn't do it the right way, and Batman's you know using them, or Batman's this or that, it's just... And then Batman's just off the book, no explanation. And Nobody knows I'll what he's doing. Say, oh, like, he does other stuff besides here, Justice. And they keep saying no. Justice League work. I'm like, the Justice League of America work, all right? Yeah, he's and, part of yeah. two Justice Leagues now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you have – I'll just point out the other thing that drove me nuts in this is we just had the panic in the mic- microverse, which made Ryan the Adam, the official Adam. Ray, uh, Ray gave him the mantle, like he says, to the documentarian who's afterthought, and then you get rid of him right away in here. It's just right away you, you get rid of him. He's a ghost now, so now they're going to have to see – You know, everybody obviously will save each other, but it just never ends. You, you never have an idea of what – the end game is going to be for these characters and like if it's that he steve orlando wants us to really be like every issue like oh my god they're not a team yet and then after like it never ends he just keeps throwing things in there i just want a team to go out and have fun that's it we're we're gonna go off now uh to some more give me fun damn it Number three, and we're going to have Hussein start out and says, Hello, James. 
Hello, Mr. Shea, and a hearty hello to the freshest crew this side of the galaxy. He means to get fresh. Coop, boop, boop, boop. It's been a while since I've mailed in. Life has been busy for this lowly student, and my reviews have even been affected by it. And yeah, he they have, because I keep wanting to see what he thinks of JLA. And uh, he's at Comics the Gathering, by the way. And, and uh, but you I, know, I, lucky for him, he's not reviewing it. Yes, and I'm like, oh man, I need my brother in arms here, <laughs> and he's not there, and it makes me, I'm like, oh, I'm the only one giving threes now. Yet I stubbornly persevere and willingly expose myself to shitty comics. Let me get my opinions too. on such yes that caused you a lot of trouble back in the day. Let me get my opinions on some comics out there for whatever my thoughts are worth. Uh, number one, Mr. Miracle. This series has been simply good. The art is much better than the writing for me. I agree. Gerard is a dynamic enough artist, and I like his use of the nine-panel grid since I'm a huge fan of this format of storytelling. And I think that is really number one. If you're not a big fan of that format of storytelling, you're going to be thrown off. And this guy here, Eric, you know who has two fingers? And, I don't, <laughs> this what are guy, you doing? This guy here. You know who has two fingers, a foot, and a bad Most attitude? People. That guy. I think by the time this series is over, it will be revealed to be barely in continuity. I think that because it's going to be in the mind, Eric, the events of number four don't I seem like they will really hold water. comprehensible. The events of number four don't seem like they will really hold water in the long run. And we have already talked about that tonight. And, yeah, you have uh, some subtle things in there like the Barda's eyes changing color uh, and a lot of other crazy things. So, yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. Number two, Batman, another Tom King comic. This has been mostly bad. The War of Jokes and Riddles is mine, bafflingly terrible. It was boring, confusing, and confusingly plotted. I thought he was going to say it was boring, confusing, and confusingly boring. I used to like Michael Yannon's art, but this is it's coming across as looking a bit too digital. The Rules of Engagement is probably the best arc of the series since I am Gotham, although I thought I am Bane started out good, but heavily faltered at the end. And yeah, the Joel Jones art, I, I know Dancing Mike earlier in the Rent and Rave said he didn't like it. I like it enough. It's just that book, just I have a bad taste in my mouth is the problem uh, with that. And... I am right with Hussein as well. I thought I am Gotham was great. And then when I am Bane, uh, you know, I am Suicide started actually is when I am Suicide first started. I was all in. Like everything I got in I am Gotham to me really was like Tom King's going to never let anything lie loose. He's going to tie up all loose ends. He's going to everything going means something. And I really dove into that with you as well. Where we spent spent entire days at work coming up with ideas because Punch was left-handed and, and, and how Punch was a master of disguise never ended up being anything and drove me nuts then. I ended up feeling like a goddamn fool. And you know what, Tom King? I don't need your help. No. I am a goddamn fool. Yeah. Number three. Number three. I'm going to come down there. Batman White Knight. I think this is a good story so far, though I think it can be a bit too wordy at times. The political commentary is too reminiscent of The Dark Knight Returns, and I don't think it has much of a place in this story. I'm really connecting to the Jack Napier character, and I hope there's more to him than just being another plan to take Batman down, which it might end up being anyway. I almost just... I don't know what you, I almost did. Are you did okay, it. baby? I almost choked on, on nothing, on air. The art is incredible, however. Sean Murphy's art is unlike any other on the stands right now, and it's worth the price of admission alone, unless you're dancing, Mike. I like his art as well. Uh, 
But yeah, so, that's up. For, yeah, you don't really. You're not gaga over it. So number four, Action Comics 991 was disappointing. Thought it was su- successful in getting me excited for Doomsday Clock. I don't know why Superman came to the conclusion that breaking Jarrell's staff was a good idea. Neither do we. It always ah. looked just like a regular staff to me. So I don't know why he bothered to deal with it. I, I actually just he could feel idea. how toxic that's it was. That's the problem. I don't mind him breaking it, but when <laughs> out of that he just says. I don't know if you were controlling it or maybe it was controlling you. Seems so out of left field that it made no sense. Victor Bogdanovich's art was at an all-time high in the last two issues, but here it was very rushed. Dan Jurgens, and maybe things got changed because uh, it did seem to be like a really quick ending for this, but Dan Jurgens providing layouts is further proof to them wanting a consistent artist for this arc. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Eric, I think it was more of a decent arc. He had that in capitals to him. Why is he capitalizing? Huh? I think it was more of a decent arc rather than a mind-bending rebirth storyline. DC needs to stop having Dr. Manhattan whisk people away when the stories get really interesting. Maybe it wasn't him, Eric. Ooh. Five, JLA. I haven't reviewed the last two issues. I need my brother in arms due to a lack of time, but this series has been such a mess. If Brian Michael Bendis took over this book when he officially makes the move over to DC, I think we would be in for a better series. I agree. Number six, Superman. It's nice to have Tomas, Tomas Gleason. He, he wrote it like Tomas that. Gleason. Tomas Gleason. Back on the book. I like James Bonney's story, but that Parallax arc didn't work at all. It seems we won't be getting any Patrick Gleason art on the title until at least February, according to the solicits. That's crazy. Anyway, thanks for the excellent audio content. Keep dwelling in that cellar, Eric. Huh? What are you talking about? And have a good one, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Hussein. And you gotta, you got to give me some more reviews of JLA, please. <laughs> you have to be there with me. Uh, Batman Beyond Mark is next. And he says, sup, Jim and Eric. Before getting into the main reason I'm mailing in, congratulations on 150 continuous weeks of podcasting, Eric. I think he's jumping the gun. Drinks bit. on me as long as the drinks are tap water. Typically, I don't read Lantern books, and I'm, I'm down with that, except I don't like the Quaker Town water. It's, it's a little funky. Just not my type. Better than Trump Bowersville water. Yeah, but I did pick up, yeah, really. That's uh, full of mercury. And and Some believe me, too. that doesn't make you run faster, Eric. It does. But, <laughs> but I did pick up the metal tie and how Jordan and the apparently other less important uh, people fraternity book. And while I don't really have anything against the rest of the book, its last page put me through a roller coaster ride of emotions in the worst possible way. Initially on Wednesday, that last page got me really excited about the possibilities. How would the other universes fare against the Dark Batman? My thoughts, of course, jumped to Earth twelve. How would they fare against them? Earth fifty. They both have larger than most universes quantities of nth metal due to their respective warhawks and thanagars does this make them better equipped to fight them or would it be their biggest weakness then thursday came along and that excitement turned to frustration the more i thought about it on earth zero nth metal seems to be great for channeling magic the helmet of naboo is apparently made of it this is what frustrates me in the past nth metal was known for its anti-magical properties That's why better you can fucking way- knock out gentlemen go with some nth metal knuckles. A better way to describe it would be anti-magic. It was a hard counter to anything magic, but I do understand that times and things change. Interpretation marches on, so I'm going to use some incontinuity examples. I just thought of that when he said that. What about the scarab? You think the scarab is made of some sort of because they it's really magic got it towards now. I, that magic. I don't magic. know what they're doing with it, man. Yeah, All of a sudden, on, they're going to bring Booster Gold is going to bring Blue Beetle in like he did before. I did like um. If it a Christ to be like, oh, we need him. He's got the freaking scarab. It can do all this great stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. On Earth-12, during the New 52 and the Justice League Beyond book, we see a direct reference to the Justice League Unlimited episode, The Balance, Eric, where the Annihilator, an indestructible suit of armor made by Asbestos himself, is destroyed by Hawkgirl's nth metal mace, not because it was stronger than the armor, but because it disrupted the magic that was at the very essence of the armor. Or from Just League Beyond 2.0, where Brainiac uses Warhawk's nth metal supply as a hard-to-magic uh, hard user, capturing nearly all of them with nth metal chains, which they couldn't magic out of, or nth metal nanites taking control of them. These kind of things led me to believe that nth metal on Earth-0 is different from everywhere else. On Earth-12 and 50, at least, nth metal is iron with an atomic number of 676, Eric. So is nth metal just a name that has been independently given to two different metals? I don't, I, I'll never be able to figure this out. Uh, it's you know the what I ninth mean? metal. Yeah. By Friday, I was angry, furious even. What about future Warhawk? How did he get his nth metal? You, you know, after all this, it, it's a goddamn bounty. Hyper time. If a Warhawk fights a Batman, the Merciless, and loses even though his powers are magic-based, would it make any sense? No. Just stop. Leave the rest of the multiverse out of your stupid event. So he's just worried that the multiverse more is going to come creep more and more into it. We'll have to see. But that is. It seems uh, like that's their bigger goal is going forward now. So yeah, maybe that will be an that. interesting turn of events and why we had to push all this other stuff to like, you know, the metals back because and get these tie in so we could have time to freaking rewrite it. Yep, we're going to see. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. And Mark will be pissed. He'll be yeah. there. I, I imagine he's just, he sits there, he reads the books, and he's like, okay, that's, then he starts scribbling on notes like me at work, writing down my like fucking notes man. and shit. And I put them in, and I lose every one of them. But yes, thank you, Mark. And thank. Uh, we'll go back to now, whatever section we're in, Eric. I have no idea, but we're going back to the books. Good. afternoon good whatever time it is wherever you are uh, I'm Jeremy and I'm here to uh, talk you through uh, the latest offering from the Wildstorm imprint uh, for DC this week it's Michael Cray uh, Michael Cray issue 2 it doesn't actually seem to be that long since the last time we were talking about it uh, but here we are again uh, so 
Uh, I don't seem to be any problems with uh, with getting the thing out, which is uh, which is good. Uh, this issue, of course, is written by Brian Hill with Warren Ellis. My understanding is is that this is a uh, this is for me uh, an idea by Warren Ellis. Uh, art is by N. Stephen Harris with Dexter Vines on inks. Uh, colors are uh, this time around. Uh, colors are by uh, somebody called I think Diervla Curry. No. <laughs> no it isn't it's Diabla Kelly uh now I'm I I probably am pronouncing her name extraordinarily badly in which case I apologize uh to Ms Kelly I'm assuming it's a Ms maybe I shouldn't be assuming that I don't know uh, anyway uh she's uh, she's new on the title uh, this uh, this month, uh, letters are by Simon Boland as uh, as they usually are uh, for the Wildstorm series, and of course it's published by DC Comics with cover price of three dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, we'll start off with the opening paragraph to my review on the site, uh, and then I'll take you through the issue, and I'll uh, I'll tell you what I think, and uh, and that'll be it, and I uh, will that will start as follows. The notion of the Wildstorm universe featuring twisted versions of the regular DC Universe's heroic characters is an interesting one, and last issue's introduction to a psychopathic Oliver Queen was elegantly and engagingly executed, with Michael Cray taking it upon himself to enter Queen's dome of death and face being hunted by Queen in a lovingly rendered replica of the island on which Queen honed his skills, and presumably lost his mind in the process, the stage is set for a mouth-watering showdown. Let's see how it all pans out. Um, okay, well, we start off, actually, with uh, something that I really wasn't expecting, and, and it did throw me. Uh, we, we start off with, essentially, a sort of two- or three-page sequence of uh michael cray uh running in a in, in a kind of urban environment uh it's very much of a, a kind of a steampunk uh kind of uh, feel to it there are airships hanging in the sky there's sort of smoke everywhere it's obviously a kind of sort of industrial sort of period time period uh, it looks like it looks like kind of like like late nineteenth century Western Europe, really. Um, and Cray is appears to be running through through the streets. He's wearing uh, he's wearing kind of what I would call typical steampunk outfit. He's he's wearing an overcoat over sort of reasonably kind of formal trousers. It looks like he's wearing a waistcoat. Uh, there are three people uh, in the bottom of the panel that we've not met yet. One of them is uh, one of them is clearly uh, a sniper. Uh, it's on the roof, and the other is the other two are sort of well, it, it, they're, they're kind of tacticians or strategists, it would seem. So they obviously think they've set sort of Cray some kind of trap, and. Um, it turns out that he he's kind of got the drop on them, and 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 you see him kind of with a grappling hook, kind of find the sniper, uh, get to the sniper's position, get hold of her weapon, and use it uh, to shoot the two guys who have obviously planned this trap, and then kind of 
it it's it sort of revealed that uh, well he kind of says you're all dead uh, except they're obviously not so and and it it's difficult to tell actually what what exactly is going on here it's almost like a state a stage set if you like it's obviously false in 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 some way because they're obviously not dead they're, they're they're still alive he says you're you're all dead um and then he he kind of he you see him take off some vr goggles so there's almost it's like a double it's like a double reveal in a way and and it, and it's a bit confusing um it's less it's less assured shall we say than what we're used to with Warren Ellis which is a bit unfortunate but there we go um anyway it turns out that the three people in the uh, in this simulation this steampunk simulation are all people that he wants to hire and despite the fact that they singularly fail to take him down he hires them anyway uh, you know he kind of explains why he kind of says uh hector morales solid trap you set obvious but solid uh leon carver you knew i'd push through but you didn't plan on my tactics you anticipated the what not the how and you should have pulled the trigger when you had the shot victoria so there you go but the, the, those are the three characters and and Trelane says, so you want them or you don't want them? I, I'm confused. And and he kind of goes, no, they're, they're, they're fine. Uh, so he hires them despite the fact that <laughs> that they sucked. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> because he doesn't care. Maybe I don't know. Uh, he, they, they seem they they seem okay. They they, they seem reasonably intelligent. Uh, but obviously uh, not as good as Deathblow. So there we go. And there's some nice dialogue here, actually. Uh, Cray says to Christine Trelane, find out what they need and give it to them, but if you give them matching outfits, I quit. Uh, and uh, Victoria, who's the sniper, says, uh, so if we kill him, do we get his job? Yeah. Uh, we then go to a a nice scene actually it, it it's a nice little scene between uh cray and uh, this doctor uh doctor uh, let me get her, her name right i i think it's shahi i think dr shahi uh, so yeah the, the, she kind of she says your neurological condition doesn't appear to be life threatening now 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 he does have a tumor now this is not the tumor i don't think she's talking about he's he's got a tumor in his brain um but he he also has this he is also developing this power uh if you remember last issue he he kind of uh involuntarily exploded a mouse uh which was uh unfortunate he kind of does she she doesn't really give him a a straight answer he he says uh, dr shahi i get the distinct impression you're thinking something about my brain that you're not sharing and she says i'm protecting you from the uselessness of a vague hypothesis i will offer that you should consider redu- reducing your stress which is which is obviously funny uh, perhaps meditation are you able to relax your schedule and he says tonight i have to kill a sociopath inside of his private compound and she kind of goes mm, fair enough try meditation after that and good luck um and that, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how it plays out um 
there's a couple of things to say to this. There's nothing inherently wrong, really, with with either of the two scenes that we've just seen, apart from the fact that Oliver Queen isn't in them. And 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 for me personally, this is an issue because last issue did a really good job of of building up this universe's Oliver Queen uh, as a kind of a credible and sort of genuine threat. Uh, not only that, but as as somebody who is quite obviously sort of traumatized and and seriously psychologically damaged by uh, his experiences on the island, and there's something really kind of interesting about that, and there are little hints about uh, sort of Thea and his private life uh, that were kind of really interesting, and and you know I wanted a little bit more than, uh, about him um, in this issue. And that isn't really what we get. Uh, what we do get is a scene between him and somebody who I assume is Thea, um, where he's pretending to be uh, a vet. Um, he is—he's a—he's a vet, and he's kind of—he looks kind of pretty rough and uh, sort of homeless, beat up, and what have you. And uh, it's—it's it's basically his way of getting into the the dome that Oliver is constructed, uh, which contains uh, a uh, replica of the island. And Thea, uh, Thea stuns him at the end of the interview. Presumably uh, she's kind of vetted him and what have you. Uh, she says kind of weird stuff, actually. I, I, she says this. She says, my brother appreciates people who know how to survive. We're not biologically related, but he found me. His generosity is boundless. And so is his rage. That, that's a weird. That, why? Why not biologically related? I don't. I don't get that. I, in, I, admittedly, my knowledge of Green Arrow is is quite limited, and all I've got to go on is uh, is the first sort of four issues. Four issues uh, is the first four series or so. First four seasons. Sorry of the uh, Green Arrow of the Arrow series. Uh, and I know, I know, obviously, that there are differences between between that and the comic. It's kind of, it is kind of weird though, um, for for her to just to come out and sort of volunteer that information. I don't know, I don't know what the point of that is. But anyway, the other thing as well, and I gotta, I gotta say this, uh, his generosity, he found his generosity is boundless, and so is his rage. You see, that the, the problem I have with this is that is it all about rage with Oliver? Uh, in this universe, I don't know. I I I, th- I think I would like to think there's something a little bit more complex than um, you know, pampered rich boy survives on an island, comes back psych- psychopathic, filled with rage. It, it it doesn't it doesn't really fit what we know about Oliver in the in the Wildstorm universe. And uh, as as a uh, as a cool line, it's okay. As a summation of the character. It's it's lacking, really. But anyway. Uh, finally, we're going to see uh, Cray meet Oliver Queen, uh, which is great. Uh, we see him wake up. Uh, we see him head into some kind of shed in which there is a gun together with some ammunition. And then we get sort of Oliver in the dark, in some kind of control uh, room, 
watching Cray on the on a bank of monitors. Uh, and he's worked out who Cray is. He says, you're not a vagrant, you're a professional assassin, and you're also a liar. However, you do seem to be formidable. I look forward to besting you. Some victories mean more than others. Uh, okay, so again, I, I, this, this is curiously lacking intention. I, 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 I don't know what... I'm, I'm struggling, actually, with this issue to, to a certain extent. Um, it, it, it's, I said in the review uh, on the website that it, it might have been better... Uh, if sort of Queen had worked out for himself that Cray was was a professional assassin, uh, or at least kept that uh, kept that kept the fact that he knows a secret until he he actually meets Cray, because because surely uh, from a, a sort of a tactical point of view, it's better to keep that knowledge, the knowledge that he knows who Cray really is, a secret. Because it it may me it it may be that Cray feels a little bit overconfident, thinking that he's fooled Oliver. If you see what I mean. So from Oliver's point of view, it makes more sense, surely, to keep that secret, to keep the fact that he knows who Michael Cray really is a secret. It it just feels off. I I mean I mean I I could be being incredibly picky here, and, and I you know. Okay, if I am, I am, and I'm sorry. I mean, the people out there who love this issue think it's great. Uh, that's fine. That's absolutely great. But but for me, it just uh, just seems a little bit too rushed, too hurried. You know, as as if they, they they've got to get through this issue, and there are certain sort of opportunities for subtlety and nuance uh, that are missed as a result. Uh, but I'm guessing ahead of myself a little bit here okay um so craig grabs the gun the shed blows up uh, because oliver made it blow up he's coming out of the uh of the kind of the fire the the explosion uh he's roughed up a bit is uh is old michael cray and uh he's just about putting the ammunition clip into the handgun when uh, a green arrow comes whizzing out of the dark towards him and it gets him in the thigh and then Oliver kind of appears. Now we've seen Oliver in the, in the get-up uh, before but he does look pretty cool here actually I must say. I'll talk about the arse a little bit more in a minute. Um, and then um, in, a, in a kind of bit of foreshadowing which again I have issues with for reasons which I'll talk about in a moment. Uh, his power, Cray's power uh, kicks in, and he disintegrates uh, the gun involuntarily, uh, which obviously, on the one hand, is, is it's kind of it's Sod's law, isn't it, really? Uh, but on the other hand, there are, there's a bit of a problem with that uh, for reasons which, well, actually, do you know what? Let, let's get into it now. Up until now, we have seen uh, Michael Cray's disintegration power. Uh, I think three... This is the third time, I think. Uh, the first time was we're in a conversation with uh, Miles Craven. And it was a piece of his polystyrene uh, coffee cup uh, that disappeared. And then, uh, last issue, there was the mouse, and now there's the gun. 
Now, obviously, there is a progression. The, uh, the items that are being uh, sort of disintegrated are getting bigger. Okay, fair enough. They're also getting more significant in terms of plot, and I, th I think I think that is that is my issue really with with the way this power is being used, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. A queen basically is, is a green arrow. Queen is basically. Uh, sort of peppering Cray with arrows at this point. There, there, there is an arrow that goes through his shoulder. Um, so he's he's kind of, he's looking pretty rough here. But he still manages to close the gap. In fact, actually, he kind of surprises Oliver, actually. He comes from behind him. This is this is quite well done. There's, there's a really, there's a, there's a really quite good uh, double page spread of action. And remember, I said yes the last last time that um, there's a there's a Wildstorm kind of house style sort of uh, seeming to kind of appear at the moment. I, I I think this is a classic example of that. It's it's not um, it's not John. I, I keep <laughs> I keep on saying this, but but I'm afraid for any artist who who takes on a Wildstorm comic, they're just going to have to get their head around the fact. That John Davis Hunt is the ben is the benchmark, and he's and and that benchmark is bloody high. Um, as as good as this is, and and the, the, this two page spread is good. Um, it's and, you know, and and it it does what John Davis Hunt does in his artwork, which is which is it it focuses on little details. So you so you see Cray snap the bow, you see uh, Oliver, you know, his foot comes down and snaps the bow. You see Oliver Queen. Kick him, uh, kick Michael Cray in the stomach. Um, it, it, it's it's pretty decent, you know. It, it, it's it's pretty good. The, I'm not going to pretend that there aren't issues with the art because because there are, and we'll we'll talk about them in a minute. But this this two page spread that this this um, were were basically you've you've got the the two main characters fighting one another, and it's all silent. Um, it, it it it's great. It 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 works pretty well. Um, no problems with that whatsoever. And then we get a splash page uh, of probably the most problematic moment in the entire comic, uh, which is uh, Michael Cray uh, disintegrating uh, Oliver's arm, uh, and it's his uh, it's his right arm, and he's holding a knife at the moment. He's just stabbed Michael Cray with it. Uh, he's kind of on top of Cray. Uh, Cray's on the ground, and um, he's kind of essentially. I mean, Queen is essentially about to kill Cray, really. And uh, Cray, in self-defense, I think more than anything, is 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 kind of grabbing him. He's trying to keep the the knife from uh, piercing him again, and and he he disintegrates him. His arm starts to disappear. And and admittedly, you know, the, and the look on kind of Oliver's face is like, what? You know, obviously he's in a lot of pain. He's also shocked. Um, and uh, yeah, okay, I guess it's dramatic. The, the the problem you see is is after that, Cray is kind of holding his head, which which is kind of interesting because it, because it suggests that there's some kind of some kind of physical sort of mental sort of manifestation in his head, in his brain or whatever, of 
some kind of sensation, pain, disorientation, we're not entirely sure what, when he manifests his power to that extent. Um, on the other hand, uh, behind him, uh, bearing in mind, you know, the, the, there's fire raging all around them. Uh, it, has, it has a very Lord of the Flies kind of feel to, to it. The end of Lord of the Flies, for those of you who have uh, read that book. Uh, Queen kind of reaches for a knife, and despite the fact that he now only has one arm, uh, he's coming for Cray. And there's an interesting... Because you could kind of see the kind of the outline of the shadow on Cray's face as he's looking up. Uh, I don't... I, the, the implication is that he's got no... Um, He's got nothing left now. The, the, whatever the the fight, the disintegration of Oliver's arm, it, it's all sort of taking it out of him, kind of thing. And then from nowhere, Queen gets shot in the head, and the next panel is Victoria, our sniper from the start, who um, has obviously pulled the trigger, and she says "gotcha," and all the tension, all the interest. Uh, just drains away and to, to to say that this moment is an unsatisfying conclusion to this story would be a bit of an understatement um you've got you've got two things going on here either one of which would would actually be quite uh quite disappointing in in some respects but you got both of them together, which 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 makes it even worse. The the, the first thing is you've got Michael's uh, Michael Cray's uh, power uh, manifesting at just the right moment for him. Now look, this is this is comics, and I get that. And and you know what, you 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 can get away with that in comics at times, provided that you provided that you. You do the groundwork first. You lay the groundwork first. Now, some people would argue, well, yeah, the the, the creative team have done that. They they've they've built up. They've built up uh, Michael Cray's power uh, powers over over the course of the last few issues. You know, the the he's he started off small. He's working up. He's working up. Um, to to larger kind of objects that he's disintegrating and what have you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from. The the problem is is that is that the coffee cup and the mouse were not were not important in terms of plot. Um, and now you've got you've okay you've you've done the, the <laughs> you've done the disintegration of the gun. That's fine up to a point. But now you go for the arm. And and the thing is the problem is as well. Is that there is significant uh, the significant time between the cup and the mouse, and the mouse and the gun? Uh, there is not there's there's a matter of of well seconds and maybe a couple of minutes between the gun and the arm. It just smacks of of convenience. And as uh, as the as the guys on the podcast often say. Um, it doesn't feel earned. It feels forced. It feels convenient. Um, it feels uh, anticlimactic. That's that's what it feels like. Then to follow that up with a 
with a surprise headshot from a character we've only just been introduced to, who is in a an environment that is meant to be completely sealed off. That that's just to me that that's that's not that's not good. That that that's not convincing. That's not it's not clever. It's not it's not satisfying on any level. I, I don't I don't know what to say more than that really I, I, I th- th- this this issue if I'm being absolutely honest uh, has disappointed me and um, partly I mean I mean partly because I mean so far the uh, the quality of comics bearing the wildstorm uh, name has just been phenomenal it, it has really really been incredible it's been one of the the wildstorm universe the wildstorm imprint whatever you want to call it has been one of the one of the big success stories of dc over the last 12 months i i, I think it's it's been fantastic uh and and the, there are flashes of that there are fla- i mean the dialogue is good i i like the dialogue um it, it's it's snappy it's clever it's witty it's that's that's all fine but there are one or two kind of uh, storytelling decisions that have, have been made here in this issue that just uh, that that just don't work uh, terribly well. And if I'm being really harsh, I would say even run the risk of devaluing the Wildstorm brand. I don't particularly want to say that. I I, I think you know th- th- there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in this issue. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in this in his initial two-part story but um this isn't it to to me it's not good enough uh it it really isn't it is uh it's below standard uh and that's that's partly because the standard is really high um but hey that's the way it works isn't it you know if you if you're gonna be if you're gonna play in this in this uh in this universe you've uh, you've got to you've got to bring your stuff at the end of the day and I, and I I just don't think they've they've done that here anywho there's a couple of uh pages that follow it it's it's okay it it's we're we're back to I mean I mean look the the book's called Michael Cray it's it it's not called Oliver Queen I get that but to, but to my mind there's just not enough Oliver Queen in here and there's too much um too much character stuff for Cray, really, in this issue. And you get it at the end. There's some stuff with uh, Dr. Shahi and uh, Michael again, kind of talking about about the, the fight and this ability that he's got, you know. Okay, and before that, there's, there's the uh, conversation with uh, Michael and Victoria um, about what happened, and he doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, there's also uh, a page of conversation between Christine Trelane and Thea. Um, I, I just, you know, okay, Christine wants Thea to work for her. Okay. Um, and then the the final page is, uh, is Christine telling Michael about what he needs to do next issue, which is take down Barry Allen. So there we go. Um, look, th- this is... You know, I'm I'm still on board with this. I, I'm I'm not saying that that I'm giving up on it at all. I I, I think that there is a. I like the character of Michael Clay. I think he's great. 
Uh, I like the relationship that he has with Christine Trelane. I like the growing relationship that he has with the new uh, team. Uh, I like the idea of um, sort of working in sort of established, you know, DC characters into the Wildstorm universe and tweaking them in interesting ways. I like all that. Uh, I just want it to be done a little bit better. That that's that's all, I guess. I mean, I mean, it, it must be said that you know the structure of these stories is very different from that that from what you find in the Wildstorm. It 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 just is. Uh, th- these are uh, two page kind of action stories with a clear beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, there's an ongoing. There's a set of ongoing characters who are developing and growing and what have you. Uh, but it's nowhere near as as uh, as sophisticatedly plotted as what we get in the in the parent title um, because its focus is is narrower and and I I get that I really do and I, and I and I understand that I, I'm I'm not complaining about that what I am complaining about or what I what I find uh, disappointing I come back to that word again what I find disappointing about this issue is that um, there's just it, it there was so much promise in the first issue that just isn't fulfilled, isn't picked up on, isn't developed uh, in this issue. And the Oliver Queen that we get in issue two is nowhere near as interesting as the Oliver Queen uh, that we're introduced to in issue one. And uh, it's a shame. <laughs> That's okay. Um, one word about the art. Uh, it's variable. Um, I know I was speaking to Simon after uh, on the Slack chat, chat after issue one, and I know that I've spoken to one or two uh, people about um, uh, about Michael Cray uh, about this this series. Um, the the art is is okay at times; it's not so great at others. He he does have a bit of an issue with with drawing faces. From certain perspectives, um, I, I think a lot of this is is just a. It's mostly a kind of um, subjective thing. I think. I think. I think. You know, they're good enough, but uh, but, but I, I think it could be a lot better. Um, the action stuff, I, I like. I, I don't have a problem with the action stuff at all. I, I think it's pretty good. It's not John Davis Hunt stuff. Uh, by the way, quick <laughs> quick preview. I've I read. Uh, the new issue of Wildstorm uh, today. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be good. <laughs> some some good John Davis Hunt art in that. Um, and in comparison, you know, the N. Stephen Harris stuff here, like I said, the action stuff is, is pretty good. Uh, the character stuff... Again, it can be okay, but it, it, it's it's not my not my cup of tea. It, it it's not it it's just that the faces are just a little bit off at off at times. Um, but um, I have seen worse artwork. I I must say, so I, I'm not going to go on too much about the art. I I think. My my major concern with this issue is not to do with the art at all. It's to do with um, it's to do with with some of the storytelling decisions that the uh, creative team have made in in terms of uh, what they concentrate on, what they give the uh, what they give the page pages to the page count to. Um, yeah, it, it, it's okay. I, I gave it a six point nine out of ten. I was going to give it a straight seven, and I, and I just thought oh, I'm just 
No, point one off just for disappointment. You've disappointed me. I'm a demanding kind of reader, I'm, I'm afraid. I just, just want things to be... I, I, I want, you know, if, you, if you're going to... If you're going to introduce uh, a version of somebody like Oliver Queen, you're going to make a big thing about the island. You're going to uh, build him up as somebody who is traumatized, who is uh, obviously sort of psychologically damaged, but at the same time ex- extraordinarily powerful, not only in terms of uh, his physical ability, but also uh, the power that his wealth brings. If you're going to set all that up, um, then really, strictly speaking, uh, you need to to develop that. You need to deliver on that in the second issue, and that doesn't really happen here. And and that's that's my major beef with uh, with with this issue. So six point nine. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, I, you know, I can I just say, I, and I, I always forget this, by the by the way. So I remembered today. Hey, um, you can contact me on Twitter, and people do, and it's always great. I always love love when uh, when listeners contact me, and uh, people like Alex M tags me and stuff. And uh, there's 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 a, a, a range of people on uh, that, that that have contacted me over the months, which is which is fantastic. Please feel free. You can contact me on Twitter at at Door Jeremy. That's D-A-W-J-E-R-E-M-Y. Door Jeremy. Uh, I've also got uh, I've also got a website. Uh, it is a uh, a WordPress website, and the address for that is J D Dunsany. That's J D. D U N S A N Y dot WordPress dot com. Okay, and that's my blog. And I try and update it at least once a week, maybe maybe twice a week. Uh, usually with stuff that's already appeared actually on the Weird Science website. So if you if you want just to to go there and read my stuff, then feel free to. There's there's lots of stuff up there. Um, just a very quick thing actually. I, um, reviewed astro city uh issue 48 uh on the website uh a day or so ago that's really good uh there's a a a two issue uh series uh two issue story i should say and uh really nice really really nice story lots of heart lots of uh emotion brought a lump to my throat uh really good storytelling worth checking out so if that's your kind of thing then uh yeah it's uh it's good uh it's uh it's a strange series actually astro city it's very much a kind of homage to well to to sort of the, the comics of the 60s and 70s uh to the comic genre as a whole particularly the the superhero genre uh, there's lots of kind of Kirby-esque stuff in there, but it, it, it's really, really good. And um, that that two-page, that sorry, that two issues uh, story, uh, Astro City 47 and Astro City 48, uh, which features an anthropomorphic uh, hero. Uh, so it's a kind of dog stroke 
human hero. Um, it's just so good. Just just check it out. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I'll send you back to the guys in the studio. Uh, thank you again for listening uh, and putting up with my nonsense. And I'll speak to you next week when we'll be looking at that aforementioned Wildstorm issue number nine. Uh, and I'll be raving about John Davis Hunt's artwork, amongst other things. And also uh, Wonder Woman and Conan issue three. That'll be next week. So I'll, uh, I'll doubtless speak to you then. In the meantime, I hope you have a fantastic week. You take care. Bye bye. Listening to the podcast and listened all day. I just want to hear Jim's voice and not hear Eric Shay. We are back with some reviews of DC. Watch out for and them here. killer cactus. We're here with this y'all. hair, Reginald. Reginald, well, drink water of happy the drink waters. Yeah. We're here with Reggie. How are you doing, Reggie? Very good, very good. You guys. have a lot of books doing? tonight. Oh, lovely. You have a lot I of know. books tonight. Uh, you have that weird sort of deal where it's feast or famine with, with you with All books. All the time. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hills and valleys. It's, it's every, feast. every other week I'm just chilling out and relaxing, but I have yep. to blast through and do yep. a whole stack. But yes, and, and, it's all right. and you'll see life. this this coming up week, uh, you have a couple, of, uh, but the, we have a million books. Uh, me and Eric, I think, both have a ton. I, yeah. it's, I really it's only have shit. one book next week, which is yeah. which would be Aquaman. Actually, no, and I have Bug in a sense. I have to do. Yeah, that I then, saw too. that. I oh, actually yeah, I was surprised. Bug. I forgot all about that as well, and it, it actually surprised me because we kept kind of saying, you know, the young animal stuff and all going down, but Bug is is coming out. Bug so. is out, so we but, will we'll do that one. We have your books here, and we have a certain order that we usually go, and we're going to stick with that because you have a big, a big darn version of, you know, issue of Hal Jordan. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. That's metal. out of hell. Oh, oh my what goodness. The, what yeah. the? I knocked myself out getting this one. I yes. couldn't wait. Here we go. Uh, especially Tell since us we already met this guy, uh, didn't we, in the Dawnbreaker? Like, oh, yeah. Yes, we did. Ago. Yes. So this was... In a way, I, I did kind of look forward to it because I was like welcoming back a little bit of uh, maybe a little more depth about the guy. But yeah, no. we'll see what we've got in <laughs> Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 32, written by Robert Vendetti, art by Ethan Van Skyver and Liam Sharp, Jason Wright. Little Lantern, I am an evil light vampire from the Netherverse. Little Lantern, I have no clue how or why my dark powers work. There goes the fun, do-do-do-do, there goes the fun, and I say, there's no light. Uh, I, I muted my mic. I was waiting for more. Yeah, I know you wanted more. I knew when I did this. I actually though, was like, going to jump in. I actually did Jake's with the, with the, the mic off. I did sing uh, harmonies to, with the end of That's that. Right. I, I wish I would have jumped in then to make you laugh. That always makes you laugh. But, yeah, this is Hal Jordan, and it is a 
It's the tie-in, the metal, uh, the Bats Out of Hell deal. And yeah, I would love to see more of the Dawnbreaker. I'd love to see more of anything in this. Uh, I'd love for him to make sense. This Bats Out of Hell uh, nonsense is really, it's nonsense. Uh, we're not all, getting anything. All these issues have been the same thing, which yeah, is it's all the a same big thing. fight between, you know, the whatever the, bat, the, lead the Batman is, yeah. counterpart of whatever they are, and then they lose in the end. And yeah. it's like, oh, and, and this one actually has, like, at one point, you really think Hal's got something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's fucking turning it. But, I was know, actually getting excited that he was fighting back, and it yeah. seemed that he was winning and was figuring this shit yeah, out. I like, actually right, thought that this is how we were going to go, and we were actually going to see that these mean something because Hal was going to fight back and actually win the day over the Dawnbreaker. Maybe, you know, and I, I thought possibly, I thought possibly the Dawnbreaker might like limp away. I didn't think the Dawnbreaker would be right, fully right, done, yeah, I but I thought yeah. the, the Dawnbreaker was going to limp away, and, you know, and you would have Hal being like. Hal for whatever reason. Yeah. And, and, and to me, I think that would have been great. I think all of a sudden that would have been like, holy crap, you know, this is different. This would actually have reminded me what happened in those one shots when all of a sudden we had the Merciless where it wasn't just at the end, Dr. Fate coming, grabbing somebody and taking him out. And you didn't get that, though. At the end, it just reverts back to whatever we had. Yeah, really and let me it's down. just nonsense. I mean, there's a lot of crazy things involved here because now I have to wonder if – yeah, number one, before we even go, like we, me and Eric had kind of talked about it last week with the uh, the Justice League, I believe it was, where they were even spelling out like, "Look, I'm a billionaire, I can do." It. And Eric's like, "Yo, listen, you're not a billionaire here. You guys are Dark Knights from the Dark Multiverse and came here. You, you didn't bring your credit cards." This yeah. one, I'm like, Dawnbreaker brought fucking things with him from from the deal, which we did see the Merciless as well. But all of a sudden, he's got. All of these things in his cave and, and stuff. I'm, where, where, did why did he bring his cave bringing? with him? I wasn't sure. I, I no. thought maybe he had to have gone back no, to the Well, Dawn that's Breaker's what I'm saying, planet. but the, that's the problem is the, the, the planet Breaker was falling apart. Yeah, so where yeah. are you getting all of these things that he brought? And you can only sit there and think that some people are going to be confused. Like, holy shit, there's a lot of guys that are dead that are it shouldn't be because these are actually from what looks to be the dark multiverse. Why, why are they bringing, now, you know, I, is there I a you the implication that, of what they were. I love these versions yeah, of cool. the trophy. See, now here's it's what, it's what we said all along. When you divorce this issue from the metal crossover, yeah, it doesn't become you know great overnight, but it becomes an, a decent issue, an interesting yeah. issue about him fighting this weird. Well, I said, you know, I, did you reverse read the yeah, Green did you Lantern, read the Green Merc- Lantern uh, vampire? And, and the, the implication that on one? this other world, he, you know, yeah. he's killed Hector Hammond, he's killed Sinestro, he's killed a Red Lantern. Yeah, that he's I killed them all. But why are they? Why are they here? They they shouldn't uh, be here, though. I thought his face would be a lot bigger. He's all emaciated, though. The whole thing is, though, but we have this timeline now where even, you know, Hal Jordan, this calls him Little Bruce, thinking at this point, like, okay, he is still a nine-year-old or so boy. He is Little Bruce Wayne. At this point, there would not be all this emotional spectrum, all these characters out there. There would not be a yellow lantern like Sinestro Core Sinestro for him to kill. So none of this makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense because in that – They're just suggesting a larger story, backstory for the Dawnbreaker. But we're never going to get that. I wouldn't expect that to have any kind of recognizable continuity as far as I'm concerned. Well, the problem is though it's going – these are from wherever this starts in this dark multiverse. It goes from where the actual universe was and supposed to carry on from that – and they're not matching up anymore. And like I said, I get mad because then I think about last uh, issue of the Bats Out of Hell and the Justice League where you had that whole uh, golden drachma instead of the, the you know, yeah, the yeah. penny, which was cool. 
But the thing is that when the Merciless rang it, the ghost of the dark multiverse Amazonians came. That doesn't make sense. That That isn't what – it's just nonsense. This shit is all nonsense. Ghost and, powers. And from this, though, what do you get out of this except that we thought there was some hope that Hal was going to be able to defeat the Dawnbreaker, at least you know, get him and not? You got some really cool artwork you got. Yeah, you Uh, got the 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 artwork is spectacular. And and especially the the minimalism of a lot of these uh, black and green scenes, the way the panels are laid out. It's really cool. Super effective. The decimated Coast City. Just awesome. I really, I mean, I, I got to get I'm telling you, the thing is, I am not a huge fan of the nine panel layout because I think it's being overused now. Here, though, when we have, you know, this whole idea where, you know, the Dawnbreaker, he absorbs light. Yeah. So how Jordan tells his ring to go on a strobe mode. So his, his ring is just strobe. strobing like, yeah. and we have this nine panel layout where every other one is black because it's strobing in and I'm like, that is fucking cool. I like that yeah. a lot. And as yeah. they go along, he's building this giant like mecha suit so that he's able to give him a big punch, Dawnbreaker, a big punch in the face. That was very awesome scene. The mecha looks terrific. Yeah. Um, I really, I mean, the way the book looks, it, it's it's what most of my enjoyment was. The way Dawnbreaker defeats him at the end is bullshit, basically, yeah. by bringing up all of his enemies at once. And that's uh, the thing, so I don't even know what the Dawnbreaker could do, because, like, you know, he had these dark monster constructs that seemed like they were shadow monsters coming out of a void inside of him. Now he's making, you know black constructs of, you know, his greatest enemies, but he knows nothing about this Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I just, don't really get it's, it. Again, it's, it's just nonsense. And you have and at, you at know, one point, like, there's a that's is that a space shark right there? Is that what he has? The, the yeah, one is a, like, at the closest. Like, oh, I think it could just be a space. I think it could just be a space shark. I, think it's I thought, a space I thought shark. it might be King Shark or something. I don't know who. But that why? Is. Why? I think Manship even said on the site, he's like, oh, that panel you had, you know, Atrocitus and Larfleas and a space shark. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> even Manship's on the yeah, tip. Yeah, Manship said he's like, he doesn't know. Space and I put, shark. yep, I put, yep, a space shark. That's all it looked like. But yeah, really, all this, nothing comes about that. It, it doesn't carry on this metal. This is what I was saying with these tie-ins, and especially this Bats Out of Hell deal. This is just here because they want to be able to fill up that space between issues of metal, especially with it being delayed and, and you know, you don't get it yeah. for two months and things like that. And these issues are making me care less. They're, they are really like now when metal comes, I'll be like, OK, uh, you know, we're going to read it and review it. But before I was so excited for each thing of metal. Now I'm not because these are just not good. They're they're, they're not good. Flattening it out. You know, they're well, that's kind of the thing is we have the... all these different creators doing these different one shots for the Dark Knights. And I'm telling you, we have some inconsistencies here and there, stuff that doesn't make sense from what we've been told in the actual metal books. And here I'm like, OK, we have the Dawnbreaker versus Hal. And yeah. I'm like, at first I thought it was going to be split up like we had before, but. Just the how Jordan Storm, like, I'm all about this. Maybe we will yeah. learn some more about yeah. the Dawnbreaker. At the end, I'm left with more questions because it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. And especially when, you know, how Jordan is defeated and we go and we see the different cities and how they've been decimated. And we see, you know, Metropolis, Washington, D.C. Then I look at Central City. There are broken apart Earths in the sky of Central City. Yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah, is going, going on? on there? What is going on in Central City? I would think that would City? be the worst situation well, of all. Like, I, I, I think that the people would be fucked right up. There. Like, yeah, holy shit. Well, you know, what's was going on with these people? out of hell is supposed to come out, like, you know, and actually deal with this shit? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then you, yeah, you well. go and then you see Challengers And, and everybody in Amnesty Bay, I don't care who you are, they're all fucking dead. Amnesty yeah, Bay is completely yeah. underwater. Yeah, it looks. They, and then, like I said, you, water. you never heard of treading water? No one ever well, told you? No? The other thing that made me laugh is, if you remember at the beginning of this, they said that 
They said that when Challenger's Mountain came, that pretty much got them separated for it to be. Now they're just on top of buildings. Everything's dead. People are fucking dead. Everybody's going to be dead about this. Batman who laughs on the last page. I just love it. It looks great. Because we have all this. We've seen this before in a lot of different events and shit like that. But since we have the Doomsday Clock coming up, it's a year later of all all the stuff dealing right, right now. But. I think we're going to be spending more than a year trying to clean up the freaking, you know, Earth Zero of the DC Universe because, you know, amidst the Gotham City, it's like, you know, in its death throes, like the entire freaking, all of America is going to be needed to be rebuilt after this. It's going to be fucking nonsense. Yeah. Like, you know, no man's land. It's going to be no man's land, America. Yeah. It's It's, going to be crazy. It's just Mr. Mizzy's pit. Like, he's just going to flip, you know. He's just going to wink and off we go. But yeah, really, uh, there's not much to talk about this issue. This whole issue is how and and the Dawnbreaker, you see the Dawnbreaker make constructs done. This last page with these characters I don't care about and Cyborg looks so good. I mean, I'm just I'm just staring at it. And the way this like darkness, you know, super obsidian Batman looks, I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. fucking talk about the goddamn cyber. I'm sorry. They bring up Element X. I'm like, I thought we were done with this new God's bullshit. Now we got to yeah. bring the fucking Element X from the mother boxes and all this other. That's goddamn actually new the gods biggest thing in this issue is by the like, end. Oh, it is the-, the biggest part. I'm telling you, but I'm pissed because we got to deal with new God shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has Element X. They're going to the use that. And I, I had enough. I, I really have. At the end, they, they carry all the people away, and the Batman who laughs is like, we're trying to break Cyborg. He, you know, it keeps going from what we had before, where they said, oh, he doesn't even know how you know, crazy, you know, crazy powerful he should be, where you don't deserve that, and that's what it is. It's, it's you know, Metal X, and they're going to go off with Element, Element X. X. And just you go from there, and I fucking. And not only that, somebody. it seems that Earth Zero is not the only target. It seems like we're gonna go after every Earth in the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Well, what'd you get, Reggie? <laughs> um, I'll tell you right now. I mean, I really probably would give this a five point five out of you know just for story, but for art, I think it really is spectacular. I think Ethan Van Skyver pulled out all the stops. This might explain. Remember, he drew a couple issues of Green Lantern Corps. I don't know, three months ago, two months ago now, and we were saying one of them was kind of dodgy. I, well, bet, he was, I bet he was pouring the gas into this one. You know what? He shouldn't have. Exactly he he should have saved it. <laughs> I bet this one sells better than uh, the average. No, it will. It will. It's, it's one, just but, nonsense. Uh, so on the site, I gave this a seven. I'd probably pull it back half a point, but yeah. it really, I, the art is that good. It really what, is what would you give it, Eric? I would give it a six out of ten. Yeah. I'd give it a two. I fucking hate Whoa. it. I fucking there's nothing happens in this whole goddamn book. I don't even care if it fucking looks great. <coughs> it's fucking nonsense. This is a waste of money. It's a fucking the DC with these things. They should be ashamed of themselves. This is a fucking ridiculous thing to charge people money for, especially if you're pulling this book and then you get this and you get this garbage. It's yeah. fucking terrible. It is a fuck. The whole thing treads water through the whole thing. You think something's gonna happen? Nothing happens, and then at the end they throw out Element X at you yep. to make it mean something. But all that is is to push it towards the Justice League that we have next week. That's gonna continue this or finish but, the but story. If you're whatever. Not reading metal. If you're a big Green Lantern fan, you're not reading metal. That last page is meaningless to you. You know what I mean? All that. All that element. The whole X is... fucking thing's meaningless. If you're if you're not reading and metal you and don't you, know what the Dawnbreaker is. Something wondering what the fuck was. Going on I'm telling you, sure. what did I give? I give it a one. 
Actually, I'll just give it a fuck you five. I'll just keep it with that because it, it, to me, this is utter nonsense. They These issues never should – this bats out of hell never should have happened. And nothing that we've gotten has pushed or anything I in the think, metal story. And I it just makes people – include people more into the creative fact. You know what I mean? Like obviously these guys writing it, they're being told a handful of things but yeah. not enough to, to – Make a coherent, uh, you well, know, story. Thing. I, you know, that, I actually that. think they're told everything, but they can't do anything because these other—it's all going to happen in metal. So what can they do? You can't have Hal Jordan win because that's not what's going to continue. So they're like, okay, have him fight, but he can't win. Oh, okay. Yeah, you fight and fight. Stroll, boom, boom. Oh, now I'm done because it had to end that way. You're fucking stupid. I'm telling you, now I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a fucking bad mood. That's fucking nonsense. It just, I even was, while I was reading it, at first I was like, I actually was kind of getting into it that we're like, okay, at least one of these Dark Knights is is getting his. Like, he's getting beat up. Also, like Eric said, it's very odd that you have that thing where Hal Jordan does say like, hey, little Bruce, which that's what we said. It seemed like he should be a nine-year-old, though he doesn't look like it. But he comes here, but that does not stop Hal from fucking going ham on him and beating the the shit out of him anyway. It seemed a little odd to me and all that. It's just... All this is just nonsense. Who doesn't want to beat up a child? It's nonsense. This whole thing is nonsense. At least that stupid Gotham resistance ended up tying into things. The only thing that will tie in from this whole Bats Out of Hell is however we end the cliffhanger of the last issue of it. Then all of a sudden, that'll be the yeah, one thing that'll tie Justice in. Justice League 33, yeah, right? and that'll be well, it. Well, obviously, the, the heroes be. have to power the big uh, tooting fork, the big crisis tooting yeah, fork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and all that's that we're it. doing is getting the, them on stuck to that tower. But we and, already uh, had them like at, pretty energy. much at that position. You, you just Now they're just treading water through these and making people buy more and more issues. Said The whole thing's like 26 issues long, this whole crossover event. At the beginning, Scott Snyder, felt, it seemed like he felt embarrassed at the amount of tie-ins and crossover all that stuff so said listen uh you don't have to buy anything but the main metal book seems like they got to him and said whoa 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 you know we're trying to sell shit here you can't say that and so then he he never really came out and said like oh these are necessary but he came out like oh these are all really good no they're not they're not this makes me less interested in this big event than anything that I've ever read because of all these delays and stuff. It just it infuriates me. I don't want to deal with them. But let's get on to the next book. All right. Uh, well, th- luckily we have an issue here that is a lot of meat to it. You know, a lot happened that'll keep you very engrossed. So we're talking about <laughs> Suicide Squad number twenty nine, oh. written by Rob Williams, art by Barnaby Bagenda, Jay Lyston, Wilfredo Torres, and Adriano Lucas. When we get to the monster, we go back to the reason for vaults. If you trusted Rick Flag, then it's mostly your fault. We already spent an issue skeptical of his plan. A plan. Do you, don't you think I'm an idiot? Possessed by Red Wave and everyone knows it. Tell me, tell me, tell me the reason when we know how it ends, why we should keep reading. Trade collection. Trade collection. (laughs) Trade collection. Trade collection. All right. All right. Is this a Beatles theme the whole night? I'm hoping. I we, th- it we, is, as a matter of fact, every good. song tonight is good. a Beatles All song. All right, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna have to guess the next one then because yes. All right. uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna get so, as angry uh, as, you know, at this though, even though this know. isn't good. 
But Who didn't know that they were going to release Red Wave, that Red yeah. Wave had, was controlling Rick Flagg and his uh, girlfriend, Karen, and that yeah. he was everybody, that it was going to release them. Yeah. Uh, this, I, this I think is, I haven't been that invested in the story to care about what they were going to do. All right. Yeah, so you I, didn't care. No. <laughs> so that that counts as uh, that sort of counts as a positive towards knowing because you because you the outcome is irrelevant. But as far as I'm concerned, having, you know, read this uh last the, we knew this last issue yeah. you got the fucking creepy vibes off of rick flag right yep. away you know you knew this guy was up to some bullshit they're on a satellite a broken half satellite in the middle of space with a freaky alien i don't understand that they all piled in they think this is all going to be yeah. uh hunky dory oh, but they of think course it's going to be great <laughs> they basically descend into the moon they crack open a vault after having a superfluous fight against some like just aliens that are hanging around I just and, love uh, that it has a big handle wave. on it. I mean, that, that's the best. That's a big fucking door handle deal that you have to swing. It's not. Yeah. But yeah, you, you're right. I just keep going because you could tell ta- everything what happened. This, this entire thing, though, I was actually more concerned with the progression of Boomerang's character because he keeps yelling about the bursters coming out of the chest or out the back. All these different aliens he's afraid of. But when we actually get to the alien that looks like it will burst out of you, no, he's yeah, like, because, all right, because I'm going to go kill stupid. this now. Like, because all, he's, be all it is is a, it's supposed to be a joke that he watched Alien. Yeah. And now once it actually comes to the alien, it seems like uh, Rob Williams forgot the joke because that was no, well, the that's, thing. That's, all he had that's to do when was he yell- nuts up, folks. You see no, what I'm saying? That's all he had to like do was when- like, I told you, I told you. And he, he the, soils himself again. I was waiting again. for that. For but when it finally happened, I thought it was going to be funny, but then he's going after him. Like, are it, you is insane? this book, is this the, is Boomerang saying he soiled himself? Is this Rob Williams' attempt of a hell yeah for Kite it's Man? It's him right. soiling himself, and it's freaking uh, croc vomiting. Yeah, that's that's all it is. And that freaking is. Enchantress being useless. Yeah. I mean, it, really, it really must stink to high heaven uh, around the suicides. It's all poop and yeah, vomit. Really, it's all poop and vomit. vomit. But yeah, Chan- Enchantress gets knocked out again, but then is brought out of the thing. Thing is, though, we I like character. the thing that she did as far as flying the... the okay. uh, but but I, it, is, it was pointless. It meant nothing. I'm just concerned, though, because we have this whole thing where she's been knocked out since the last issue, and Amanda Waller turns on her brain bomb to 70% to make her come to and says, now you're going to use your magic to freaking make this dead plane fly. I'm like, why don't you have her use her magic to destroy to all kill those the zombie people. fucking robots? Yes, that's all you have to do. Hey, that'd be nice. Have her kill the people. Why, why fly an airplane? I wonder it's if like you can she... set the brain bob to 350 degrees for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. 20 yeah, minutes. You gotta freak it sometimes. <laughs> and, and what I would, well, what I would like then is you have to have one of those popper thermometer things that pop up when there she's done in the back of her neck. Yeah, it'd <laughs> yeah, be fucking nonsense. Uh, go on. Tell us more about it, Reggie. Well, uh, Reggie, Reggie, I'm telling you, I want you to, I want you to answer me something here because I really feel like I missed an issue and I don't know how that's possible. But when we get to the Area 51 stuff where Deadshot, you know, El Diablo and Amanda Waller are fighting off the zombie robots who just keep talking about protecting Argent, we have a big knight robot there, and I have no idea who the fuck this guy is. Where did he come from? Where is this? How is there a character who seems to be a robot or possibly not who just shows up out of nowhere and there's no fucking explanation? He seems to be on the side of the Suicide Squad. Now, I, I have to confess, I don't have the last issue. I thought about even buying it and looking at it. Like, did I miss something? But I don't know I how he could have, because I don't remember be, talking about it. It should be more explained here whether it was yeah. in the last issue or not. But, yeah, I, I did not recognize that night I was so confused. at all. I don't know who that's supposed to be. And whoever it is, they seem to be dead anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah they got the end, that. folks. I, maybe there was more to it that got cut, but it got cut in the wrong place, if that's the case, because we don't know who the hell it is. 
We've yeah. all read these issues. I don't know how none of us could know who the I fuck just this don't guy remember. is. I, I thought that maybe at the end, uh, that was like the first robot guy they went in. I don't know. But yeah, you but have. He, but he was on the side of, of Waller. Yeah. He was protecting yeah. Waller. So that's why I was like, what? who, who is this? Also, could El, El Diablo always breathe fire? Is that a thing? <laughs> I think he can put fire out of anywhere. You you fucking get a goddamn orifice for some, actually. You can actually bend his knee in my mind, shoot some fire right out of his knee. No. Do you think he can shoot fire out of his butt? Of course he can. He, he can do it out of his yeah. mouth. That's anything his first ability. Your, anything you can do it in your mouth, you can do it in your butt. Come on. He's yes. really he's really should be shooting fire out of his butt. Yeah. And, and then That's basically, like you said, at, at, in the Area 51 deal, you have Enchantress is knocked out. Waller wakes her up so that she can make a ghost ship out of the ship instead of just. <laughs> Beating the guys in the right. big thing, she gets this. Or teleporting task. them away. That's yeah, and she gets this top secret file. We have one of the most file. powerful beings in the DCU, and you're doing nothing yeah. with her. And uh, he, she ends up finding this top secret Task Force X file that she takes off. And then in the meantime, you go up on, on the. Uh, on the Which I moon base. Faraday's file, yeah, right? it has yeah. to be Faraday's. Yeah. And Faraday's then file. you have it where the guys, the rest of the team are in this moon base going through. They end up finding a bunch of dead old, uh, you know, Task Force Thrillers. X guys that, you know, all Thrillers. this stuff. Thrillers. Yeah, yeah. And this, this, this one Task Force X member who was, you know, had his mind transplanted into a gorilla while he's on a covert mission to Gorilla City. And they say his name is Tungsten for whatever reason. Yeah, Tungsten was on. What's Wasn't he called? on the Annihilation Brigade? He was. Uh, uh, that's the other thing, though. Ooh. Tungsten was a guy who at one point was on the Doom Patrol. I I looked it up and it said right. so. Yeah, so it's it's all over the place. But, but yeah. he wasn't a gorilla. No, no, no he wasn't I, I, for a gorilla. I'm telling you, I didn't I didn't go and look it up. But for some reason, though, the, the name Tungsten. Though, I'm like, wasn't that one of the Annihilation Brigade? Because it that's, really just sounded yeah. familiar no, to me. It was Tunguska. It was yeah, Tunguska. Tunguska. Maybe that's what yeah. it was. But yeah, I he was. The actual Tunga, yeah, he was part of the Doom Patrol, but not, like you said, not as a gorilla. They're saying no. all this. All of a sudden, these aliens can go and go on these people and kind of, you know, inhabit their dead bodies and kind of make them alive again at points. And, like, are these offshoots of, like, Starro? What are these goddamn things? Yeah, I don't know, but they're going, and that's the problem is they're like, uh, I think it's Harley. Somebody's like, well, what's going on? Because some of these bodies still have flesh on them. These weren't dead, and you know, yeah, the Rick amount Flag, of years. Yeah, told us that nobody's been here for decades yeah, before this bullshit and oh, then he's in fact, like oh. that also before this we see rick flag get possessed by red yeah, he gets and possessed, and that's the worst part and but just turn like, around right there why are you even still going? but even that they see him and they're he's like he tries to explain oh it's because i'm not close enough to yeah, the to the heart and and by this point you can't even follow the story very well it, it's so just strung along and nothing and it, it's just the pacing is off this to right me. here is is three issues we've just had that should have been one yeah period. Because then you get there, and then, like you said, we find out that this isn't one of those. It's almost like you should have had Ripley uh, asking if they were going to kill it or bring it home. Because they, you know, and that Paul whole Reiser, deal. Paul Reiser, he's just being all Paul Reiser's like, no, no, it. we're we're not going to bring it home. We're not going to try to, uh, you know, do any tests or anything. But yeah, he's going to let it out, and that's basically all this was was a ruse because he was being controlled or there in the deal, and this red wave monster is coming out. But the thing with me is, I don't care. I don't know what this red wave monster is and really i i don't care and that's how it ends the, the regular but again part of like the issue. last issue i had a bit of fun with the backup the backup yeah. was the yeah, best part i liked it a lot i'm telling like we got a wheel. war wheel like, yeah. every time yeah, we see a war, war wheel, wheel i yeah. get happy 
And it's the whole thing with Faraday and, you know, the, the team. The art is great. The, uh, yeah, and, then, and you're awesome. leading into not, a whole and deal. Not, not, the art, not the other art was bad, but I no. just I love Taurus. But all stuff. this leads into a cliffhanger where you have the moon landing, which also right. includes Rick Flagg. Yeah. You know, that was kind of scrubbed off the record, and they encounter an alien, and that's pretty cool. That, and it looks like that's what that was the start of the red wave. All the stuff the we're of red seeing. Wave, right? Yeah, we're seeing the start of that. But I do like it, and I like to pretend that King Faraday has the voice like the guy who's in charge in <laughs> Team America. That's all I yep. keep thinking of. Jeez, Flag, what have you and your buffoons dug up this time? <laughs> I love that voice. It makes me laugh so much. But yeah, the, the ending I kind of like. I like that everybody's smoking it up. King yeah. Faraday, he always has a cigarette, and then there's guys Why smoking he's pipes. He's punching punch Nazis. He's looking yeah. at uh, yeah, know, this is a man. Yeah, that's fun. This is some fun stuff here. The yeah, stuff we're dealing with on the moon with Rick Flagg's fucking grandfather. I don't care I'm about that you, at it all. I'm almost telling you, it almost two page backup. It's all I look forward to in this. It, it almost book seems as yeah. if like you have Rob Williams, and you see in this backup, it can be fun. He's he's saddled with this goddamn team that was part of the movie. That that is people have you know that's come and gone. Change up this team. Don't it yeah. doesn't seem like Rob Williams either. These characters don't jive with what he writes, or he just has no concern with them. And how can we if well, it's well, just this boring myself. story? What are you gonna do with with? Yeah, Harley, all the, I'm every telling issue, you, and, and Enchantress yeah. is just a too much of a god level being to be in yes. every issue. You and, know? and bring the, her out uh, sometimes, you know. That for would a while, you had you had Diablo kind of in the background all the time, never doing anything. And I guess editorial said to him, like, listen, you got to get out Diablo involved. Now he's just yelling, fucking, hey, homie, and then yeah, shooting fire. Right? fire well, yeah, and we know. even have to have the goddamn, you know, almost the movie callback because we have With the movie. The daughter. That's right, Holmes. We're the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And then you, I'd say, yeah. Then you have Deadshot, which all he seems to be able to do or want to do is the whole thing with the daughter. And it's just like, come on now. this The movie is, is well past the deal. They yeah. need to change this team. We've been saying it all along. That and I guess maybe it'll take a creative team change for them and, like, to actually what do, change. What are we doing with Katana? All we're doing is talking about. I still can't hear the spirits in my sword. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Katana. And then every time nothing. you do this, I think that Harley has said multiple times, this, oh, they say I'm the crazy one." Boy, this <laughs> it's is the on, same it's joke on over repeat. and over again. But yes, yeah. uh, here we go again. What did, what did you give it, Reggie? So, I mean, all those things to say are 100% correct. They need to change up the team. They need to at least get Enchantress off and, like, yeah. you know, put, maybe put some toys away and put, pull some out and change it up a little bit. Even if they did keep the Deadshot and Harley at the head of it, those are supposed to be, like, the core. Yeah, those are two cooler members of my yeah, mind. Uh, you know, let's mix up the rest of the group for a little while, at least, you know, for, for a mission, an arc or two. I also think this this is being written for a trade. It's way expanded. Everything we've seen could have been an issue, an issue and a half. And uh, I think it's just going to kind of be a lame six-issue run when we get down yeah. to the end of it. But Barnaby began to draw some good art, and that yeah, like backup, that backup is probably the most intriguing thing. And yeah, uh, it is. really, would almost want to see more and more of that. To be honest with you, as far as the secret history of Task Force X, so but in the end, I gave to. this a six point five out of ten. Yeah, uh, I like the art a lot. I also, and one of the things that we say, and we've been saying, and we're not the only ones who are saying it about changing the team. They gotta change it so that there's a possibility that somebody will die. You you can't have yep. these characters just going on and on. The funny thing about the ending is it actually 
really, really seems to me like it. all it reminded me of is the beginning of the Martian Manhunter series that Rob yeah. Williams did, where you ended up having the, you know, the space capsule and they went and opened it and there was aliens. So that kind of made me laugh, remembering that that was Rob Williams. And then the moon well. of Phobos came alive and came yeah, towards yeah, the Yeah, that Earth. crazy thing. But uh, the whole deal is... This isn't an awful issue. It's just like you said. The problem is, is that the main story, the main Mm. story, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, there's no way you didn't know that eventually, that you know, the Rick Flags, all this would end up being that they were going to let the red wave out. But the art was still good. I like that little bit of a backup, and I'll still give it a six point five. I'll go six five and go with that. What do you give it, Eric? I look forward to the backup most of anything. I'm telling you, I don't know if it's just because I'm not invested in this book anymore. I really didn't think about them like letting a freaking red wave out of the thing. It never crossed my mind because I don't think I'm thinking about future issues or what the story's doing in general. But the art is great in this issue, but uh, it's just the same jokes over and over again. So I can't give it, it more is. than a 5.5, and I think that's being generous. Oh, Well, what fair is enough, the next one? Enough, what is the next one, Reggie? I want to hear what song. <laughs> you just want to get to that Beatles song yeah, right away. That's all you want. It <laughs> Yesterday it's, uh, it's going to be. How about that? It's no. uh, well, you'll you'll have to find I'll out. It's Harley Quinn number thirty-one, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by John Timms and Hi-Fi. I'm fixing a hole <sighs> where some plot got in to keep my readers purchasing until we do go. Blink. Bling, 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 bling. I'm stretching some scenes, several pages, it's fine to keep my readers on the line till number 35. Bling, ding, 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 ding. And it really doesn't matter if Harley's nuts or not, if she shows her butt or not, because we're stuck. We're leaving the book because ideas don't grow. We don't know where to go. And yes, it shows. I'm writing a scene that's redundant and dull. But some will say it's still wonderful. Because they are slow. And then fade out. And fade. <laughs> that's it. Yes. That's it. The song I, ends on a fade, and uh, yes, I, I can't really. I'd have to walk yes. away from the microphone. I can't. Yes, you would. You're not. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, here we go. Eric. Eric's already told me. He's like, boy, a lot of talking in that there. Harley. A lot of talking about nothing. Only talking. talking. We have the all talk. It's like talk radio here in yeah, Harley Quinn. All talk, uh, all the time. Uh, it's, uh, well, the best know. part about it's, this issue is the variant cover. Yeah, I actually I no, not even no. I'm sorry, not the very. It is the actual cover because I think that shirt she's wearing is sexy as hell for whatever reason. I actually, I actually thought I like it was weird because I actually like the the talk that the Harley Sin and her have in the car. Uh, oh, but then I just remember that it's not going to end up being anything anyway. No, there, and, there, there are a couple of character moments in this as a you know longtime Harley reader that have some meaning, but there's so much padding and bullshit yeah, yeah it's is. it's almost unbelievable and it's like this story which i wasn't super invested in anyway harley for mayor you know yeah. i thought it would have been cool if harley did become mayor we kind of figured funny. out she she wasn't going to be mayor like an issue or two ago and we were like all right but now yeah. that that bottom seems to have dropped out the election seems to be meaningless Rigged it's all about this like yeah. uh, quickie kidnapping and uh you know in the end we have uh, harley uh, to be honest like 
it's really sort of a Harley doesn't do anything funny. There's nothing funny no. in this issue or fun. No, the, it's the very only thing tense and sad. The only thing I took from this is I, I for some reason I, I got uh, the thing that Jimmy Pomiani and Amanda Connor are really trying to show you that overall you have Harley, you have the jokes, you have her being insane, but in the end, even somebody like Harley Sin, she'll care about and try to help because in the end, she really is like a character who will help anybody yeah. and and that that's all i took from it and that kind of made me smile a little when she was trying to help harley sin in the car and kind of it's talking to her. like listen yeah, that, it just goes on and on though before. but i did like that to the point where when harley sins like why would you help me what do you mean you know i i like you and you know it doesn't matter if you tried to kill me or whatever it's kind of my fault and i was yeah. like okay you know what i don't mind harley being this this character that because again th- then oh, you can I, tie I it in of why she ended up falling in love with the joker and all this it's because that she is, cares too much the greatest feat of this book is to change harley quinn from a you know, Joker's window dressing, arm candy or whatever, yeah, to just... a fully fledged, realized character that is has heroic tendencies. Like she yeah, really has. That, that's fine, ed- and I like that. But uh, it's wrapped around in a lot of nonsense and dialogue that goes nowhere, and a story that seems like uh, Palmiani and Connor are themselves bored with and, and I, don't I, have anywhere to go. So they have to throw these other things in. You could have had this again. We always say like, oh, it's it's going to be six issues, and it could have been two or whatever. But you could have condensed this and just had a lot of. This is a book that's you know made for jokes and made. To have fun while you have a a, a fucking election that, that's like ripe for any sort of craziness you could hardly do like some hate ads and things and not understand sure. how to do them and things just or even stick in this, in this issue where essentially one thing happens and that's that Harley Quinn and Harley Sin go to try to rescue Mason no. uh, with macabre from macabre, uh, yeah. kidnapping they get they get caught themselves and they're made to watch mason die and then we could in between that put a lot of funny jokes and games yeah, there's no jokes Folks, and you you have you ever heard of a fart you joke? have i know well yeah you have big tony and you got red tool they don't do shit they go and yeah. they, you know and again maybe some the weird thing about it is if it was another comic i could be like okay they're doing their thing they're doing that but we have been set up for this comic to be that jokey deal and you don't get it here. I, I mean, well, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm looking for that in a Batman comic. or even No, like a, but now when when you don't get it, it, it really throws it out. You have, like I said, Red Tool and Neil, they're, they're in a, what's her name's apartment trying to figure out her, her house or whatever. Yeah. And, Madison and Berkowitz. Madison. Yeah. And you could, and they, they start with like, oh my God, how many people have this underwear? And it made me think because Red Tool cleans his shit in his, in his sink. Very simple. Oh, yeah. To you me. were totally Red Tool. Oh, today. that made me, that made me <laughs> laugh. But it didn't go from there. Like, I would have loved where, oh no, the police are here. And somehow, like, you have to have them dress as women. You know, you have a lot of opportunity for zany fun. Then yet you, you have. Poison Ivy in just to say, no, no, you stay here. You know, and uh, oh, no, uh, oh, Mason's mom, no, Madame McCuff, no, you stay here as well. We're, we're going to take care of this. And it's just nothing was fun. It, it just, you so just. The only get... bit of freaking you know, normal Harley kind of zaniness you get is when she's saying goodbye to Poison Ivy when she goes yeah, on her mission. She's like, is that your hand on my behind? That was, I don't kill the moment. And I, I imagine it's like, shh, don't kill the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those, which is funny. But other than that, 
And in it's my mind, that's not even tough. a right freaking thing to say because in my mind, Poison Ivy is used to Harley's hand being on her butt. Yeah, really. And, and, but yeah, now that but, she's with Mason, she doesn't know where you know things are at with them. But e- the even the whole thing, thing. Mason, cool. Mason goes <laughs> off. He's taken away. He's taken to uh, the uh, Fire Island. Yeah, Fire Island, and mayor, uh, the mayor's ex-wife's uh, thing that he, she didn't get. No, and all of this is like this mystery that you're supposed to have in this detective work is just shoved at you to yeah. just get you there at the end. There's nothing that happens where you're like, oh my god, that's clever. That's that. It's just it is. They could have been in any warehouse anywhere. Yeah, and, and also, it, yeah, it's just it's PA just padding till they get there. And then they get there, you know, you have this guy out standing guard, Harley's about to shoot him with a sniper rifle, and then a guy from behind comes, and then she trash talks, they shoot Harley Sin in the in the leg, I'm like, yeah, now it's really not fun, like all of a get sudden real. now, it, it's getting into a Quentin Tarantino movie here. <laughs> and, and the thing just... is, this ending though, I actually thought was awesome, because I would never expect this in a freaking no. Harley book for how dark it got out of nowhere. This yeah, well, it did, but you don't see it on camera, so I'm also. sure they didn't even do it. It's going to end up a creator own shit is like this a lot. Just well, that's the thing I was going to say. Jimmy Palmiotti is a guy who writes a lot of violent comics, so this yeah. really it works into his you know wheelhouse, but not not here. And it's almost like now they you know they have been told at this point that they're going to be off the book or they quit. I don't know how it went I down. I kind of think quit. that they I mean, backed really. off. Yes, I think that yeah. they decided it was too much, you know, doing two issues a month and all this grind. They've been doing it forever that they wanted to end. Now they're going to go out on their terms and they're going to just make this violent as hell. And it's it time just, to kill all the characters we yeah, created. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, everyone and everyone not, to play yeah, with our toys. Yeah, because it looks like Harley Sin's going to be done. And, you know, you have this. I'm sure Red Tool is going to be walking right under that. Yeah, really. She got her leg on a foot shot. It's just crazy. But uh, and I'm not even going to go into the fact that I I know a lot of people have talked to me and I I've already warned them against it. But like, oh, my daughter likes comics. I'm going to get her uh-huh. Harley Quinn. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, oh, I no, wouldn't no. go that route. Don't do this. There's a lot of other comics. You get the you know superhero girls. You could get the uh, you know the bombshells book. Don't get. But now, like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, I could just see these little girls crying or whatever. But it's not for them anyway. So I I can't have any sort of anger about that but no you know other than that again these these i i apologize reggie these books this week of yours it's just kind of a lot of padding all right. and, li- and again me and eric were talking a lot of our books it, it seems like our books are all padding it out recently I just, yeah i don't understand uh, overall dc i think has got to uh walk away from this twice monthly yeah. thing I, I i'll hand it to them as far as having actually effectively done it yeah, yeah, yeah they, they proven they can do it. You know, they, I don't, I don't think they've missed. Uh, they've slipped by weeks, you know what I mean, within the month. But I don't think they've missed a month on a double shipping yet. Uh, some books have missed months, but not a double shipped one. I'm no, here's the months. deal: they had uh, a problem once with the Flash that got delayed a week when the the button deal uh, yeah. was going, and a couple, a couple of the monthly books, like an All Star Batman stuff like that, have. Some, but then again, the problem is, the, is you don't, you don't ever, oh, yeah. you don't ever know a specific like we do. We're doing the podcast, but some books can slip. Harley, actually, I do think Harley slipped, slipped a couple uh, times. Yeah, a couple, believe, but, yeah. but but besides but that, it's month, you know, yeah, it's no, no, they still end up coming out that month. But yeah, they yeah. they end up coming out delayed. And we had Green Lantern. Like was pushed back one week one time because it had a snap through with a cover they had to yeah, go back and yeah, redo. Yeah, but uh, other than that, you're right. Yeah, every every month you're getting your deal, and they have stuck with it, and they have done pretty good with that. 
but yeah, I actually think that we I think that we should get back yeah, to once say, a month. We are getting qu- uh, quantity over qu- uh, quality. Yeah, we are. It's, we are. It's simplified no better, really, and, and really because I'm probably because I'm reviewing the book, but an Aquaman that went from twice yeah. monthly to once monthly, and now we're getting every other month is like a, a issue of people standing around doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and now yeah. you you see the formula is to have what you know basically a. a you know, two. One issue worth of story split into two. That's all it yeah, is. You know, so one of them it's people talking and doing shit. And yeah. uh, oh, Dan Abnett even does that with his monthly book Titans. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Yeah, so we got to do something. But yeah, at the end of the at the end of the deal, it basically looks like now Harley has Harley got forced to pull out of the election uh, when they kidnapped Mason, and she even said like, "What? What are they? Why are they going to keep him alive now?" And at the end, it looks like they have shot him. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, what'd you give it, Reggie? Uh, yeah, pretty lame, dull issue. John Tim's a great artist. Glad to see yeah. him draw the entire thing and not get pulled off to for a uh, hallucination or yeah, a uh, yeah. trip into the nether realms or whatever. Uh, in the end, it just sort of a blah issue. Gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, I'll give it a six out of ten too. I'm gonna give it a benefit because I did really like the art. I like that part with Harley and uh, Harley Sim. Yeah. yeah, I just I like the idea that we can see that why you know why Harley does end up helping people and just because that's her. That I like that part of her character. Uh, but yeah, there, it's not a fun book to read anymore, and it used to be at least fun. At least we could sit there and say, if you like Harley, you'll like this issue. We haven't right. said that in a long time because it's just kind of treading water. It shouldn't be twice a month. It really shouldn't, and it's a shame. But what would you give it, Eric? I like that we. Ha- I like this artist on this book. Is it Bruce Tim? You said mm-hmm. John Tim's. John Tim. I oh, always want to fuck that I'm up too. I knew yeah. I was going to say yeah. it wrong, but no, John Tim's. I like him. I thought he was a little two. off on this issue. And uh, yeah, a few like a few faces here and there that seemed really off to me, but um, I'm not invested in the story anymore. And it was just, you know, let's get from point A to point B, but we'll have a lot of talking in between until we get there. And I was just so bored reading. I'm like, I actually thought I was like almost done the issue. I realized I was only halfway through and that fucking <laughs> kills me when that happens. Oh, I hate that feeling. <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed the cliffhanger. It's, it's really dark and like, you know, it's like we have a lot of violence in this book, but the way she was reacting, it got really dark for me. But I found that at least interesting because like, all right, we never really see Harley have this kind of emotion, which I was all about. That's the only part of the book I really enjoyed. So with that, I think I give it a 4.5 out of 10. Jeez. All right. Well, we're going to go off to some mail. We're not having some good scores this week. I even said when when we put up the reviews, when they hit on Wednesday morning at you know 12 a.m., all our reviews go up. And I look, and like all of ours have hit. And I look at the roundup this week, and I'm like, oh. a lot of yellow. A lot of yeah. yellow scores. I was like, oh god. Yeah. I, and because must not love to see that. And it's right because turn. I'm I'm just I'm just doing my books, and I do. I sit there and I get done. I'm like, I know what I gave mine, but I don't know what you guys gave. And I'm like, I hope that they like their books, please. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, nope. They think around the same. Believe me, they. I'd like to. Yeah, and, I would and too. I, we do get enthusiastic when we uh, are into it, but. It's tough to get into some of these lately, but yep. uh, who knows? It is. Big, it is, big but... changes are coming, folks. Big yeah, changes yeah, are coming. Big changes. Uh, we're going to go off. Yeah, the big changes. We will only review books that we think are 9.5 and higher. See wow. you and never. That's that's it. I don't even get if I thought a book is a 10, I'll still give it a 9 4 so I can have a week off. But yeah, yeah we're so, going to go so off now. A lot of time got freed up here. Yes, yeah. Oh, man. I have a lot of time now. My kids will get to re uh, be reacquainted with daddy. But we're going to go off now to some mail. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. 
ship murder. Eric, who would? Everybody. Who would? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. This is mail section number four. We're going to start out with the Hollywood kid, Luke Hollywood. Hey, Luke Hollywood he again. says, they call it the green section. All right, <laughs> peace. peace. <laughs> That's how he starts it off. Never before has there been a section with such mediocre books, but such a good color scheme. I, know. I think we, he says though, this is the you know what he loves. He loves two things. He loves Kyle Rayner, yep. and also I think we need to play the wrong turn oath once again in memory of our fallen section. Eric, I will and always we didn't do that go this with week, that. Did we? I we, I always forget when Reggie's on. So yes, it is long overdue. Here you go, Luke. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escaped my sight. No warthrits, evil mites. Aware of my power, green's light. The warthrits. Still don't know what he says there. And he then he says, know what he, says. He, he doesn't writes, know what half those words mean. He wrote, green's light, your boy from leak slip, the Hollywood kid XOXO. XO, Eric, and that, yes, thank, thank you, you Luke, kid. and I'm glad, I'm glad the Hollywood kid wrote in because we forgot to do the, the thing again. Wrong I turns light. Wrong turns deal. Green's light, Eric. The next email is from All New Dave, and he says, hi, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the entire Get Fresh crew. Beep-bop-be-doop-be-doop. Get Fresh crew. There you go. Action Comics 991 was my only buy this week, and I must say I'm happy with how the Oz Effect wrapped up. This nice. is what's great, though. I love it that people think different things and stuff like that. And that's what makes this hobby such a joy that it is, Eric. I know I was complaining a few mails back, but after you guys pointed out to me that this was an arc and not an event, I lowered my expectations a bit. Also, I don't think I would get an important arc featuring a top character from the other company for $2.99 an issue. And that is true. I yeah. found it hard to get invested in the arc at the midpoint because I was expecting another twist with Jarrell. Now that he's officially Superman's father, I can reread the whole arc. I'm sure I'll enjoy a lot more as a complete story. I hope that Jarrell manages to survive the Doomsday Clock as there is more that can be done with the character, especially as a mentor character for John. And I would We'll agree I want Lex that. Luthor to be that mentor character. I Imagine would too, if but Lex I'll Luther agree. And Mr. Oz are the mentor characters for John and Damien. Yeah, well, tell you. While you have, while you had the beginning and he was bad and all this nonsense and stuff like that, I was like, oh, I, I, he's going to die off. I hope he goes. But now, no. Now I think, and what's going to happen? The next issue is going to start at the grave of Jarrell. He died of kryptonite poisoning. Eric, he's done. I think they're going to burn him on a fucking pyre like they did with Darth Vader. They may, but at, at this point, he's in somebody else's clutch. I don't think you can do that to a Kryptonian, though. So I don't know what the fuck yeah, I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, really. I'll say it again. I don't like the way that Bogdanovich draws Lois and John, especially their faces. There was one face that I had a lot of problems with, but <laughs> there were some great panels. The one where Superman and Jarrell embrace while Superman says he won't let him die was my favorite. The full page where Superman is hearing all the problems of the world was a standout, too, putting sure real was. emphasis on his loneliness and the overwhelming task he faces, helping a world on the edge of hope. You've got to really respect Superman because Super Dave, in his place, would be out snapping necks for some peace and quiet. Super Jim would be doing that as well. Do you remember the character I Super Dave? I talked about doing that to Jess earlier this week. Really? Snapping her neck? That's not nice. No, just people who are making a lot of noise all the goddamn time. That is inappropriate, do with it. and I'm angry about that. I'd be angry as well. Jess, he should not tell you that. You hear me, Jim? I do. 
I do. I didn't I, tell I, her I that. I you. did this. I went up to her and did. I hear Jess from a emotional level. Is that what you? Time t- to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm telling Don't you, you're make a pee. Are you doing that with a pillow slowly going into her face? Yeah. Do you remember the character Super Dave? Do you remember no. that? There was a, a kind of a show, I, I believe, I'd love to say it was like an early Showtime show, like way, way back. But he was like I a normal a guy. guy. He was a normal guy. He was like a normal guy who did weird things, like weird stunts and stuff, like the everyman evil can evil. You have right. to look it up sometime. Right. Not great, but at, at one no, no, little not, bit of time, up, one little bit of time, it, it was like it seemed to be all the rage to me. But it was in his head. Doesn't hold up. Super Dave would be snapping next. Super Jim would just fly off and live on another planet. I'd have the entire planet on lockdown. Overall, I'm happy with the art, which is why I'm sending this mail before I listen to the spotlight and Eric ruins it all by pointing out all the unanswered questions and continuity errors and puts me back in the dark place. Don't blame me, goddammit. He is known sometimes as the cellar dweller, but always as... The Killer of Dreams. Eric oh, Shea. God damn it. I'll finish by following up on my last mail. Success. My fiance loved the Jim Has Issues with His Wife podcast. Nice. And we now have a podcast to listen to together. And I will tell you again, uh, on New Dave, that there will be a couple more a month. So you'll be able to listen to more. And you can listen to me lose my fucking you know, mind, my marbles. Fail. Nobody read the Harley and Ivy meets Betty and Veronica comics I left around the house. <laughs> <laughs> randomly leaving them around the house. I forgot uh, about that. I'm telling you, it reminded me of my, my one buddy was uh, his wife, now wife, but at that point, girlfriend was leaving like Kale's jewelers and all these things around the house and he would get so Zales angry. or a K? I don't know. I don't know which one it was. It was a combo. It was like everyone and it was like a a trillion different ones that she would leave these brochures and things and, and he had had enough he'd just throw them away and get pissed and i really think that that extended the whole time by at least six months of him asking her to marry him because he was like i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna bow down to her nonsense so yeah he eventually did get married to her but it, yeah. it made me laugh oh well you can't win them all hope everyone has a good week i'll try and join the uh, get fresh crew for another monday night football boop, live boop. event and he was there and boop boop and yeah uh, that's another thing. If you're in the Get Fresh crew and go, we are going to start watching some sporting events uh, live on the uh, like a uh, rabbit. What's it called? Chat room. I don't even know what you'd call it. A video chat room. And we had yeah. some fun. We had some fun with that. I'll try to join him. The rabbit. And that was fun. The rabbit. I just wanted. I don't know how, how to explain it. Even a, but if you're in the Get Fresh crew, I'll let you know. Nope. I'll figure it out somehow. Even if I only understood half of what was going on. And that was from All New Dave. What was going on is me commenting on commercials and Brandon telling you that the uh, the fade route was uh, very popular. During oh, that fade route. That, that's basically what it's we very popular hairstyle very too, I hear. popular. Uh, yes, but that is the end of mail section number four, and we're going to go back to some more books. So close, no matter how far. Interviews come straight from the heart Forever trust in Warner's words Cause Jim's reviews matter Jim never opens himself this way To his wife or his family Let's not forget Eric Shea Cause his reviews matter 
Some mail, woo we You just hanging Ooh, that in was the something else. That's hanging right. in the shadows. There, I was We're hanging back. back. I was listening to another podcast on my iPod. Ooh, so you son of a said. bitch! Yeah. You son of a bitch! But it, we're gonna do these next three books of yours, and, and I would love to say that the tone will become more positive. It's yeah. not really going to. I, maybe no. a lot of people. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, I said it. it's a shame. This is a very miserable podcast. This tonight, at least, it's it's a bit miserable. Uh, I like to say it's as we always say, not negative for negative sake, but actually realistic and you know truthful. But it does suck when when this shit is what you would good. call a down week. It is a down right? week. Right, it down really week. is. That's why I need you to bring your A game, Reggie, and start right. us off. With what usually is during your sections our favorite book of the week. It's That's right. not this week though. Go with it, Reggie. Tell us. It is uh, New Superman number seventeen, written by Jean Luen Yang, art by Joe Lalic and Richard Friend. For the benefit of Keenan Kong and all the folks that read along, join a Buddhist church. You have to wear a comfy gown and meditate and sometimes bow. It's not cool to curse. It might seem rude to say, but don't get pissed. We search to know this magazine. And there's concepts in this thing we've never seen. And sometimes Jean Luen Yang gets carried away. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, he got carried away, indeed. Oh, and, yeah. and the art in this is down. It, it really is. And oh, it, it, I mean, it throws I you also, off. I was going to save it to the end, but... That it is hands down the worst thing about this issue. This is the worst art I've seen in a comic book in. Ye- I can't. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I've seen a professional it, comic it, book that it, looked this know. bad. I don't know. It seemed to it's start bad. out Batman okay. Was pretty bad, huh? It, it um, seems. What's that? No, you guys like. I'm talking. Oh about come on! No, that's dead cold. man, you that's son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! Yeah, there's parts in in this and just there's weird things thrown in, including like you have the Green Lanterns there. At least they get the team right. And you have Jessica and Simon here, and they're like, hey, you know, where's the Green Lantern? Because you do have the Justice League of China versus the Justice League here. And yeah. there's just weird. Why bring it up? Why have Aquaman like, oh, I want to meet my counterpart? There is that. And, and you go. And This whole know. meeting, which is supposed to, I mean, to this book's credit, this has been 17 issues that they've gone without the team's meeting. They haven't yeah. pipped that aspect. They've you know, you've that, had individual things happen, but now the, the whole yeah, deal. Little, Little things. If he met Superman already, they met Luther. And as a matter of fact, that's all that happens here too. This meeting with the Justice yeah. League is total nonsense. They get they meet up, they fight because that's what heroes do when they meet each other in yes. modern comic books. Then uh, Superman rips them all out. They all talk. They have little asides that are 
all right, you know what I mean? The mention of, right. of the of the Lantern of China, of course, got us all a little bit jazzed that like maybe then, that's a thing that's going to happen. Then the Aquaman, but, uh, Theo, and I'm like, okay, we're going to go with that. But yeah, like you keep going. Something might happen there, but uh, and you know, Batman being addicted by she is is yeah. good. But essentially, Superman and Keaton go off by themselves to go track down the Red Jade Dragon, which is owned by Luther. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah, surprise. Which which at least has some basis because we saw that when we saw him when I have many issues ago. We saw that he was stealing all these old, you know, Asian artifacts. But uh, not that it really matters. Uh, this Luther looks nothing like Lex Luthor. Not I've ever stealing. Seen. He's That's, buying. He's, yes. That's, I guess. <laughs> uh, this, this Luther, I don't know where the hell this, this guy seems I to have come know. out of. Like, He looks like a character from like uh, the comics in Nintendo Power. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I used to love it. Nintendo Power. sort of looks I'm like out of that. I, I don't uh, know. My big thing is how much has – where has Aquaman been going to this buffet? And I want to go. At one point, he <laughs> looks like he has gained at least 100 pounds for what he uh, usually There's is. a few scenes. I mean, there's a scene where Batman looks like he's got a neck that's oh about a, God. a foot and a half wide. That's why uh, when we first say, see Beijing in the freaking bat, uh, BUV. Oh, he's humongous. At he, least he's No, not even that. He looks like he's six years old. Yeah, yeah, that's true, like baby. It's like very, very cartoony, overly cartoony. And uh, yeah, that's it's it's I was going to try to talk about the book without getting <laughs> into it. But uh, until the very end. But this is really bad, folks. I mean, it's it's this is not this is a person not ready for prime time. And, no. and it's possible that this he, he had to draw this really well, fast. I know. But still, it's just you well, see you that have there's that. a lot. There's a them. weird deal, too. And, and you do have the one thing you have Avery who was actually helped by Flash. She got right. her powers in the Speed Force Storm. But he actually, it's weird. Like, he, they want to make that play of he doesn't want to give up, you know, the secret identities and things like that. But it, it seems like a very awkward connection there. And then you have the weird thing, before we go into what the actual issue is, where Beiji says, hey, Batman, would it be weird to have you sign my cape? Yes. yes. And then the next panel, you see him signing his cape. <laughs> He's there signing. I'm like... What's going on here? What is going on here? He's just breaking balls. He's just breaking his balls. It's weird, too, because I'm I'm all about Avery being in the Justice League of China and how we had the character set up in the Flashbook in the first arc. It's just that it's like I didn't even think about it before how much they aged her up now because now she's yeah. standing face to face with the yep. Flash with the same goddamn. Yeah, at that like, point she was what like twelve. To that little girl, and yeah, it was just this little girl was scared because she couldn't stop vibrating, and he came and it was a big moment of trying to like listen. You got to focus on what's good. You got to focus on what you can control and things like that. And then here it just looks like somebody his age, and it's just odd. But like, tell me exactly what happens in this issue, Reggie. Let's go. Well, Let, so let's you, have you, some. You, you brought us through this whole great meeting with the Justice League with all the hilarious moments and asides and what have you. And then that's when uh, Superman and Keenan, they uh, take off. They pick up the energy signature and they uh, dip out to go check out the uh, Red Jade Dragon, which is over at Luther's compound, which yeah. I guess is over nearby or it doesn't matter for them. Uh, they hop in. Luther's in there dressed like a man in black. He's got a bunch of really ugly looking Luther bots swarming Flex around. Bots. Lexbots, yeah. all right. And, and I'll uh, just say, I just say, interrupt for a second, is they're going to get that because all Yang has told Keenan that if he gets that, he'll get all his powers and become uh, the Emperor of China. Right, the, that's the, the idea. The Superman, Emperor and Superman. And already wants to, already said he wants, he's, he plans to get that, but then he's going to pull yeah. switcheroo on, on yeah, uh, he's all pull Yang. The Whatever yes. the fuck is going on with the all Yang, that is like a total mystery. I just don't really understand 
what that is, what's, yeah. what that's all about, quite frankly. I just, I just don't get it. Uh, the fighting right over here, Luther's, is totally superfluous. God, Luther has a face right here in profile that is the worst. <laughs> this is worst. one of the, this is one of the worst things I've good. It looks like it's something out good. of the golden age. It looks like shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Eden busts in. Superman kind of like di- you know causes a diversion uh, up top, and he keeps fighting Lex and the, and the uh, Lex bots. Well, this well, is actually the one funny thing I really liked about the issue because the Lex when he like fighting you know, Superman and stuff. Yeah, because or, yeah. Lex Luthor like Keenan Kong goes through. He's like, I'm going to go get the J Dragon, and Luthor tells the bots stop Superman, and they all start fighting the American yeah, Superman. Well, and the thing is, I didn't know if they, they were going to play this. At, like, it goes a couple pages until it's like, yeah. what, like you fools, you stupid robots, why aren't you yeah. going against him? You told us to fight Superman. Yeah. Not I that actually one. thought, too, it was like, I actually, at first, I would have liked it if it was just a standing order. And it's like, oh, I, I forgot to get rid of that standing order. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, you I didn't have Protocol 5, yeah, you should have said Super Hyphen Man. That would have been yeah. a lot more yeah. sense. Yeah, Super Hyphen Man. Uh, <laughs> so when but he gets his red, when he gets his red jade dragon that doesn't look like it's made of jade and it seems to change shape constantly, I don't know why. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's a it red jade. Look, yeah, That's it's... fine. I, I believe me. What I know about jade could fit on the head of a pin, so I'm not. Yes. I'm not going to claim there's not a red or many colors of jade. But it's apparently like this this last piece is just to make his powers on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all the powers he already had it's on all this. It's such does. a weird thing that we had this really introduction is. of the freaking, you know, the red jade dragon last issue. You gotta go find that so you can unlike, you know, unlock magically your unlock powers. your powers. I'm like, God damn it, why do I like I know we they originally were gonna have this you know, series was gonna end at issue eighteen the next issue. It's just such a rush job that does not this make is all sense. It is. It's just run. a rush to get you to an end, he has to have all his powers to be whatever. Well, at the end, you see what's going to happen. He's going to fight the real, you know, Red Jade Army or whatever comes through right. with the All Yang, and that's it. That that's and now and he has to have you know, it. And, the, and another problem I have with it, they might explain it for next issue because you know, it was originally supposed to be the final issue. But the one thing he has unlocked all the trigram, uh, tri, I can't even say the trigrams to his power, and even the body part head power is still unknown when yeah, we see all unknown. these unlocks. That'll be so how like, he wins. We know yeah, that. I guess. That, yeah. It's just set up that that's, that's going to be the mysterious. Yeah, it's going to be the Care Bear stare, and it's going to end it all then, and that's yeah. how it's going to happen because all Yang does show up after he does unlock his powers and has the Jade Dragon, and then basically says, you know, oh, you know what? You're so disappointing that you don't want to be Emperor Superman, you know, like the other guy who ended up, you know, pretty much getting destroyed. So I don't know why he's pushing that so much, but he's like, you know, you've convinced me that it's impossible to restore order to the realm of humans, so I will destroy it myself. Because look, you gave me the means. The you unlocked the J- red jade dragon itself. It's a portal to another realm, and then all of a sudden, oh. the realm of the demigods, and they come out. Which, I'm like, which God could be a pretty it. cool looking page if it oh, wasn't yeah. going like shit. It's, uh, that one's probably the all best of it. With solar sentient energy to give somebody the powers. Now the, well. the problem with this, the problem with this last page is it could have been good, but the the, the anatomy of multi-faces like i've seen oh, some it's i've so seen bad. some of eric's action figures with you yeah. know with these guys and uh you have many to have faces. these many faces would not like these faces don't even look like they could spin to the oh they look no, it is it is really bad that is it's the most bad. disappointing thing the story is really, you know, like you say, very condensed and it's just a lot of to give him the powers. Going that's on. all. Even the meeting of Justice League is yeah. totally forced. Well, and, and uh, even that, yeah, you have a, a cool thing at the beginning where they're stuck in that, you know, the bat bot thing. Right. But it meant nothing. 
because no. Superman just came, ripped the thing out, and said, "Hey guys, what are you doing? Oh, it's just us. Let us." Yeah, oh, let's be God. pals. All yeah. right, you know. Yeah, but okay, I love we're that pals. Bad thing at the end of last issue, but this one it had no uh, meaning. And, at you all. know, out of nowhere, Wonder but, Woman's uh, hung out with the White Snake. There you oh go. yeah, and that, that part bothered me. I'm glad you brought that up. She met David Coverdale, the the singer from White Snake. She she actually toured that's what she with him at one there. point. Yeah, that's what she. I, I just really hope that she met White Snake and her and her husband at the long a long long time ago. It was ten years ago because <laughs> well, you didn't leave them a scare until ten years ago. Yeah, that you ain't going to hang that, out with people. That's it's way off. It's like you had this whole thing happen, and you know Gene Luan Yang has set up this this Justice League, and then like okay, Bayshi would go, and he'd be you know. He's all excited about Batman. He's a fanboy. Batman's interested. Oh, you made this, whatever. You have Avery in the Flash, and you have Wonder Woman. And the, yeah. This, you know, there's, there's not, not really, really, there's not really a one-to-one. Uh, there's not really a connection yes. there, so it didn't really work so, out. So. And out of nowhere, too, because we have this whole thing. I can kind of understand the motivation a little bit, but we have Keenan Kong acting just a straight-up jerk again throughout this to Superman, yeah. Alex Luthor, just to get to this red dry, uh, yeah, Jay it was Dragon. Weird. Even that, he, yeah, he it just was reverts weird. back to what he used to be. You know, he's not even a hero-like character anymore because he's going about things all wrong. Yeah, 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 that was. It was really pushed because you had to have Lex. And it's a weird thing anyway. This book has skirted that issue between Lex being a good and bad guy more than what we've seen in others. And uh, Gene Luan Yang really wants Lex to be that, you know – over the top asshole, but he shouldn't be that anyway. No, so right. it, it comes off now, a little. Now. It comes off a little. If awful anything, he should be a little more like you know uh, subtle about it. And, oh, you know, maybe, subtle be a I, to me. Dickhead, but, but to me, I would thing. think that Lex would go full in and and want Keenan on his side and oh, be yeah. like, "Oh man, you're He'd the kind of Superman I'd like." Yeah, I would have liked that. And why not have him at one point in his goddamn Lex Superman? You know, the the Super Lex outfit, but he's just there and like, "I'm a businessman." Uh, you know. Oh, whatever. He's dressed it, for a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's the problem. <laughs> the and yeah, awful. I mean, it looked like a cheap, shitty, like. Well, cheap. and that's the thing is, like Reggie said, <laughs> it, it, the drawing even looks golden age, but it's also the characterization of it is kind of that as well. It's over the top, and and you know the Lex who he's going to buy his way out of anything, and he's going to be against Superman and all that. It just doesn't play well in the overall scheme of what we get in the regular continuity here. And so I, it was off. But uh, the biggest problem of this was the art. The second biggest was the rush to the end to be able to get the powers the first, i mean the first we, biggest was the art the second yeah. was the story i'm yes yeah, so there you it was the perfect compliment uh but <laughs> you had you have 17 issues we have spent 16 dribs and drabs of getting his powers but because of that and because of the characterization and leading it to it in such a good uh, that everything was like you always say reggie you say like a lot of things weren't earned up until now most of the things were very earned like you oh, would right. sit there and all of a sudden he's trying this and he'd relax and he gets a super hearing and okay you know what i see the progression i see that he's become a better person this issue like eric said it's a combo he becomes an asshole again and gets his powers. Everything is off in this issue. It's yes. just so weird. But what they said is he's doing the next issue. Obviously, that ends this this whole entire arc. Then there's going to be one issue that somebody else taking over for one issue. And then Gene Luan Yang said when he comes back with issue 20, it's going to be a big change to this whole thing. And I, I would assume that he means you're going to get some Green Lanterns, maybe an Aquaman. We'll see how that goes. I think that that was a hint when they said, oh, you know, hey, 
yeah, where's the Green yeah. Lanterns? Oh, well, we heard about those. Hey, where's my counterpart? Uh, you know, it's funny because Aquaman just—he ends up just standing there. It's just nonsense. But yeah, he's used to that. that that's yeah. kind of what he does. That's poor yeah. Guy. What'd you give it, Reggie? Uh, everything you said is correct, but you know, uh, the story was lame, and I would have gone probably lower than ever just on that. But this art is absolutely awful. It's uh, worth not getting the book for. It's you know, when we when people talk about whether a story can be dragged down by art, here you go. It is yeah. obliterated by this. It's just a painful look at. I gave this, and let me tell you, it was tough for me to do this. Would gave it a four point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to go 4.9. I'm going to go, I, it's not a fuck you five. I just like this book too much, and I like the characters, yeah. but it's close. And uh, it's just a shame that you have all this. But like you said, we, we've been averaging probably an 8.5 uh, with yeah. this whole series. We love everything. I would love to say that we are, you know, some of the biggest proponents of buying this and getting this in trade and, you know, hoping that it would continue. So this is mm-hmm. nothing that we're saying that, I believe will carry over to the next issue. I, I don't. I think that it'll end up with a, a good issue where now everything is unfortunately, you know, rushed here to be able to have this next issue where we're going to have yeah. some resolution and stuff. I, Though, I think so too. He, he, the, he, I, I hope. Can write. He knows what he's he doing. He does and, know what yeah. he's doing. The problem he's is, is you have, good, you have a lot of you have a lot of shit dangling though. So I we're going to have to see how that goes with his mom, his dad, all this other stuff. And the all Yang and the, you know, demigod. I mean, there's a lot that he's got to tie in. Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll give him like a couple extra pages even. I don't know, but we'll see. But, yeah, what would you give it, Aaron? I'm with Reggie with a 4.5 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, we really like this book, but not this time. Uh, let's go off to another super book. Another super <laughs> uh, book that was yeah. – that was- Arguably less super, uh, but yeah. I guess more expected. It was Superwoman number 16, written by Perkins, art by Stephen. Damn right, Perkins, yeah. Reggie. I saw you. I, I saw on the I, site. I was so happy I, that you put I, Perkins. I, I, I love Perkins. You told me how to do. I'm gonna Damn do right, that, I told you. Perkins. I like I like waffles, and I hate pancakes. Unlimited coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like pancakes, though, but I like waffles at Perkins. I've had those before. But go. Not your Waffle House, though, Reggie. I, I'm trying, oh, not, I'm trying to get now. away from uh, getting into this book, but I guess you have to keep going. Go, Reggie. It's uh, Stephen Segovia, Art Thiber, 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 Hi-Fi. When I find my comics just a double of the last issue I did read. Rip me off for four bucks, let it be. And if the villain is just so stupid, a posthumous conspiracy. You just have to shrug your shoulders, let it be. Let it be, let it be, yeah, let it be, let it be. This comic's going to be canceled, let it be. Yes, yes, indeed, Reggie. Very yep. somber song there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this book is heading to cancellation. And it sure it's, is. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's doing stumbling on the way. Uh, yeah, this yeah. whole issue, you realize was mostly us watching the characters learn everything we learned in the last issue. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if, if you remember it, because I, I can understand if you want to put it out of your mind, but literally we, I we barely learned, remember it. The only I, I new really thing we, we learn here is Tracy 13 has to surf the internet with, like, you know, uh, pads uh, Plugged in. Heart monitors, yeah. <laughs> yeah heart to monitor plug herself on. in. And, uh, you know, a little bit of backstory as to kind of where this uh, – 
why this, you know, that this thing's all cooked into Lena Luthor. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. And as soon as I saw Lena Luthor again, I'm like, God damn it, why would you go back to this? Again, oh, you're going to go no. back there because this is what I, I told you, Eric. This is exactly like I like my comedy where they start off. You start off okay, your comedy but- show with a joke, and then at oh. the end, in a you weird way, yeah. it goes back to that joke and the punchline hits. It's not hitting. But, yeah, this is just a roundabout circle to completely stop the, you know, end this whole series where it began and make it yep. the the circle of life. Unfortunately, <sighs> that first arc was a horror show. It was and, terrible. Uh, no one knows what the fuck even happened really by the end of it with like no. the the time cubes and the something yeah, or other. Yeah, but no, uh, yeah. the hyper cubes uh, and all that. This, it's this nonsense. This makes more sense than that, but it is really yeah. uh, very disappointing. Uh, and again, before we even go on, I'll give Perkins some credit. I mean, it's not like. She writes bad dialogue. It's not, you know, it's just, I don't think she got a chance on this book anyway. And she's trying desperately to, to end this. And it, it's not great. I, I'm telling you, I'm not going to pretend it's great. It's just, I, I don't think that she got much of a chance because I it's actually like out her. of its steer, you know what yeah, I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's not, this... but you're right. I mean, the dialogue is, is okay. And yeah. like the moments are all right, I guess. But the fact that it's the same information that there's a computer virus that is it's sucking people up and as it sucks up more people it gets more energy and becomes more solid in the end it's obviously you know it's going to be lena luther trying to assemble itself it sucked up steel he's in some crazy void you don't want to be in there and uh that's about it yeah Uh, and they they have all these people and then uh, the other thing is uh they they find out that what's going on because Lois is there. She's spouting off binary code, which at the beginning she's saying it. I'm like, you have, you have some very smart people here, and yeah. very smart computer savvy people. And I was yelling, she, she's speaking binary code. Just stop it and figure out what she's saying because she's just yeah. saying numbers. And yet they're like, what's she talking about? And then they finally get it. And that's where you get the hero moment is that Lana knows that she shouldn't jump into this black hole void that Midnight is. And she will. And she'll go to save the day. And you find out that it is Lena. And there's not much else to this. There, there and really I'm telling is. you, in my mind, this is the way for Lana Lang to lose her powers so this book can I end and put yeah. everything back in its goddamn place I where it should that, be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's I, all I don't controlled know. by uh, by midnight at the end, which is you know essentially Lena Luther co- computer construct. And that's and- the thing is like I don't think she's going to release Lena Luther. I think it's just going to be this midnight character, and it's going to suck the power out of it and try to freaking free Lena Luther. But she's going to use that power to overload, and by the end, we're going to be left where we were with the Lena Luther, where it seemed like she didn't have powers anymore. But this time, it's going to stick. Yeah, that's I, exactly I, I, what happened I'm, in the yeah. net. Yeah, you know that? that's true. No, no it didn't. Yeah. Dude, that's yes. not what happened in the net? Oh, I don't know. Nobody <laughs> Lena Luther was in the net, right? <laughs> Honestly, uh, you could probably convince me of this. <laughs> I, I actually think that it'll end, and Lana will end up not knowing if she has powers or not. We may get a hint that she does just in case they want to do in something the last later. Pad, she'll wink and it'll be like a little red light. Yeah, like, her eyes will glow. Yeah, right, she'll right, fucking right, touch you know? something, and it'll shock somebody. I don't know. It's, I don't know, uh, maybe I will. Blink, yes. you know, Blink. But yeah, in this, you, you know, what else What What else do you have? Uh, we pretty much spelled out what little that we got because not much is happening in this. Maximus and, standing around. Uh, yeah, Maximus just standing, standing around. around. That, yeah. So that's nice. They're, they're all there. But everyone's there, you know what I mean? You definitely see the whole cast of characters and Steel is in the void, so. 
I just want to know that all of Metropolis is getting thrown into this black hole. Where are the other heroes? It looks like everybody in this city and buildings and shit are going in. Metropolis is fucking destroyed again. Yeah, again. It's so much about property damage. It'll be fine. A lot of that stuff that comes out with Bondo. People concern me, Reggie. Telling you, the one person gets flung so bad they lose their shoes. There's oh a show God, flying around. I don't like that. There is. I see a lady's flying around. There's a shoe there. I don't even know if it's that lady's shoe. I can't tell you. It's it's very upsetting to me. Somebody lost their shoes. But yeah, they just really anything else? <laughs> Are we gonna just get through this? Because the, the art's okay. It's I like the art. I actually like the art. It's just not enough going on. Yeah. yeah. Some scenes are better than others, but it's it's pretty much good overall. And yeah. uh, I'll tell you what the one big difference between the first arc is that, like I say, the layout. At least it's more it's clear, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the art. In the book, it's just not that interesting, and it's the same shit as the last yeah, book. It is. So, it is. That's uh, not great. No, no, it is not. Uh, what'd you give it? I gave it a 5.5 out of 10 and probably just came up because I think it looks okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go 5.5 too because I think the art's pretty good. I really like Lana in this. I think she looks great. And I like the overall, that, that like you said. This big destruction scene is pretty good. The, yeah, the, and I, I like, like you said, at least it's clear. I know what's going on. The art doesn't, you know, make me confused like the story and art did at the beginning of the series. And I can go series, with it. The stories are really confusing still. Yeah, it's just, I'm telling you. bring back that Lita Luther fucking nonsense? It's it's funny because as we're reading it, most people, they hear a book has been canceled. They're not going to read it. We're going to do it for the podcast and the site. And as I'm reading, I'm like, huh, I wonder what that's all about. Nah, it's getting canceled anyway. Let's keep moving on because I they're not going to be able Nothing is going to set up anything except the next issue. And, you know, from there on, you're not going to have to worry about it. So what would you give it, Aaron? I would give it a 4.9 out of 10, and it's mostly like I really do enjoy the art in this book. It's just you had the opportunity, Perkins. You you started out strong yeah. trying to yeah, make this I really book that works. Yeah, I really like the beginning. And is it because you know it's ending that you say, fuck it, I'm going back to what ruined it to begin with? What are you doing I to me th- here? I actually think that she's probably been told every step of the way what to do because at the beginning – really seemed like she was going to have Lana not have powers and go with the suits and go right. with that. Then out of nowhere, the suit remembered her powers and oh she got God. it back and that was all pushed aside. I don't think that she would have come up with that. That's not something that, you know, a new writer is going to go, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this. It seems to me she jumped on this book to kind of finish it out, doing what they she was told, trying to write a good script to what she's told she has to do. And I, I, like I said at the beginning, I don't think she had a chance to do anything because there's some very odd decisions throughout this little bit of a run she had, especially after that beginning where I read that first issue. I'm like, I think this book can get better. I think it's better. I think that Perkins on it is going to change this up. We're going to have some yeah. things. I think that when she got on it, they already had told her, listen, you're going to be on for five issues, whatever it ends up being. You're on for this amount. You have to tell this. You're going to do that. I, I don't think she she had much uh, to do with anything because this book was doomed. It's almost like we think with Chris Sabella jumping onto uh, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle, the, yeah. the, the, the editorial has to get involved pretty much. Or all of a sudden, Chris Sabella is setting up things that he, oh, I'll get back to that like 15 issues down the, he only got four. You know, you better tie it back. So I really do think when a book like this 
ends up with a lot of editorial, you know, people saying like, you're going to do this, this, and this, just make it work. And tying it back to Lena, I just think that they wanted to have some sort of ending to that. So she's not just out there in the abyss yeah. and we'll see. But, it's a typical you know, thing, you know? Yeah, it, it sucks. But, uh, here we go. Here's the last book of your, the your books, last Reggie. Book of uh, the week this was for me. a book where me and Eric actually talked about it on a spotlight the first time. It was yeah. a book that nobody knew who was going to review it and, mm. until the day you're like, oh. And I said, oh, I thought you were going to do it. Eric thought everybody was going to do this and then weren't. But here we go. What is it, Reggie? It is Ragman number two, written by Ray Fox, art by Inaki Miranda and Eva de la Cruz. Hey, dude, don't make it bad. Take that torture and make it better. Remember, you didn't mean to run from your squad. Then you can start to make it better. Hey, dude, don't be so sad. Demonic hellscape is stormy weather. Remember, you didn't ask to be wrapped up in rags. Then you begin to make it better. Better, better, better. I want to get into it. Yes, here we go. Ragman, uh, if you aren't on the Patreon, you wouldn't have heard me and Eric. Ragman, Ragman, come bring your Ragman. Oh, I was, or that, or you could have, because he's the Ragman. Yeah, that would have worked out. That would have worked out pretty good. But uh, when me and Eric talked about it, actually, we we thought of the first issue uh, was a little bit of like the mummy. Was one thing, but yeah. I actually came out of it kind of feeling, you know, kind of intrigued by this and kind of, I don't know, excited, but I, I wasn't disappointed as much as I thought I would. This is one of these things. I'm not a DC Dark Universe type guy. That's more you guys uh, than me, but I actually liked it enough. And then I read this issue and nothing happened. I, yeah. I just – you only have six issues. I don't uh, understand <laughs> why when you only have six issues and you have an issue that is pretty much exactly a fight and filler. I, it's a fight that it, – it was set yeah. up from last issue. It, it really it, was. But this issue deals with something that I, you know, I have to say it's not something usually on the forefront of my mind. None of us have done military service except for no. Jim when he – Pretended to be going to the military. Yeah. Stolen valor. We won't talk. Uh, yeah. That wasn't me. Uh, the, the people assumed something, and I was too. Right. Uh, I was too nervous to tell them different. And, is what and I shield, And a field jacket that said Werner on it. But uh, that is true. You know, the PTSD. <laughs> there were there were certain yeah. aspects of this where I see what this the kind of like remorse and guilty goes through. That that one scene you see where you know Rory is now so he's kept in kind of Ragman universe by two demons that are torturing him. Trying to get them to give up the rags this whole yeah. issue because they are important. They are stolen. They're stolen. They're stolen. Yeah, the thing is, too, it's really cool because they actually have to go into his mind and make him see this false yeah. world. Kind of what we're dealing with in Batman Lost right now. But, like, they have to make him willingly give up the rags so they can take it back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they can't just rip it off them. So they're, they're messing with him. They're trying to tell him, you don't want to, you know, you don't want these rags. They're not yours. They're making him see, like, you know, fucked up, uh, basically his whole, like, squad all shot to death and. It's got yeah. a fucked up thing. And that, that one scene where you see a woman, his friend, call him, who's also, she's looking for some support. And yeah. she Ricky's wife. And, yeah. Who is that? Yeah. 
Frankie's wife. That's Frank's wife. No, that's one right, of the guys right, in his head. One. Yeah, that's right. She said she was gonna. He was gonna. Uh, she looks sexy at the at the birthday but picnic the last time. She's calling, looking for him. Just sexy him. here. Just shows like you know what I mean. There was like there was some emotional tension, but yeah, all the things I'm talking about, there could have been like two pages, three yeah, pages. The, this issue, it's the whole book, it's yes. the whole issue. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's like uh, there. I I understand. I get the idea of what you know Ray Fox is trying to do and trying to really push, but. Again, it, it, you can do what he's done here in a couple pages and then move on with this. We saw basically one of the biggest things that we see here is that if he does use the powers, it will burn up some of these people that he has inside. Souls, and unfortunately, yeah. the souls inside of him at this point of Ragman are his troops, you know, the his guys friends, he was yeah. with, his friends. So that is a bit of a, a thing that, that that's good. I, I don't mind that. At one point, they're going to obviously have a point where they're going to tell him because they talk to him throughout this. They're going to say, listen, you got to let us go. If we're going to win this battle, we're going to have to do it. Unfortunately, like I am upset because Frankie, I, I can't let you go. Your wife keeps calling except, me. Well, this is the problem. This is going to see what am I supposed to do? This is going to get rid of the fun part of a ragman cuckold that I've been waiting for <laughs> where he's doing Frankie's wife while Frank's yelling at him. I mean, this, this is that is the ultimate closet to be looking it's out like through and cuckold. see your wife. And that's all I want. But, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like this is one of those where – But and also he did save his dad kind of like there's little things that happen but nothing. I mean really from the last <laughs> issue, we had the setup of him not knowing the – how to use his – you know, right. how to use the Ragman ability. This issue to me doesn't really spell out of him – Learning it, but he does. I mean, this everything in this and issue I, I just almost happens. Acts like the spawn suit, where it just acts on instinct at yeah, times, and he yeah. doesn't even have to be aware of what he's doing. And now that's what's problem and like, too. Even the it, spirits, yeah. like the troops, that might be even reacting to it, but you don't really know because all of a sudden he can take on these goddamn demons. No yeah, problem he's taking off these demons. The and and the problem with me with and that is that they well they, they are setting athletic. up though. If you really hit into the powers, then you're going to lose these souls. And if he can't control that, then it kind of – it's not giving it under his control again, a bit. And again, almost like the whole freaking beginning of Spawn where you had that necroplasm meter. Yeah. Every time he got hurt or used his powers, it ran down. Yeah, yeah. And But with this, again, what we're talking about because we did a back issues one on the Patreon about Spawn, all that was done in one issue. Now we're in two issues of this. We're, and this issue, you go nowhere uh, over the overall Nowhere. story, you're just getting this idea of what the Ragman abilities are and what he has to watch out for. But now, by the, the end, the strangest a- part that we're going to come back to, which I find very odd, because during all of this goddamn fighting, not only do we have Frankie's wife call, which breaks up the fighting, you don't really need that though. But we have uh, friggin' uh, Rory's a psychiatrist who helps him out in those group therapy sessions. He's interrupted by a Mr. Fanshaw who comes up to him. He's like. Uh, Dr. Doyle, I need to talk to somebody. I think I've done something that I shouldn't have, and that's all you deal with. And I'm like, no one is going to remember that at all for where this is in this book, and we have all this other shit going on. It is such a weird placing of trying to set this up for something in the future that no one's going to remember from this goddamn issue. Yeah, Yeah. and and the other problem that you'll have throughout this is the fact that you are dealing with, you know, in in the back of this, like Reggie said, you're dealing with a soldier who went through some awful things, obviously has PTSD, but also has a lot of guilt. Uh, the guilt of him being mm-hmm. the only one to survive, you know, oh, yeah. survivor's guilt, 
no. were using against him the yeah, entire time in that. his mind. But that's the problem that I have with this is you're going back and forth with what's real and what isn't. And by the end, uh, I'm sure there's going to be people that don't know what's real or what isn't. And, well, you know, you have these things that I just said about that Dr. Doyle, like, you know, breaking up there. We just had Dr. Doyle before that in the mind of Rory Regan telling him how, you know, you know, right. you let your, your crew down. So people might even yeah. get that confused, not even knowing if that yeah, is that's actually what I'm in Rory's and, head and, or not. I know that that's a, a thing that's as a horror type comic and all that sort of thing, but we're getting a lot of things like Mr. Miracle, like Batman Lost. We're getting a lot of comics that just want to confuse you uh, to tell the story, and I, I and maybe it's me. I don't like it. I don't like being confused. I like a story. I like to see what's going on. Yes, there's ways of doing it like this. There are some scenes that I really like in this, but yeah. at the end, because a lot of things are happening in this head, especially with the demons and things like that, I think that a lot of people get thrown off because they just don't know what's real and what isn't and what's and going on. And they haven't really set up a lot of stuff for this yeah, book yet. No, We're only in no, issue two and, of the and six, and you, don't, you haven't really progressed any except for a fight here. Yeah, and the worst part of this is, what do we always say about these six-issue minis? The three and four are usually the time the where you yeah. tread water. Maybe he'll, maybe he's mixing up the game. He's changing the game, and we'll go from there. But I, Treads I just, water on two, goes blasted out. Of that's three, right, blasted. sucks. Five and, then and just, six are out of you, drive you nuts. No, five, he does nothing, and six doesn't come out. There you go, he's changing <laughs> up the game. But Vigilante. yeah, I just, to me, after these two, I get the idea of like, it not being a bigger story than I thought. This and maybe that's the whole thing. It's like you said, it's a PTSD type deal. Survivor's guilt. Maybe he wants to make it more of a personal story, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people who haven't had any experience with Ragman. One talking right now really has none. I I had it in Batwoman in the New Fifty Two, and I I can't say that that I can't. Like a handful of times I've really that, ever. Yeah, but right. I want to know about Ragman. I want to see what's going on, but this – you can tell already that's not this type of – this isn't what he's going for here with this, but – This ain't your I, granddaddy's Ragman. No, it isn't, <laughs> and it's just this thing, and, and you know, I, I don't know. It's it just – after the first issue, I was intrigued. I was actually a little excited that we were going to get kind of a, an adventure story, and almost like, like we, me and Eric laugh that Eric's a big Universal Monsters fan, but he does like sure the Brendan Fraser – freaking mummy because it was yeah. fun and things like that he's not going to say it was the greatest but this actually if you were talking about how it, it reminded us of the mummy it reminded me of that sort of thing that we're going to get a a crazy over the top i didn't think it was going to be fun it looked dark but i i thought it'd be more adventurous and it's just oh so far it seems very very like claustrophobic where you're not dealing with anything yeah. and then having a right, whole issue in his mind place pretty much the whole time yeah I mean, we basically stayed in one room in every situation and then uh, we got done, and we went to Arlington Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, which I guess did kind of open things up. But it I, does. I, but I, then he says, "At the you didn't get this last panel." Like, uh, archaeological. Yeah, well, Indiana that's what Jones I wanted. I would like movies. you have the deal. Have More them go like back the, the to see what happened. The new movie that came out, right? Yeah. Yes, I'm telling you, at the end, they have a special thing. I don't know if your review copy had it, where he's standing there, and his wife comes up because he's standing there at, at the one grave, and she comes up, and he says, tell me I was a good man. And oh, then God, I, no. And then I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, don't I let me start balling Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt, Matt Damon, Damon, you son of a bitch. You, you, let, you let Tom Hanks die, but I still love you. Uh, yes. Uh, now I'm having PTSD of, of uh, that movie. But uh, yeah, what else is there to say? I like the art, but even that, the art, there's big panels. Uh, this It's such you know, a quick like moving art, issue. But you want to know something? This is, one of, this is a rare time. I think that the coloring 
is not it's really little, helping like the it, art. It's so kind much. of dulled out a bit, and yeah, yeah. And, and it seems a lot of things like blend into one another. Yeah, lot, yeah. There's too many. Like there should have been some more kind of differentiation among yeah. the rags. I mean, I believe me, telling any colorist or you know their job is I, what they yeah. do is so I'm, foreign to me. It's nonsense. You know what I mean? What I'm saying, but I feel like this could have used a more textured. Look, I'm yeah, honest. I get the like, idea that they wanted like to play Ferreira it like a dreamscape, and I didn't say I, I agree with you. I, it's I not think that coming across, and you know, coloring could have helped delineate his, you know, what's happening in his mind versus what's happening in yeah. real life. And I think they tried to do it sometimes, but it's it's inconsistent. Yeah, it it's a rare time, and and but again, that really is not the main problem. No. The main problem is this book really was expanded. This issue, yeah. it's, it's like it's it's like a third of an issue's worth of shit expanded yeah. over a whole issue. And uh, that's uh, stupid for a six-issue mini or any yeah, comic book they expect you to pay $4 for. So I ended up giving it a six out of ten. No, I'll go six as well. That's what I thought. Uh, I'm still looking forward to see the next issue. I, I hope that it picks up. Uh, it just seems like Ray Fox wants to tell this. Like He's more interested in talking about PTSD and that than actually giving you a ragman story when, yeah. in fact, you can give a ragman story – and tie those in as well, but it seems like that's the major point of it. There's still and four issues, you know. We yeah, don't know sure where this see. could go. This could go a lot of yeah. different ways. But, but what do you give it? Right up? now, it's, a, it's low. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit higher. Go have 6.3 out of 10 because we do have this whole idea where the demons, you know, he, he has to willingly give up the suit to the demons who want it back and stuff like that. And we have a mystery on our hands about. Who is summoning these demons to Rory Regan and putting his yeah. like friends and family in danger? So that aspect alone, I actually felt like I got into the idea about what we're going to have going forward. I still hate the new Ragman suit, but I don't know. I, I'm more into the story, I think, than I was last issue where I was just really kind of pissed off that it seemed like a revamp. Of the, I mean, like a redo of the mummy I just watched. Yeah, I, I just the only problem I have is the whole thing with he has to give up the rags does seem like then it's going to concentrate more in his mind and right. it's going to continue with that. And, you know, I don't know. I didn't think it played out that well here. Uh, but that's that's it, Reggie. You're done. You that's have, it. You, for you me, can, my you Beatles can check fest. in. So what do you, yes, what do you think the of the Beatles, Beatles fest? fest? I like the Beatles. There, I told Trevor this week. He asked me out of nowhere. He's like, "Hey, do you like the Beatles?" I said, does Eric Shea like He Man? That's what I said. Yes, uh, actually, I just said, "Yeah, they're my favorite band of all time," uh, yes, and they still remain, Reggie. So, Dancing Mike can take that and do what he wants with it Ooh. because you did not ruin the Beatles for me, Reggie. And uh, <laughs> yes, they are my favorite. But yeah, I wish that your books were better this week because there I was hoping I wish my own were better as well. Well, that's what I'm saying. Usually, we'll have at least something. But yeah, I can only apologize for other people's work so much, and you know, go on with it. But <laughs> there we go. We're gonna go off to more mail. If you would read my mail, Jim, wanna tell my words would tell. It would tell. But if they tried to read it, we'd hear an epic fail. Shout out. But when oh, you oh. reach the point, where opinions come, the hero will be Jim, a hero to us all. What up, Fresh Cup Crew? And when you read the mail again, you'll see the nonsense never takes a break. Shout out, Boo-Boo. 
wrong turn. <laughs> I miss wrong turn. Every weekend I go I mean, home and I uh, two days without wrong turn feels like an eternity, Eric, doesn't it? Two doesn't minutes it? with wrong turn feels two like an eternity. Two minutes with wrong turn feels like hell. But yes, we're going to go to our last mail section, mail section number five. And we're going to start with Chisango who says, Sup, get fresh crew. Beep, bop, boop, boop. <laughs> What was the fucking point of Tin getting kidnapped by Mr. Oz? We have zero explanation, and the only storyline it set up was making Stephanie a hypocritical bitch. And I was shaking my head on how Tim beat everyone at the same time through telling them the future. Go fuck yourself, Zero. Boom! All right. Jasanga is in and out, says, the hell with this goddamn Tim Drake detective comics. He's had enough. Uh, yes, I, I agree, Chisanga. I agree fully. The next mail, and thank you, Chisanga. That is uh, short and sweet. Thank you, Chisanga. Kind of like me, Eric. The next one is from Hakeem, and Hakeem says, What's up, guys? A few things I wanted to mention. Number one, I'm so fucking sorry about missing the last movie night, Eric. Eric was heartbroken. He really was. So he, he was so sad. Uh, he really took that as a kind of a failure of his own. And I was there to make sure he felt that the whole week. I cut myself a little. I passed out from exhaustion around an hour before it began. If you're going to host another horror movie night, I promise I'll be there. Don't know if it's ever going to happen again. Eric is so upset. I will say I put the poll up for everybody in the uh, badasses of the Get Fresh Coop boop, boop, on the Patreon. I did put up the poll for November's movie night, and I did mention in it, I think this time we're going to try to do it a Saturday matinee so that other people can get involved, including the overseas people. And then Hakeem has no excuse for passing out, even though Saturday afternoon is Jim's nappy time. Eric, so I'm going gonna, gonna to end up having to not deal with the nappy time, and then I'll be really pissed off that night on the podcast. But, yeah, if you go over, you'll see it's going to be the Saturday after Thanksgiving as well. So we'll, we'll get all that in uh, check. And Eric doesn't even know what the choices of the movies are. But I, I do, do have to say that uh, Pete from NYC said that it's, gonna, it's like a Sophie's Choice for him because three of the movies are three of his favorites. But oh, nice. I'll, I'll leave that hanging. So History of the World Part 1. That is definitely one. That's the first one. I told him I'd put it there, and I am a man of my word. Number two, Jim. Anna geeked out at the fact that you guys seem to be pretty cool with Gail Simone. She saw that tweet she sent you regarding the Crosswinds review, and that's a review that Andrew Belfast did, who he likes that series but didn't like this issue as much. And Gail Simone did tweet to us and said, oh, I'm sorry you guys didn't like this issue. I didn't tweet it to her. She just saw yeah. it. She does follow us on Twitter. We follow her as well. And she said, you know what? I'm sorry you didn't like this as much. I hope that you're back on board next issue, which is cool. It's cool as hell. Uh, she's been obsessed over her since she started reading the New 52 background. But Anna is so freaking stressed to even send her a tweet. And I will tell Anna right now, just send her a tweet. She's very nice. As long as it, she gets to see it. I bet you she'll respond, and it's awesome. I don't know. And I get is... I get the same kind of nervousness of talking to somebody I'm really into. I'm like, oh Jim, I'm gonna write this. Like, ah, no, I'm not. Oh, just just send it, Eric. I'm like, well, what if they don't talk back and they think I'm stupid? I can't nah. do this. And I'm like, listen, they're going to, but you got to go out and. Oh. Uh, but yeah, and I have to tell you that it's and Anna's saying it, and it will be awesome because while we sit there and and talk and we talk a big game, Eric. Like, 
we're big tough guys. Uh, when these guys talk to us, any of these comic guys talk to us, we, we love it. It's so yeah. cool. And if anybody was listening uh, who out there, not, if they're listening, talk to me, please. No, if they're listening – you, you don't understand if you're one of these guys, even I'm telling you, I'm not just talking about comic creators. I'm talking about anybody, even guys with podcasts out there or whatever. If somebody talks to you, just talk back because, you know, that, that's what keeps things going. Eric. It makes somebody's day. Makes the world go round. You can make somebody smile. I'm telling you, though Dancing Mike doesn't want to hear it. That day, that first day that Scott Snyder messaged us about, God damn it, I was on cloud fucking 81. It's what cloud I was on. And then when I he messaged us back thing. and he actually read my review, I was not on cloud nine anymore. I was yeah, scared. No. Then he was then, then he was kind of mad at you. But even though Gail seems very open and chill with anybody and everybody on Twitter, yeah, Anna, just it, send her a, a tweet. Just send it to her. Anyway, she's still buying Wonder Woman comics, but she's mainly getting back issues pre-Flashpoint. She's also now reading Crosswind, which seems also uh, to have warmed her up to Image Comics. It's a cool. weird progression, but this is what I was saying earlier uh you know when you first start jumping on when john was talking john wayne earlier and said his girlfriend was on jla or supergirl sometimes you pilgrim you gotta just lay loose because eventually she will go to some other comics and maybe realize there are brighter pastures or brighter pastures is that what you say Uh, greener pastures pastures. brighter pastures I'm, I'm sure that is right there, lodged with the cream pastures. cookies. <laughs> where, where is Greg Capullo to throw shade at me there? Uh, but yes, three. Back to Eric. Can you explain to me what exactly oh. did Jeff Johns do with the Flash and Green Lantern rebirth a while back? And he keeps asking, but he says he says the current rebirth run was inspired by those series. Did he retcon the continuity? Did he rewrite and change the characters, or did he just course correct? No, no, he course corrected where he was. Yeah. These characters have been dead for a while, and he wanted to bring them back because he felt that like the sales were dwindling because people wanted these classic characters back. So the rebirth aspect was actually bringing them back from the dead and bringing them back. Back into proper continuity. Yes, and he says, all I know is this. A, he brought Barry Allen back from the dead. B, he returned Hal Jordan from villain to hero. Both other than that, I get confused when people talk well, about you know, those series. Even at that point, you know, he was not even a villain, Hal Jordan. Well, kind of. like He changed this thing. But at that point, we had Hal Jordan. He became Parallax. He died, you know, he uh, reignited the sun. So he died a hero even though he was Parallax. And then it went on where he actually became the new Spectre and had his own Spectre series for a while, which is weird fucking of weird yeah. goddamn series. So when you have Hal Jordan, that he is actually the Spectre before he becomes back to life again and becomes a Green Lantern. How about Flash? How how did that change it up a bit? Do you, do you Fla- remember? Flash has brought him back to life. Yeah, Barry just came back, and then and then that went on, and then pretty much led up to Flashpoint and stuff like that. Yeah. But do you mind recapping what those series were about? That's why I asked because you just did, and uh, I will tell you, uh, Keem, they are pretty good trades to go and grab anyway, and you know they they spell it out in those. But I have both. I actually it's funny. Went, I actually I have I have Flash Rebirth, and I read it like probably like six months ago. I and cannot you can't remember, remember the particulars what of what yeah. happened. In I itself. actually got uh, and I read the Green Lantern Rebirth, and I was halfway through Flash Rebirth, and then I got busy and never got back to it. Uh, I haven't it, read Green Lantern Rebirth in probably like in te- over awesome. ten years, yeah. and I can remember pretty much everything that happens in it. But Flash <laughs> Rebirth, I cannot. Yes, and number four, Jim. Look, I may be overstepping some bounds here, and it's funny. 
do you really, Eric, you're, you there, you, me and you just talking together, just me and you together, okay? Uh-huh. Do you think anybody could overstep bounds with me on this no. podcast? There's no possible way. He well, says, if they said that somebody was better than you, maybe. No, that would just fire me up. I don't think it'd be overstepping bounds. That would be How them dare he? Yeah. How dare they, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I may be overstepping some bounds here, and I apologize in advance. But a few things came to mind when I was listening to the last Necessary Nonsense Patreon podcast about yeah. family stories. I hope that one of the things that didn't come to mind is jumping off a bridge, is yeah. what Eric was afraid of. You always seem to go on and on about how you're not a good person <laughs> and what a piece of shit dad you are Ch- wait wait a minute what did he just say Eric, that i'm a <laughs> there you go uh you even joked i think you were joking about how you were diagnosed about not feeling sympathy or whatever <laughs> yes no, it was a joker it was not no i really don't buy any of that that story about how you defended your brother from your grandfather pretty much confirmed that for me he I'm was sorry. young and didn't know any better no, it was just that. That was like it was one of those things where you could end up going to to war. Even you're on a, a sports team. You you know, me and you are on a hockey team. All right. I hate what your do I guts. Play? You oh. are. I'm your center. You're the left wing. I okay. hate your guts. I cannot stand you. Uh, and I don't even have to make it you. I played hockey. Hockey's the best for me to explain this. Uh, Hockey, I, I had people on my hockey team that I would not stop my car if I saw them bleeding out on the side of the road. But if the other team fuck with them during a game, I will fucking kill that person for doing that because it is a teammate. My brother in England, we were together. I didn't have any other people there. Me, my brother, and my buddy Vince, we were teammates then. I don't know. I, I, I had some feelings for my brother at points. At points, Eric, but I'm sorry, but an asshole or a piece of shit individual would not do that. You're selling yourself way too short, Jim. Go. Keep it. Go, Eric. I'm, I'm waiting for what? you. I'm waiting for your Wait, joke now. He can't sell himself he tall. He can't That's sell impossible. himself tall hey, unless he bought stilts. People now, would return this shit for that being I'll accurate. tell you, it's a weird deal. I think that what I can explain, and I don't know that this would make sense to anybody, I I act locally, but I care globally. <laughs> I care for things that, like, in general, but when it comes to, like, normal things, if, I, if somebody came knocking on the door, and I would not answer the door. I, I would well, never the answer is, the door. I care apartmentally. <laughs> and I act apartmently. I care apartmently, but I, I act apartmently. I care globally. If I sit there, I told you, I would sit there and watch uh, Make-A-Wish videos. Uh, you will never see somebody cry as much as me, and it begins immediately. There was some people oh, on America's Got Talent. Uh, here's the, yeah, how about today? I sit there, and a commercial, and actually the commercial, because I have the stick, I don't really see commercials, but I was yeah, yeah. on looking up stuff for the movie – the movie night for the Get Fresh crew and the Patreons, boop, boop, boom. And uh, somehow a trailer for the movie Wonder coming out showed up on the thing. And I'm like, okay, my kids read that book. I don't know much about it, so I hit it. Uh, I don't, do you know anything about it? Is that the burn victim kid? 
It's he's kind of like just a I don't know if he's a burn victim or if he's just you know fucked up. He's like the, the Rocky Dennis. There, I'm telling you, that, that was that movie about that kid who was a monster, right? Well, it didn't come out yet. It's still I it's thought yet it had. It scared me. No, and it has uh, what's it, it has? Uh, <laughs> God damn it, I can't remember. Uh, Julia Roberts and you know that guy who has that hair. Oh you know, yeah, I that, know that guy. Uh, Owen Wilson. Is the the two stars? Got that nose. Say his fucking nose. God damn it! That's the thing, though. You see that, and and it makes complete sense that this boy looks so freaky. But I'm doing this. I go, okay. You know, I I heard about this. Let me see. It took me two seconds to start crying. I started crying immediately because I'm telling you, if I start talking about it now, I'm gonna cry because Owen Wilson in this, he's like, basically the kid must have said in the movie, like, I'm so ugly, I'm that, and he's like, "I, I like your face. That that's the face of my son. Balling, crying, crying, Eric. He's walking around with a goddamn fucking astronaut's helmet on. I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do have some feelings, but they don't seem to be able to work their way out in uh, my daily life. But, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having faith in me. I'm just saying, I saw that trailer a while ago. I thought that movie came and went, but I'm like, how dare you try to scare me with a movie that's not a horror flick? You didn't think that you thought that that was, oh, do you see that horror flick wonder? Yeah, <laughs> that that and the uh, I don't know, Forever Young. Uh, you go Mask. down the list. Mask, you know, Son of Mask, Eric. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, but that is the end of the mail. Thanks, guys. Thanks for everybody who mailed in tonight, and we're gonna go off and finish up the podcast with a bunch of books. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to this week's installment of Vermillion's Visions. Josh Vermillion here. Um, and this week, I'm going to be bringing you guys a very weird, weird book. Um, it's called Injection. Uh, it's written by Warren Ellis, art by Declan Shalvey, and it's from uh, Image Comics. Um, it's going to be uh, the first trade. It's the first five issues of Injection, and this, this series is up to about, I think, 15 uh, just came out this month, um, so I'm not sure if it's going to continue on past 15 or if that was the end, but I know that was the end of like the third arc, um, so it is up to 15 and just finished that, so the third trade should be coming out here pretty soon. Um, but like I said, this is a very weird book. Um, it's going to be weird for me to describe this one to you guys uh, without spoiling a bunch of things. Um, you guys know the way I normally do things where I kind of go through the first issue and describe that one in a little bit more detail, and then move on to the rest, um, just kind of in vague story points without really, uh, without really spoiling anything for the rest of the trade. Um, just because you know what I want to do here is just expand everybody's comic book horizons to other books they might not think to check out otherwise. Um, so this one, it's gonna be real difficult to do that um, because. The story's so kind of disjointed and told in different sections, and it's a really slow burn that um, it would be it, w- it would kind of be pointless to describe that first issue in detail, even because you wouldn't have any idea as to what is really going on in the story. Um, so I'm going to do my best here, and to start out, I'm just going to go through uh, and describe the five 
you know, main characters that it follows throughout the book. Uh, so the the very main character is Maria Kilbride, um, and she works for a division of the Port Force Projection International called Cursus. Um, and back in the day, Maria formed a team, uh, kind of kind of like a private team called the Cross Cultural Contamination Unit. Um, and this is a team that was tasked with ensuring that the future isn't boring. Basically, uh, they want to make sure that progression doesn't come to a halt and that the world doesn't you know become stagnant and just boring and you know no advancement no technological advancement no societal advancement they want to make sure that doesn't happen uh, so joining her on this team there's Simeon Winters or Sim uh, he's a world-class strategist and a special operative for the SIS uh, there's Vivek Headland uh, he's a logician and an ethicist that also works as like a like a private investigator. Um, Bridget Roth is the techie of the group. She's in nearly every computer in the world, as uh, she says, including the International Space Station. And she actually designed an AI that was responsively intelligent, but didn't act like a human. So people were scared of what that could mean. Um, she kind of beat the Turing test, um, and if you don't know what the Turing test is, uh, it's a test used on AI uh, to where it the, it's a test to see if the AI is as intelligent as or more intelligent than a human, and if a human was speaking to it, if it could tell that it wasn't a human. That's the Turing test, but as she described it, why would you want an AI to act like a human? Uh, so she created one that doesn't act like a human, but is responsively intelligent. It can learn. Um, and then finally, there's Robin Morell, who knows damn near everything about the history of England, especially like like the folklore of England. He's descendant of a long line of quote-unquote cunning people who were basically shamans in the old world who, who practiced magic. Uh, he claims to not be one of these, you know, cunning men himself, but he sure does seem to know a whole lot of shit about it. So, um, you know, he says that he doesn't want to be a cunning man, but in some ways he kind of is. So, like I said, to be honest, it's going to be really hard for me to describe parts of this book without giving away the entire thing. Basically, there's something called the injection that the cross-cultural contamination unit, or the 3CU, uh, created that can bend the rules of physics, uh, can bring classic folklore into the modern age and make it real, um, and it does this through connections to a place that in the book is simply called the other world. Um, it doesn't really go into a lot of detail describing this other world, um, but the way I pictured it while I was reading it is, um, if anybody has seen Stranger Things, even like the first season or even just a few episodes, uh, the, the place in there known as the Upside Down, um, that's kind of what I picture the other world as, but it doesn't really, doesn't really go into a lot of detail on it, so that's just what I have in my head canon. but, you know, as of the first five issues, it hasn't really described much about the other world. Um, so this book is, is, it's confusing as hell, to be honest, and it's a really slow burn through these five issues, but I did enjoy it a lot. I don't mind a confusing story as long as it gives me enough to make me want to keep reading. I thought the characterization of the 3CU 
the, the characterizations were awesome. Um, and Warren Ellis did a great job of showing each character's personalities um, and developing them in just these five issues. I especially love Bridget. Uh, she's snarky as fuck to Robin all the time about being a cunning man or uh, a wizard. And it, yeah, she's just a good time. I, I like Bridget a lot. Um, I thought the pacing was a little uneven at some points, but overall it didn't it didn't really throw me off. Um, it just would kind of throw a lot at you and then slow down. Um, it was a little off, but it was okay. Um, I've seen some of Declan Shalvey's art in other books in the past, and I'm usually, honestly, I'm usually not a big fan of Declan Shalvey, but I thought it looked really, really good here. His art, Jordi Belair's colors go really well together for this type of story. I don't know what exactly was different about this book than the other art from him that I've seen, uh, but I did like it more. Maybe, you know, to take a reviewer 101 quote here, maybe it was just a, a better meld of art and story. I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, I definitely did like the art a lot more here, especially, you know, when he got to play around with some of this some of this other world, these other world aspects and part of the parts of the injection. I thought those panels and those pages actually looked really, really good. Um, very detailed, which is something that I, I always enjoy in my art is the details. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely enjoyed the art a lot more this time than in previous Declan Shalvey books that I've read. My only real problem with this trade is that I wish it would have given just a little bit more information about just what the hell is actually going on here. Uh, it's, like I said, it's definitely a slow burn story that you've got to keep reading to figure out the bigger story. Uh, the storytelling and the dialogue were both were both really good. Um, it was just definitely an entire trade of setup, uh, but luckily I happened to to like what is what is being set up. Uh, I think it would have benefited from telling a little bit more of a complete story in this trade uh, that left some questions open and had a cliffhanger to really grab you for the next section, uh, but still told a complete story. Now, that being said, I still, like I said, I did enjoy this book quite a lot. I don't necessarily mind a confusing story that doesn't give you all the information right off the bat as long as it keeps you coming back and wanting to read more, which I think this book definitely did, at least for me. Uh, so if I had to score the entire thing, I'd probably go like a, uh, I'm going to go with an 8.3 out of 10. Um, like I said, I had a lot of fun with it. I did enjoy trying to figure out what was going on. Um, it's just that it, it didn't give me quite enough and didn't tell that complete story is something that I would have liked a whole lot more and would have bumped my score up even more because this, this world and these characters are really great. I just want to know what's happening and I want to know more about the other world and about, you know, Robin being a cunning man. What does that even mean, really? What can he do as being a cunning man? Cunning man? And, you know, throughout the book... Uh, you know, these characters all got a little bit of time in the spotlight, but it was mainly it was mainly focusing on Maria and Robin, uh, whereas I would like to see a little bit more of, of Sim and Vivek and especially Bridget. Uh, and, you know, it, throughout the book, it describes Maria as the only genuine genius any any of these characters will ever meet in their life. But it seems like they're all pretty have genius traits about them in their own ways. So I haven't really gotten, you know, her, Maria's genius side. Um, you know, she is obviously very smart and it has showed that, but 
I would just like to see that a little bit more played out. Um, now, like I said, this is a slow burn. You're going to have to keep reading to get the full story if you do pick up this trade. Um, but I think I would recommend this to anyone out there, you know, looking for a cool a cool story that blends sci-fi and fantasy, um, in, but not really in a hokey way. You know, it's not... It's not dragons and swords and, you know, medieval fantasy. It's more bringing fantasy folklore into the modern day. Um, And I think that's something that's really cool. And then throwing some sci-fi aspects in there. Uh, So if that sounds like an interesting type of story to you and you don't mind a slow burn story, you don't mind, you know, picking up a trade here and there and then reading them all together to get that complete story. I think this is this would be a really good book for that. Um, like I said, I enjoyed it, and I do really want to know what, what is going to continue on from here. Uh, so I think at some point I will be continuing on. Don't know if Volume 2 will make it onto the segment because I haven't actually done a Volume 2 for the segment yet. Not really sure why. I think... Mainly it would just be because I would have to completely spoil the first trade to continue on to a volume two, but maybe one of these days I'll get around to doing a volume two on here. Uh, but that pretty much wraps things up for injection. Like I said, 8.3 out of 10. Uh, but if but if it sounds interesting to you, I would definitely recommend picking it up. It is it is enjoyable to read. Um, that but like I said, that pretty much wraps things up for the review. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Uh, remind everybody to go check out Weird Science DC on Patreon. Uh, you guys already know this, but uh, Jim, Eric, and Reggie put in a whole hell of a lot of work uh, for the for the podcast and for the site. Uh, so definitely go check those guys out on Patreon. Putting out a bunch of great shows all the time. They're they're a lot of fun over there on the Patreon. So definitely go check those out. Um, But that pretty much brings us to the end here, so I'm going to send it back to Jim and Eric. Thanks a lot, guys. Talking all about DC. Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shea! All right. Hey, all you hip cats. Hey, all you hip cats out there. I'm the candy man.
Oh, <laughs> uh, we're about to end this podcast, Eric. We're going to end it all. And uh, with three books, we usually end with three books. I will no, tell we you, well, sometimes, sometimes we end with three. You're a liar. Sometimes we do too. We we try to make uh, sections of three throughout. The only reason sometimes we are having crazy. three books at the end because we have a shitload of books this week. Well, we do have a shitload of books, and we're going to end here. And uh, what I was going to say though is, usually we end with the shit of the books. It's not really the case this this week. Uh, There's been a lot of shit. There's been a lot of shit. But I'll tell you, one of these books surprised me. One of these books kind of gave me what I usually get from it, and another one disappointed me slightly. But Mm. start with the first one, Eric. What are we talking about? We're talking about Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 16, written by Scott Liddell, with art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini, and Taylor Esposito. After getting their asses kicked by the Gotham Knights, the Outlaws find themselves in Bell Red for some reason, where they're forced to fight their way through as they look for Bizarro. Don't worry about Bit Mr. Smarty Pants, though, because he's made a deal with Amanda Waller, where the Outlaws and the Suicide Squad will team up to take care of a threat at the center of the Earth. How did we get here? Yeah, I, I'm a little confused as well. And even if it, it's a progression from a, you know, the cliffhanger or whatever, it's just you the whole so. tone. The, the tone of this book's weird. Now, I, I will say... Rarely mention covers, <laughs> but boy, Harley in that very cover is so hot to me. She looks so good in that jumpsuit. But we get into this, and this is where I actually was uh, this morning, uh, and as we're recording, it's Saturday night. So Saturday morning, I hadn't read this book, and I was kind of mentioning to the people in the Slack chat of the Get Fresh Crew, beep de boop how much, you know, oh, I'm a little down this week and whatever, and Simon, or actually it was Luke. Luke said, oh, man, I love Red Hood. Or he liked it. I had fun or whatever. And I said, oh, I can't wait to read it then because I need something to, to make me, you know, get on board. Not on board with this book. but Just this be happy with kinda, this podcast in kinda, general. Yeah, and kind of get out of my doldrums and not be miserable whatever. And then I started reading it. Also, remember you saying, like, I don't know what was going on with it. And then when I read it, I just – this issue to me, it has little focus of what you know, Scott Liddell wanted to do with this Smarty Pants Bizarro, yeah. and it's just jumping around uh, to a point where I don't even, I can't even like settle in and enjoy it. Like, I, it's starting I don't, to feel like those six issue minis we had in the DCYU yeah. with like Bizarro or Batmite, where we yeah, just got to what jump it, it to different areas like each time because you know we had the new headquarters, and then we jumped to the Gotham Knights at the Belfry, and now we jumped to yeah. Bell Rev, and now we're gonna jump to freaking you know nowhere in the center of the Earth. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just it's like a weird tour of yeah. the dcu now the other thing that i have to say i i ended up i if if people don't know i had red hood at the beginning of uh rebirth it was one yeah. of the books that i picked i was reviewing it and i kind of was getting bored with it and you were liking it a lot more than me yeah. at that point so i said listen and what did i get what did we switch up you i can't got... even remember Can I, you, don't I don't even remember i don't remember what i ended up getting to give you this, like we switched up, but maybe, maybe I just some other got people it. know. I, I don't remember. I really don't. But uh, I gave it to you because maybe I, was just I got like, this at, with with uh, Batman as well maybe, for JLA. Maybe, maybe that was the dual. Pa- I don't know because you usually go. You're a man of the numbers. Oh, I and am. You don't like that, so maybe I'll remember by the time we're done. But whatever, I it gave is, it to you. You, know, I pr- you probably gave this to me for exchange for something that's been canceled now, and we can't maybe. even remember because it's been yeah, so long, and I'm very angry be about great. it still. But uh, with that, 
I gave it to you because I thought that the book was kind of treading water. That was way, you know, that's a while ago. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with it is it still is. Yeah, the Smarty Pants Bizarro uh, was cool. It was a really cool thing because even it leading from Bizarro dying, Lex bringing him back but making him the Smarty Pants Bizarro. But really it seems like Scott Liddell had this big idea, of, you know, that he wanted to have and then doesn't know what to do with it. Because and we're not really... focusing on the thing that we care about with Smarty Pants Bizarro yeah, where we and have this, this almost is, sinister yeah. aspect in the background while also dealing with the fact that he is going to lose his intelligence yeah. at some point and and what's weird to me about this issue is if you told me that hey at one point they were going to have a three issue arc with this and this was the second issue okay i could i could say okay because this seems like the second issue of an arc that had started before and it didn't so you no. go in where they're in bell rev and even just the interaction between, you know, Red Hood at the beginning with Boomerang and then Artemis with, with Harley, Harley Quinn, it yeah. seems un, not even just underdeveloped, but you, you showed up in the middle of it. And, and you don't get like, why do I, you know, this interaction between an Artemis and a Harley Quinn, I'm like, okay, and, you know, ba- Boomerang. And it just and seems odd that the, like the inmates are running the asylum, it seems like. Yeah, they are, because you start off with Red Hood in chains. He's being interrogated by Ca- uh, Captain Boomerang and a guy. I, you know, I, a actually, guy. Who is that? I don't know who that I, am guy I, is. Are we idiots? I mean, I tried to do some research for this podcast, but uh, there's a point where He's I do. He's guy number three, yeah, I believe. I, but that, at a point, I don't want to have to do too much. You know, I, I know that I love to be a teacher, Eric, oh. but there's some points where I also like to be the student. I don't know that that makes sense, but I don't want to have to go through, you know, hoops to figure out everything that's going on when it shouldn't need hoops. Like, this is not well, a book that matter. should be it's deep. Just, it's I'm just saying, though, out of nowhere, this guy is in charge. He seems to be there, and he seems to – you're supposed to almost seem to think that you know that this guy is bad to the point where he does order them to kill Jason, but I don't even know that he's even part. I don't know who he is, but yet nope. you have Boomerang there throwing shade and honestly, at Jason. This guy who works at Bell Rev, I'm yeah, I'm thinking in my mind that the convicts inside they do anything. He is ordering the soldiers to kill them all the time because he's afraid for his I life. Guess. He does not like his job. Yeah, I guess, but he's even you know he's there. Yeah, I know, but I is, is this like almost how that you know that Vic Sage that was under Amanda Waller and it wasn't the the Vic Sage you know the the real uh, Vic Sage as that. much as we know but in the bit. in the Suicide Squad book in the New Fifty Two at that one point where he was there and he was like Amanda Waller's uh, right hand man but he was made to be that and there was all that like I want to know who this guy is and why uh, at any point like Amanda Waller never has a reaction really to any of this nonsense going on including it seems people being killed later on and it's just nonsense it really is and i didn't have fun with it i want to well, have fun with this book and like these I, you, I had i had a few fun uh, like a little bit of fun here and there with they're trying to interrogate jason and jason's having none of it and just uh, captain boomerang getting all upset about it but overall it's just you know we got to move from here and we've yeah. seen this already a lot of times in you know i think we had this when he we went back and dealt with that uh that Aquila bit where we went where like I can't yeah. even remember where it was, but it was the redone version of where Jason died and he was being yeah. interrogated. Yeah. Yeah. He was you know, he was tied to a chair just like this yes. and had to break out. So I'm like, 
we're, we're dealing with the same stuff over and over again just to have a fight scene to get to ourselves too bizarre and, and, uh, the, and like, yeah. highlighting the big characters of the Suicide Squad as they deal with individual yeah. members and of the that's Outlaws. That's the weird thing. Whether it this, makes sense or not. But it all comes off to me as like a, a padded issue where it, it shouldn't be because there's nothing. This is new stuff. This, you know, it should be something going on here, but it really isn't. The weird thing about it, too, is it makes me laugh because they have Jason. They have his equipment off. Don't have the domino mask off of him, though, because you know, then they might, you know, recognize him. I wish they would play sometimes with that whole deal from the uh, the Justice League deal uh, when Lex was was it uh, Flash that he became? Uh, remember yeah, that? Yeah, oh, the, the Justice League animated uh, yeah, series. The yeah, animated, yeah, yeah. I would have liked Wally that. West and Lex Luthor switch yeah. places. Yeah, I would have loved that. This point where they're like, okay, take off his, you know, the red hood, and they take it off, and Boomerang's like. I don't know. I who don't this know who is. This is. <laughs> it would be funny, but they don't even it, it go with would. that the thing. The thing is, though, I really always appreciate whenever we take the red hood mask off and we that see he has the a domino, domino mask. mask I, I actually really like that look. But you for some like reason. it? Why wouldn't they take it off? What, why they took off everything you else? Don't He's know, bare Jim. Chested. That's a part of his face now. No, <laughs> I'd take his pants off too. <laughs> but yeah, they're there oh, and they're asking him. And basically, all they want to know at this point is like. Why do you have a bat symbol? That, that That's what you, you know, why are they there? Why are they doing this? And that's what they want to know. And he ends up, it, 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 you know, it's kind of a trick on his deal where when Boomerang picks it up and these guards are there, you know, they get electrocuted. And this is a callback to symbol. that first arc yep. too where we yeah, saw like him that. using this electrical freaking thing on his deal. But it's a, yeah. it's a lot of the like greatest hits at this moment to get it us is. to the, like what, what the point of the story is. Yeah, because then the the guy there is like, kill him, kill him now. And then you see the blam blam, and it's kick-ass where Jason has. He's still chained up. All these guys are down, and he's got this pen that he's got at this guy's Wedged neck. between it, his toes. It is, I'm telling you, right there, as that's a fun. Van Damme moment. It's, it is. And it, it, to me, that's really Dexter Soy there. God, it, that's so good. very very good and it's very unique and something that it's just cool as I'm hell. I'm the art is always going to be the highlight oh, yeah. of the series. It I have is. really loved what Scott Liddell has done since Rebirth started. Yeah. We just have a few faults here and there with the series. Like this is one of the issues. Like I didn't like last it's issue because I did not understand issue. what they were doing. I know. Leading to this I thought okay we had this weird issue. Now we're going to get back. But just starting off in Bell Rev right away and the idea that the yeah. Gotham Knights, all right, we defeated the Outlaws, and now we're going to go to Louisiana to drop yeah. them off at Bell Rev. I'm like, where the fuck do we go from point A to point B here? That doesn't make a goddamn yeah. look of sense. And where's Batman? And then that's where you do get that whole deal where Jason kind of gets us up to speed a little, where you see them, where, oh, we were fighting Batwoman and her crew, and this is how they must have felt, and all this stuff. Yeah, they don't know that we're actually working with Batman to his consent, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and that's, it's like, again, like you said, it's the greatest hits. Well, then you have Harley there with Artemis, and she's there doing the, also, she gives the whoop, whoop, Eric. I think she's part of the Get Fresh group of boop, and uh, she's like, oh, I hate, oh, I hate the whoop, whoop, Eric, she says. (laughs) But then she's like, oh, someone's trying to escape. She's there, and she's like, oh, and again, it's just filler. She's like, okay, Artemis, I'm kind of a doctor, and do you have problems with this? Whoop, whoops roughly translate to someone trying to escape, and every time we do the whoop whoop here i'm always trying to escape the podcast Ooh, i thought you were trying to escape the get fresh crew whoop, no whoop. not them <laughs> with them you want to escape with them but yes. yeah you, you have the Answer whole mic's deal. out there having a beer right now having a good get time oh, what am i doing there you go frenny just said it and you're trying to get out of there Eric. that's not nice I, I think that that came off wrong for you but yeah you have this no, whole thing where right. artemis is there she is you know she's there 
tied up again. Uh, why are the inmates running the asylum? Well, you know, because she's there. She's actually just drawing pictures of the outlaws. And like Harley's there. giving her a goddamn psychological exam yeah, or some yeah. shit like that, but just drawing the outlaws and silly little caricatures. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, you know, you're I'm an Amazon. Ooh, name dropper. I'm this. I'm that. But all it is is you're just waiting for what's going to be a fight because Artemis at any point in this, all she has to do is call her axe. It seems it comes gets oh, her all, out. Even before that, we have this goddamn like moment where the story becomes a fucking anime where Harley pulls out this hammer that's bigger yeah. than her goddamn yeah, cell, and her dropping whatever. it off the bed creates a wham to the point like. What the fuck just happened? Because yeah, it wouldn't yeah. make any sense in it's my mind for Harley humongous. to have a hammer this fucking it's big. It's humongous. Uh, to the and, point like, where we, we like to joke about how silly it is that like freaking Artemis has this yeah. axe that she calls mistress. She's the an biggest Amazon. Axe you've though. ever seen, and it's ridiculous. But it's fun because she's an Amazon. Harley having this thing is even beyond. And it you is know what's silly. the funniest thing? is she's like, oh, you know what? She goes and grabs it, and somehow it's hiding under her pillow. Her pillow. But yeah. the thing is, when it happened there. I thought that she grabbed the staff, and that was the door being knocked down until I figured out, holy shit, that's the hammer? What the hell? And it just yeah. goes because she, you know, to me, mistress, and then you have the crazy. And again, I think that it's Dexter, Sto- Dexter Soy having fun with the idea of how big that axe is. But yeah, it is Harley, and it shouldn't be that big, but they're going to nope. fight now. And again, you're not going to get much because all this is then is Red Hood trying to figure out what's going on. He goes, he's like, you know what? He, these uh, guards come out and he's like, I'm not supposed to kill anybody much. I promise Batman. I'm not going to slaughter these guys. They're only doing their job. And then Artemis comes and seems to slaughter them all. That one guy is dead. There's yeah, they're no, all dead. yeah, they're dead. And it's kind of, she didn't promise over. Batman. She shit. didn't promise anything, but it, it, it threw me off a little. You know, and she's like, hey, you know, what's going on, Jason? And then you go through this weird deal like, Artemis, how do you escape? How did you escape? That's fair. But seriously, how did you escape? Are you kidding me, right? If you would have escaped, how would you escape? And it just goes back and forth. And it's it's kind of comical, but not when at this point I'm already like, I, I really seem lost. I, yeah. I actually, where I think that I can tell you that I'm not as invested in this book as I wish I was. When I start reading a book that I'm invested in, even a monthly book, I know what happened last issue. I mean, yeah. we read every issue. We talk about it. So usually, uh, you know, I have read it at least once or twice, and we've talked about it, so I go through it again here. I forgot. Even when I started up, I'm like, fuck happened last issue and until jason did say oh you know the you know the gotham knights deal and and batwoman i'm like oh yeah now i remember and that really upset me it actually i I actually stopped for a second i'm like it's a shame It, it really to me that goes hand in hand where we say when we get a new series and how long it takes us to remember the people's names. That right. shows me how much the writer has done to get me invested in it and also how just invested I am. And it really shocked me that I couldn't remember. And I'm telling you, with this issue, I'll probably forget next because all probably. of this is filler because they end up going. Jason and Artemis just run down a hall and then bust into where Amanda Waller is, and you know, her is, office. The room is labeled as sick bay, but then we yeah. kick open the door and it's a nice fireplace with a, like, you know, nice comfortable chairs yeah. where Amanda Waller and Bizarro are having tea and crumpets. Yeah, 
tea and crumpets there. And it, it also seems like they Sick know. Bag. Yeah, more than you realize. The lady behind the suicide squad implants bombs in inmates' heads. Not going to happen. You know, and it seems like they know that the sick bay is where Amanda Waller is. They expect to open it up, and it's just Amanda Waller. But there's Bizarro sipping tea, having little, uh, actually having cucumber and fucking whatever oh, that's what sandwiches. It was. It was not crumpets. It was cucumber yeah. sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of those cucumber. Neither my my mom occasionally would make cucumber sandwiches. I did not like those. I, I did, cucumber and mayo. Of course, I don't have mayo in the house right now, Eric, but that's another point. But, yeah, they're just sitting there, and they're discussing things. And, you know, you have this whole idea where we do think that Bizarro uh, uh, – Smarty Pants Bizarro is up to something a little, you know, on the nefarious side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here it just – it seems to all delay because you're just like, oh, well. And the oh, thing well. is I, I don't know what we're playing out here because it's not being prob- – maybe there will be a huge oh, wraparound at the I'm end. I'm telling you, if you're going to say about the brain bombs, but they are supposed for, to be on the suicide squad here. No, it's just that like what we had last issue where he sent out that message to the yeah. Gotham Knights saying, look, I'm taking care of the city. You can you don't have to do yeah, your job because yeah, yeah. I'm doing it for you. To the point where they kidnap him and he allows them to kidnap him, take yeah. him to the Belfry, have their his their asses kicked, and then take it about. This seems to be Bizarro's plan for plan. some reason because he yeah. needs the Suicide Squad's help for to some go reason against to fix the world at the core. Yeah, because he's there and he's like, oh well, I we got here and yeah. And the wraparound of all this, this is supposed to really be pushed, and I don't think that the stakes seemed high enough because you're just thrown in here. That at some point, Jason, Artemis, and Bizarro were going to be on the Suicide Squad with brain bombs in them. And I'm telling you, you want to you know, up the ante in the Suicide Squad book. This just points out that that would be pretty fucking cool. I'm telling you, if something happened to Red Hood and the Outlaws, the book, for some reason had to cancel, and they put Red Hood on the Suicide Squad, that would be amazing. It would be. And Bizarro and Artemis, even, it's thrown them all in there because of the whole deal where they are undercover as crime boss deal and stuff like that i think that that sounds awesome uh but yeah he's like hey i convinced uh i convinced amanda waller that me noggin is is more important than the brain bomb and it's because i have these ideas where i'm talking about like you know this was his plan all along for some reason to get the bell rev and get the suicide squad involved but I also don't know if that's the case because it seems like maybe this was something that he realized once he was in yes, Bell Rev that's what it because seemed of the fault line. So I yeah. don't know what we're playing with. Yeah, that's what it seems because up until now, it seems as if Bizarro, and it even continues I, I in this. I just don't know he, the train of events. The guy can so make anything at the drop of a dime or whatever. I don't know that he necessarily needed the suicide no, squad. No, that doesn't make sense. The yeah. thing is, I don't know why he would allow himself to be taken by the Gotham yeah. Knights in yeah. the last issue to begin with. But that's where he says, basically, there's these fault lines. Things are going wrong. I can see that the you know Earth is in big trouble. It is, if anything, though, it is expanding the scope of this book. Yeah. And I think that Scott Liddell and thought that he stuff needed. That he dealt with in uh, when yes. he was doing Superboy. Yes, and I think that what happened is, uh, for some reason, because Jason even throws it out, like, listen. We're supposed to be in Gotham and all this, and I think Scott Liddell thought he needed a a reason why the team would get out of Gotham and deal with a worldwide deal, but I I didn't need that. All you needed to have is Smarty Pants Bizarro uh, go with it, but he's like, listen, if we don't shut down, there's unstable parts of the core. If they don't, the Earth is just going to blow up. There are three installations at the core of the Earth that Harvest created when he had his organization nowhere during the culling and stuff like that, which we had in the Ravagers, we had in Teen Titans, we had in Superboy back in the New 52. And since Ravage, I mean, since uh, Harvest has been gone, these places have been in a stage of neglect and a state of neglect. 
and one of the power cores is like is about to like rupture, which would cause a huge fucking problem for the world. So we got to go and take care of that. Yeah, yeah, and you even see a little uh, Superboy at one point. It looks like you you see his back, the back of his head. That, I, that I, that's the thing is, I, I it don't, looks I didn't like know, his. I one thought that costume, was Red Robin. Though. Yeah, I don't know. It, and his the old way costume, the, the I don't lines know. are there without yeah, a, any. It seems to uh, it really to me look like Superboy a bit, but yeah, you know, whatever. I but went Red go. Robin because especially since for some reason there's not Superboy in this continuity anymore. Yeah, well, we'll have to see how they play it, but yeah, uh, that's the whole deal. They have to go in and you know nowhere and all this stuff. Like you said, this is a pretty big call out and i'm done it's fucked up because nobody wants to think about harvest or nowhere ever again no, but he's he's going to do it. It seems like everybody else, Steve Orlando's throwing everything out from that Midnighter and it was JLA. Seriously. So, uh, and maybe that's what they want the writers to do right now because it does seem to and be And maybe a this thing. will lead to a return of Connell. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, they're there. Uh, they are going to be uh, teaming up with the Suicide Squad. They get, you know, this gear on. And Bizarro does say, You guys trust me, right? And I like this because you do have Artemis. For the moment, yes, and Jason, of course, like he yeah. is full out, you know. That's As we've been for guy. the rest of the arc so far. And my favorite part then comes up because when Croc comes out, he sees Red Hood. And, hey, kid, and he's like Croc. Croc, and he's like, despite the name, Killer Croc is a friend of a friend, which is Roy, right? Because yeah. he was part of his kind Roy of his was AA his, uh, deal. Yeah, yeah, he was his sponsor at the end. And I'm telling you, I I thought that that was awesome. That actually yeah. made me smile, and I think that that you know Scott Liddell puts that in. Uh, for a wink, wink at people who would know that from uh, the all the outlaws yeah, the books in one, yeah. the new Fifty Two, and it, it doesn't, it's not forced or anything. I thought that because that would me and no, you love that. They don't even have extended conversations. Just croc. Kid. kid and then yeah. we're done with it and it's yep. perfect i thought it was awesome and, and that was one of my highlights of the outlaws books in the new 52 so i really did like that and then yeah you you have the suicide squad come and you know they're going to talk trash with each other uh, i just and- wish they like i'm telling you for anybody who did not remember for some reason if you haven't been reading or this is your first issue i just the wish door. they would have explained the door a little bit yeah. more because i was confused all of a sudden, at one point everybody and then is ready to go out and bizarro's working on the computer system yep. they go through a door and all of a sudden they're in the goddamn yeah. arctic the- the thing that got me is is they they are in Bell Rev, uh, it seems, or they're up. They don't spell it out completely because then I think they're up in their deal, and then they come up. It's not. This looks like it still would be in Bell Rev if you're not I reading so. it. Uh, I actually think they're in their helicarrier above because you have that door. He, Bozzaro's working on his things. They come out and then go through the door. I think that this progression at the end is is not good at all, especially if you had joined in. And yeah. they walk out. When they walk out, it's not even that door that you see before. Before yeah. you do see a door behind them, all of a sudden it just looks like they're walking out into a hallway through like a, a you know a concrete wall. Right. And then they come out the other side. You see the door and the thing. And, and they have Amanda Waller like they're closing it. But I think people would have been so confused so because I. they're all of a sudden they're in the Arctic. And, you know, you have, oh, my God, what what the frosted flakes? Give me give me some uh, warning, mate. You have a <laughs> right. I would have worn my insulated bloomers. Well, the thing is, I, I agree with him. Yeah. Bizarro knew where they were going. He was setting the coordinates. You I know that. But he's, Bizarro, but he's smarty pants, Bizarro. He should have said, listen. Guys, you know, dress warm for this. Even, you know, Jason's there. He has exposed skin and Artemis. Nonsense, Eric. But there you go. 
that that's it. You're going to have the Suicide Squad teaming up with the Outlaws going to stop nowhere and stop these, you know, what, it, what uh, you know, and this there, thing. And there shouldn't the even be a nowhere anymore. They're pretty much just going to an empty installation where they have to, like, prevent this core yeah, from exploding. that's what I'm saying. It's not really, but it's an installation that they have to go because it has been pretty much, quote-unquote, been in disrepair. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, it's in disrepair. Maybe yeah. they will find something. Uh, it'd be crazy if if Superboy came back and he was on the Outlaws. That'd be that'd be complete that'd be craziness. Especially but if we somehow like had to get rid of Bizarro, but brought yeah. Con Ellen. That'd be awesome in my that mind. Would be. That would but be. I love Bizarro. Yeah. What did you give it? I gave it a five point eight out of ten. Well, because I love the art. The art is some of the best art in DC Comics. It's probably my yeah. favorite book to look at, and I love Red Hood. The progression in the story, though, and just how we jump from one thing to the other for this issue, and even the progression of this issue, I thought was yeah. nonsense, and I did not have fun reading it because I've really enjoyed this uh, the series so far, yeah. and I think just a step down, like we have, we're just throwing shit against the wall to see what's fun without telling a proper story in the meantime. I think. Yeah, it, it's weird because this book to me has been, you know, it's becoming like I'm not gonna Luke like this issue, but and I can see why because if you're just oh, reading yeah, it, you're, you're just going in, you're like, oh man. Just imagine the the uh, Suicide Squad with the Outlaws. Okay, that that's sounds cool. like fun. Yeah. And if you're just going and you're just going to go through, okay, that's cool. But it just it continues this trend in this this series where I just it seems like it's always waiting to start. We're so far into the series, and yet I'm waiting for something to really get going that would yeah. mean something. And it's just everything always seems to be setting up. Something that never pays off, not even pays off. I don't even think that I could say that it's setting up something that's ever supposed to pay off. It's like set up to set up. And it's just, it, it's still like it. I, I, it's not on my, you know, do or die $25 pull list yeah, anymore. Um, I don't get mad about it. Uh, like you said, the art is so good that I can't get that mad. I just, I want more. These are characters. And, and that's what's weird. If Roy was still in it, take Artemis out, have Roy. Uh, you know, Jason and Bizarro. Then I would say these are three characters I love. Exactly. I, I'm not. I'm uh, not that I, tied I, I in with her, Artemis. I can take or leave Artemis at this point. Yeah, I, I like the interaction. Her, just, it's not a standout. Yeah, character that's in my what I'm mind. saying. I'm not going to say that she I got a love big these axe characters. Like when, that's yeah, about when it. we say we love the Titans, I love most of the Titans. Yeah. You know, what's it called? Uh, what's Omen? her name? Omen. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't. Omen. Because I you don't care give, about her. Yeah, Omen. I can go. You know, whatever. But all the others, even Karen and Nark and all those, I even like, even though they're you know seem to be you know in and out. But yeah. this book, I, I really want to like more. And I just I'm on that breaking point of like I am at overall like a seven. You know right. what I mean? This issue, I give a six. But overall, I'm almost like, you know, that it, if it tips a little more, now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you know what? I really don't like it, but I don't want it to get to that. Because no, it I. can be a really fun book. But the it's next one of my favorite book, series. It's just not hitting for me right now. The next book, I've been telling you, and I've said it on the podcast, but I tell you all the time that I really want to like this book. And I really let it get away with a lot of things to enjoy it a little more. There's a big point in this issue that really I, – I got really upset, but what is it, Eric? Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, number 16, written by Julie Benson and Shauna Benson, with art by Raj Antonio, Marcelo Maialo, and D. Ron Bennett. The man-hating virus is continuing to spread through Gotham, but luckily we have a shit ton of female heroes in this book to get the job done. While the scope of this dilemma is huge and the cast of characters gigantic – Nothing in the story feels all that big because every every threat is dealt with immediately, and even the big bad of the story, the Daughters of Gotham, reveal themselves right away. Too many characters, not enough for them to do. 
Yeah, it's weird because this should be like huge. This is I, the biggest I'm cast of characters the story in any and the book. Cast and like maybe like oh, it maybe up my ante a bit thinking yeah. that okay, maybe the freaking Batgirl and the Birds of Prey is going to become yeah. this must-read title because they are dealing with some big-ass shit that the Justice League would have to take care of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the thing that uh, there's two things that drove me nuts. Number one, we do say we find out that it's the daughters of Gotham, a yep. big thing with, and also there there's three things that actually get me upset. But the the third one is the reveal of who's the big bad behind it. That reminds me too much of the uh, victim syndicate first victim, but that's yep. beside the point. At the beginning, you have this big deal, and when you do find out, it is the daughter of Gotham and what they want to do is they want to kill all the men so that they can start raising the new men to be better all the men are pieces of shit we'll get rid of them and I'm thinking to myself you know what ladies uh, let's think of this you kill all the men uh, other men are going to come in. I, I mean, there, there's going to be more men. I would. You're not. What, what do you What do you think you're going to do at this point? You're going to build a wall around Gotham and not allow anybody in or out. I mean, this is the silliest plan that I've ever heard. If this was me it and really I'm the script through. doctor, the way you do this is you don't kill all the men in Gotham. You kill the major men. A Bruce Wayne, who's the head of Wayne Industries. You, the you get a lot of the mayor. Commissioner Gordon. You you only have to get these big guys out of there so that it would make sense overall. You're going to kill all the men in a city does not mean that nobody else is going to come in. Now, again, you'll have people afraid to come in, maybe, but all is going to happen is everybody's going to come, swan, you know, swarm into Gotham and everybody's going to be done. I mean, all you're doing is you're going to shut down Gotham and, and get everybody out, including you. I, I just, it doesn't make any sense. The other part is, I'll get into it as we go, because you have basically all of these characters and the Bensons then are like, okay, we're going to separate and figure things out. And the way it ends up is you are jumping around yeah. to things. And like you said, things are being solved. But the worst part is to me as they're going, hey, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. Hey, me too, boss. Me too, boss. And you oh. have, you know, you have uh, Amanda Waller who was coming in to figure to out what's going on. take control of the situation. She's yelling. Wonder Woman shows up and like, hey, you know, you have me, Wonder Woman. Then you go and this is where I thought was the craziest thing. You go off where – uh, Oliver is being taken to the hospital. We have Black now, Canary, Harley Quinn, and freaking Poison Ivy dressed as nurses and or yes. doctors at this point, so, wheeling Oliver in as, as, they, as a decoy. Yes. And a decoy, which they don't fully spell out, but you oh. could you could go with it. They go in and they they to me they they've already figured out like really the Bensons are like listen we we got to figure something out because if this is airborne it's going to be worse it's that we're going to have problems and, and even later when they go to Bruce Wayne he says I know this is an airborne because then other, other cities, cities and places yeah. so yeah they have to make it so that it can only be this so the very first scene is they split up they have Oliver go into the hospital pretending that his wrist is broken oh my god it might be a possible break oh my wrist my wrist they leave him with this nurse who comes in and then she basically and reveals herself to be one of the bad guys immediately says yeah. oh mr queen any other symptoms cough runny nose no my wrist it hurts a lot like oh the mt said you aren't from gotham which explains why you haven't gotten sick yet yeah she comes out and ah, he's like oh my it. god and i hate the way he looks he <laughs> looks terrible and oh no it's just a sprained wrist what's that for she says justice she's about to inject him with this needle she has a needle filled with things she's about to inject it into him and it's stopped by Harley Quinn with her bat there you go 
case closed. They yeah. have the, they the have virus. it now. They yeah. have the virus, which they then give to give Poison to Ivy yeah. and said, go off. As this and issue keeps going. That, dude, just the progression we have because we have Black Canary, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy wheeling Oliver in. And at the one yeah. point, we see them standing around him. And then the next panel, it's just a doctor yeah, and gone. Oliver. Yep. So I'm like, but in my mind, they still have to be there because they were just there. So yeah. does she go all full out Daughters of Gotham in front of these other I don't people? Know. Because like, then that's when you know, there. they come her. in. They come in and like, oh, uh, we're going to fight with you. And she's like, you'll never stop the Daughters of Gotham. The who what now? Just think, if you women joined us, the men of Gotham wouldn't stand a chance. She's, she's spilling the beans. Yeah. The problem is, though, is that Oliver then gives that needle with the virus, goes over and says, here's the virus, Ivy. She says thanks and goes off to get a cure that's why all you need if you have the virus you can work out the cure the problem is the rest of the issue involves everybody going around trying to figure out what the well, virus well, is well, and not, only that, not only we that not only that we we have the virus we're going to get it. but we have to get the people we care about cured first we have to get blood samples from them so we yeah, can make this the cure make for sense. them first i guess but, but no because that doesn't you don't need this blood anymore you have the virus I you know. have the virus you just solved the deal and also know that it's the you know the daughters of gotham Case closed. Which we then learn more about the Daughters of Gotham because Batwoman and Batgirl have to go to like yep. you know GCPD because Renee Montoya Renee. has yep. ca- caught one of them. Yeah, caught one of them as well. Heroes to an- interrogate her. Yeah, and I'm like so we're doing some more. And it it does to me this thing with Oliver. You have to put that at the end. Yep. You, you need that. You need them to get a hold of the virus. At the end, not at the very beginning, and then have ever nobody it's the seems first to. Thing that happens. Where, where is the, the the fucking walkie-talkie? Hey, hey, everybody, it's it's me. Uh, you know, poison ivy. I'm heading. I got the virus. I'm actually gonna get the cure. Make sure everybody's okay. It's gonna take me a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll solve this. No, the, hey, the rest I, of hey, them ivy, don't ivy, seem ivy, to. Ivy, everybody's out have, of contact. Do I have to go out and get blood samples from everybody I love? No, you don't need yeah. to do that. Well, I don't have anything else to do, so I think I'm gonna go do that anyway. <laughs> Over. That's yeah, and then like, oh well, <laughs> like they, they call back. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ivy. Uh, uh, you do that. We're gonna. We still have to figure out who the bad guy is. Over. Uh, no negative there. We know who it is. It's the daughters of Gotham. Over. And it's all done. They just don't get a hold of them. They have this thing where Renee Montoya is there. They have one of these daughters of Gotham. You have Batgirl and Batwoman go in, and Renee's like, hey, she doesn't stand a chance. Uh, I've never seen anyone who's a better bad cop than Batwoman, but it's not even Batwoman that does anything. <laughs> so the, the, these people in this daughters of Gotham, their biggest problem is – they they, they really they really want to talk about what's yeah. going on. I mean, they're really proud of what's going on here, and they say, and this is again, it gets a little bit. I'll give the Bensons full credit. It gets a little bit in the social justice warrior yeah. realm, but I like the way they do it because the the one thing that makes me laugh is when they're talking about like the GCPD and all this. They're like, uh, "Hey, or even Renee Montoya is like, well, nearly seventy five percent of my force is out sick." So I'm like, "Okay, you're telling me seventy five percent of the force are men? I got you. Yeah, uh, that's kind of funny to me." And then they're like, "But on the bright side, crime is down ninety percent." Yeah, like, oh yes. But uh, again, 
to the me, it was kind of, right. to, to, to me, it was kind of like a funny way to do it and to point it out without really getting heavy handed. So I'm like, OK, I'll go with that. Uh, but yeah, even with that, you're expecting at one point to have one of the heroes and spoiler at one point who shouldn't even be there, but is. Uh, they kind of, kind of does that, which I appreciated. Yeah, and kind of does hint at it, like she thinks that these people might be th- the right answer. But as you go, they're they're interrogating this woman, which you didn't need to, because she's just yelling, "We didn't go far enough." The yeah. daughters of Gotham will rise and murder city, the scourge of men, once and for all. No one can stop us. And there's Batwoman and Batgirl look at each other, and again, I I want to just think where, okay, you're doing this, you want to convince the city, oh, these men are pieces of shit, but right there, you have a girl, Batgirl whose dad is going to die this is yeah. not going to convince people you're not gonna, i'm there you know there's tanya fuck tanya will care less if i die i'm telling you I, this is not even a joke she she could get over that in a second but my kids are going to die as well yeah. she would not get over that she would never join this group where they've killed our five sons that that would be nonsense but yeah now you're just gonna go and you're gonna have everybody now go we got around some filler huntress gotta get some blood yeah. from that uh, it's wing. so funny because i see huntress there before i realized the first thing that got me in that page is seeing that that fucking vial you know the the syringe yeah. and i think that they did a, a bad job earlier where when they were gonna stick oliver with it it was red make right. it green or something because i see that right away oh no they're doing Huntress it to somebody is on else. The side of wrong. Oh no, what's going on? No, then I'm like, oh, it's Huntress. I get it. And then, and then know, I see that the... bit, but then I'm okay with it until I yeah, get the you next don't point like where next. Orphan is drawing blood from Clayface. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. Not no. only does it make not make any sense to draw any blood from Clayface, but that you he has to turn the part of his arm she's drawing blood from into a human looking arm so she can do it. I'm yeah. like, that, that doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's He's not clay. the thing. That's not can you the imagine? thing. Can you imagine if this was the way things work and like when we had – what was it? The freaking uh, – the metal number one I think it was yeah. where Superman punched through Clayface when he was looking like Batman. Yeah. We said blood and guts everywhere uh, because he looked guts. like a human. Oh, it would be so great. No, what I want is Cassandra does this and then they go and they're like, oh, right. Hey, oh, we, ju- we just solved the case. Here's the last bit. Oh, no. Back to the drawing board. Uh, it's turning people into clay. Yeah. They they forget to label them. Oh no! It must be uh it must be evolving. <laughs> it's there. Then, the other thing that makes me laugh so much is in the background you have Luke Fox who's there and he's putting his arm like he just got blood taken. Yeah, yeah. Asriel looks like he ain't got no you know no time for this nonsense. Like I can't even say that they took his blood. He's a he's man of the world. He doesn't believe in this medical hoodoo. That's right. He, and then the worst is, and then I'm thinking like, oh, you know, I hope that she's cleaning these needles. And you got some crazy. I don't know where Luke Fox has been. That guy, you know, went at that one point when he was an MMA guy, he was a party guy. Eric. I yeah. don't need that blood getting near me. And then you get a, a little tie into the Batman deal where you do have uh, Selena running off to go check on Bruce, who uh, was supposed to be in bed. He's laying on the ground uh, in the Batcave. So she just runs right down, it seems. And then it's like, oh, what's going on? And that's where you get him like, it must not be airborne. Oh, my God. And and then uh, Catwoman's just like, hey, you can get help right here. I need a sample of your blood. Ivy's going to make an antidote. Why Why do you need all these people's blood? You, you have to know. deal. It, it doesn't, you know, it's not going to, it's just ridiculous. And then he's like, Ivy, things must be worse than I thought. I, I just wish he was, mommy, we can be heroes, daddy. Pat, just for yeah, one day. Just for one day. We can be heroes. We can be heroes. Yeah, it's quoting David Bowie. 
he didn't. He wasn't on the up and up fully either. How dare I'll you? I'll tell you. But <laughs> yeah, you, you have this then, and then you have uh, Lois Lane still going around, which, you know, you, you can convince me that's somebody else because I didn't even recognize her at first. But uh, oh, she's there. You, you went from the art style from no. this. No, and she's going, and you see that men aren't all bad, Eric. Some of these men are actually heroes. They're, they're trying they, to get They things. are sick, but they're still trying to save people from a collapsed building. Yeah, and then you go, and now we're going to have a little Katrina-type deal where they have all these victims there. You can't take them to the hospital, so they take them to the Gotham C- Seaside Coliseum just to show you, like, the immense scope oh, of all man, these people Oh, man, shit's gone wrong. Yeah, shit has gone wrong. But it, and, it should be cleared up pretty soon because we have the virus and yeah, a lot of blood yeah. samples. We have the virus. We got blood samples from, you know, I don't know why Bruce Wayne's blood would be needed besides just going to a blood bank and get... I, I don't, <laughs> The whole thing just doesn't make sense. They have the virus, just get whatever. But yeah, they go and they realize they're all, you know, the team shot them where everybody's talking. You have Gotham Girl there like, oh, man, you know, here we go. And and that's where you see the the uh, the daughters of Gotham show up. With they're their old timey plague yeah, mask in their, their hoods looking mask. a lot like Mary and Maker. The big reveal in this is these plague masks aren't to hide their identity. No shit, they aren't. These daughters of Gotham want to spout out to anybody what they're doing. They're actually gas masks. Oh, no. And then they get gas. They knock out and they end up taking Harley, uh, Batgirl, and Batwoman, correct? Is that the three they take? Yeah. And then the rest are like, oh, where are they? And then that's what leads to what we're going to have to do where they're going to have to go find them. Meet our leader, patient zero. Yeah, in the meantime, they're there tied up and they're like hey you know look here's our leader patient zero it's some old ass lady and it just reminds me of the first victim of the victim syndicate and again it so because of that it seems almost like played out already even though it's it's different but because of that and uh you know we'll, we'll find out why she hates men Eric, and, and that's what's going to be next. He's like, once the men are dead, Gotham will never need saving again. And all of a sudden, this will become that Dirty Harry movie, Sudden yeah. Death. Yeah, until all the men come in to replace those men. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this doesn't – so this is a very short-sighted plan. Sudden impact. I just realized what I said. Sudden yeah, death. I'm yeah, like, this sudden doesn't sound impact. right at all. This is a very short-sighted plan here, and this is one of those where you have to you have to kind of step light. With some of these things where you have something now that becomes more than just a localized, you know, hey, you know, the Gotham heroes will take care of this. This is becoming, I mean, Bruce Wayne is dying at this point. There's a lot of things going on that to me would have a lot of other heroes showing up. Uh, but they don't. You have all the women there. And I do like the seeing all the women there together and going. It's just this story it's just not great, and it just doesn't seem well thought through. No, it doesn't uh, at all. To it. That's the problem. But what did you what did you give it? I wasn't a huge fan of the art, and I just find that like while yeah. I enjoy the scope of the story, they bit off more they could chew with it because they yeah, don't I have anything so, for the characters to do. And right away, I find it ridiculous because problem solved with getting the virus right away and our villains saying who they are. So I'm like, yeah. There is nothing going on here. So I gave it a 5.5 out of 10 because yeah, I did still enjoy a few aspects yeah. of it. Yeah, that's what I'd go. I'd go 5.5. And, uh, yeah, the, the thing, though, is at the end, they have given you all the mysteries solved right away. Yeah. 
to give you this, ooh, who's this, you know, patient zero who I don't, I care. don't care. I really don't care. So uh, hopefully by next issue, uh, they'll give us something and I will care. But I, I don't think I will. But the next book and the last book of the night was the book that I said actually surprised me because yeah. I have not been a fan and I want to be. And this is starting to get me maybe uh, to see that I will be. Supergirl oh number 15, Eric. Who super? You mean a Steve Orlando book? I thought positive things about it. Yes and no, Eric. Written by <gasps> Jody Hauser and Steve Orlando. Yes. Yeah, there, there you go. You know what? Right away. Do you have Jody Hauser's number? You have it, right? I'm gonna get of on. Of course the phone. I do. Ring. I just don't have a phone. Jody, is that you? Yes. That's Jody. She she's got a squeaky voice. Uh, yeah. Oh, I saw you did Supergirl wrote. with Steve Orlando this month. Yes, I did. He's a pretty nice guy. Yeah, I know. Actually, I, I actually think he is a very nice guy. I've actually, you know, seen some interaction. I don't know why I'm telling her this. She knows, but he yeah. does seem like a nice guy. Jody, please convince him to let you write JLA with him as well. Because if it's the combination of you two, Jody Hauser and Steve, if he's there, put me on speaker. The, the combination of you two is good. And if it's you writing out dialogue that Steve has told you a plot, solid gold as well. Go with this. You know, you guys are good together. There you go, Eric. Now, goodbye. Go hang back up to the bed. the phone, yeah. Boom. Hang up. Art by Robinson Roca, Daniel Enriquez, Michael Atea, and Steve Wands. And I realize, Eric, I never wrote a blurb. Oh, my Supergirl. God. Supergirl. <laughs> uh, Steve Orlando welcomes Jody Hauser onto Supergirl, and we get a issue that might be big on recap, but it also sets up things that I really like to see continue in the future. The dialogue is the best that I've seen on this book since the beginning of Rebirth, and I like the way things are going. Cool. That that was about as as you know generic as I could get. I wrote out all these notes. Never went back and wrote up. But <laughs> yes, we'll we'll get right into it. I like this issue. Uh, so you I. might think that my uh, score at the end is negative. It's not. It actually isn't. It's me getting very excited that I may get a Supergirl book that I enjoy. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. I did complain to Eric this week at work where I'm never a fan of. Uh, handicapping your hero uh you know when you have uh you know even the truth story with superman and right, 52 right. i hate when you try and this or flash with the negative speed flash force, with the negative speed force. yes that's more recent that's a better example i like this for the point where you do get kara deciding like hey you know what i shouldn't be supergirl out and about but she is but it's also pointing towards the fact of hey maybe we're gonna get a book that is more about Kara being the superhero than Supergirl. While I don't mind that, I would rather have a back and forth between those two. As well. Uh, because I like my superheroes being superheroes. But even uh, with that, the whole idea, too, where she does like contemplate if she, Kara herself can be the superhero yes. and not be Supergirl. Because she is putting more people in danger because she the, DO, uh, the DEO is and, about and looking for her and willing to put uh, people police. in danger. Yeah, and it looks like she even thinks the National City Police and the DEO are working together to bring her down. And just the she people is enemy in general, it seems like this one. I fucking I say, fuck you, Supergirl. You go yeah. back to where you came I from, think huh? She, she has to get a I don't new know why costume. They talk like that in the National. A new costume, Eric. That's what she needs. Just show up. She has that Kara persona already, where she can change her hair color. Do something and just show up as like somebody. I, I don't know why she wouldn't just show up and say, "I'm here." You know. 
uh, fantastic girl. I know you had problems with Supergirl. I'm here to fix them. And they're like, she just Ooh. dyes her hair, comes back, and yeah. just I'm the new Supergirl, yeah. not like that I'm old new, one. I'm new like super slash Adam girl. Six issue minis. <laughs> yes. Can you have the hyphen super sure. slash girl? There we go. But yeah, it starts off. It doesn't even start out with her. It starts out in the Blade with the you know the local DEO headquarters with Mr. Bones, Director Bones now, who is the head of DEO, which we saw at the end of last you know the last arc that that's which what doesn't was going make any sense, happen. but whatever. No, it doesn't. And I'll, I'll just we're going to talk about that for one last time because now we just have to move forward yeah. in this continuity. But he already was the head of the DEO in the and new the Fifty Two yeah. in this continuity. That was in this continuity where he was already head of DEO. And and then ended up being bad and getting kicked out and stuff. And so it doesn't make sense, but we're going to have to go with it. He's the head there. He ends up having Magog there where he's working on a way to uh, be able to hold Supergirl in a cell if he, in fact, ends up If she up doesn't play ball. Her. And again, I have to say, you know what? There's Magog. All right. You know, There's we had Indigo that whole in the deal. We had that whole deal. We have Indigo, and those were the guys who were kind of left high and dry when that yeah. story ended. So it makes complete sense. Magog is pissed. I'd be too. Yeah. But he's like, oh, I thought we were going to work together. And Mr. Bones, director, but I always wanted to just call him Mr. Bones. I'm sorry about that. But he says, no, no, no. You know, I'm here to protect normal people from the superhuman threat. The only superhumans I allow are those I control. And he's just like, ta-ta, you know, I'm, I'm off. And there's Magog piss. Well, then we go off to Supergirl saving a guy and his dog, a kid and his dog, getting hit by a car. And right away, I'm like, what the hell, Supergirl? What are you doing? These yeah. people are after you, especially what we just saw. The DEO is after you. This isn't just the police. It's the DEO as well. They are after you, and there you are in full fucking garb. And, yeah, the people show up. The DEO shows up with these, you know, fancy guns. And it guns. seems that the DEO might be freaking giving uh, the police these fancy guns. Yeah, yeah, everybody well. seems to have these weapons and spell it out where that she's hurt there. Supergirl. Yeah, and she's there. Listen, I was helping. I'm not doing anything bad, and this guy seems a little reluctant which i kind of like what kind of bullets are they shooting at her jim they are shooting oracalcum bullets that that can wound you and then she's like oh my god what's going on she's like that's a better dialogue than i think steve orlando yeah that's what i'm saying this is where i think that jody hauser wrote this the dialogue and wrote the script going and steve orlando had a couple things that he's like uh don't forget to mention these and yeah it it kind of veers off into orlando uh verse there but yeah she says i'll not surrender i've done nothing wrong i saved this boy don't you know and then all of a sudden this guy freaks out and it's one of those these guys are facing who they think is a pretty bad threat i like the way this plays out with this guy like what she's going to and even it's just supergirl but they think she's bad i mean it really goes to show you in this that they aren't just following orders and they they think that she's bad to the bone and they shoot her she ends up getting hit and then realizes oh no these people around me are are in danger now and catch a bullet catches a bullet which cuts her and then she zooms off she has to get out of there and then you do get some background you know some recap where she's like let's and I work at Catco. I'm expected to write stories about how dangerous I am as Supergirl. Uh, my parents, the Danvers, they'd rather protect it. You know, I protect myself instead of people. But and, and the they, thing is, too, with this whole progression we have here, with the panels showing what you know she is and what she does and shit like that. Mm-hmm. When we had the dinner with the Danvers, even though friggin' you know Eliza's like Polish was a great choice here, 
the way he's sitting at that dinner table and them not talking to each other, it seems like, he looks there's, like some ter- pissed, there's some yeah. turmoil going on in the Danvers house right no, now. You again, don't get that I, later I, on, but right yeah, here. I like, don't think, yeah, he, they have this new life. I, he obviously does not like it. No. Uh, you do have the, the art, which I like in this, where you do see that, uh, you know, she, Eliza does not have a hand. That's the that's thing is, though, the one again. thing when you see that, because we always look for, we try to look for it now because yeah. sometimes we forget, but. I don't know why it would still be wrapped up the way it is. It looks like it's know. like a freshly a freshly cut off. She hand doesn't or want some people other. seeing that stub. I, uh, she should get a hook. Is what she uh, needs. No, but she never have a hook. No, that, no, that makes you like hundred percent, ninety percent more of a badass with a hook. No, uh, makes you. Gross. I like this though because this is again Steve Orlando and Jody Hauser. These are things that yes, it's recap to catch people up. But there's the subtle thing of where the Danvers have continuously tried to to feed Kara. Food from around the world. They, they're actually teaching her through the cuisine of the world. And I like that they didn't throw that down your face. You just have Eliza like, oh, Polish. That was a good choice, Jeremiah. And you, you go with that. But yeah, now you see that there's lines being drawn and people, you know, no to aliens. Supergirl equals super threat. Supergirl, go, back, go home. Supergirl. It is a little bit over the top to me, like 100% against uh, but you see it, and she's like, there's so much anger both from those who think I'm a hero and those who think I'm a monster. But what you see is just these people who think she's a monster, it seems. But uh, then you go, and now you're going to force a little bit because I still don't understand what – what is the, is the DEO just in every fucking high school and school around the, the you know around the national? they got to be in my mind. They must, but they're walking around. And, like the DEO is getting closer every day if I make one mistake, and you see the DEO uh, walking around the halls. Then you get a little deal with Ben Rubel and uh, and Kara, Kara, which I like, but it, it is funny to me. It's like all of a sudden it's like Supergirl is like one of those time travelers. I told you this at work. Like, what is this box with these people in it? What is this thing you call a dance? And I, But she's not interested in it. She's like, why are we, you know, this nonsense dance stuff? It seems like it's more of a distraction. And I like Ben Rubel. Like, shit's gone down. We need a distraction. And then he's like, you know what? I'm not that interested. And you have this whole thing with Kara where she's like, oh, you know, maybe I should ask him. Like, do you want to go to the dance? And he's like, what? No, of course not. Why would you? And then you get a new character that we haven't seen that shows up, Belinda. And she comes in. She's like, hey, it's free period. Are we still tackling that coding project? And there's Kara like, hey, Belinda. And Belinda seems very, you know, amorous with Ben. They seem to be friends. Maybe they're going to be more. The Ooh. big thing, though, is this Belinda is something a little more than what she seems. If you're yes. reading this and you don't look into it, it's Belinda Z. And if it goes by what she was, it's not in this continuity. No. It was actually in a kind of a, an all-ages book called Supergirl Cosmic Adventures in the Eighth Grade. And if, if you just wanted to go get that or whatever, it is an issue, too, that she shows up. She is actually a bizarro clone of Kara. And it's crazy. And if that's and the how thing this is, is too, going I was on, actually thinking about that earlier with the whole idea of Bizarro clone. Because uh, what would you call a Bizarro clone of Kara at this point? Just Bizarro Supergirl? Yeah, it, it would be Bizarro Supergirl. That, that's I would, what, like, and, I would, but, I'd want to say Bizarro S, but we already have one of those because the problem is, is in that she goes by Superior Girl. And, and the way she does it, the way it was played out is basically she was made – 
to have people hate Supergirl. Like, she is made to be this, like, oh, and like I said, where I thought Kara should come back as somebody like, hey, look at me. That's what this Belinda Z kind of was, where she would, you know, hey, Supergirl's bad. I'm better. But it was in this eighth grade book, so it was basically gossipy type, you know, eighth grade stuff of like, hey, Kara, you know, she's pretty strange, isn't she? And stuff like that. And it kind of does start here at one point where oh, she yeah, she says, later puts it on yeah, when Kara's and that's where I, at school and not answering the questions yep. which he's called on and shit yeah, like that. And, and also where Kara's the one who would be the one who's the smartest and answer and she steps right in and says it and it's like huh and you know she's all happy with herself and stuff like that so it is and and even to the point where i think that that's her costume from that so it's it's really spelled out and it's a cool call out again i wasn't big on the faye dunaway you know deal in the uh in the past where we had the faye dunaway character what's her name that was in the uh the last arc with selena selena yes uh and you know that's okay but this to me this is fun like, this could be really fun, especially if it means we're going to have a little more of them at school and stuff like that. Even though earlier I said I don't exactly love where you get the superheroes not being superheroes. But, yeah, I'm at school. Maybe we're going to get a little Breakfast Club-esque deal. Well, it's kind of what we had going on at the end of the last Supergirl series, New 52, yeah. with the Crucible in space, where it's like yeah. a space breakfast yeah. club. And so I was like, that's what seems, I always wanted to be. Yeah, this might end up being pretty fun. And she gets called down to the office and at the office you see where agent acampo who was in the series we know that she's part of the deo she's somebody who you know no the problem is she should know kara's parents she I comes know. down here and That's it's like oh what's going this, on uh, series right now this whole yeah. arc where the freaking the Does it DO has no idea who she is yeah I'm like well you, you still didn't have know the Danvers, Danvers working for you, and yes. out of nowhere they have a high school aged, you know, Supergirl aged freaking daughter. So maybe yeah. you should check there first. And here's the problem: is they they made this big thing where Cameron Chase left, and like, uh, oh, she scrubbed everything clean of Supergirl, the identity, all this. You can say anything you want, even if they wiped out the records of the Danvers working there, that to throw off possibly Director Bones. The problem is. Everybody work with them. They know the name. They know they work there. They would know all of this, and it would point directly to them at least being the number one suspect of her being Supergirl. Well, because it's a big problem you, we had, too, with the Somnus Satellite at the end. It was a Batman yeah, and Robin Eternal. Yeah, because where, there would be written things and things. Exactly, yeah, where what people changes? like, oh, no, we had the satellite, so nobody knows that Dick Grayson was Nightwing yeah. anymore. But, like, yeah, that was big news that wasn't just on the Internet. Yeah, people was, knew and, about this shit. And the Internet and wasn't just news that was in somebody's head. This was in papers this was written this is there's too much and in this it's weird because i think they're playing with the idea that all of that was wiped clean because that's the only way i can think that the danvers would go off and not change their name i mean they're getting away because and they even say oh when mr bones came you know shit went bad and we got the hell out and got this you know regular life to me that's what mr bones would be looking at in his records of okay i took over uh cameron chase left took Lauren. I think they might start a detective agency somewhere, possibly. <laughs> It'd be great. But I really hope get, so. Get me the records right now of everybody who quit the next day because if they did, that means they're Chase's people and that's who probably has Supergirl and you would have them all lined up. And and again, you have Mr. Director Bones. He's not on the up and up. 
It's not like, oh, you know what? That's against the law. No, no, not for him. He's going to do this. And it's right within his rights. It's right within his rights to know who quit. It's nonsense. But yeah, she goes in and, and to throw this DEO thing in with a campo really like threw it in my face of, of some of the cracks in the story going forward. Also, you have it where you have the Danvers, right? They, they have some money, I guess. The house guess. is nice enough or whatever. They worked at the DO, all that. But you are harboring Supergirl, the biggest you know, enemy in the national, Eric. Get the hell out of town. Don't stay there. Don't, you know, you just leave. Leave and go somewhere else. But the problem is, is that Steve Orlando has set up all the stuff that he has in the National oh, with Ben Rubel, Catco, all, all that. Yeah, all, all so the you can't do stuff. that. So because of that, there's Thinking never going to be. school at that age is a problem, Jim. Yeah, there's never going to be a, a great explanation of how this is going to resolve in this. Because, yeah, you have there where the Danvers are eating. And it is funny, like you said about Jeremiah. He's just like, hey, you know, how is everybody's day? He just wants to say that he's pissed. But also, yeah. I, I do have to throw some shade here. It's the only reason to ever ask anybody how the day is. You can tell them how angry you are about and, something. And either Jody Hauser or Steve Orlando is not a fan of malt, uh, malt vinegar nonsense you get out of town that's my fish and chips that's the only thing you better put on it she's like <laughs> i don't like this vinegar i'm like you better not be saying that that is one of my favorite freaking things of all time you better not do that i don't yeah. like it either i love it i'm telling I've never you, had it I if they had it. malt vinegar at mcdonald's there would never be another fry that Speaking i ever of, ate that didn't have malt vinegar you know what you know what they don't have at mcdonald's the i know McRib. Yeah, they had it for one day, and it left. I, had, I went yep. back I, today, yep. and I'm like, I'm finally going to get the McRib. I told you, the other day, I went through the drive-thru. Remember I said we recorded something, and I hadn't eaten all day? And yeah. I said I went to McDonald's and had that uh, buffalo chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I went for a McRib. They didn't have it. I was pissed. Oh, I'm like, I just so got it. I'm like, yeah, I'll have a McRib. And a, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We don't have those. What? I got one the other day. They didn't have it, but I was mad. But yeah, they, they don't like malt vinegar. That's nonsense. It's the best. My kids even love that. But yeah, they're, they're they don't eating like again. And it's funny. Again, it's another progression of now they're eating British food and they're trying that out. But yeah, it's almost pointing out the it's whole deal. That British food is just fish and chips. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. Or it's the progression of, you know, there you go, Jeremiah. And I think that what this is going to lead to eventually is Supergirl kind of maybe wanting to leave because now she not only is she putting people in danger, but this family, this, you know, the adopted parents that she has on Earth here are actually having to have a miserable, more miserable life because well, even of with her. that, whether they move or not, like out of the national, it's not like they're going to get a job they like anywhere else. They like no, I'm saying I think that it would be her leaving them and saying, you know what, we're too much in danger. I'm here. You, you're kind of keeping under cover Again, here. Go. Stay with that whole I thing. If she leaves. You, they've already quit. Star Labs. They should go. That's that's all I think. You work at DEO. They're going to hire you at Star Labs immediately, Eric. Maybe they could get a a, a deal with Hive. Eric, oh. and work in the the fucking core of the earth with nowhere. Maybe you, you shade. Have, maybe shade's hiring. Maybe shade might be. They, they could do that. There's a lot of organizations out Argus. there. Maybe, you know, yeah, Argus. Really? Maybe even I don't know. But yeah, they're eating and they're basically talking about you know, uh, we want you to be safe. She wants to you know help people, but why do people hate me? I was only being nice to my father. I think Jeremiah then died a little inside because he's like I I consider myself your father now. But you know, you have all this and. 
she says, you know, maybe there was there are ways I can help as Kara Danvers too, but I should not have to hide what I can do in order to make the people I'm helping feel safe. And I like that line. I, I did like the whole deal going. Then you go off to Ben. Uh, and he's hanging out within the National City Boardwalk in this VR deal uh, of Atlantis. And you and have I'm this weird you, Vegas, call when I was out. at the mall today, like I went to the mall earlier today. I told you I bought like, those ch- chattering teeth and those drooping yeah. eyes earlier. I walked past the place that said like VR maniac coming soon. I'm guessing it's an arcade. But if it's like this, I'm going to go to the mall. All the time. I don't think I've been in the mall in fucking 10 yeah. years. Yeah, and he he's there with Belinda. So again, they're there. It looks like they're there, possibly with school, but I don't know. It, it's I think something. Just but, out. Yeah, and it looks like they're getting close. And you know, they they have this the call out. Ooh, this is a cool Atlantis VR exhibit. I thought the lines were going to be crazy because they announced it was going to close. Like, yeah, with that Atlantean government incident. And I'm like, okay, so if that's a thing, and they they are pointing it out. See, you know, all this. They they wouldn't just they, they'd close it. But it's yeah. okay. You know, it's trying to tie it into the, you know, universe as a whole. And then they mention the whole deal. I haven't even talked to my parents because you have the whole deal where Belinda's like, hey, man, you know, your parents or whatever. And he, I haven't even talked to my parents uh, since the attack. They called to that see it was okay. so cool. Yeah, yeah. And he basically, this is where I said that now Belinda is fully into Ben because he's got his own place. He's, You're damn you know, right. A kid he's who a has fancy guy. Apartment Probably like has Netflix school? there. Cable. <laughs> if you were back in your day, you had your own place in cable. Oh my God, the world would be your oyster. That's, I'm telling you that you had cable in the fucking 80s. I don't know why you didn't tell everybody that you had cable back then because you would have been hooking up left and right in high school. Because I was afraid, Eric. Of hooking yeah, up. Here's the thing. Also, I would be afraid. I'm like, hey, I got cable, and the, the some girl. Really? Can I come over? Yeah, but you, you're gonna have to sit next to my fat dad. And his no, 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 you know, it's that's, even that's better in your scenario because they went to bed by six. Yeah, they did go to bed early. I was too into sports. Ah, I was in love with sports, Eric. I was but in yeah, love you with see, women. You see, Belinda and and Ben kind of uh, getting together here. You know, they're they're becoming close. And that is sure to end up where Belinda starts, you know, trying to. Oh, throw this is shade where she starts Kara throwing shade at Kara, talking yeah, about how she, she says, hasn't been acting like herself. She's odd lately, don't you think, yeah. Ben? Yeah, she's a little odd. Is Kara okay? What do you mean? I don't know. She seemed out of it in class. That's not like her. And he's like, No, it no, isn't. It you isn't. Know, you're gonna go. Maybe and Kara then, is a piece of shit, and I need to yeah. start dating you, Brenda, huh? Yeah, and then you go to the next deal where it makes me laugh because you have Jeremiah and Eliza talking. They're drinking wine. Uh, it's funny to me that, she, you know, there's a lot. This is pretty piece of shit, but she's holding Good. the wine and the wine's on her side. Who's going to grab that wine bottle? Like, she only got one hand. But you, you have that. <laughs> what happened if that was the only thing I worried about in this whole issue? The thing that makes me laugh is there's Jeremiah and they're, they're talking about Kara. And like, and she, you know honestly, what? Hold on. You know what's the bigger piece of shit thing? <laughs> I that's not me. If I'm Jeremiah, I'm sitting on the side that has a hand yes, just yeah. because it's a side that has a hand. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's true too. But they're there. I'm and not gonna be talk- on the stump it's, side it's of It's so funny to me though, because they're talking like I wish Jeremiah's like, I just wish we could convince her to lie low. And then Eliza's like, listen, if it were that easy, she wouldn't be much of a supergirl. And I really like this dialogue until yeah. Jeremiah starts getting all sexed up. And, and, wine, there. Man. and the the problem is though, is as we go, we see that Kara is listening to uh-huh. all this. I could just be like, ew, she's hearing all of this. And he's like, hey, you know, enough of this supergirl tuck. You look pretty goddamn sexy. He's he says, you know, and she says, and I like this too, because it catches people up where she says, you know what? 
I was really worried, uh, you know, when shit was going down, when, when Supergirl was in trouble, I was really worried. It actually shocked me. I didn't expect to feel so much like a mom. And this, I give 100% credit. If it was Jody Hauser reading the series up to now, if it was Steve Orlando, it was like, I've kind of pushed this and I, I don't know, I, I wasn't doing a great job, both of them, fucking kudos, because when this started, it was too forced that they oh, were yeah. like, we're your mom and dad, we're your mom and dad, oh my god, we're Look, your mom and Cara, dad. I know this, in your mind, your parents have only been dead for two weeks, but we're your parents Yeah, now. we're your parents, and then you had the whole deal with Cyborg Superman being her dad coming in the throat. This, to me, is one that it's the best line that Eliza's ever had in this whole entire series, and it's a great progression of a adopted mom of a supergirl where yeah. she didn't even think she'd be that worried to her hey the do had us you know supergirls there we they are more of a ruse than really adoptive parents in all actuality the thing is i like the way this plays out because it almost points out that now that they had quit the do and kara's still there now they're like you know what we are more than just DEO agents who couldn't have kids and accept. You know, I, I think of her as our daughter now. It really is. And I think that that's great. And I think and they that, know that was how something. To hurt her. It was something that at the beginning of the, the series, it drove me nuts every You're time. You're sexy when you're protective. Yeah. And then they start getting sexy. Kara's listening this whole time. But yeah, she, they even That's say, okay. You know, they're not her real parents. These are just yeah. strangers who she lives with who have sex occasionally. Yeah. And they say, I've never thought so much. Uh, I worry so much about an invulnerable daughter. Do I sound crazy? And he's like, of course not. It's why we left the DL. It's why we found insufferably boring new jobs. Yeah, and it seems like it's weird because to me, I don't know, it seemed like uh, Eliza seemed to be a student. But, you know, yeah. I guess that's she's a professional student. Well, she says, I, you know, being a student is a full-time job, well, Jeremiah. God I, I damn met, it. I'm telling you, I met a couple of those professional students when I went to college. There was this one guy, Brock, who I think the guy was 45. And it's one of those – I've talked to you about this guy before oh, yeah. if you don't recognize the name. That it was one of those because he just stayed in the town of Morgantown with WVU – Urban legends were started about this guy that, oh, that guy was a genius. At one time, he was a professor. He did LSD, did this, that. No, no. I think he went there and was a drunk and didn't yeah. have anything to go to and just ended up staying. And, and occasionally, he took classes. Yeah, I'm telling you, the guy should have, by now, he should have 20 degrees. He, he doesn't have any. But, yeah, you have this, and that that's where Brock's they're talking. dead now, Jim. Yeah, probably. He probably is. But, yeah, they have the whole deal where Kara's there sitting on her bed. And uh, she has collections on essays and speeches by Diana of Themyscira. Eric, that's I'm also guessing that's things. a photo of Black Canary singing in her band. Yeah, it looks like Black Canary. Uh, but, yeah, she's there. You know, she's a normal teenage girl there. And they're talking. Yeah. She's like, I know they're trying to help, trying to be my parents the best that they can, but they don't have the answers either. And uh, the planet is their home. They spent the whole deal. And this is a whole thing where she has accepted Earth as her planet and all yeah. that. And, but she still kind of is trying to learn. I, I like all this. It really, if you were reading Supergirl being super and like that, you may want to jump on this series if you haven't, because that's the vibe that I'm getting now. I'm really getting that kind of down home personal deal. We're learning a little more. Now I say this, I'm hoping Jody Hauser is, it'd be weird to just have her on, you know, this issue. Oh, that hopefully, would be upsetting. Obviously I think it would be this art and hopefully DC 
likes it and keeps going with it, or this is Steve Orlando grooming Jody Hauser to take this over. And if you didn't know, she wrote Mother Panic, uh, is what she wrote, uh, the Young Animal book, and that all that Young Animal thing kind of you know went kaput. So they're trying to find, I guess, something else for some of those guys, and then you have her here, and I, I really like it. But then you end it at the DEO. Shea Veritas has been called in by director uh, Bones, and you know she knows who he is. She knows oh, yeah. his past as a super villain again. The, but not is, his past. It's erasing the, the DEO director head. who yeah. went bad yeah, and then came back somehow. Yeah, we're we're getting rid of that, so it's full of the super. Villain. I will never get rid of it. I know. And then she's like, you know, there was a reason you wanted me here, and basically he's there to say everything you were doing before is now off. You are yeah. now going to make me weapons because one of the big weapons we had was Lauron, and that goddamn Chase took her or took him. Start her detective agency. Start that detective agency that we want. It's funny because in the background. He he is one of those where he's fully embracing his villain past as a tool to intimidate people. He has a picture in the background of him, the Helix Havoc there, and it's there. And it's so funny to me. This made me laugh more than anything that I've read probably in the past year because he points it out after he says, you know what, you're going to do what I want. You're not – you're – you know, somehow you're not going to give me this information I know you know about Supergirl, but you know what? You're going to do what I tell you. You're going to make me weapons. You're going to do all this. But as he spells it out, he's like, huh, can you believe it? He's looking at this picture and he's like, can you believe it? Amazing times. I used to wear this outfit. And, you know, people look at this. I remember how that costume always got them to fear. And I'm like, really? No, you are a walking a fucking skeleton. You could be wearing a goddamn dress. You, you could look like little Bo Peep, and I'd be fucking shitting my pants looking at you. It wasn't <laughs> the costume. You are a walking skeleton. There's more to you than just that, though. I also will point out that the art does go with, because in even in the Batwoman, that's why I have to say it's in the same continuity, Director Bones loves those ties, Eric. He's a very oh, yeah. he's a guy who loves spiffy ties, which continues. I'm waiting for him to smoke that stogie that he always had before. But y- it seems have like one of those things though that I think that Steve Orlando put in because you have the group of kids Helix who like he was a part of yeah. Mr. Bones himself, freaking just thrown out there with no explanation. Yeah. Like he no. grabs these old things that don't matter anymore and likes to plaster them all over his books, yeah. and I yeah. don't know why. Yeah, it's like he looks. What it seems to me in a lot of books, especially the JLA, when he does things, is he he ends up looking up on Wikipedia, gets like a little bit of info, and then throws it in things just so that you think yeah. it, it's crazy. But yeah, I don't think it was that costume that was scaring people, buddy. No. Uh, he looks like Skeletor there too. But uh, yeah, he's there, and like I said, he's we're going to do this. We're going to up the ante. I'm going to have you work on these weapons and stuff like that. And we're also going to start uh, with the you know t- to attack these superhumans, and you're going to get Sharon Vance, and that's a big thing at the end. Yeah. Sharon Vance does show up. There's regular people going around and all of a sudden she shows up and yells what did supergirl do to me which is weird uh what this is called out and how this goes but especially since we haven't seen sharon vance in this continuity and i have to imagine because she's wearing the superman containment suit that this is one of those aspects of superman reborn that changed continuity around but nobody knew what but this is in there now they seem to say that the DEO had been keeping her possibly in stasis at one point. It seems like he, you know, he's saying that we're going to reactivate that. Yeah. 
And yeah, you got to wonder how what that means. But I do think that some people might be confused at the end and like, huh, Sharon Vance, that looks like Lana Lang because it really does look a lot like Superwoman Lana Lang to me at a bit, it, though blue. it's blue. Yeah. But it does look very similar. Well, yeah, and just that's so, what that suit was based off. It's the yeah, freaking just, light, yeah. like, you know, it's a Superman containment suit when like you know Sharon Vance became the str- yes. uh, stranger, uh, strange visitor. Yeah, she became the strange visitor. And back in the day, that's what happened. She became the strange visitor. She has uh, you know electric electricity powers she's actually a being of pure electromagnetic energy eric yeah and when she died if we're gonna go with that if that's what it's gonna be because she does seem to come and like not realize what's going on in this dialogue that leads up to the big reveal at the end she even says you know what where i'm getting to the deal where as she starts, where am I? This place is, but I died. I remember I was happy. Someone, it hurts. I shouldn't be. Did she pull me back in? What did Supergirl do to me? And she did die. And that that is spelled out. And she died helping Superman. She actually yeah. saved Superman dying where they were getting attacked. And she gave Superman all her powers. And when they defeated the deal, she ended up dying. She opened up a way for Superman to uh, win the, and save the universe as it happened. And so she did die now in this i wonder if what we're going to get is that she has been brainwashed why she while she was in stasis or wherever she was that the dio had her uh maybe they had been feeding her some sort of information some way because it's odd right away for her to think that supergirl pulled yeah. her back so we're, we're gonna so i don't know to it's gonna be a strange it. thing because in my mind it's this, this scream superman reborn kind of like yeah. revised continuity kind of shit but now bringing the, the Supergirl yeah. book with no explanation is just an odd thing. And the thing. problem is, and where we would want to have get that next ex- issue. Where we would want to have that explanation, though, you have Director Bones here with none. So yeah. I'm not going to expect it. But if we get it, though, even if we don't, if I just go with the fact that she did die, she died in a continuity, we could say that that's why we haven't seen her. Somehow she is pure energy, which doesn't really, quote unquote, die. The D.O. Yeah. somehow got a hold of her, kept her there and was waiting for the moment. And that's when What's the thing you is have... she died because she transfused all her yes. energy back into yeah. Superman. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what the deal is if it's explained. But I don't mind this. This, to me, is actually – pretty exciting Fine, and yeah. kind of like what i would want from a rebirth title supergirl the problem is she doesn't have a, a ton of villains and this it, turning her into one i think is a pretty cool idea and brenda uh, z you, as oh, well yeah and brenda z i'm telling you you have two villains working in this that i really think is cool and we didn't even get cat grant in this which i'm i'm happy but i'm not I a want, fan of cat grant that's so the problem she's though not around, is, i have a good time if jody hauser is writing the script i do want to see how she plays plays Cat Grant. I want to see if it's a little better than what Steve Orlando God, seemed to so. really love to, you know, have Cat Grant in this, you know, almost like that dialogue, like I said, you know, that sing song kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, that sort of deal. But I did like this. Now, in my score, you may say, oh, I thought you'd go higher because I did enjoy this issue. I had some fun with it. I, you know, some things I did one of my favorite issues well of Supergirl right now. Uh, but yeah, I gave it a 6-8. And I put in my review that this is like maybe a springboard to something really good because I love Supergirl as a character and I want to enjoy the book. And if it continues like this, uh, it, to me, it can only get better because this yeah. was a setup issue to go forward with this new arc. And as a setup issue, I thought it did a really good job. And I, I hope Jody Hauser sticks around. So what would you give it? And I love the art. I thought the art was great. I, I, really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed the art in this issue as well. And I was actually afraid because I didn't know what you gave this issue. And I yeah. know how much you hate Supergirl normally. When I got done reading this, I'm like, you know what? 
I had a decent time reading this. Jim's going to be so mad at me. Thank God. But the thing is, your score is actually higher than mine. I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10. And it's because I love the art. It's just mainly my biggest problem with the issue itself is this hokey goddamn how the DEO does not know who Kara Danvers is. That's my problem. If that wasn't the case. it takes the whole story down because you have this government organization that is dumb as shit. Yeah. If you had this where she came and the whole thing with the DEO connection, because really at this point – that really wasn't needed. You know, at that point, they had an yeah. idea, I guess, Steve Orlando. But if it was one of those where the Danvers worked at the deal, almost like a – it would be kind of a juxtaposition of Kara working with Catco. You right. had the Danvers working at the deal in the meantime, somehow, some connection, even if it was with uh, – Veritas, Dr. Veritas, or whoever, Chase, but it wasn't on the books working at the DEO, Supergirl, that she was just with the Danvers as their adopted daughter, I, and then they, they could still work at the DEO, all that could be going on, I, I think it would have been a lot better, but yeah, for them to have to quit and go and still have it, it it's nonsense, plus it, it's funny that Steve Orlando never really centered on the whole concept of Kara, like, oh, what's going to happen now, now that you quit the DEO, I guess I'm going to have to go find somewhere to live and whatever. And them saying, like, what What the hell are you talking about? You're our daughter now. Uh, because really, at this point, it, it hasn't been that long. So that would have been kind of an emotional thing to throw in there as well. But like you said, just that the DEO can't put it together. And you have a DEO officer that knows her parents know, and can't right put it together. There, right, right away, th- there better be something with this goddamn DEO like, agent who goes back and starts the thing. Because, yeah. all right, look, I'm hoping that that was here. a wink. To, that that's their inside person that I they can so kind of well. yeah because it, why wouldn't you have had Ocampo going like oh oh Kara you know how you know again maybe it's one of those weird things that they maybe they Danvers have is known just a Kara, common name and da- I don't know it's it's very odd it's very odd because you maybe think that they would not knowing who knew calling Kara Danvers yeah, that's the problem. have her filed knowing who her yeah, parents are and all this that's other the stuff. problem the problem isn't that they would know that Supergirl the problem would be that she would know that Kara the, the student was the daughter of the adopted the Danvers, daughter yeah. of all you needed to do was oh, oh Kara how, how are your parents oh, I haven't seen them since they left you were adopted the same time the Supergirl started working for the DEO and you yeah. were her adopted daughter and then of they who quit, just left and, the yeah. DEO and, and, and also and, and uh, you know what else is weird it seemed that when you guys when your parents were there at the DEO they really seemed to be friends with that camera chase <laughs> like they were always around her and doing they things they were her score go-to and, people yeah yeah, that's the. But that's no, the I'm telling you, problem. I do. I do look forward to the series now because this did show me that things can be fun with Supergirl with Steve yeah. Orlando not writing terrible dialogue and fu- like yeah. just silly. Situations. It's amazing how a dialogue but, can change an issue. I, I mean, it, that seems very obvious, but it's but, like, amazing. The strange visitor thing at the end. I'm like, okay, if you go yeah. in, into a Supergirl book and tell me some stuff that's going on with the Superman Reborn, like change continuity, yeah. that sounds like fun to me. And everything else with Director Bones going after, not even Director Bones, the whole idea that the whole national city is after Supergirl, I'm down. You know, give me something fun. Yeah. Yes. I am with you, Eric. But yes, that is the end. Congratulations, Eric. Thank you. All right, Eric. And what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman Lost with, I think I gave it a 7.5. Yes. And I'm going to have to go with uh, Mr. Miracle. I, I gave a 7.5, but I'm also going to push Batman Lost up as well. Uh, because I said during that that I probably should have given it a 7.5. I give it, I think, a 7.2. But so. everybody knows that your book of the week is Mr. Miracle because you are insane. <sighs> yes, but still, that just shows you a 7.5 is the book of the week. That's crazy talk. It's Mr. It's crazy Miracle? talk. 
Yes, yeah, and it's Mr. Miracle. But we're going to talk about these books next week. Uh, Aquaman number 30, Eric. Batman number 35. We can continue the story. The rules of engagement. Selena and uh, Bruce. We have The Batman Who Laughs, number one. A lot of people looking forward to that one. I was until I found out that Riley Rossmo was on art. Yeah, Riley Rossmo is on art, but James Tynan's writing, so you'll see that. Batwoman number nine. I had already sent the review copy off to Dan, and he said that he has his fingers crossed that he likes it. He Me said too. because he, he is getting ready to just lose his mind. We also have Green Lanterns number 35, Justice League number 33, which continues, if Bats not ends, the Bats Out of Hell, uh, Nightwing number 33, Super Sons number 10, Superman. Doing something. Yeah, Superman number 35. Yeah, Super Sons actually is kind of like. It's at that point where I had at number 10 of Red Hood, where yeah. I wanted something to go on, uh, though I still like it, but I, I just want something more from it. Superman number 35, Eric, you've been enjoying that somewhat, right? Oh, yeah, the freaking Imperialex. I'm on yeah. like the Imperious Lex, I believe they call yeah, that Imperious one. Lex. I want to see I... more about that and not deal with fucking Fury, uh, the female Fury Lois Lane. Yep, and Trinity number 15. We'll see how that whole Dark Trinity deal ends. And we'll have Jeremy talking about the Wildstorm number nine and possibly Wonder Woman Conan number three uh, on his crossover corner. So right there, that just shows you we don't have a lot of books next week. That's a nice time, but yeah, it's going to be good. Books. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying overall. I think yeah, I have I three, and Reggie has one or two. I mean, we could get yeah. in and out. It is the 150, episode 150, so we're going to have a couple different things going on, some surprises, some fun. Yeah, so I'm actually glad that we can take a little time with that instead of having, like, uh, this podcast, we usually try to get the Saturday recording to be all the mail, the intro, and a couple books. We had five books to do tonight. It's taking longer. Right now, it's already late and we still you know it's a weird out of sequence deal to talk about but we still have a lot of recording to do here and i'm getting tired but yeah that is the podcast like we said if some of those books two of those books that we mentioned will be on the patreon account so if you want to go check that out uh you know i'll even beg you to check them out i think that we have a lot of shows on our patreon that we try to make it uh something that we work hard uh to give you more uh, entertaining things and things like that. We, I, I obviously see that people aren't just going to support us blindly. Eric. Oh, I know that not. we're not that likable of guys. We have to make it more bang for the buck. So we, we have that set up. But yeah, if you go over see, to Patreon. See, this one guy over there, you know, he would not sit on a, like a side of a woman who had a stump. He'd go on no. the other side, but yeah. he does put out podcasts. Who's going to support so. that nonsense? Uh, but yeah, if you go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience, Join up, see what we got going on there. A lot of different shows. The minute that you get on uh, and go, you know, support us and you get a separate RSS feed on your, you know, your player, your podcast player. I'm starting to talk like an IT man, but you'll get a separate feed and there's already over 80 shows that we have done that are on the Patreon account. So there's obviously stuff to listen to. And if I just say, if you're there and you're like, 80 shows i can barely get through your goddamn 10-hour podcast maybe that's a reason to support us as well because we do uh put out a lot a lot of these other podcasts not throwing shade at anyone but our standard you know one hour two hours at the most you know we try to do eight to ten hour podcast each week and you know we we like to feel loved 
is basically what we do. And it's a, like. it's a contest to me. I want to win. And, and it's one of those where my life is driven by things like this because there is no winning, but no. yet I want to. So I'll never end, Eric. That's what happens. But yeah, check it out. I know this week we're going to have a bunch of shows. Uh, me and Tanya are going to be doing our show together tomorrow, the Jim Has Issues with His Wife. If you ever want to hear somebody lose his mind and scream at his wife for an hour or so, yeah, I have a show for you. I don't need that. <laughs> That's I all it in is. a house with a family. That's all it is. Yeah, it's it's lighthearted, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> Afterward, afterwards, every you know that the podcast uh, people seem to enjoy it, but it's like at the expense of my sanity and my life. Is when I get done, I've got to run immediately out and apologize <laughs> to, to Tanya for everything I said. Though I mean it, and I mean it, fucking a hundred percent, Aaron. Just don't tell her. But yeah, that that she is. Don't listen to me. No, she doesn't listen to you. She thinks that you're on my side. So, yeah. yeah, that's the deal. But that is the end of the podcast, Eric. What do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. Proud. Oh! Oh!